Pretty Little Angel Eyes by Curtis Lee from 1961. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Friends show, broadcasting on May 20th at about 7.15 p.m. Pacific Time. I am going to be alone tonight. The Druff and Friends show sometimes features a co-host. In fact, usually it does. Often it's my permanent guest host, Daredevil, but he is actually in Las Vegas this week. So in... An ironic twist of fate when Daredevil's actually in Las Vegas, which is the subject of a lot of our show, he can't do the broadcast. But when he's in Canada, he can. So I'm doing this alone tonight, but we may have a treat for you later in the show. Brandon Drexel Gerson, former co-host of the show, may come on after 9 o'clock, but don't count on it because when you try to count on it, it doesn't happen. But it might happen. I was told by Brandon it might happen if he's available, but it will not be until at least 9 p.m. Pacific time. We do have a free roll tonight, as we do every week. It starts at 7.40 p.m. Pacific time. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find by clicking on the No Fraud Online Poker button near the top of the screen. You need a separate account to play on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, but it's completely free. You don't even need play chips to enter the free roll tournament this week in honor of Garrett who appeared on the show last week and argued back and forth with Daredevil in honor of Garrett this week's free roll is going to be $63 <laughs> and that's, that's really why I chose that number I, I had a bunch of donations and decided to hold some back for future weeks just so we could have a $63 free roll to needle Garrett I'm not even kidding so uh, the backstory, of course, if you didn't listen last week, was that Garrett, who uh, was having trouble escrowing when he was challenging people playing to play heads up and, in fact, lied about escrowing when he actually did not do so, uh, eventually sent $63 after he already won a $50 match that he lied about escrowing. Why 63 I don't know, but it became a running joke on the site. So this week, the free roll is $63, though the money did not come from Garrett. If you want to have a chance to win some of this $63, then you need to have a registered account on the Poker Fraud Alert Forum dated 2012 or 2013. If you registered for the forum before 2014, then you're in. If you did not, then uh, you're going to have to email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. We have a caller. We'll get to him in a second. And uh, tell me... What you've heard on this show for at least three different episodes that was not in the official show description. I need you to do that so I know you've really been listening and you're not just here to play the free roll and take the free money and then leave. You have to have some kind of interest in this show or this site to qualify, and that's the way you do it. But if you do it once and I approve you, you never have to do it again. So that's dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Todd, it's handicapped me. Um, I'll let you finish doing your normal thing, and I'll be a, um, I'll be a co-host until uh, we have some time, if you All don't right. mind. Sure, sure. All righty, so if handicapped me on here, I'm sure uh, Garrett is not thrilled about his co-hosting, but uh, <laughs> we have him here, and uh, I'll finish the intro, and uh, this is, of course, a surprise to me. Of course, it usually is, and most things that happen on the show are a surprise to me. I often produce the show during the show. This is no exception. And 
If you uh, want to play the free role, again, you have to email dandruff at pokerfraudler.com if you don't already have approval or if you don't have an account that's registered 2014 or 2013 or beforehand. It is no, fr- is, uh, no limit, and it starts at 7.40 p.m. Pacific time, 25 minutes of late registration. And here is the way the prizes will break down. That will be... Uh, will be uh... Uh-oh. Why did I get an echo there? Sorry about that. Okay. I don't even know how you did that. Uh, you made my voice echo back, but you did it somehow. All right. So uh, first place will be $30. Second place, $18. Third place, $10. Fourth place will be a whopping $5. And the gentleman on the line with me is one of the people responsible for you having that money to play with or to receive. You're not playing with it. You're going to receive it. You're playing with nothing, actually, which is the great thing. It doesn't cost you a penny. Handicap me gave $10. Detroit. Gave $7, not the city of Detroit. They can't afford it, but uh, the username Detroit was able to spare $7. Flipper Fair gave $37, and Willie McFML gave $9, maybe because he was in a good mood that the Cardinals have been doing so well. And in fact, they're doing pretty well tonight. So that's the free roll. We have it every week. And basically, it's open to anybody who listens to this show. And there's always fewer than 100 people playing. So you have a real shot to win the money. It's not like one of these poker stars free rolls where you got 3,000 entrants. It's not like that. Here is the... Uh, well, I, before I get to the agenda, let me give you the phone numbers of the show. Forgot about that. You have two phone numbers you can call in. The first one is the main phone number, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. You can also text that number. That same number you can reach me by text any time during the show or even before the show or even after the show. You can reach me 24 hours a day, seven days a week on that text phone number. Don't feel shy to text me at 4 in the morning. You can. I won't get mad. And I will respond to you when I see the text. 775-372-8355 is our text number and main phone number to the show. If for some reason you want to call a 702 number so you feel like you're calling Las Vegas, you won't really be calling Las Vegas. You'll be calling Mount Charleston where I have the Mount Charleston line. That's a mountain near Las Vegas. It's a nice, relaxing place to visit, actually, over the summer if you're in the World Series and have a car and want to get away from the heat. It's like 30 degrees colder there than in Vegas, only about 45 minutes away by car. The Mount Charleston Chamber of Commerce should be paying me to say this. Anyway, the phone number is 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. That will bring my 1970s rotary phone, which forwards to wherever I am. No matter which number you call, you have to show your caller ID. Otherwise, you will get a busy signal, meaning you're not getting through. And if I don't answer your call, don't worry about it. Just try back in about 15 minutes, and I'll probably take it. Or just wait till I say I'm taking calls. But I, I usually don't say I'm taking calls now. I kind of just pick one up when it comes in. Sometimes I answer, sometimes I don't. I try to get to as many calls as we can. So I, I think that's about it for the intro aside from the topics. Here are the topics for this lovely evening as we are broadcasting just a week and a half before the World Series begins. In fact, a little bit more than a week, not even a week and a half. Poker Stars is embroiled in a lot of controversy right now. They are allowing bots to play on their site with one caveat. Uh, The bots can play on the site as long as the bots are not actually the ones pressing the buttons. <laughs> so a bot can tell you what to do. You just, uh, 
You just have to make sure you're the one pressing the buttons. It's not the bot pressing the button for you. For some reason, they're very big about button presses over at uh, PokerStars. But uh, as far as the strategy advice, which is the important part about using a bot, uh, they seem okay with that. Now, it's not that simple. Uh, I'll tell you more about it when we do our first segment about the PokerStars bot scandal that's going on right now. And in fact, I'm going to play a clip of another show that already covered it before we did. Well, Brian Mikon, we've talked about him a lot in the last few weeks and his Steals with Clubs site, which is no longer, and the arrest warrant that has been issued for him by the Nevada Attorney General. He had a GoFundMe account. In fact, you can still find it if you Google Mikon space GoFundMe, where you could pay for his legal defense. For some reason, you... The listener, you, the poker player, are supposed to fund his legal defense. But whatever. Uh, You can't even do it now if you want to because his GoFundMe has been closed, but not really closed in a way that is obvious. It looks like it's working. You can go to it. It looks fine. But if you try to donate, it'll say that the owner of the GoFundMe campaign, meaning MyCon, needs to fix something for it to be able to work. Well, that's actually not true. They've actually suspended his ability to receive. That's been verified. But I've heard a rumor that the party responsible for this is the state of Nevada. So we will talk about that. Speaking of MyCon, Karina Jett appeared on a radio show, and one that's actually on terrestrial radio, not one like this that's over the internet, called The Mark Hoke Show. And I will play her comments about MyCon, which I have to say were not very kind. I'm not saying wrong, but just not very kind. (laughs) I experienced today a traffic court whodunit. Yes, a mystery today. I found that I seem to be a victim of a refund scam where I paid a fine, a traffic fine. The judge ruled that I was entitled to a $128 refund and the refund that I was supposed to be entitled to was stolen. Yeah. Disturbing stuff. But, but, there's more to the story than it appears. I'll tell you a bit about what happened there. There's been a lot of rumor going around regarding the WSOP Colossus event. That's the massive $565 event, the lowest buy-in they've had in many years that's attracting Huge interest. Nobody knows what it's going to get. Maybe even as much as 20000 We don't know. But how many people are already registered or pre-registered? You can actually go down right now to the Rio if you're in Vegas, and you can actually register, register for it. So registration is already open. But if you're not in Vegas, you can pre-register for it, which requires an extra step when you get to Vegas to complete the, the full registration. But when you combine the existing registrations and pre-registrations – How many? I've heard a few different numbers. I've heard 3,000. I've heard 8,000. And I've heard 14,000. Which is the right number, if any? We'll talk about it. But let's say you're playing the World Series and you're playing a lot of events and your goal is to be the World Series of Poker Player of the Year. Of course, they have to use a formula to determine that. And... They'll tweak the formula and change the formula. Well, the World Series of Poker entered a partnership with the 
GPI, the Global Poker Index, to help determine this. And that seemed like a good idea because they're the experts. But this ends up being one of the most unfair and ridiculous player of the year systems I've ever seen. I, this, this couldn't be a worse system. We'll talk about all the problems with that. A lot of poker players are currently in Thailand to play online poker for a living. Some are Americans who are playing because it's illegal to play in the U.S. Others are Europeans or even Australians who just like the climate and the permissiveness of Thailand better than their home country. Usually it's younger guys who are living there and uh, doing God knows what when they're not playing poker. But uh, one of the poker players, a guy from Finland, was killed in an accident related to being a pedestrian. A car hit him while he was crossing the street in Thailand. Normally that would be a tragic story, something that we would mourn, but it's starting to come out, or in fact this was brought out, his death was brought out by someone accusing him of being a scammer? Yeah. And of course that begs the question, is he really dead? Or was this faked in some way? Because the guy's a scammer, could he really put that past him? We'll talk about that weird story. On a previous show, a while back, I think about a year ago, I was uh, making fun of WSOP.com and its support situation. And, and I was doing it not really out of fun. I was doing it out of frustration because every time I had a support issue with WSOP.com, it was awful. I was dealt with by idiots who... Uh, you know, by email, were, were not reading my questions, giving me nonsensical answers. I would correct them and say, no, no, you're not answering my question. They'd give me another dumb answer that didn't address what I was asking over and over and over again. It was comical. And when I would try to bring this to the attention of the poker room manager, Bill Reaney, I, I was not getting much of a response. And then reading WSOP, or reading, reading, sorry, 2 plus 2, the forums over there, they have a, a sponsored WSOP.com forum. Uh, Bill was not very present there either. Eventually, I got a frustrated call from Seth Polanski, and I don't have the sound effect ready, but I, Seth Polanski called me up and gave me a hard time about being too tough on WSOP.com and told me that they're getting away from the forum support model, that they're not going to use forums to support customers. You have to use the, the email address. Well, guess what? They're back to a forum Support model, but it's not on 2 plus 2. Is it on Poker Fraud Alert? No, of course not. It is on WSOP.com. They have their own forum. <laughs> and if you think you're laughing now, wait until you hear more about it. 888-POKER in New Jersey steals your money if you don't log in for a while. I'm not joking here. I'm not even... Uh, exaggerating it's in their terms of service that 888 poker in new jersey a legalized online poker site can and will steal your money if uh, you just don't log in for a while let's say you get really sick let's say you just are so disgusted with poker you don't even want to look at the, the site you don't want to open it for any kind of like temptation or anything you just want to not touch it for a while just leave your money sitting there they can hold your money but you know you'll come back a while later well if it's too long they will take your money and won't give it back We'll talk about that, um, and it's a very disturbing story and little discussed. Well, 
if you think about the titans in online poker right now, I'm not talking about titan poker. Of course, you think of Poker Stars and Full Tilt, owned by Amaya, but another one that comes to mind is Party Poker, which has been around since 2001. It goes way, way back. Well, can you imagine what a monopoly Amaya would have if they owned Party as well? Well, they're trying. And I'll talk about what's happening with that. This is a show about poker and gambling, about Las Vegas, about a lot of other random topics. Sometimes we take calls from weird characters. Sometimes we make calls to weird characters. Sometimes we even make prank calls on this show. Something we don't do much on this show, though, is give strategy advice. I'll give logistical strategy advice. I don't give many segments here of actual poker play advice. But I was sitting here today and I was thinking about how I'm going to approach certain events differently this year than I have last year or the year before. Sometimes I have like a talk with myself about, okay, things aren't working out the way that you've wanted them to recently in in whatever area. What can you do differently? So I I was kind of having this discussion with myself today. Not out loud, don't worry. And I thought about what's known as the waiting to die problem, and that's my own terminology, at the $1,000 buy-in and $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker events. We're talking about the no-limit events, not the uh, limit events. I will tell you what that problem is. I will admit that I was suffering from that problem, and uh, I'm just going to give some suggestions on how to avoid it. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about because I made up the term, but I'll get to it near the end of the show. The reason it's near the end of the show is because a lot of people will be bored by poker strategy discussion and don't listen to the show for that, so I'm kind of putting that toward the end. Kev Math, who is a frequent listener to the show, we meant to do this segment last week, but we forgot. I can't imagine why it's such an important topic, but he is dominating the play money scene. I'm not even kidding. He is the play money champion. We're going to talk about Kev Math and why you have to watch out for him at the World Series this year once he has real chips in his hands. Finally. Finally. He's oh. actually in chat, by the way. What? If you haven't what? noticed. So, Kebeth, he just joined the chat. So maybe oh, he joined the chat. Okay. You can have him call in. But what's a little disturbing what's to me here is... Here. See, yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're getting an echo. Do you know what that would be? Do you have the show on in the background? Uh, I do not. Are you still getting it right now? No, it's weird because... No, like, it's weird because... Here we go. I'm hearing it right now. I'm hearing it right now. Hold on one second. <laughs> can this there ever be easy? Can this ever be easy? I'm like afraid to talk. I'm going to hear myself talking back. No, this should be good. Okay. Apologies. All right, no problem. So the uh, there's a, a questionable conspiracy going on. We, we've talked before about how Jason Somerville, who has the, the number one poker show, according to Bluff Magazine, this run-it-up show, it just, it's just so popular. And it blows this show away as far as ratings go. You know, I, I get my thousand listeners a week, but apparently that's, that's just dwarfed by Jason Somerville. I don't know how many he gets, but more than me. But that's okay. I, I don't resent him for that. I'm not jealous. I'm a little bit jealous. But Jason Somerville also happens to be gay. But again, that doesn't affect how I feel. Um, I'd actually much rather he was straight and I was gay and I had the better show. But uh, apparently uh, he has the more popular show. But... Um, we have a few gay listeners to this show, and I'm happy to have them. I'm happy to have any listener, no matter what color you are, what sexual preference you are, what how old you are. doesn't matter. 
But uh, there's a social group that mainly meets on Skype that calls itself Rainbow Flops. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's really the name of the social group. And uh, it's, I know that the either the head of that group or someone very involved in it is or was a frequent listener to this show. And I know this because I met him last year at the World Series. Uh, but I'm hearing a rumor that someone in Rainbow Flops hates me and this show. And in fact, they are pushing people in Rainbow Flops to not be involved in any way, shape, or form in this site or to listen to this show or to post on Poker Fraud Alert that stay away because this person hates me. Someone in the gay poker social group Rainbow Flops does not like me. I'm not saying the whole group doesn't. I'm saying I heard one person does not and really feel strongly about it. I have no idea who it is. So we'll talk about that and how it looks like we lost a longtime listener and forum poster because of that. Yeah, so... uh, Somehow I'm involved in some kind of drama in the gay community. I'm not sure how, but it's, it's happened. So that's the agenda tonight, and uh, we may or may not have Brandon call in. Let's see here. Uh, take a look at the chat before we get started. Uh, Zap the Fractions Giraffe, who's also known as Wiz, he's been around for a long time. He says, Poker Fraud Alert is the gayest poker forum online. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They should love me. They should love this forum. Kevmath says maybe he'll come on to talk about the Colossus thing. I'll be, it'd be great to have him on here. I don't think we've ever had Kevmath as a caller. If we have, I we may have once. I don't remember. I know he comes in chat a lot. I know this year he's going to make sure not to snub me in the hallways. But uh, I don't know if he's ever called here before. But uh, if he wants to call in during the Colossus segment, I'll be glad to have him because uh, I'll give you a spoiler here. I don't really know the answer, and I'm sure Kev Math knows better than me. So I'm go- I was just going to speculate on things about the confusion. But uh, Kev Math is like an encyclopedia with all those things. All right, so let's get started with the Poker Stars thing, and then we'll do the uh, the whole thing about the Colossus. We'll go to that next, just so just in case Kev Math has somewhere to go or something to do, and I think he's in Atlanta, so don't want to get too late for Kev Math. So, Poker Stars is very well respected when it comes to stopping cheaters. If you cheat on Poker Stars, you're going to get caught. That's pretty certain. You may get away with it once or twice, but if you routinely cheat on Poker Stars, they will eventually catch you. They have a very good security department. Somehow they were very poor at preventing uh, those uh, hacked accounts and, you know, to. The thing we talked about a few weeks ago with the uh, the funds being withdrawn and all that, but uh, typically they're very good, especially with poker play itself. It's very hard to collude, very hard to bot on there, very hard to do anything that's against their terms of service with the poker play for any length of time before they catch you and put the hammer down on you. And the way they put the hammer down is they ban you and they take all your money and redistribute it to those that uh, you beat at the poker table, so... Uh, and poker stars, crime really does not pay. And that that's all good. I'm giving them big thumbs up for that. But uh, something that hadn't really been tested up until now was the definition of what a bot is. Now, most of you probably know a bot is an an automated program that performs some kind of action over a computer. In the terms of poker, 
a bot is an automated player. It's a non-human poker player that can play poker by itself without your help. And in fact, in many cases, the bot will be better than you are because the bot has perfect memory. The bot can make very, very complex complication, uh, calculations on the fly, which you cannot do. A bot has no emotion. If it takes three bad beats in a row, it doesn't go on tilt. It doesn't get frustrated. It doesn't ever get tired. So bots are very difficult to play against. But what is a bot? I described in general what a bot is, but if you take some aspects of a bot away, is it still a bot? So for example, if a computer program is advising you on how to play, but you're actually the one physically clicking the buttons on PokerStars to play, is that a bot? Or is that just a program assisting you to play poker that should be allowed? Because there's plenty of programs you can run in the background that PokerStars allows and many other sites allow to assist you in playing. So is this something that should be disallowed? Or is it something that is okay as long as it's not running by itself? So this has come up recently because an individual on PokerStars known as Skier5 wrote a program for Heads Up Sit and Goes. And it's a program that attempts to help the player play optimal poker in these Heads Up Sit and Goes, what's known as a Game Theory Optimal, GTO. And uh, this person has distributed this program to a few friends of his. It's not available for purchase. You can't get it for free. It's pretty much if Skier 5 wants to give it to you. And supposedly, he's taking a percentage of your profits if he gives it to you. That's already shady right there. But what is he giving? What is this program? Before I get into what that program is, uh, just to describe quickly for those of you that are not really familiar with what's a heads-up sit-and-go, it's basically a two-man poker tournament. You sit at a table, another person sits, and you play in tournament format against that person, and whoever ends up with all the chips wins, and whoever ends up with no chips loses. Very simple. The stack sizes are very easy to calculate because uh, you both start with the same stack, obviously, and then whatever you have is, you know, it's what your opponent doesn't. So if, you, uh, if there's 5,000 chips on the table, if you have 7,000, your opponent obviously has 3,000. So those are heads-up, sit-and-goes, and they're a lot easier for computers to figure out optimal plays because uh, there's a lot less information you have to worry about. There's only two players at the table. Uh, there's obviously only two positions, which is the small blind and the big blind, or the button and the big blind. And because it's, it's a tournament format, uh, it's really just uh, figuring out the right time to make moves and the right time to, to fold and get away from your hand. That's, I'm not saying these are easy, and there's some people who are really, really excellent heads-up sit-and-go players that would kill me if I tried to play them because I, I have no experience in these. But uh, it is something that can be solved with mathematics, which, of course, computers are very good at doing. So the Skier 5 wrote a program for heads-up sit-and-goes, and in heads-up sit-and-goes, the most important action occurs pre-flop especially as it gets later and the blinds rise. So uh, this is 
mostly a pre-flop advisor program. And uh, someone brought up the fact, someone uh, realized that uh, a few players very quickly rose through the ranks of poker stars, players who before were, were not very good and were never winning and were not uh, profitable players, were suddenly beating the games they were playing and then rapidly ascending limits and beating tougher and tougher players on the way up. So how, how did these players just miraculously get better so quickly? And how come when analyzing how these players play, they all seem to play the exact same way. So, of course, it doesn't take a genius to realize it's probably a bot That's they're all running. The players in question here, and this is just uh, three of the people, that apparently there's others. The players in question on PokerStars are All-In Girl 777, Freach Dog, and Skier 5 himself. And it was seen that the three of them have almost identical stats, especially pre-flop. And they they rose through the ranks really, really quickly. And, and very abruptly, their results on PokerStars changed. Now, normally you would think, okay, well, they're running a bot, reported to PokerStars, PokerStars will catch it like they always do, and they will close those accounts, and that'll be that, and they'll return the money that was won, and uh, everybody's happy. Except that's not what happened. Shockingly, PokerStars said that this software was okay and within their terms of service. Yeah. So how did they come to that conclusion? How is it okay to run a bot like that? Well, they determined that the player is ultimately making the decisions, that the bots are not pressing any buttons. So the software is only advice and therefore not a bot. However, people wonder, well, wait a minute, that's, that's very, very, <laughs> that's, that's really stupid. Because uh, the the point of having a bot is not to press buttons for you. Anyone could press buttons. You, you could teach an eight-year-old to press the buttons the way a computer tells them to. The important part of a bot is to make the right decisions, decisions that it's better at making than you are. So if the bot's making all the decisions, all you're doing is pressing the buttons, how could PokerStars possibly allow this? And at the time, I believed that the reason that this was allowed was simply because of the buttons. That just seemed absurd. Well, it turned out there was more to the story. It turns out that this was allowed uh, because uh, what it actually does for you is not specifically advised against in the terms of service. There's some gray area, but it's not uh, specifically said that you cannot do what this is, what this does. Basically, this is something that gives you advice only pre-flop, and it does not read anything on the screen. It doesn't look at your opponent. It knows nothing of your opponent. It knows nothing of you. You actually give it voice commands, of all things, of what you have, what your stack size is, and what position you're in. And then it will tell you the right thing to do. So it is giving you advice, but it doesn't know anything about your opponent. It hasn't watched how the game has gone so far. And uh, uh, so it's been compared to a chart. In the early days of Limit Hold'em, the way you would teach people how to play Limit Hold'em, of course, this is no limit, but in Limit Hold'em, the way you would teach people is you'd give them a chart. And the chart would have things like uh, pocket jacks, pocket queens, pocket kings, pocket aces. And and the chart says, always raise these. If it comes to you, raise, always re-raise. 
then for uh, pocket tens, pocket nines, it would it would say you know, usually re-raise these. But if there's a raise from early position, you know either call or fold, and we have all these different uh, things, and all the way down to things like seven deuce offsuit, which tells you to fold every single time you get it, no matter what, unless you're in the big blind and get it for free. So uh, th- this chart would give you general advice like that. And you were allowed to take charts like this. I'm talking about like paper charts now. You were allowed to take these charts to your local limit hold'em game and play. And it was not against the rules. You could, of course, have it sitting next to you while you're playing uh, online if you wanted. Uh, Why is this allowed? Because it's very basic advice for beginners. It's not going to make you an expert limit hold'em player to follow this thing. So, I mean, truthfully, if people followed this, uh, a lot of fish would get a lot better if they just followed that and did nothing else. But... Someone just following that chart would get crushed in a game full of good players because there's a lot more to limit hold'em than just uh, those simple pieces of advice. So uh, similarly here, they claim that this program is kind of like the same thing. It's kind of like a chart where you say what you have and how many chips you have, and it just tells you the right move to make. So rather than go into this further with you know description from me and descriptions with poker, what PokerStars said, I'm going to let someone else do the work for me. Handicap me, take it away. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I was just like, <laughs> about that. <laughs> no, uh, the work was already done for me yesterday. The 2 plus 2 poker cast, who always beats me to every single story, every single damn story they, they covered before me somehow. They just, this is why they're ranked ahead of me. This is why they were number two and I'm number four in the, in the bluff poll. But uh, the 2 plus 2 poker cast, and I have kind of a weird relationship with the 2 plus 2 poker cast because... The owner of 2 Plus 2, Mason Malmuth, hates me. And he, in fact, I'm banned from 2 Plus 2 for very flimsy reasons. Yet the main host of the 2 Plus 2 poker cast, Adam Schwartz, is a very regular listener of this show. And he seems to like me personally as well. So uh, the 2 Plus 2 poker cast, it's a weird situation where the host of it likes me and listens to this show, but the owner of it hates me. And, and won't even let me on 2 plus 2. But uh, the 2 plus 2 poker cast is a, a very polished show. Uh, they recorded on Tuesday, like like we usually do. Tonight's Wednesday. That's why it's uh, a day later and, and I have access to this. But usually we're on Tuesday. Uh, and they record theirs on Tuesday and they release it later. It's not a live show. Uh, you can't call into it unless they – you're like a pre uh, – unless you're a guest who's been invited beforehand. So their show sounds a lot more polished than ours. Their show sounds like it's one smooth show. And this show does not. This show we produce during the show. This show has all kinds of little technical fails. We, I have to wait for a second while the co-host turns off an echo. I, I, I have issues where I'll forget to pay the bill for Skype and I've got to pay that so people can even call the show. Uh, things like that. I, that happens on this show. All kinds of fails happen on this show. The 2 Plus 2 Poker Cast does not have these because they're pre-recorded and they actually have a show engineer who goes through it and edits out all the fail and makes it sound good. So, the 2 Plus 2 Poker Cast, for whatever reason, decided that they want to be a little bit more like Poker Fraud Alert. Yeah. They decided they don't want to be clean. They don't want to be... Smooth. They don't want to be flawless. What they want is to have a lot of fail, and they want to have it a lot. They want you to see all the weird stuff that happens behind the scenes. 
that you know, don't normally get to hear. So what they're actually doing now is they're broadcasting on Twitch live. So you can actually watch them doing the show live. And, of course, listen while you watch. The watching part's not that interesting. You're just watching like an overhead camera on Adam Schwartz and Terrence Chan and one other guy in there. And and you're watching when they take breaks, like, you know, talking between each other about th- the way things are going or any kind of technical problems with the sound. And uh, sometimes they'll do little things over so it makes a, a smooth transition if they have to fix something. You'll see all of that. If you think this show sounds like a mess, you should watch the 2 Plus 2 Twitch feed, which is unedited 2 Plus 2. It made me feel better watching that thing. <laughs> it was actually got a funny parts of it. I never heard it like that before. So if you don't want to hear it that way, then you can listen the next day when they put it in the podcast format, and then you get to hear the normal edited show that, that sounds so good. So you, you can watch either way, which is kind of interesting. So yesterday they had on Poker Stars Steve, who's an employee of Poker Stars, to discuss this particular situation. And I'm going to play portions of that on this show. Did I get Mason Malmuth's position? Permission? No, I did not. Um, will he be mad if he finds out? He might. Uh, might I get a letter from his lawyers or might I get sued like Dutch Void? Very possibly. And might he be at the cage to collect from me if I cash big in a World Series of Poker event if he does sue me and beats me in court? Very possible as well. But because of my dedication to this program, I'm going to do it anyway. Out of boy. Yeah. Thank you, Handy. I think that's the first thing Handicap Me said, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to listen more. Okay, I'll no, that's when, no, no, no problem. No problem. I'm just messing around. I'm, 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 believe me, I'm glad to have someone here with me to hold my hand during the show, and especially if I want to take a break or whatever. So anyway, let me, I'm going to play. We're going to both take a break here because I'm going to play portions. And don't worry, people, if you want to hear more of me talking about this than the 2 plus 2 poker cast talking about this. I'm only going to play little snippets and then pause them and talk about it. But I think it's better to play these and you can hear poker star Steve talking about it than uh, than for me to describe the whole thing and describe what he said. Let's just hear the guy. Now I want to give you a warning that the sound quality is not the best on poker Steve's end. Poker star Steve's end. And that's just uh, they had a bad connection with him over Skype. So it's not this show. If you hear like cutouts, don't try to adjust anything that's actually on the end of the show I'm going to play. So I'm actually going to take a show of poor sound quality and play it on this show and then blame it on them. So before we get going with that, I'm going to play you just a little bit. You know what? I'll, I'll do that later. I was going to play some of the funny conversation they had in between. But I'll just start with PokerStar Steve. This is PokerStar Steve talking about how Skier 5 actually submitted the software for their review before he started to use it. So he was so worried about getting banned there that he wanted PokerStars thumbs up before he would even use the software that he wrote. Well, we, without giving any user IDs out or talking about any specific players, I can say that we recently had submitted to us by a player uh, their software for review. Uh, which, which is quite common, actually. People have a pretty good understanding that when they do something that's new, it's appropriate to let us look at it and see what's going on. Uh, people who have a use for, 
for groundbreaking software tend to play a lot of poker and really high, highly value their the status of their account on PokerStars so, being so sorry, open. They actually sent you, so they tend to they actually send they you, tend to check first. They, they yeah. actually send you like the executable or the, or the source code for that program or that, that's uh, Terrence Chan by the way asking that question. Source code or just the executable, but they they, they actually uh, send you the program to, to look at. Yeah, absolutely, or, or yes, a basic, yes. So we took a look at it and evaluated it based on our current rules and determined that it doesn't doesn't break. I mean, there's just a couple areas you could argue, but the determination of our experts who enforce our existing policy determined that there wasn't anything that was a violation of our, of our policy by what I would call majority decision, you know, uh, of the people involved. So that was the decision was made, and, and, and that's out there, and I think we've, we announced that in the, in the 2 plus 2 thread. So it's interesting. Skier 5 submitted it, and then they really looked at the program carefully and said, yeah, that's close, but yeah, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll let them use it. So they decided that you know, looking at their terms of service, that it did not violate them. It came close, but it didn't quite violate them, so they gave the guy the stamp of approval to use it. So that's the case. Now, there's a second part of it, which is, okay, now that we know that somebody's going to make this software underneath our current policy, hmm, uh, should that be our policy? <laughs> or does it need to be looked at again? And- yeah, exactly. So that's the problem. The problem is when you have these uh, policies which are too specific and – make it to where if people dance around them, it's allowed and people can break the spirit of the policy. Their whole point of the policy is to prevent automated programs from playing poker against humans. And if you guys at Poker Stars see anything that is breaking the spirit of that, you should say, screw our terms of service. We have a right to change that at any time. You could just instantly change your terms of service and say, hey, you're trying to dance around this. You're trying to get around this. We see what you're trying to do here. We don't want this. This is exactly what we don't want on this site. And from now on, you can't do it. And here's a new rule. And poker stars can do that because they're an unregulated site. That's one good thing about being in an unregulated site is you could just change the rules. And in this case, it's a good thing because you see someone trying to take advantage of other players and use bots or automated assistance programs to uh, have an unfair advantage over other players who are just playing with their mind, with their human mind. And uh, and poker stars are trying to preserve the integrity of the game. I don't know anyone who would say. PokerStars, you're being too hard on the skier five guy. You should let him run his little bot here. You should let him run his uh, assistance programs so uh, so he can have an unfair advantage over everyone else in the game. How dare you, PokerStars, change your terms to stop him from doing that? Hey, Pat? Yeah. So can I interject really quick? Yeah, go um, ahead. Go ahead. We'll play devil's advocate here. So it's... My understanding from what I've heard and what you've said so far is that the bot, uh, the bot program itself is not so much a bot, but it gives you the quote-unquote best strategy preflop based on your hand and based on where the blinds are. Is this correct? And your stack size. Yes, okay, and your stack size. So in theory, though, wouldn't – and you kind of brought this up before with the with – the, with the, limit hold'em cheap, but in theory, when you go to a blackjack table, and I know you're a card counter, so I'm sure you've seen this before, is when you go to a blackjack table, 
and you see uh, grandma or old man pull out a card that says, oh, you're supposed to hit when you're 14 and the other showing the 10. Isn't that essentially the same thing, just with slightly more information? No, because I'll tell you why I don't agree. Grant, tell me. Uh, I wouldn't need a program to tell me this is the optimal strategy. I can actually build something in Excel, and it's not a program. It's just a simple equation that says, here's my hand, here's my stack size. What is my optimal move to do? Which is essentially what this program is doing, but it's doing it in a quicker way. Which, if casinos don't see that blackjack card as cheating, I I just see it as you have an, an individual who found a way to make his own exceptional blackjack card, and it's working. Well, I can tell you this. If you made your Excel spreadsheet, it would not be anywhere near as good as this. This is a, a complicated piece of software that... Um tries to come close to optimal game theory with, with a, at least pre-flop. And uh, that takes a lot more than a, a spreadsheet. So uh, what I'm, the problem here is that how, what can you define as a chart? You can definitely define a chart as a piece of paper that uh, something you could print out and have next to you. That's definitely a chart. But what about a program that looks up from a gigantic table? Is that really a chart? Or what about a program that makes calculations and then gives you uh, gives you the answer. What if it's looking for at a table that's millions or billions of records long? And that's the problem with it is that uh, then it is no longer a chart, in my opinion. If the chart is going to take up eighteen football fields to print out, uh, then then it's not a chart anymore. Then it becomes uh, uh, an assistance tool that's telling you how to play poker. Uh, it also does some other things, which we'll get to uh, in, later in this as I'm playing this uh, two plus two poker cast. But uh, this is my problem is I, I just, you're not going to stop people from pulling out a calculator or an Excel spreadsheet to try to figure out, uh, calculate things while they're playing that they may not be able to do in their head online that you, know, you can't stop that. But anything that it makes a lot of complicated decisions and calculations that would be very difficult for a human to do on the fly, that type of thing should not be available. And it should just be a, a blanket policy not allowing things like this, but we'll go. We'll go on with this uh, as they're describing. Sure. The, the, sure. The, how they're thinking about maybe changing this policy. We are looking at that. I, I spent an hour on the phone today, uh, t- talking with uh, the appropriate folks, and we have another call scheduled for tomorrow. Um, I, first thing I think to cover that people are most interested in is you know, the software that was submitted to us. Yeah, what does it do? So I haven't evaluated it personally, but I've talked in great length with the people who, uh, the people who, who did do the evaluation, and it basically does uh, what I would call. Th- Before we get to that, uh, now he's going to describe what the software does, and this is the first time we've had a picture of what the software does, because before it was just all speculation, because the guy who wrote it, Skier Five, was not exactly forthcoming. When uh, he did post on 2 plus 2 regarding this, but he gave a very evasive response. Uh, he said, I have a few things to say. This is gear 5. One, there's no automated decision software. Two, poker is a competitive game, so I'm sure you all will understand my unwillingness to go into further detail or address specific points of the accusations. 
three, as mentioned in the article, PokerStars did a thorough investigation and found it to be within the terms of service. And, and then he goes on to bash the guy who wrote the initial article about the situation at com. guy named Ryan. He bashes him. So he starts attacking the uh, the messenger and the guy who brought this to everyone's attention. Uh, then he quotes the PokerStars terms of service and claims that this terms of service is only about data, data mining and not what he's doing, which is true. The, the part he quoted is about data mining, but that's not the relevant part, which is kind of foolish to be quoting that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's like if I, uh, if I'm caught speeding and, uh, the officer pulls me over and says, Hey, you're going 85 and a 65. And I said, yeah, but I wasn't publicly urinating. So, uh, I, I don't know why you're, you're pulling me over. Like, I mean, one has nothing to do with the other. So, anyways, Skierfy was very, very evasive describing the software. He wouldn't even describe it in the most general terms. He just said it's not automated decision software. That's all he would say. He wouldn't describe what it is. He wouldn't describe why it's why it isn't making decisions based upon the running game. So, I, I felt, hey, if there's an easy defense to these charges against him, he would have given them in the thread and ended the controversy immediately. But he didn't, which made it look like he had something to hide. So this is the first time we get to hear, and this was yesterday on the 2 Plus 2 PokerCast, who once again scooped us. Uh, they get to hear for the first time, and now you get to hear probably for the first time, if uh, what this program does. Three things, right? Uh, it does three things. So the first thing that it does is it it, um, it serves up tables of pre-flop actions, basically like uh, something equivalent to like a, a, a Nash chart or something like that for, for push, not, not a pure push-fold chart because it's deeper than that, but just recommended... Uh, Recommended actions, right? Okay. Uh, but but it's not dynamic based on what's going on. You can it's 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 voice activated, so you can say something like Queen Five suited fifteen effective big blinds, and then it'll show on the screen the portion of the chart that refers to what you should do there. It's not opponent specific, um, and it doesn't tell you what to do. But it's just like having a how should we say it a You know, that the engineer for that show is going to have uh, – he's going to really be earning his money on this one. I mean, he's <laughs> this is going to take a lot of work to sound good. But anyway, he started to cut out there. But you get the point. Uh, what it does is it's actually voice activated for whatever reason. Maybe that's easiest to do for the user. But you say, Queen 5 suited, 15 effective big blinds. And then what it does is it brings up a chart of – what you will be doing. So it says, well, if you're in the small blind and you're opening, you do this. If you're in the big blind and you're opening, you do this. Or, you know, or sorry, the big blind and, and the other guy opens, do this. And if they, uh, and if they, you get three bet, then you do this. Like, so it has a chart, which now is pretty easy to read because you only are looking at the part of the chart, which is queen five suited, 15 effective big blind. So can you imagine how gigantic this chart would be if you had to have every single situation up there about what to do with each hand and in each stack size? So that's what I mean by like a ridiculously gigantic chart uh, condensed down into computer format where you can jump to the place to go. And that's where I think it no longer becomes a chart. And, like pretty much anything could be said to be a chart. A limit hold'em, which some people believe has been solved heads up by a computer. That's also a mathematical game. 
you could say that the solution to that is a chart of, of a gigantic, gigantic chart. In each possible situation, what do you do? So the, you know they could have a, a super gigantic chart of, well, when you have pocket twos in the big blind, and your opponent raises before the flop, uh, then you do this, and if it's if you uh, if you three bet and he four bets, then you do that. Like you, you could have a chart for each possible situation with pocket twos in the big blind on every street. This could all fit into a chart. And solve the limit hold them that way. So I, that's why I don't buy this whole thing of, oh, it's just a chart. It's just bringing you to the right section of the chart to look at. It's just uh, taking a paper that would be too big to fit in your house and now puts it in a computer format. So that's what he's explaining it does. And they've never had anything like this before. So they've never dealt with this particular question of, is it okay to have something like this? So the, uh, from this point, after the sound gets a little bit better, and by the way, I'll let you listen to a little bit of <laughs> what what they're doing here. Listen to the, this is the behind the scenes of the two plus two poker cast. I'm I'm playing this Adam, by the way. Uh, so everybody who listens to your show knows that you have just as much fail as I do. But you guys edit it out, and I'm too lazy to do that. I don't I don't have the budget you guys do. To file right like a, a pre flop play chart, and oh, I guess it allows he's back, you to search by voice. He'll disappear. So it doesn't actually hook into the table itself in any way, right? Uh, it's all voice activated. So that's the first thing that it does. It's it's only. And he's gone. Steve, can we call you back on audio? Hang on, Steve. Then the second Steve, thing wait, that it second. does. Uh, by the way, we're, yeah. We're just gonna call you back on audio. It's really lagging with the video, so uh, Ross is just gonna drop the audio. They were on video for the Twitch broadcast. So they, they told Steve, we're going to call you back on just audio. The video is not working well. So hey, they... Steve. Hey, guys. Hey, okay. Sorry about that. We were lagging pretty bad. Okay. So uh, if you could just pick up off of the start of your... Yeah, so you said uh, that's the first thing that it does. You talked uh, about uh, the voice activated and uh, maybe pick up uh, pick up right there. So pick up right there. They're going to edit all this part out, and it sounds like none of this ever happened. So I, I wish my... Sh- I got to hire that same guy who they have to edit this show this way. So none of this fail is ever heard by you guys but i i'm not going to do that you guys can hear everything you can hear all the all the warts and blemishes of this show and uh, just to add some more potential blemishes i'm going to put on china maniac who wants to be the third co-host here we've had him as a co-host before but not in a while nope maybe not it says call failed all righty try one more time oh call back china well, I, i'm calling him but uh yeah he <laughs> See, this part would be edited. I'd say, okay, well, let's pick up from the point when I said, let's put on China Maniac. And then he'd just go, hello, be here. That would be the two plus two way of things. China Maniac, hello. All righty. China? We can't hear anything. I, message me when you get your mic working, whatever. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on here. So then they go on to describe... Two other things that the software does. You already heard the main function of it, but there's two kind of side functions which are also helpful. Okay, so that's the first thing that it does is uh, pulls up uh, that information, which is, as I said, it's just like a, a chart of play that's not situation dependent. It's just like uh, it just like old school. You know, you used to have the plans to limit hold them, raise group one hands, early position type of thing, only, of course, it's far more detailed, and, and some of the actions are, 
um, include things like 70% of the time, you know, raise, 20% call, and 10% fold or something like that. Although that may not be a particularly likely split pre-flop, but you get it. It's sometimes it's, it's a split of actions. One percent you do this, other percent you do that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is slightly related, which I'm not even sure it's the same software, but I think it's used in conjunction. Which is there's a HUD that displays a random number from I don't know if it's zero to ninety-nine or one to a hundred. Presumably it's one to a hundred, right? And it updates from time to time or relatively quickly, periodically on the table. So basically, if you're looking at this chart and it's saying, you know, for this hand and this situation, you should 70% of the time raise and 30% of the time fold, then you can look at the number on your screen, right? And if it's 70 or below, then you raise. And if it's 71 or higher, then you fold. So it basically facilitates the randomization for you. So can you believe this? It's actually picking random numbers for you so you don't even have to randomize your own play. It's actually, instead of just saying, hey, do this 70% of the time, do that 30%, just in case you're not really remembering if you've done this 70% of the time, you've done it more or less, you don't know what to do, uh, it will give you a random number so you know, okay, well, the number's less than 30, so I'll go with the 30% advice, and if it's more than 30, if it's 31 to 100, then I'll go with the 70% advice. So it's, it's not only giving you advice on what to do pre-flop, on the parts where they're marginal, where it's telling you to do this a certain percent, do that a certain percent, just to throw off your opponent, uh, it's actually picking the random numbers for you and deciding for you so you know to do that the proper percentage of the time. So it's, it's really leaving nothing to chance. You really are just becoming a button clicker. So uh, that's, to me, even though anyone can write a simple random number generator, and I don't think that should be disallowed to run in the background, but uh, um, that's crazy. <laughs> they have that too. That's just really showing how automated they're trying to make this, where the player is making very few decisions. We'll try China Maniac one more time. He said that uh, he was plugging in his headset when we called him last. Hello. Uh, China Maniac, hello. So you're a little bit soft. If you could uh, turn yourself up. I can't turn you up or else Sorry. handicap cap me will be too loud. All right. Can you hey, hear John. me now? Can you hear me now? You're a little soft still. Hello. Hello. All right. Well, that that's to, better. Yeah, that's better. Okay. So, uh, so trying to maniac. Have you heard this discussion so far? Yeah, I've been listening to some of it. Yeah. So, what's what's your impression of this whole thing? Uh, do you think this thing should be allowed or not allowed on PokerStars? Uh, I think I think they've taken the right course of action, and I think eventually they're going to ban it. But I'm all for banning all software, HUD, everything. So. That's where I stand. But I think eventually they're going to take a look at this, rewrite their rules, and ban it. Kind of like what um, the NFL is going to do with the Patriots footballs eventually. You know? <laughs> they're going to have to. You know. Yeah, and, and China Maniac, he's in the Boston area, so he knows all about that. Yeah. So that's what I, that, I think is going to wind up happening. But um, it seems like it's maybe going a little bit over the line, you know, because. I I think it's going a lot. I mean, I, I really don't like this situation because it's, this is showing you how automated it's trying to be where it's actually selecting random numbers for you. It's really trying to make it so a person who knows very little about poker could be trained to play with how this tells you to play. And, and you don't have to know much about strategy. And I think that's once you can play without really understanding poker strategy very well and still play a winning game, uh, then we've got a problem. So. Yeah. I mean, more more or less, I think I, it is. It's pretty much a bot. You know, yeah. I mean, you're just doing the controls. I mean, 
I've, I actually experimented a little bit with those hyper heads up sit and goes. And I just had like a Nash full chart for when I got under a certain certain amount of big blinds or whatever. But uh, I mean, I'm hearing some noise that like like uh, almost sounds like you're playing ping pong in the background. What is it? Like boom, 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 boom. What is that? Do you know? I heard that too. Now it went away. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, I had a chart for that stuff, and it's really like the chart's one thing, but this thing just sounds like it's just taking it to like the like as far as you can go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not just a chart saying like put, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems like it's a little too advanced. It's doing everything for you. It's really doing all the yeah. thinking for you, even the randomization. And now listen to this last part of what it does. Um, the third thing that it that it does is not related to the hand. It, it's in action at the moment. It actually uh, is relates to hands that are already complete, and it looks at. Uh, the hand you've just played after the hand history is written to the hard drive, it analyzes it based on some evaluation of play of the entire hand, not just pre-flop, right? The, the other stuff I've been talking about is exclusively pre-flop play. But in this case, it looks at the entire play of the hand, and if whatever algorithm or intelligence is evaluating it decides that you made a mistake, it tells you what it would have done differently. Wow. So now this is not during the hand. The hand's already over by that point. But since you're playing yourself post-flop, it's like, oh, no, I, I can't let the guy – I can't let him fly solo post-flop because what if this player is follows all my advice pre-flop and is great but, but mangles at big-time post-flop? I've got to let them know. So you also have like a little poker coach watching in real time. And the second the hand's over, it's like, uh-uh-uh, you messed this up. This is the optimal way to have played it. So it, it teaches you then, based upon the hands you just played – what you should be doing better next time, which by itself would be okay. But again, they're trying as hard as they can with this software to where you have to know as little as possible to be a winning player, to where it's really uh, for part of the most important part, the pre-flop, it's guiding you all the way. Random Randomization, it's making sure you randomize your hands properly, guides you that way. And as far as post-flop, it, uh, it'll let you know when you screwed up so you don't make the same mistake next time. So I, I think that's uh, it. Really Pretty is overlined. Yeah, I mean it's it really is very close to a bot. Someone called it a semi bot, which I think is a, a good description of it. So that's what's going on with with this thing, and I, I just don't think this should be allowed. If you just think of the people playing against these players using this piece of software who right. are not aware it exists, uh, I'm not even talking about fish. Like just okay players who go sit down and give it a shot. I mean. Uh, they're going to have very little chance against something like this. So then, and, and indeed, these players who uh, who've been using it vastly changed their win rate by using it. So this isn't just oh, maybe it helps them a tiny bit, but it's not going to have a big effect. It had a huge effect on these players who uh, were not winning before and now can win with it. So now at uh, here's the discussion from Poker Stars about the terms and conditions and how they're thinking of updating it. In light of all the controversy, now I'll give PokerStars credit for at least well, I... uh, for at least considering all this. They they could just sweep it under the rug and say, "F you, we're not talking about it. We've made our decision." At least they are addressing it. But uh, I, I just can't believe they allowed this in the first place. I'm I'm surprised that PokerStars thought this was okay. But here, here it's, it's gonna here's the discussion about what they're thinking of changing. <laughs> 
Well, there's a couple different ways of looking at it. First off, uh, the upper over this one, I, from most of the people, I think is much less centered on recreational players and way more centered on on professionals. Uh, but 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 uh, but yeah, I, I uh, obviously the this software is concerning to us to the extent that we're having conversations and we haven't changed the terms and conditions as far as what's allowed, our guidance was allowed on these tools and services in years to my knowledge and I would I would know I would think so unless I'm just completely forgetting something that I approved myself <laughs> we haven't changed it in a very long time so it's a very serious thing and we obviously are are you know are somewhat moved by the existence of the software to be having conversations about about changing that so yeah it, it, it's concerning um in addition you know well, we, we want poker to be a game people that are, are playing with decisions, not just, you know, looking at tables and pushing buttons based on them. I mean, it's fine if you want to do that. If your your table is very rudimentary and there's no chance of success, we want poker to be a game of, you know, human beings exercising judgment, right? Uh, not not pushing buttons based on their stuff, based on, you know, predefined strategies. So to the extent that that's going on and being successful at high stakes to some extent, now obviously it's not advising post-flop play uh, like that, it's it's troubling. So uh, it's very challenging to create to create the rules, you know, and, and even when you, when you look at the software and say, okay, let's say that it makes us uncomfortable and it's not what we want, so let's talk about what we could do with the rules to make it so this wouldn't fall underneath them. And then you start going down the list of existing software and trying to apply those potential rules to all the existing software and saying, well, hmm, that would catch this piece of software there and that would catch this piece of software there. So there would be problems there. And not in every case necessarily are we are, are all these prohibitions things that we think are really needed or appropriate, right? Some of them, by, because of the way we worded this to catch out this software, um, we're, we're eliminating features from other software, this is really a problem. So, so what they're trying to say here is uh, we don't love the fact that this thing exists, but we're afraid if we make this against our terms that we will end up making other software against our terms, which we don't think is harmful. So we're, we're going to be making people have to drop software assistance packages that are okay. Now, China Maniac brought up, hey, maybe they shouldn't allow any of these assistance programs in the background to run. I'd be totally fine with that. I think, uh, I, I think it is unfair that people run those things. And uh, you know, you may not like that idea if you're a grinder and want to extract the max profit. But but the truth is, it is unfair that you have access to data that uh, you know, especially during the hands or about specific players that uh, the other players don't have. It's one thing if you practice a lot of poker and get good at it and and beat players because you're a better player. That's totally fair. Uh, what isn't really so fair is if you have access to data about these players and what their tendencies are and everything like that that they don't have about you. So especially if you have programs advising you what moves to make, that's, that's really bad. So here, here's what I don't agree with, though, what he said. I agree with most of what he just said about how they don't want it to be a game of just pressing buttons that a computer tells you to press, that it wants to be – they want it to be a game of strategy that you develop yourself, that you make your moves based upon what you think is the right thing to do, not what a computer tells you to do. And that's right, and I'm, it's, it kind of sounds like, as China Maniac said, they're, they're going toward the making this – but unavailable, uh, making it something that is not uh, acceptable by their terms. They haven't done it yet, but uh, they can easily change their terms to where they cover something like this, but don't 
make other packages uh, against their terms. And, and all they have to say is that any software, any third-party software, which provides any kind of advice based upon any data gathered in any way, whether it's from looking at the screen or manually entered or spoken by the user, is against their terms. That you just you cannot use any software of any kind to provide you advice or to or, or to bring a table up to you of advice. That uh, if you want to have a printout in front of you that's just general advice that uh, is just there on the screen, that uh, uh, that's fine. But uh, no, nothing where you can take uh, where, where you can, where it does any kind of calculations. Or, or to where it, uh, it it's giving you any kind of advice, only, only uh, just a, a general thing that that would uh, you know that you could print out, and and that should okay. be it. And I think that would that would uh, solve this as far as advice is concerned. If, that, all they have to do is, is prevent third party programs from giving you advice or from pre- presenting a table to you of advice. And if you say, well, what what if I want a table on how to play hands? Okay, if you can print one out and not have it on your screen, you can use it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say before, before you even played that snippet, because in that big thread on 2 plus 2, one of the high-stakes players, um, I think it was TC from the UB or whatever, and he just seemed like he was totally against banning something like this, but he's like a high-stakes, no-limit player. Now, I'm not saying I know that he uses any software or anything like that, but I think that if they do ban this, yeah, like they, they're probably going to have to ban some other stuff, because there's probably a lot of other stuff that not a lot of the public knows about that people are using that is pretty close to crossing the line. So I just say ban it all. I yeah, mean, and it may open the floodgates. You're right that they may, once they do this, uh, others may complain and say, okay, well, now that you ban this, how about looking again into this software package? This also isn't fair. And I think they're afraid, they're, they not so much that they want players using these things, but that they may anger loyal players that uh, they're going to have to stop using packages that have been previously said to be okay. But... Uh, I, I'm with you. I think that anything that gives the player an unfair advantage over other players should not be available, at least as, as a program you could be running interactively. Now, I'm sure someone will say, hey, if they ban this thing, all someone has to do is open up another computer, you have a second laptop sitting next to them, and, and run it on there, stars won't be able to detect it. Well, that's true, but stars will be able to detect it if you and others are using this program and you all have the same stats. That's how Stars catches things like this. So they won't catch you physically using the program. They'll catch the results of you using the program, and then they'll ban you. So the reason people like Skier 5 are, are walking the straight and narrow and actually sending these programs to PokerStars for approval is because their ability to keep their PokerStars account is very important to them. And, and once they hear, you can't use these anymore or you're going to get banned for life, most people are not going to chance it at that point. You'll have some that will, but most won't. So uh, it's a lot different to have one which you're not allowed to use and you have to chance a ban to do it and one that is allowed and gets their full blessing. I got one more thing to say. Uh, T-Buck said in the chat, he said, Yo, China, I thought you were all for bum hunting. Well, I think most winning players' goal is to play against uh, the worst competition they can find. So, yeah, I think every good poker player is a bum hunter of some sort. But I'm against... uh, any external software and any seating scripts, anything that, anything like that, that it's just, uh, I think it's just, it goes too far. Yeah, it know? does. And and not only that, yeah, yeah bum hunting is, is really just 
sitting with players that you know are worse than you, as you said, so you can make money. And that's a different story because you're not cheating or giving yourself an edge in any way. All you're doing is choosing who you're playing. And and there's no rule or law in poker and expectation that you should always be playing uh, people equivalent or better than you. If you're doing this for a living, that's that's fine to do to to be very game selective. Now, it, it, you can say it's an etiquette breach, and I know in the no limit community they they hate bum hunters. In limit, it's kind of accepted for whatever reason. It's always been accepted. No limit, uh, for some reason, it isn't. But uh, that's a different discussion for a different time. But but there's no form of cheating involved with bum hunting, or or you don't have an unfair advantage when you're bum hunting. You're just uh, very selectively playing when there's only only when there's fish in the game. But well. Let me just make, like, one thing clear, I guess. So while you have your point of saying, like, it's unfair, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this would be considered cheating. I would say it's unethical, maybe, in some circles, but to absolutely say it's cheating, I think you're stretching that term. Well, okay, I can understand that. I mean, that's, uh, that's a little... It probably is too harsh of a term for this, but uh, it is... Uh, like, like I think people running full bots, I think that's far enough to where you consider it cheating. The full, not just I'm saying ones that that fully make decisions. Uh, like if I'm playing a limit hold'em player and it's really a bot playing against me, that's cheating in the way that uh, they're putting someone up against me. Which while we're playing a fair game of poker, uh, the opponent is not fair. I believe I'm playing a human who has the same weaknesses as, as all humans do, and I don't. And I'm not. You know, I'm playing someone who uh, who is never going to get tired, never be fatigued, never go on tilt. Uh, and, and has perfect memory of everything I do, and I don't know that. So that that I consider a form of cheating. Uh, and and I've, I've also talked about on the show before about the various grades of cheating. I, I hate when people say a cheater is a cheater. That's not true. There's, there's a hierarchy of, as you said, we call unethical, all the way down to super blatant cheating, which is uh, super blatant cheating, of course, something like uh, super using, looking at people's whole cards. Uh, that's super blatant cheating. Uh, a lighter form of cheating is uh, is collusion. An even lighter form is is not direct conclu- collusion, but uh, but either soft playing or telling each other your whole cards. You know, like being on the phone with a friend at the table and saying what your whole cards are, uh, but not actually actively colluding to get people out of the hand. Uh, a lighter form of cheating than that is multi-accounting. So there's there's various grades of cheating, and I I don't like when people say oh. Cheating is cheating, but I, I think this one is on like a, like a low grade sort of cheating, if you want to call it cheating at all, more along the unethical range. But whatever it is, it should not be allowed. And I, I think at the very Wait, least, be- so just to be clear though, is that when you multi account, when you share whole cards and you see someone else's whole cards, while there they are different grades of cheating, and Obviously, it's a scam, let's say. It's still, regardless of whether it's like, oh, wow, you really screwed that. Like, regardless of whether or not it's like a Russ Hamilton versus what um, that kid did with the multi-accounting back in the day. Like, it's still, when you break it down, it's still cheating, right? Yeah, but it's just various grades of it where one's one more severe than the other. that's perfectly fine because the next topic I'm going to want, I'm going to want to bring up, I'm going to bring this up, regardless of what grade it is, cheating is cheating. Being unethical, granted it still has its grades, but being unethical is still being unethical. So 
Right don't think this per se is cheating. I will say that it's highly unethical. Um, and to start point, you know, it's yes, like granted, you know, you can't walk into a casino, have a chart at the side of a football field telling you exactly what to do um, on X, Y, Z. Like that's just, it's not going to happen. And granted, this is what these people are doing. But again, when you say, okay, this is cheating, I think that's pushing it just slightly. And I wouldn't say it's Justin Bonomo. My bad, guys. Thanks for reminding me in chat. <laughs> well, there's also, uh, what was that, a black car? What was that guy's name? Uh, he had some other screen names. The, the, the original one before even uh, Bonomo, the first one who was caught on Party Poker. I'm forgetting that guy's name. Uh, um, oh, J.J. Prodigy. J.J. Prodigy. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, though, this is, I mean, it's going to be more than likely, I think they're going to have, they're going to change it. And it'll be a violation of terms of service. And whether you want to consider that cheating or unethical, that's uh, up for interpretation. But I think that's the way they're going to go with this. We'll see, though. Because, like the guy said, it may conflict with all the other um, dream machines that people are running on their computers right now. And I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, why don't they just ban all this stuff? It'll, yeah, make, I don't the get games it it'll I... make the games healthier, and you'll have more high-stakes players battling. And if anybody does try to use any any of this software and gets caught and they get a whole lot of money confiscated, it's going to make other people think twice about right. using that software. Right. People would be very scared to do it, except for a few might still do it, but it's going to really cut down the problem. I don't get that. Like, of course, you're going to have the few that use it and they count on this to make extra money in poker. They're going to be mad and be vocal about it. But for the most part, it's it's really hard to make an argument that poker stars – is doing something wrong by banning third-party programs from being used to, to give some players an unfair edge over others. Like, like who could even argue that that's a bad thing? It, I can't see a rational argument being made that uh, people should be able to do this uh, or why it's bad to ban that sort of thing. It's it's being fair. I I always say that when you're when you've tried to figure out it with anything in life, if you got screwed or you got cheated or you got scammed or you got tricked, if what happened is different than what you expected to happen and what was presented to you was going to happen, then you were probably tricked or scammed or cheated in some way. Uh, so, meaning if... Remember if, that statement, just FYI? Yeah. Just remember that one statement that you just said, but please continue. Yeah. So, what I mean by that is that uh, if you're playing and believing you're playing a certain opponent uh, who's not what he appears to be, and I, I don't mean if a guy pretends to be a girl or something meaningless like that. I mean if you're playing uh, an opponent that you think is a human and is really a bot or, or you're, you're playing someone that you, uh, you think is a fish and, and is really you know, the best player on the site who you won't give action to or uh, if, you think, if, if you think that uh, you're playing where everybody is trying to beat each other equally and it turns out two are stopped playing each other, anything like that where you say, hey, I didn't realize this before, but you know, had I known this, I wouldn't have played um, – and I should, you know, I should have known. I should have been told this. I should. They were definitely concealing this from me, because they're trying to trick me. Then you're probably being treated unethically or being cheated. Uh, and this, of course, that's not the same thing as uh, sitting down and realizing someone's a very good player. That they don't have to announce. Hey, you know what? I'm a really good player. I've I've won uh, five hundred thousand uh, dollars in the last two years. Uh, but anything that is some kind of trickery to get you in the game to play, or to have you play under circumstances that are misleading to you. Then you are being, but it is a form of cheating and scamming. 
no matter uh, it, it may be a lighter form you can just call it unethical whatever it is it's getting someone to sit down and put their money on the line under conditions where they're be- not being made aware of the truth of the situation they're playing in and that's not right I agree fully okay good so uh, Muck Ficon asking in chat what about a guy pretending to be a girl to uh, get information from pros well, we, we had that before. We had uh, we've had that a lot of times. There was Ashley the Grinder that uh, China Maniac and I uh, dealt with, who, who actually listens to the show sometimes. By the way, so if, if you're listening, Ashley the Grinder, uh, aka Mark, uh, you're yeah, I'm happy you're listening. But uh, he doesn't do this anymore apparently. But that that is unethical too. Uh, now you can say that a guy giving out information about how he plays poker. Because he's trying to impress a girl is that's uh, his fault because he shouldn't be giving out strategy info to try to get laid. So he's you know he is knowingly giving out the info to someone that he doesn't really know very well. So if it, but yeah, yeah of course it's unethical to do that. But at the same time that's that's not quite the same as any of this stuff. So uh, there's also a bad beat slayer. I, I, I'm forgetting that story. This bad bad beat slayer. Yeah, Mr. Bad Beat Slayer did that for a long time to con online pros out of strategy. Yeah, I think I remember that. I I didn't follow that one too closely. But yeah, there's. I was always pretty amazed at these like long term female, you know, fake female accounts that tricked guys for a long time. So you would think if you meet a girl online and you really get to like her, and uh, especially if you're getting close to her and giving her poker strategy, you think at least once you'd want to get on the phone with her. Or meet in person or something You wouldn't just like talk for months and months and months To someone and get close to them And uh, never once even hear their voice Especially knowing that people Can pull these tricks it's, it's amazing people can fall for this so much uh, Kev Mathis mentioning Peachy Mer At least Peachy Mer really had a oh. vagina You know <laughs> the, the best one was Gavin Griffin Yeah <laughs> Gavin Griffin yeah, we, Unfortunately we all got to see uh, Gavin Griffin's uh, curved penis Thanks to uh, that scam that was full on him Uh <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Gavin Griffin, he fell victim to a, a nasty scam. And this really was a scam where uh, a guy pretended to be a pretty girl and got Gavin to send him over time $6,000. Uh, Gavin really liked this supposed girl. And amazingly, and Gavin even sent penis pictures, which the guy posted up. So, yes, I've seen Gavin Griffin's penis. I'm not proud of it, but I have. And uh, I th- you know, then the guy, you know, came forward with the whole story and embarrassed Gavin. And, and this is before Gavin was married or anything. So this is a, yeah, it was a long time ago, but I was amazed that you would ever send $6,000 to someone that you think is a girl you like without ever knowing it's really a girl or ever hearing her voice. Like, like a, and I, I knew a girl by the way, who scammed some poker players. Her name was Tanya. She was going, I don't remember her name on poker stars. I, unfortunately, I, I hate to, Admit this, but she she found poker stars through me. It was somebody. It was like an acquaintance of mine who knew I played poker and said, "Hey, where do you play online?" I said, uh, "Poker stars." And uh, then she was going around telling people that she was my friend, and and you know getting some trust that way. I wasn't that well known then because uh, no no one knew who I was in person. They just knew me as Dandruff and Poker Stars. No one knew my real name or what I looked like or anything. But but anyway, she scammed a, a player. Do you remember a player on Poker Stars named Premier? Yeah, yeah. she scammed Premier, who was only 18 at the time, out of his entire bankroll of $26,000. And 
and she did Noah Boken, right? No, that's not Noah. That was exclusive, but it was around the same oh, time okay. period. The same time period, though. You're 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 on the right track. Well, the names are similar. It's premier and exclusive, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, she scammed this poor kid. And the way she did it, this girl was not attractive at all, this Tanya. And I, I knew her in real life. And I, I never had any involvement with her or anything. But she sent Premier a phony picture of herself, of a pretty girl. And Premier really thought, you know, he was getting close to this girl and that they were like have a relationship. And they used to call me on three-way sometimes. And I, I, you know, I didn't ask Premier, hey, you know, have you seen her picture? Are you still attracted? Like, I was kind of surprised that he was so into her because this girl was not attractive at all. But I figured, hey, it's not my business. Like, you know, he just likes her. She did have a nice personality. I figured, you know, that's like I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Like, why would I ever say, hey, have you seen her picture? Why do you still like her? So, like, I, I, I would just talk. And so she used this, of course, to prove that she knew me. And then one day he sent me a picture and he said, hey, is this Tanya? And I was like, uh, no. He said, oh, crap. I think I just got scammed. And then he told me the whole story that over time she squeezed his entire bankroll of $26,000 out of him. And I, I just felt so bad for the kid. This is, this is more than 10 years ago, by the way. This is a, an old story. But he was only 18 at the time. And I, I was so disgusted by this. And I called up Tanya and said, did, did this really happen? And she said, well, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I have a gambling problem. You know, I, I needed a bankroll. And, you know, I just, uh, he was willing to give me money. He really liked me. So I sent him that fake picture and, you know, said a lot of things he wanted to hear. I, I was just so disgusted with this story. I, I just said, do not ever call me again. Do not ever speak to me again. Like, I, I don't want to hear from you. Don't mention my name to anyone. Like, and and then she, she didn't again. She, she didn't call me again. But I, I heard later she scammed other people in poker, not using my name because she didn't want them asking me about her. But uh, I heard she scammed other people. But I, I haven't heard much about her in like 10 years. So hopefully she, she's out of poker. But I, I, I felt bad for kind of inadvertently releasing that beast onto the poker community. Uh, but, but really it was, it was innocent. She just, she knew I was a poker player and uh, I, like I knew her through some other people and she just asked me, Hey, where do you play online? So like, what would I say? No, I'm not telling you. Like I didn't even know that when I told her that, that she was a scammer. But anyway, uh, that, that was a real girl. Like there's real girls who scam. And then of course there was the peachy situation, which Kevmath brought up and peachy was not a scammer. Peachy as far as I know, never got a dime from anyone and, and easily could have. Uh, she was like an emotional scammer where she just uh, she lied about herself and misrepresented herself uh, and sent phony pictures. Uh, but it was not for money. It was like for telephone com- and AIM companionship. It was really strange. Did she actually play at all? Or yes. Was- yes, she played. Uh, but she wasn't very good. Uh, right. And. and uh, but she seems to have money. Like I think her family had money or something. She she could have scammed untold sums of money out of a lot of people, including people I knew pretty well, like uh, Brad L. and uh, Neverwin himself and uh, Mark Newhouse. She was very close to all these guys. And she, right. these guys would have given her a lot of money had she asked. But she didn't ask for a dime. She So this was not about money with P. Chimer. Whatever it was she was after, it was not money. I, I determined, I'm not sure, but I determined that she was after just kind of like friendship and companionship based upon a false persona, which, of course, is nowhere near as bad as scamming. It's still lying, but uh, um, she even had like a weird like telephone relationship with Brad L., which that was the weirdest thing because Brad L. was a good-looking guy, and uh, he's married now, and he's you know, way past that, but they had like a telephone relationship where I think he eventually met her. Like she eventually felt comfortable enough to meet him, and then he saw the truth that she wasn't that attractive girl that she had sent the picture of. But... Uh, 
almost the entire relationship. I mean, she lived in Georgia. He lived in in, uh, in Nevada or California, and, and they they talked on the phone and on AIM every day for hours and hours and hours and hours, and just that, that was the whole relationship. And I thought this is so weird. I said it's not like Brad Ellis is some guy who who you know can't get girls and has no options. Like he did. <laughs> Why was he doing this? But Peachy Mer had had such a she had a good personality and she was very likable. So you know she, she was able to get these guys to feel very close with her, and uh, they liked her personality so much that and you know they had a phony picture of uh, of what she looked like, so it worked. But that that was a really weird one of someone who could have scammed a lot of money and didn't because that's not what she was after. And yes, yeah, Kev Math mentioned she was part of Team Poker Stars Online. And poker stars, they got tricked big time. They actually made her an online pro there uh, using her fake picture. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, finally on 2 Plus 2, this came out that uh, she wasn't what she claimed to be. And and then I I had a lot of information about her, right? not personal information, but just from observing her because I was I knew the guys that she was talking to all the time. And I and she even talked to me sometimes. She did. She had kind of like a love-hate relationship with me because, like, on one hand, she kind of wanted me to be part of her little uh, harem of guys she spoke to. But on the other hand, like, she couldn't talk to me very long before I would start questioning things. So, like, it would always start off with, like, we're talking normally. And I I didn't really talk to her on the phone except, like, on someone's three-way. Like, I never called her directly. But uh, she would talk to me on AIM. And she we just have, like, a nice, pleasant conversation. Everything's fine. And, I, like, I mentioned something. Oh, by the way, you know, how come your MySpace only has poker players on it and not one person from your, real, from your like, real life? Like, why not one family member or one friend outside of poker on your MySpace? And she's like, oh, there you go again. Why do you have to be such an asshole? Like, she just goes off on me. Don't ever talk to me again. Leave me alone. And then the next, next day on AIM, I get, like, a message. Hi, what's up? Like, this all never happened. It was the weirdest thing. So, and I, I posted about all that stuff. On uh, Poker Fraud Alert, you can find it if you look at this, just search uh, Google Peach Humor Poker Fraud Alert, and you'll you'll find my whole write up on her in case you're interested. But yeah, her MySpace, MySpace was a, a big tell in those days as far as whether someone was real or fake, because most people were not very good at making fake MySpace accounts, and usually what they would leave out, the big tell on MySpace was that there would be nothing on their MySpace that connected them to a real life, and that is. Their mom wouldn't be on there. Their uh, their their other family members wouldn't be on there. Uh, their friends, especially, wouldn't be on there. Uh, you would never see like little status messages and conversations of like, "Hey, it was really cool on Saturday. I really had really fun. Let's do it again." Like you never saw things like that. Like the, right. the only interaction were people they knew online. Like not a single person. So you have like this really really hot chick, and yet she doesn't have a single friend that knows her in real life. Now, do, do you know a single hot chick back who was on MySpace in the day that didn't have like a, a any friends in real life on her MySpace? Well, I wasn't on there. I think that was like right before the big social media boom. But I see what you're saying. If I'm sure if you were on there, then you would have a friend that was, you know, somebody from your real life. Yeah, people did all the time. In fact, that's what MySpace was mainly about was to like uh, – very similar in, in that way to Facebook is that uh, you're posting about things that go on in your real life, posting pictures from your life, people from your real life, uh, you know, commenting back and forth with you. Uh, if there's not a single person ever commenting on your page that isn't someone that you knew from online, there's no trace of your real life outside of online on your MySpace. You were obviously fake. And that was, that was peach humor. So, um, yeah, T-Buck in chat is saying Tom Anderson would automatically be your friend. You know, Tom Anderson had a crush on a poker player 
who I didn't like very much, but uh, Liz Liu, he, he, he really liked her. I don't think they ever dated, but he, he was really into the Asian girls. He was one of those computer guy, white computer guys into the Asian girls. So do you think he would have uh, lost a tournament to her intentionally? <laughs> yeah. All right, Kev Matz just left the chat. That's, yeah, we, we rambled too long, and now we didn't get to the, the segment. I, I really wanted Kev Matz's input. Kev Matz, come back if you're, if you're around. Or call into the show, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. I, I want to talk about the Colossus event, but I, I figure KevMath has more info, and he said, oh, I can come on and talk about it, and now he's gone. Like He just abruptly left hey. the chat. Hey, Todd. Yeah. So I'll be leaving soon. I know we're transitioning on to a new topic. I was wondering if uh, you could give me five or ten minutes, and actually I would like China on the phone as well to answer um, a few questions that I have for you, and I want to get his insight as well. If that's okay. possible. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. So um, remember that quote I told you to remember a few minutes ago where you said if you play someone under a false pretense, it's still a scam regardless of whether or not it's a small scam or a big scam. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Is that remember what you said? Yeah. All right. And what's the name of your site? Just that fair, I'll say again? Poker Fraud Alert. Okay. So if someone scams, is that a fraud? Yes. Okay. So when you play someone under a false pretense, regardless of what the case is, regardless of what their mind frame was at the time, when you play a game or you make a wager under a false pretense that either A, you won't pay, or B, you're lying, is that not a scam? It is a form of one. I know where you're going with this, but yeah, it's a form of one. So, so, um, take, uh, take Jason, for example, is what he did a scam. Yes. Yes or no? Yes. So not only did he steal from, from the users, he also made a lot of side wagers that he never either paid or he slow paid, et cetera, et cetera. Correct? So yes. he scammed. Yes. Right? Yes. He did. Yes. Okay. So take, uh, Jay Cyril's, for example. So it's been going back and forth, whatever, but he made a wager he didn't pay. Is that a scam? That was uh, that was more of a, of a Welch. This is what with Jay Searles. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but this see, you start you start to get into these situations like Jay Searles. He he made a bet that um, he didn't really believe it was serious, or he didn't like he made it, but he didn't think he was making it, but he did make it. So then, and then when the uh, when he he lost and he was forced to pay, he's like, "Oh no, no, no! I didn't think we were really doing it." So like, so you know, Jay Searles was he should have paid, and I was on Vegas thirteen sixty nine side about that. But uh, I, I do believe that Jay Searles wasn't trying to actually free roll. I thought he was just being an idiot, but he, but he did owe it. You know, he did agree to this, so I, I don't care if he thought he understood what he was betting or not. He uh, he he did it. He agreed to it, and he should owe the money. But uh, I, uh, th- that's where it separates in my mind. Of when somebody is – it depends what their intentions are of whether it was a scam or just them doing something that, uh, that was stupid, and then they try to worm, worm out of paying, which I, I'm not going to say is right either. But it's different than when you set out to trick someone. And I, and I, know, you're, I know what you're bringing up is about Garrett. I know you're going to say next that Garrett played – he lied about escrowing that money and then played the, the match anyway under the pretense of having an escrowed, and is that a scam? Uh, and you could say yes, uh, and under the pure definition of what I just said, yes. Uh, but I, I still believe that Garrett was going to pay if he lost. I don't know for sure, but I, that's that's my judgment call that he was. If he def- if he was not planning to pay, then it was definitely a scam. 
So okay. that's, that, that's, that's my opinion on it. And I totally agree with you on that. Um, it's quite obvious that you can't change your mind. However, I do think that, you know, we're seeing a small pattern where a few people on your site, they like to make wagers, and there's always some shady stuff going on. Now, like to me, for example, is I played Willie. Um, I, I sent you whatever the wager was. He did as well. Things were things went very smoothly. I've I've done transactions with multiple people on your site, and there there hasn't ever been a problem. I just think that it's some people think all because oh, I intended to do this, or I I meant to do that, or I had the money. I was just going to send it. it. They they believe that they haven't done anything wrong, and you said prior that. Uh, if you play someone under false pretenses, that is a scam. Now, I'm not saying you need to ban Garrett. I'm not saying that you should... Sh- well, actually, I am saying you should shame him. I think that we should go back to the old number one poker days where the people who have scammed others on the sites, including Jay Serials, who, I'm not going to lie, I do like him. He adds content. He's quite funny sometimes, obnoxious at other times. But still, he's pretty funny. Um, I think these people should be labeled as scammers. And if you want to label me as one, I will admit that about six years ago, I scammed Heeb into writing a sign that said I scammed Dan Druff for $100 because I was very angry that he did scam me for $100. So <laughs> I made that intense. And you can actually give me the scam guitar as well. Uh, I, yeah, we have I, an, we have I, another person on the phone. Am I, a, is this the radio show? This is the radio. We just, we just uh, bloated oh, this show oh, with another co-host. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry go. I'm late. I was checking my MySpace account. Um, I had <laughs> 1,843 messages. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what I have. I, I have a MySpace. I have a MySpace. I haven't checked in a very long time. You know what's great right. about that MySpace? Remember how like you got what? to choose your closest ten friends and put them in order? Oh it yeah, was like a big status thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember one time I made as high as number three on genocides, and then she got mad at me and bumped me off the top ten. <laughs> well, at least at least you're not blocked from her Twitter. So okay, hey, uh, hey, um, handicap me. Thank you for being on the show. And um, oh, what's up, handicap me? Uh, hey, Drexel, how's it going? You're yeah, a fucking god. Can't wait to listen Thank tomorrow. You. you make the show. Please come back more. Um, yay for the workers' party. <laughs> Fuck Garrett, your stammer, and I'm out. All right, thank thank you, handicap me. All right, so so what? We have kind of an old school uh, lineup here. We have China Maniac and we have uh, Brandon Drexel Gerson. Welcome to the show. I can't be on that long because I'm preparing for the Jeff Madsen Melanie Wisner training boot camp (laughs) to teach me how to beat the pros at the bicycle in a couple days. I, I tweeted about. I tweeted. I saw to, that. Yeah, that, that. That's cute. Yeah, that's I, cute. I, I tweeted to Melanie Wisner, who's who's very complicit that's in the cute. whole lock thing. I said, I asked if uh, this workshop they're having teaches you to uh, <laughs> to take sponsorships for known scam poker sites and make money from it. And I, I didn't get an answer. But to, to her credit, she didn't block me. It's, it's funny. I can say that type of stuff to Melanie, and she doesn't block me. And yet, the uh, Jack Effel, the World Series of Poker tournament director, I, I don't even know what I said to him to piss him off, and, and I've been blocked for years. It's the same thing with Annie Duke. I, uh, she tweeted something the other day about it was like a solicitation to have her come speak for you know, your company. She's like, want to learn how to make money? You know, have me come teach your business how to maximize profit. <laughs> and I just, and I retweeted it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
and you know then everyone else started retweeting at her, and then the bitch didn't block me. But can you believe that's what she's doing now? Yeah. She actually is getting paid by companies to give seminars on how to uh, how to maximize your business. How to, I mean, all all the things that she's a failure at. I mean, she's you know I mean, seriously, she's getting paid to teach people how to play poker. She's getting paid to teach people how to maximize, and then she does the emotional motivational thing. Like, you know, you know what I mean? The the motivational speaking tour thing where she gets everyone pumped up at, you know, the failed company and yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, think she should, I think she should have uh, seminars of things she's actually good at, like uh, like how to go out in public without wiping your butt crack and get away with it, like things like that. Right. Like how to maintain smelly feet <laughs> by Annie Duke. <laughs> how to I'm take only, off your foot, I'm, how to I'm, take off your shoes at the time of uh, maximum stink of your feet. Geez. Is that China on the line? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. What's up, brother? What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm banned from um. No, actually, I'm blocked from one poker player on Twitter. That's Brian Mycon. Me too. <laughs> I am too. I guess we yeah, are. Not, I didn't even. I I had like. I don't. I didn't think I really had any bad blood for him. No, I, I didn't think, think I, so either. I I knew Brandon and I were. I didn't know you were. Wow. I think he was just super mad because. No, it's by association. He knows that you know we did the the VPR thing. We're front. You and I are buddies, and it's it's. Well, that and I think um, when him when Druff and him had their breakup or whatever, I think I called the show. Yeah, you did defending yeah. defending Druff and like asking Mike on questions, and he like dodged them all. And uh, you know what? He's a dangerous criminal, and he needs to be locked up. <laughs> he is. Well, here let's let's talk about the GoFundMe thing. This is an interesting uh, topic. Uh, I'm sorry, Kev Math. Let me talk about the GoFundMe, then we'll have Kev Math on. Uh, the, the GoFundMe. For MyCon, you can no longer donate to it. If you if you Google GoFundMe space MyCon, you can find the GoFundMe page, and it's still intact, and everything seems normal, except you'll see nobody's donated in nine days. And it's because you cannot donate anymore because uh, you get an error message if you attempt to donate. And it's a weird error message. It says, like, uh, that the person running the campaign needs to make a simple fix to make the donations enabled again. But that's not true. MyCon himself tweeted that for reasons they will not tell him, you cannot fund him anymore with GoFundMe. He also posted a Bitcoin address to donate to him that way once they banned him and GoFundMe from receiving money, and they removed that. That's not there anymore, but the whole GoFundMe account is there. Now, this has been known for a number of days that this has happened, but here's something that most people have not heard, and I can't tell you it's true. I cannot tell you it's true because I don't know if it's true. I, I'm told a lot of things. I've had a lot of people contact me with rumors about MyCon or what they believe, what they say is going to happen or what they say is true. And I take it all with a grain of salt because uh, sometimes people exaggerate or, or whatever. Like you, you don't ever know. But I heard a rumor that his GoFundMe was closed at the request of the state of Nevada. <laughs> That uh, I don't know the reason why, but I was told that the state of Nevada requested that they keep the page intact, don't delete the page or take it down, but keep it up and prevent him from receiving any more money there. And why does it say you need a simple fix? Well, that's the only way they had of keeping it up in that way is is, uh, is putting it in some sort of status where something small needs to be done to re-enable it, and then they just never re-enable it. That was the only way they had to do it. This is what I was told by someone who claims to be in the know of the situation. I cannot say who they are or how they know it, but this is the, I, I don't know how they know it, so I can't even say that myself. Even. It's a guy that was tweeting or no? No, it's uh, someone else. But no, Everyone has. Peachy Murr is tweeting. Her inside sources say he's going to be at the 
Bitcoin Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> so, so yeah, so um, so that's that's kind of strange, but I have to say it's a very weird situation. If you're now GoFundMe does have terms of service where you are not allowed to raise money if you are charged with a crime. No, but remember, it's all goofily written. It doesn't say that. It says, like, if you're formally charged. Yeah, formally charged. Yeah, but what I does think that mean? Had... Against informally charged? Yeah. I think what they mean is... Um... If you're under indictment, you're okay. No, if you're, if you're going before a grand jury until you're indicted, it's okay? Yeah, it's weird. It is, that is weird. Yeah, so so it's not it's not totally clear, but uh, whatever it is, if they felt he was violating the terms of service, what what do you do? Well, you, you suspend the page, you take it down. Like, why leave the whole thing up to where it looks like you could donate? And then when people try to donate, say, this person just needs to make a simple fix. Like, why even leave it that way? Why not just delete the whole thing and ban him? So this really does give some strength to that rumor. That because something really weird is happening with his account that I don't, I can't see would be happening normally if they just want him off of GoFundMe. I know the simple fix. What is he this? Needs to, he needs to get a flux capacitor, <laughs> get a DeLorean, and go back to 2010 and just pretend that he never or just make sure he doesn't get into Bitcoin. Well, you know, the funny thing is I bet if he did, he would still get into Bitcoin and do everything the same way. <laughs> like I, 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 how much different do you think he would do things if he really did have that ability to go back I, and put aside things like you know he's not going to be able to you know take the lottery numbers he already knows and win the lottery like taking that stuff away but just like, if he can go back in time and well, what did uh, what what member the uh, Back to the Future with the little book who won the World Series in 2012 yeah it, it, was, it was Cubs no, wasn't it? it was Miami wasn't it. No, it was the Cubs oh, over, the Cubs. over, over, over Miami. Miami. Over that Miami. Was before yeah. Miami even had a team. Well, and the funny thing is, this year the yeah, Cubs are actually pretty good. good. The, the, the Miami's not going to be in the World Series, but uh, the Cubs are actually pretty good this year. They may actually be. I hope they're not. Well, but. I, you know what? I think uh, I'm a big fan of that Joel Madden. He did a lot with Tampa Bay. I mean, they they for the last I don't know how many years they've been at the bottom of the payroll. I mean, I know they had David Price, but. Uh, him and I've always also been. And I'm sure you are too, Mark. A big Theo Epstein fan. I mean, the guy's fuck. I mean, you know, no one did it for 90 years. He wins two championships in what was it, five years with Boston? Yeah, they got they got the best farm system though. Like they 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 have the players. I mean, Madden helps, but they really have some good players. Though. I'm talking about Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But, I've, I've, but Theo, he's he's a bright mind. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. when, basically he won three World Series. I mean, I know he wasn't there for the last one, but it was his groundwork. All the guys he hired that stayed there. So, right. But I, I would have mind. Fuck. What would they do? They, I mean, do you think they'd they they would just riot? That'd be like the biggest party in terms of like a sports championship that we've ever seen yeah. in the history of our generation. If the Cubs won, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there were lifelong Cub fans that uh, that that are dead. That the whole their whole life they were fans of the Cubs and didn't get to see them win the World Series. So, yeah. Uh, so what what? You know what? I see the Dodgers are getting shut out again. If they, if you know, if the Dodgers lose a second time, this is going to cost me a hundred bucks. I'm going to have to send a hundred bucks to Suicide King if the Dodgers lose a series. And they're really they haven't even scored a run yet. They, they, Do you ever Tim. win in sports betting, Jeff? <laughs> At least I won. I read better. your Twitter, and it's always the worst beats you're taking. No, no. I, I, but you know what? I actually uh, I won that uh, Houston Clippers bet on the game seven. I almost did. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I was almost scared out of doing it though, because it, people in poker fraud alert made me feel like I was stupid. I was like, after what happened with the Clippers, when they had that major meltdown in game six and it, it just like the way that whole series had gone, it was such a collapse 
coming into Game Seven, I said they're not going to go into Houston and turn it around at this point. They've, here they've they've had such a disappointment one after another in that series. Then that awful Game Six collapse. Now they've got to go to to Houston and win there. I go, this is never going to happen. Then I couldn't believe. It. I look and Houston's actually the underdog, and I go, oh, I got to I got to take this Houston plus two and a half. It's a that's a steal, but. I thought, wow, that's such a strange line. Why, why is Houston not favored at home after everything has happened? And then I thought, maybe this is like one of those trap lines. You know, like a line that looks so good and then you lose it? And, right. and like you think it's too good to be true, and it is. So I was thinking that. I'm going, no, I, I just can't see. The, I, th- I think Houston's going to blow them out. I just I couldn't picture it. Uh, every other instance in the NBA I've seen like this, where the momentum's going this way and it goes to a game seven, it, it's a crushing by, by the team you expect to win. So... Uh, yeah, but game sevens, home teams are like nine. In game sevens, it's like in the ninety, like low ninety percentage. Like they've won like nine out of nine. You know what I mean? Like nine yeah. out of ten times in game seven, the home team wins. It's I, so high the I, probability I, for in any other sport. Yeah, and and it was this uh, this whole thing with a collapse right before. I, all the signs are pointing that Houston's going to win. So I go, I've, I've got to bet on this. So then. I, I actually posted on Poker for Alert just to show you I'm not making this up after the fact. I posted about this, and people are saying, no, I like the Clippers, I like the Clippers. Like, no one came out and said, hey, I agree with you. So I'm like, oh. you, know what, you know what's amazing? Just people are – and, of course, it's always, what have you done for me lately? You know, people were, were chiding or complimenting Mikhail as being an a, a, a absolute coaching genius. The gutsiest call, the best call, the, the best gamble ever in basketball when he left – Harden on the bench in game six when they were down by as many as 17, and then they started clicking without him. But you know what? They lose that game. They don't win it, and then he's the worst coach. Oh, it was yeah, the stupidest yeah, yeah. decision ever. He's an idiot. They're calling for his job. I mean, oh, he, would, he, would have been, he would have been killed there if that happened, if they lost because of that. Yeah. I mean, it is a gutsy call. I still don't understand how you do it. The guy yeah. was runner-up for the fucking MVP, and you leave him on. I mean, well, if like, you're the thing is, though, they – they just started scoring and they didn't stop. So, I mean, you're not going to make any changes in that instance. You know what I mean? Well, right. But when there's a foul, when there's a TV timeout, you think you're maybe going to put him back. I mean, you're going to leave him out for 10 minutes. I'm sorry. He played two minutes in the final quarter. It's just, yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's the rhythm. But just think about, like, back in the day, those, like, 90s, those Bulls teams, when Jordan would have come out for, you know, a couple minutes, whether it was foul trouble, if he was tired, if they went on an 8-0 run or 10-0 row without him, no fucking way he doesn't get back in that game at the next yeah. possible chance. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah, so, you know, so what happened on this, you're right, I, that's, it's totally true. He's, he's either going to be a genius or a total idiot, yeah. depending on yep. the results there. Uh, Absolutely. And what, so what happened is I was talked out of it because not a single person – came to me in the thread and said, hey, Druff, you're right. I'm sure they're going to blow him out. It was the, the opposite. So I, I was afraid to do it. I didn't bet either way. I let the thing pass. And then immediately, you know, pretty fast, Houston starts spanking the Clippers. And I'm like, oh, crap. Why didn't I do it? So then it gets to halftime. I go, I'm going to look at the halftime line. And it was a 10-point lead at halftime. And, and basically I, I could bet the game at that point, except I had to take a minus 120 instead of a minus 110, which means I had to bet 1,200 to win 1,000. And, and – I would now get a, an overall game line of Houston minus four and a half instead of plus two and a half. So it's a seven point difference, which sucks. And I go, well, I still think that they're going to increase their lead from 10, not decrease by the time the game. I think they're going to blow them out in the second half. And uh, they, they did. And it looked over only to have the Clippers start to draw close again and get within you know seven what? points. I blame Doc Rivers for that loss. I mean, it was awful coaching. And then I think I even texted to you what I didn't understand. That whole fiasco is they had so much momentum 
They went from, I think at one point it was like an 18-0 run or something similar to that. I mean, they were down nine, and then they were up six. That was how big the swing was, at least. And he didn't call a timeout until they were down six. Yeah, and I don't understand. Just to stop the momentum, to regroup, like, fine, I get it. You play with these guys or you've coached these guys now for, for 80, almost 90 games. I mean, you've been with them for months. You trust them. But, I mean, how do you not call a timeout in the middle of a, you know, 20 to two run or whatever the hell it ends up being no, until you're already down six points and it's, just try to change something up. It's crazy. Just slow it down. I don't it, get it. It was you so call weird. Time out. It was so weird. Well, I, was, I was watching. I just it wanted to let my guys play. <laughs> yeah. To play through it. <laughs> and I think, you know what? I'm going to be honest. You know, I, I, I guess it's kind of admirable. It depends how you look at it. What he did last year, you know, just kind of taking the franchise, you know, on his shoulders and him, you know, kind of just trying to, keep everyone together after that whole Donald Sterling thing. But I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's an overrated coach. I mean, he won one championship. He's had a lot of talent. You guys have to remember he had, uh, when he coached in Orlando, he had McGrady in his prime, and then he never did anything. And then, yep. of course, when he went to Boston, and I'm sorry, Mark, I know, you know, he won yeah, one I championship. Know, yeah, I mean, I don't you know, think he should have won more than one championship with that group Yeah, I mean, in Boston. They almost, they almost won two. They should probably should have won three. But, Almost doesn't count for nothing. Well, I know that he's definitely overrated, but I mean, you need talent to win, though. I mean, well, you know what? He has he he's had talent everywhere he's been. Yeah. I mean, he had. I probably don't remember, but the, when McGrady was in his early twenties, I mean, he was he was a pro, prolific scorer. I mean, he led the league a couple of years in uh, in arguably, arguably the best player in the league. Yeah, he was. He went downhill really fast. People forget. Well, yeah, he had knee injuries and back injuries, but I mean, he he was a fucking beast right out of high school. I mean, he, he was he was awesome. Yeah. And then same thing with Boston. I, they definitely when they had I mean, they still had Garnett when he was maybe a little bit on his downslope. But I mean, you know, he got traded from what Minnesota it was like the year after Minnesota made the uh, conference finals, and he was the MVP. So I mean, he was no slouch. I mean, if he was in his early 30s, I think, you know, I'm fucking look at Paul Pierce. Fuck, who would have thought Paul Pierce would have the kind of season in the playoffs that he had? And, yeah. You know, I mean, amazing. I mean, right. it's, it's it's pretty sick. And he's going to play the main event again this year, he tweeted. Oh, is he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people know Paul Pierce. I know at least the last two years, maybe even longer, but the last two years he's been a fixture at, uh, at the World Series for the main event, he actually made day two. Yeah, he did. No, last year. He yeah, he, did. he he actually he outlasted me. It, it kind of pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> I was okay. I was in the middle of a limit event a couple of years ago. I think I told this story before, and we went on break, and I was walking by that stage where they announced the bracelets, and he was sitting up on the stage, and I looked at him, and I'm like, "Is that Paul Pierce?" And I'm like, "No, that ain't Paul Pierce." I'm like, "He's not tall enough," and uh, he's just sitting on the stage. I probably would have got a picture with him, but I just yeah. kind of walked by him. He had the sunglasses on, the hat. And I just like no, that, that's not him. And then like later on on Poker News, I see a picture. I'm like, oh fuck, it was Paul Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Speaking uh, of basketball, since we're on the topic, and I, I know we're I'm hijacking the show, I saw a really good documentary. I, I actually taped it. It was on Sunday night on Showtime on Allen Iverson. I don't know, maybe someone had posted about it, and it was like a two hour documentary just detailing a lot of uh, you know his just rags to riches, back to you know rag story and. Uh, it also went into a lot of detail about how the media just wanted to break him down. And the one thing that really amazed me that I didn't even know until I heard coaches and uh, the GM of Philadelphia talk about, you guys remember uh, infamously that big fight he got into with Larry Brown over practice. Practice? Yeah. Are we talking about practice? 
You guys remember that, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anyhow, they went in and explained it in, in, in the way it was basically the media was just misinterpreting it just to make a story out of what was a non-story. And I'm, you know, I won't get into too much more about it, but if, I think it's on Showtime On Demand. If not, I'm sure you can find the, the uh, a stream for it online. But if you're an NBA fan or you know an Iverson fan, whatever, it's very, very interesting. I mean, just to see this guy that was literally five foot nine, 160 pounds at the most, do what he did. Like he, he. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people just when they look back at him, with their impression is he was this thug and he was this and he was that, but. I mean, he, he was one of the absolute best basketball talents, I mean, ever. I mean, to think about someone that's, you know, five foot eight, you know, five foot eight and a half, 160 pounds to lead the league and scoring four times and just to take the pounding that he did. I mean, it gave me a newfound respect for him, at least, you know, athletically. I mean, the guy was just a fucking beast. Yeah, but, I mean, by the way, uh, someone beast. in chat saying, uh, Danny Deadwood saying, I live in Denver. Iverson's house was foreclosed upon for, and it was uh, worth uh, 15 million. Yeah, he's broke. Yeah. He earned. They said in the documentary, made like with endorsements and everything, it was over two hundred million dollars um, wow. in lifetime earnings, and he's broke now. You know, I think broke. I think basketball players are the only people I know who are worse with money than poker players. Yeah, look at Ant. Remember Antoine Walker? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, another another same thing. Like went through like two hundred million in contracts. I mean, it's ridiculous. They should do a reality show with with uh, basketball players, rappers, and poker players all all together, man, trying to manage money. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how bad athletes are with their money, and it, 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 you know, they get into the league. There's all these seminars. The teams coach them on this stuff, and they're just they're just the worst. Yeah, well, the problem is a lot of them they they know that their career is going to end when they're around forty or even before that, but they they spend as if it's never going to end. They spend as if the money's going to roll in at that rate forever. And it, it, like most of the, it's like most of the poker players during the poker boom. Yeah, at least the poker players can claim they think they're going to keep winning. They, they're wrong, but at least they, at least they, they theoretically could keep winning. It was it's, like and, that and, that uh, what the guy with the hair he called the girl from with the hairy asshole, the Marifiati. Yeah, the guy. I remember he came on the other radio show one time, and he had said that he had been living for like the last four months and like a thousand dollar a night Lanai suite at the at the Cosmopolitan. I mean, like, why would you do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it, that's just an example. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you're spending. Uh, I mean, and then, just and then, ridiculous. Yeah, and then he and then he dates a girl with a hairy ass. Like why would he do that? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's uh, let's talk about the Colossus. Kev Math, if you're still around, if we haven't scared you away with the basketball talk and the hairy ass talk, uh, uh, call in seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five, and uh, you can also search me on Skype and. Uh, Everyone's saying talk about Micon. I, we've, we well, don't have that much to say right now, do we? Did, we talk, did you guys talk about the Karina Jet thing? Now, that's no, no. a big misconception. I wrote something about it uh, on one of the posts, and, and I, I'll get to more about that later. But a lot of people think, you know, and even I listened to that clip, I think even the host didn't know that Micon and Karina haven't been friends for no, they almost been. five years now. So I think they said, well, let's talk about your friend Micon. I don't think they were being sarcastic. but no, that, um, that, caught, that, that caught them by surprise. It totally did, yeah. Yeah, I thought it did too. I didn't think they were being sarcastic. But, but just for those that are listening, you know, I, I personally know Karina. I'm, I'm friends with her. Um, she's actually BFF with, with Jeannie, which is like my closest female friend. So and and I, I posted the whole story I think about the World Series thing last year where Mycon sat down at a fifty one hundred limit stud game um, 
that Carino was already in, and he had well over $100,000 in chips, not lammers, that he pulled out of his pocket to put on the table. And A, why are you walking around the Rio with over $100,000 in chips on you? B, even when you live in Vegas especially, B, why are you putting it on you know limit stud game? I mean, you can't intimidate anybody. It's not like... You know, no limit hold'em or pot limit hold'em where you can buy in for such a huge amount and people don't want to play hands with you. It's fucking limit. You can bet fifty, you can bet a hundred. I mean, you know, or you can raise. And uh, you know, they had a they had a big. Uh, uh, you know, I need to ask her. I, I'll have to get her on here maybe to tell me the story again. But there was a big, big, huge fight between them. Uh, he antagonized her. He said something smart to her, and then she called the floor. And then you know, he ended up leaving. He ended. Mike kind of ended up picking up and just leaving the game. But it's been. It's been about five years at least. Okay, so, uh, they, they so, seemed pretty tight when you guys were on radio. Well, like, they, 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 were, they weren't really long? close, but it was they were. You know, fr- Wait, okay, friendly. this this is the thing. They were. I'm gonna let's just be honest and call it. You know, say it how it is. They were never close. Okay, she was cl- close with Martha for a while. Okay, I mean they. And when I say close, like you know, she came over and watched the kids, and you know, like just spent time there. They were close. It wasn't as if Mike and Karina were having lunch or, you know, chatting on the phone. I mean, no. Martha and Karina were close. And then by proxy, Mike you know, became, you know, I, I don't know, close, but, you know, friend, friendly with Karina. Mike would accompany Martha sometimes to Karina's house. They'd come over for holiday dinners. and But it was it was Martha's relationship with Karina that, that was always the epitome of, of what it was. It wasn't that Mike and her were ever, you know, were ever tight. And then uh, there was some some falling out, uh, just you know, at a poker game where he was getting mouthy and just being basically arrogant, like she called him out to be. And then uh, I know the last straw where she just had enough with him. This was maybe about four years ago. Uh, Karina's hosted a number of uh, <clears throat> horse tournaments in Las Vegas. There's one horse tournament that runs regularly in Vegas, and it's at the Orleans, and it's on a Sunday night. And there are a lot of players in Las Vegas that just don't want to play no-limit no hold'em. So they've been trying for a long time to get a room other than the Orleans, you know, that can get a horse tournament going. So she sponsored a couple of these, and she for a while she was the ambassador of uh, the MGM Poker Room. And so she had, like, a text mailing list. And, uh, you know, she would text everyone, like, a mass text uh, when, when the tournament would be or just kind of update the people that she knew in Vegas that played mixed games. Because there's literally – like a hundred, maybe a hundred fifty, like people that that are like on this little group of mixed games that play like the Orleans mixed tournaments. When the Venetian has mixed games during their deep stack, it's like the same people you always see playing the Horus, playing the O eight. It's the same people. So she had this little text list, and she'd set up games and tournaments. And he ended up uh, sending her a text, and it said, and he she showed me this text, and it said, "Fuck off, take me off your mailing list." And then he was having a bad day or whatever it was. I don't know. You know, and then she just, she was pissed. And then uh, I guess Mikon said some things publicly about her. Well, yeah, she, that, he hammered her with like, you know, like, like 50 or 100 texts in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, what got, that's what got her then, mad. Is he, he flipped out. Like she, she, she texted that yes. out to multiple people and he, he, he texted like 100 times. Take me off your list. Yep. Take me off your list. Yep. Take me off your list. Like ding, 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 ding. Imagine your phone just like starts beeping like crazy getting texts and it's the same guy as a psycho exas- just bombing you to, with it. To exasperate the situation, uh, he was somewhere. I'm not sure where. Like maybe Aria. I don't know. And he was bad-mouthing Karina to, to some other people, and apparently it got back to her, and it got back, more importantly, to Chip Jet, Karina's husband. And then Chip called Mike on and you know, basically said, if I see you in public, I'm going to fuck your shit up. 
you don't talk, you don't badmouth my wife, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, so on and so forth. And then it got between him and Mike Conn. And again, this is, this is like 2010, 2011. And this was quite a while ago, you know, it's about four or five years ago, easily. So, um, but anyway, I just want to clear up the, the conception. I mean, they were never close. She came on Donk Down Radio as a favorite of Mike Conn, but, you know, also, you know, as much as I, love Karina or, you know, get along with her. Karina is an excellent self-promoter, whether it's real estate, which uh, she's doing very well at now, or poker. Um, she just was in, when I was in St. Martin, she was actually in Philadelphia uh, appearing on, um, what is it? What is Nolan Dallas? Was it Poker Night or in yeah, America? Poker Night in America, Something. yeah. 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 So they had like a, a female, like, I don't know, you know how Poker After Dark used to have, you know, like some theme show. So she was on there with a couple other up-and-coming female players and also Jennifer Shalade. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, I don't even know. Jennifer okay, Shahadi? Yeah, yeah, Shahadi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she's a, she, I've met her actually about 20 times. She's a really, really fucking genius chess player. But she was in the cash game. Uh, spoiler, she got like felted like three times. But um, so anyhow, that was just a real big misconception that people thought they were that close and uh, you know they they really weren't in you know well, like not a that lot they of were clo- not not that they were close but it just she was a pretty much a weekly almost a weekly guest or monthly guest she was always well, on radio well, yeah, that, that, like there was, was any animosity well there are a couple things like I said I mean one you know I have no problem admitting this she'll admit it she's an excellent self promoter I mean she can, you know she loves to be on the radio she's a great interviewer and secondly the one the other link was. Mycon and Martha both are very close with Adam Schoenfeld, who they won in the divorce for me. And uh, <laughs> Karina was also very good friends. And even to this day right now, is still good friends with uh, Adam Schoenfeld. So that was another link of theirs. But, uh, you know, it wasn't like, okay, Mycon, I'll come on. You know, it just, it helped her. You know, cause okay. she liked being on the radio. She could promote her stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it what it was. because it gave him a guest. In it fact, just, I, I remember mentioning this to someone because I was part of that show too, of course. I, I remember mentioning to someone privately, and like, you know, every time Karina comes on here, she's always promoting something. And then someone says, well, you know, don't worry about it. That's, that's the whole point with radio. You know, the guest always has something to promote. That's, that's kind of the exchange. I said, I know, I know. I just uh, – every time well, – You know what? Does. That's that's <laughs> what she does though. I mean, yeah. whether it's uh, the anti-up for autism – and, or the Randy Couture thing at the Golden Nugget every year for the soldiers. I mean, she, she, you know, that's what she does. Yeah, I'll say something nice about Karina here. When I broke my ribs um, in January of 2014, and then a week later I started feeling pain in my inside where my spleen was, and it, it's, uh, the symptoms were very similar to a ruptured spleen, which can be very dangerous and kill you. So I went Jenny to, Anderson, didn't uh, she lose her spleen? No, that wasn't her spleen. Uh, that was her. What was? What did she need a replacement? Remember. Remember, was it her she appendix? came on and she said one of her organs, she was had to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It wasn't a split. Oh, gallbladder. A gallbladder. Jenny Anderson's yeah. gallbladder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, I almost, so I, I, so I was in the hospital and they're wheeling me over to this uh, CAT scan. And as, just as I'm about to get there, my phone rings and I answer and it's Jeannie and, and, uh, and Karina Asking me how I am, is everything okay? And they see I'm in the hospital, they're very concerned. I'm like, oh, that's nice. It's, uh, I was like, look, I'm about to put me in a CAT scan. I can't talk anymore. But uh, like, oh, that's nice. I think I didn't expect oh. to hear from from Jeannie and Karina when I was in the hospital, but it was, that was nice. So anyway, so breaking news: Karina actually just texts me. I guess she she is listening. Um, if anyone is coming to Las Vegas and still hasn't secured housing and wants to rent in a condo or a home. <laughs> 
for the next six to eight weeks, contact Karina. Um, either email her, Facebook her, tweet at her, and she can secure you uh, a residence. I'm not kidding. I'm not I thought, I, I thought you were making this well, up. For, I was about to play the no, laugh track. I'm not. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I was about to play the laugh track. Why don't Why don't we get her on tonight? Do you want to get her? Yeah, on? I mean, if she wants to come on, sure. She can promote her uh, her rental house or whatever it is. Not uh, a rental house. She's a real estate agent. She's oh, renting sorry, agent. houses. I mean, I'm sorry, not okay, a house. okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, so okay, here, so. before you do this though, let's let's actually put on her comments about Brian Mike. And this is on the Mark Hoke show. Mark Hoke. Who is he? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So when I, I've seen this guy, he had like a booth during the World Series, and I, I know he has a, a show on uh, on some AM station in Vegas. And I, I was a little bit jealous. I'm like, how did this guy get a poker show? I thought that would be kind of cool if I had a poker show on an AM station in Vegas. Wow, I wish I had that. Like I was, I was kind of a little bit jealous. I won't even lie to you guys about that. But I was talking to someone about Mark Hoke's show. I go, how did this guy get this show? Like why him of all people? Well, he buys the airtime. It's one of these stations. There's a lot of stations out there like this, which are small stations with weak signals, with very poor listenership. That That's something Jason would do. He'd buy it and tell us we earned it or something. <laughs> and <laughs> then, money. Yeah, and then, and then uh, they, they buy the airtime for like $150 an hour, 200 an hour, whatever, and then... Uh, and you can you can sell your own commercials and collect 100% of the revenue, but the problem is nobody wants to advertise on these stations because they're so tiny. But uh, Mark Hoke, from what I hear, I don't have verification, but someone told me that Mark Hoke buys his airtime, so he was not chosen to be there. He chose himself. Now, didn't you have a show in, like, in Lancaster or something for a while there? What happened with that? I, I almost had a similar show in San Bernardino that I was not going to pay for. I was not going to buy this, but in, in San Bernardino, California – uh, Dave Learman, who I know you've met and we've had on the show before, yes. he, he arranged where me and him were going to do a show on the San Bernardino station and, and the place he worked for, which was a Kiss Monster Mini Golf, uh, that they were going to pay for it and they were going to be like the only sponsor uh, and we were going to have it like for six months. And so it fell through because Dave got in a fight with the owner of the station. And that was the end of that. We never got to actually do it. But uh, I wouldn't pay for something like this. Because I just don't really think it's worth it, unless you just want to brag to people you have a radio show. The only good thing is you have more credibility. Because if I've come to people who, but who is Mark Hoke? I don't like, know who he is. He, did he play poker? Did he? I have no idea. What fuck somebody? I, I mean, what did he? Did he? No, I, is he a ladies' I, I, man? No, he probably fucked somebody in his life. I mean, you didn't even guy. call me when that little cum maker was on last week. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the stink cum? That's what you're saying. Is that real? how do you pronounce that? Name? I don't know. I, I should have. I meant to ask that. It's, it's S T I. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's a bad last a, name. S T I N C H E cum stinch cum or stink cum. I don't know. I mean, that is a bad fucking. I, last I thought name. it was. A, I thought it was a level at first, but that's really your name. Uh, anyway, stink cum. Uh, so she was on Good Morning America today. By the way, I don't know if you saw. <laughs> She's really blowing up huge. <laughs> what? She, She's being in it. Anyway, so I get it straight. And I did tweet with her, but I just I lost interest. I'm too old for this shit. Um, as Danny Glover famously said in Lethal Weapon. But other than the thread on two plus two, is that all she did? And then she's getting interviews everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. That's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I, mean, I contributed to it, so of course, uh, of course. But uh, Mark Hoke, I have no idea who he is. I think he's just some guy who wanted to have a poker show. And you know, the one good thing about having a show like that is you get credibility because the people you ask to come on the show, they have no idea how big the station is. So you can actually get some big-name people who, who don't know the difference between being on some tiny AM station that sells time and, and a major station in L.A. or New York. Like All they hear is, oh, a radio station, and you instantly think you're, you're, you're broadcasting well, to a big audience. I saw they had some website when, when they were doing the Karina Bite. I heard some website they had where they sell apparel and – 
So I don't know. That's fuck. Everyone can get a podcast these days, huh? Well, yeah, I thought it was actually, special back in the day. Well, so let's see. It's it's on KSHP fourteen hundred. So the, um, let me see if I can even figure out by going to the the website about uh, how to get it. So it's, let's see. Uh, Mark, what's your have you uh, what's your thoughts real fast while he's doing this on this whole Patriots thing? Uh oh, we lose China Maniac. Says he's still here. Yeah, he probably left for a second. He probably went uh, to go. Uh, uh, who knows? So anyway, yeah. so I, I I can't find it, but it's not important. So the point is here that uh, he has this show and he had Karina on, and uh, that's the only reason I wish I had this is just. If I wanted to get guests, it's a lot easier to say, "Hey, you're being on a real, you're on a real radio station on AM, whatever." Then people go, "Oh, wow, I'm going to be on the radio," and then they get, you know, it, it gives you credibility. Where being, oh, oh, you're on an internet show, no one gives a crap. But here, here is Karina on the, the Mark Hoke show. Well, we won't get into that anyway. <laughs> but uh, Karina, you know, of course, uh, you're good friends with Brian Mikon, and this whole thing with Brian, you know, leaving the country and the warrant for his arrest. Now, real quick, just give us your thoughts about what's happened with Brian right now. Um, well, Brian's a really cocky guy, and, uh, you know, he really pushed the limit. He was doing things that he wasn't supposed to do, and uh, he kind of deserves what he's getting. Wow. I agree. That's pretty straight I up. I agree. I agree. I applaud Kudos to you, Karina, for speaking your mind. She didn't take the I mean, politically uh, correct answer. No, and I'm not going to on this one. I mean, he's... He's been a little punk kid for the last 10 years. In the last three or four years that he's gotten involved with Bitcoin, he's just become this arrogant SOB. And like I said, he deserves everything that comes to him. Wow. I agree. Straight up there. So, well, that answers that question in a hurry. So how about we move on to something else? <laughs> You're not donating to his, his legal fund? <laughs> no, I'm not. And I can't even believe that people are donating to it. I mean, got almost 2500 bucks in there right now. That did surprise me. And, you know, I saw a tweet from somebody today that said, you know, why didn't he just have a legal fund in the first place? That would have solved that problem. Because he's, he's a degenerate. He blew all the money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, how can if he had all this money with Bitcoin when it was at twelve hundred from right. Bitcoin, he should have cashed out and had a little stash for himself. But of course, he's just irresponsible and probably has nothing to his name and is barely scraping by. And it's unfortunate because he has a family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you feel bad for for everybody in you know, the family and the kids being involved in that situation. You know, with the absolutely, absolutely. But he played with fire, and now he's getting burnt. You know, now he's going to have to, re- you know, suffer the consequences of his actions. If you're a single guy, you can you can take more chances. But when you're married and have children, but you, you can need look to play back. pretty straight. You, you can look back, like Calvin Ayer, for for instance. He's no longer welcome in the United States without handcuffs. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and Brian's going to be the same way if he doesn't uh, come face to face. Yeah, but Calvin Ayer has a ton more of money than yeah. oh, absolutely. Brian Mikon. Absolutely. And he and he. He can he can do that. He has that luxury. Brian Mikon doesn't have that luxury. Right. He's going to have to suffer through, through the consequences of his actions. I mean, now he can never come to the United States, never play at the World Series. You know, probably everybody's going to cash out of his fight now because they're concerned of yeah. what's going to happen with their money. You know, so I don't think his business plan is going to be very secure in the next six months. It's the cost of living in Antigua is pretty cheap. Never been. Okay. Never been. 
Well, we'll be following I that. I, couldn't, I can't see that it, it would be because it's down in the Caribbean. It's very expensive. Yeah, I would imagine. Island. Yeah, because they, yeah, they have to import everything. everything. Yeah, so things tend to be expensive there. Well, Joe, there's a yeah, research project for, for you sure. for the next okay. show. Well, I'll just, how about I just go there and visit Brian? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we could do an on-site remote. You, you can visit a lot of people in other on island places, Joe. Give it all over the place. <laughs> anyway. That's the Mark Hoke Show. Who's the who's sidekick? There? I have no idea. I have no idea. Those guys aren't funny, though. Well, I don't you don't, find you don't them have to be. The they, they, no, know, but they, they dig that, into their wallet and pay uh, KSHP every every month, so it's okay. That's, that's pathetic. <laughs> I, allegedly, I don't know for sure. It's, it's possible I'm giving Mark Hoke a bad uh, bad rap here, but uh, anyway, uh, she appeared on there. And I think yeah, they weren't ready for that, and yes, she had blood bad blood with him already. But I, I can't argue with the thing she said, except I don't believe he's broke. I don't think that part is true. One hundred percent, he's not. It's bullshit. But I, I've said my feeling on this. I posted it, and for people that didn't read it, it's it's almost pathetic. I mean. He doesn't want to spend his own money. That's why he's asking, because whatever he has, he has an exit plan, meaning that if he doesn't go back or if he does come back, he has money tucked away somewhere just, you know, so he'll never be broke again. And, yeah, you know, that shit's going to cost him, you know, definitely six figures, whether it's a plea or, you know, even if he just gave him the retainer and they're doing no other work, it's going to cost well into the six figures. He doesn't want to touch his money. So what is he doing? He's playing the I'm a you know, martyr card, send me money. And people have called him out on it. I mean, there's, there have been threads on 2 plus 2. There have been threads uh, uh, on other sites. There have been blogs about people just being insulted that he's actually asking for money. I don't know if you've read any of these comments. I, I've uh, read but, some of them here and there. I, was, I, I do find it's funny that you could run a website like that, make so much money doing so, and then ask the public to pay for your legal defense for running it and making all that money, like pay for it with all the money you made. He wasn't doing this out of the goodness of his heart. He wasn't doing something for free and making no money for it for the good of poker. He was running a business, an illegal business. But whether you want to say it's legal or illegal, he was running something to enrich himself, did enrich himself, and and now wants people to pay his legal bills for something that he was running illegally to enrich himself. Like, why is that the public's responsibility to pay? And remember, he needs fiat in this certain situation. <laughs> Not Here's anymore. The now problem now, he, is now like, he's Bitcoin. No, no matter how much money he has, eventually it's going to run out. And unless Bitcoin like blows through the roof, isn't his site dead right now? Well, it's it's, yeah. it's semi dead. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean it's not. You mean semi? I saw something they said like peak time was like twelve, thirteen players. Here's what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. Um, I'm seeing reports of things like that, like oh, eighteen players average, which is pathetic. But then I saw a discussion on some Bitcoin forum where someone was criticizing his site. And then someone said, well, the site does have action. They posted a, a screenshot of the lobby, which showed about 45 players, which still isn't wonderful, but, but uh, was far more than this, like 18. Now it may have happened to have been peak hours, but um, when I look at what they self-report, I don't have the software downloaded because I don't trust it. But uh, uh, when, when they, they self-report their stats, if you go, go to his site and it says how many players are on and how many tables open. And it, I always, except for like very late at night, I tend to see in the thirties, which still isn't, you know, wonderful, and uh, the thing is, eventually this is going to have to end in some way, and uh, and especially if he ever comes back to the U.S., he's going to have to completely be done with with all these type of sites. So I don't know what he, I think that's why the biggest reason he may never come back is because if he does come back, then he can't run these things anymore, and then how's he going to make money? Then it's done. So uh, that that's his biggest. I think problem. the most interesting thing is if he does come back, 
If part of his settlement, will he be probationarily banned or even permanently banned from Nevada casinos? That would be the irony of all of it. Yeah, that would that would be. be you know, I was just thinking about it. Since the World Series is coming up in, in uh, just a little bit more than the week, I, I I was thinking the last few years since you know he and I stopped being friends about how it was a little awkward when I'd walk by him in the hall and we kind of just ignore each other. And like half of me is still expecting to come there and, and be looking around and wondering if I'm going to see Mike on, but I'm not going to see him. He's just not going to be there. Just, just no mic on yeah. at the World Series period, and uh, so, so let's put, let's put on Kev Math. Uh, I, he added me to Skype, so we can add him to this uh, this group call. He will save a lot of money though by not going to the World Series, right? No, he'll save a lot of other people money. <laughs> All right, let's see. Well, I'll I'll say one thing. I've known him, you know, for a very long time, and. I can almost assure you that unless he gets some really favorable deal in terms of prison, and we're talking like six months, three months, something like that, he won't come back. He's never going to – I mean, oh, I should say he won't willingly come back. He's never going to accept some deal where he has to go to prison for three, four years. He won't. He just won't do it. Yeah, I think he he was – He won't. He doesn't have it in him. Do you think that he thought that he was going to raise that 100K? No. I, I no. think I, th- I think he I, in his delusional mind uh, really I, I, I mean, think I you think, don't he, think maybe he thought he was such a hero you know it reminds me of that uh, that movie uh, uh, the American Gangster with, with Denzel Washington when he got arrested at the end he's like well I took care of Harlem Harlem's going to take care of me I kind of feel like that's how he thinks it, it is I did all it this is. for Bitcoin I was a spokesman I exposed all these frauds now these people are going to take care of me I, th- I like think they- I think he was believing that but I think that uh, he set a high ceiling so if it exceeds his expectations that he makes he the last thing he wants is to get what he quote needs for the legal defense and then that's it people don't donate anymore so he wanted to set something really high to where this but I think he definitely expected more than Three thousand yes. change. Yes, definitely for sure. That's with it, a, it, you know with two thousand coming from his friends, like yeah. you know Tommy Boy, Dutch Boy, a thousand anonymous, which was probably him. Yeah, just to get it going. I mean, so you know. So okay, but, uh, uh, Kev uh, Math, w- welcome to the show. Kev Math, can you do you have a working microphone? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, can you hear me, guys? Yes, yes. I, I guess if uh, if you didn't, we couldn't hear you say no. But uh, Kev Math, welcome to the show. Have you been on this show before? Uh, I have not been in either, incar- an either incarnation of the uh, radio show. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, well, I feel like Kev Math. I've talked with you on the on a podcast before, though, haven't I? Uh, maybe the Jason one. It was actually the Brandon one, but yeah, okay. Was that well, what it was? I, I don't know. I was. I mean, I did do that. I did do that. If it was, I was the twenty-two Q. You on? I, on I did 22? that one. Yeah, me. Okay. And, yeah, actually, me and Jason. Actually, before that, me and Jason did a podcast that was. So bad. I mean, poker news. Uh, poker fuse, not poker news. Poker fuse. That was so bad that we did the, the second episode of the podcast was basically talking about that. You know, hey, uh, don't, you don't know, lend Brent, him any money, Kev Math. Well, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Don't no, lend I, him money. I, Brent, I have. I have one thing to say. If the thing you mentioned earlier about the two plus two poker cast having all the fails going on that you saw, if they need any technical support, they can contact Jacep and he can get that radio set up. No problem for them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, Kev Math. Uh, you know, if, if uh, I know you said something about it was Jacob's show and it was actually Brandon's where you talked to him. Uh, all, all Brandon, all you have to do is act pissed off at Kev Math, and I guarantee you will get at least uh, one free uh, food voucher at the World Series. <laughs> 
Okay, so I, I still appreciate yeah. though that the, the meal tasted so much better knowing it was Kev Math's food voucher. So and, and it was free. It was yeah. like you didn't have to use one of your vouchers, so it was it was even that much better. Yeah, yeah. No, you felt you felt bad for me because like I was trying to find the guy to give it to me. They 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 locked those down and uh, only give them to like one or two people to distribute. And the guy who distributed them, he wasn't around, and I was tired. I didn't feel like waiting for him. And then Kev Math yeah. appeared and, and offered me his, and I said, "This is." Uh, this is something that allows me to forgive. Okay, so Kevmath, uh, you have so much knowledge about things in poker; it, it amazes me. And I'm not being sarcastic here. I mean, like, really, you just uh, you really have your finger on the pulse of everything in poker, and uh, your, your Twitter is very beloved for that reason. Um, I know whenever I tweet something and you retweet it, it always uh, brings a lot of attention to whatever I've been tweeting. You have like 20 times the followers I do. So, uh, the Colossus. I'm so confused about this. Uh, a guy on my Facebook who listens to this show said that uh, he had heard that 14,000 people were already either registered or pre-registered to Colossus. I'm like, oh, my God, if they got 14,000 already before most people are in Vegas, this is going to be insane. Uh, but it was a little bit hard to believe, too. So he said he was yeah. going down there that day, and was, he'll, he'll ask them to, to verify this. So then mm-hmm. he went down there that day. And he mm-hmm. told me that they reported back, oh, a, a slight difference, 3,000 they had. Mm-hmm. So then I said, all right, well, that's actually lower than I expected with all the pre-registers, but okay, 3,000. Then I, I see talk on Twitter about how the last they heard it was around 8,000. So these are just incredibly different numbers. Uh, I think the best one to ask about this would be you. What have you heard and what do you know about what is the current uh, pre-registration total for okay, okay. So I think I think there's a couple of things that actually I, I spoke with uh, Ty Stewart about this today because uh, uh, someone put out a number yesterday, about 24 hours ago, basically about the registration numbers. And I'll give you. I can just read off the tweet. It's from uh, Kyle Loban. I think someone you've had on the show. He was uh, the guy who sort of uh, was live tweeting when uh, the last time Andy Beal played, um, which was about about a month, month and a half ago, I believe. Maybe 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 didn't happen. Like, no, I don't think we had him. Okay, so this is what he. This is about twenty four hours ago. So it just he just registered for the classes, and the updated field number field numbers. If anyone's curious, so five one uh, a of the classes is fifteen hundred. Uh, B is five sixty four, which is again the, the afternoon flight. Then the following day, twelve eighty three for the morning flight and six eighty four for the final flight. So that takes you about four thousand, right? About four thousand ish now. Now, the 8,000 number that you've heard and I heard as well, um, I was listening to the WSP conference call last week, and uh, they basically said that the pre-registered, the pre-registered numbers, which is basically the people who, who registered online, you know, they had that online pre-registration process, and they closed that last, uh, we about a week, it was about a week, about a week ago because the class starts uh, next week. Um, and they said they were, the numbers were rivaling the 2006 WSP main event, which is about 8,800 or so. Yeah. So I think, and I think when I was speaking with Ty about this, he basically, the the, the reason why there's a difference, and I got to pull up his DMs to me about this. So basically it's um, when you pre-register, you you have to either send a wire or a cashier's check. And the issue is, is that um, the the 4,000 numbers, people have actually paid, they paid their, their paid their 565 for, for flight. And these are actual people in the field, and you know, they they paid they, they paid their deposit they paid that five sixty five, they got a CSI that they're in, yeah. And then and then there's a, there's this other group of people, you know, about three thousand. What's 
for the, the other half, they're still working through that process. You know, this is the WSOP, and and you certainly had your issues with Caesars. Um, and it's actually, you know, there's there's been there's certain issues. I mean, there's a lot of there's been there was a ton of payments that they have to process. You know, have to make sure there's no fraud or anything like that. So that's why you know they they have like eight thousand. So they have about eight thousand, but only like half have actually fully been processed. The payments is that what you're saying? Right. I assume there's like a, a big backlog of re, of uh-huh. registrate of registers. And again, when you close it two weeks out, that's probably that's probably part of the reason why you can't pr- register online like a week out because they have to go through the process, and it definitely it can definitely take some time. And I think that's uh, I I. I know people have asked me how many people are going to get for this thing, and I've said all along, I think 21,000. is 21. Pretty, so think, so here's a question. I, I know you. this is just a guess, of course, but uh, I'm not pre-registering because I, I'm terrified about the pre-registration line is going to be a disaster, like to convert from pre-register to registered. So, Don't you get that special card, though, Druff? Well, yes, I, that's what I'm afraid. So, I, uh, Right. So I'm, afra- I'm afraid that the pre-registered line will not have a seven-stars line, but the re- regular registration will. As we know, so so I said I'm just I'm just going to wait till sometime late at night, the night before, go in the seven star room, the diamond seven star room, and uh, and register that way. It, it couldn't be that long. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about is not a line, but a sellout. Is that I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it until you know late at night, the night before I'm going to play. So uh, have you heard anything about things selling out, or they're going to try to make room for everybody, even if they have to add weird flights after people bust or whatever? Well, yeah, there is some. I mean, they have sort of put that contingency in. There's like basically like the first like forty. I think it's forty five hundred uh, would basically be quote selling out, and then they would have these waves that like you saw at the Monster Stack last year, where they basically like two thousand players were would like sign would start playing like six levels in or whatever, and and then there would be a a second wave of of that same type that would be closer towards the end of each flight. Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely you're, they they've definitely put that contingency. And if you go to the wsp.com website and you search around, and actually what I'll do is I'll put it in the chat because it's definitely something that people that you know I you know I've read um, I read your post about the uh, monster stack issue, you know, and again they sort of they sort of figured it they, you you sort of thought they figured it out, and then day two rolled around, and then there was a big Druff uh, just don't want to be put in a tent again. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. Yeah, he's talking about what happened last year, where the uh, yeah. the monster stack had a, a, an un, unexpected large wave of wave of people that they just totally didn't predict, and nobody predicted. So yeah. I, I gave them a lot of credit for working around it and being able to get everyone in, and really de- dealing with a difficult situation and doing a great job. And and Jack Effel being present the entire day and personally managing it. And I thought, wow, what a great job! This is surprisingly good. And yeah. then the next day, they just completely airballed it because the, of all things, they wanted to run ten cash tables and not close them, and, and it disrupted the whole event. <laughs> And uh, the, be- the best part was showing up, and um, my table that I'm assigned to is a cash table, and there's no direction about what to do, and they stalled the whole thing for 20 minutes and with 4,000 restarters waiting to start so they can keep 10 cash tables running. Kev, Matt, yes. I-, I got a question for you. From my understanding of it, and I may very well be wrong, are you, you're allowed to re-enter, mm-hmm. but just not on the same day you've already played? Is that correct? The same, you can't enter the same flight. So if you bust A, you can register for B. If so you, basically, you have four bullets if you want to do A, you B, have, C, D. Yep. And, but again, you can, okay. you can, you can forfeit your. Let's say you finish with like a hundred chips. You could forfeit that and then re-enter another flight. 
Oh, so you're you, allowing you to forfeit. I didn't know yeah, that. You are, you are allowed to forfeit uh, your stack as well. It is, oh. You're basically you're eliminated, and then you just re-enter for full stack. That's so interesting. That's you, uh, Kev Math, are you playing in any, uh, any of them? Uh, no, actually, I will not be in Vegas. Uh, I probably be in Vegas uh, July 1st for the main event. Uh, no, to work the main event, not to actually play. So, uh, uh, which you know, I wait. So I mean, you it's, it, it sort on. of sucks that I won't be there in Vegas for the entire summer. But wow, so you're not going to be in Vegas till July first? Uh, that's what it's looking like right now. Well, how am I going to get my food so, voucher? Where's my food voucher? How does that work? From? This is like the uh, World Series. I mean, the the whole the Super Bowl for you. The whole year yeah. you wait for this. Why so long? Well, it's it's well because I, it's my job. You know, my job thing. It's sort of like we're no, but I'm saying, why aren't you out here like in a week? Why, why, are, they, why are they not sending my, you? He's I, asking. My job at Bluff. It's sort of like I have to do that. It, it would be nice if I could do my job in Vegas for the entire summer, but that's you know economic uh, reasons. I, I think I think Bluff is making a big mistake. I think if, if anyone has to be sent out to Vegas, it would be Kev Math. I mean, that's the, yeah, leave that's someone else at thinking. home. Leave someone uh, else home. Yeah. How does that yeah. work? No, it's. I mean, you know, I I sort of agree with you guys, but I sort of understand it. You know, yeah. <laughs> if I was like, well, who do we call like well give us an email and we'll get the poker front alert people to well, no i i i appreciate i i definitely appreciate that but it's certainly not necessary and i you know i certainly understand i mean i sort of understand the reason why i mean again i can i can do this my job here in atlanta just as well well probably a little better if i was in vegas but still i can do my job reasonably well. you know what i'm, I'm gonna feel so weird it's, it's i'm gonna feel like i'm in a foreign location being at the, the rio in june with no mic on and no no kev math yeah well, i mean I, i'll be i mean yeah that's I, well i mean you probably yeah. miss me you would miss me more than mike i think i might a little bit now uh two questions for you off the cuff here uh kev math hey yeah. has anyone ever asked you for an autograph before actually yes huh. actually, I, actually, tell us the story all right. Well, there's there's a couple different times. Um, well, the first one was just after Black Friday. Uh, I went to uh, um, I went to Niagara Falls for a uh, Deep Stacks uh, event. Um, you know, the, the, the Mike Mass that training site that uh, turned to a poker tour that had Mike Mass involved, etc. So there's actually someone there that was like a big, you know, was game aggressive all the po- uh, team Deep Stacks pros, and he asked me to sign his. Uh, he asked for my autograph as well. So I was. That was the first huh. autograph I ever did, and then, huh. and then it, it took a few years, and then actually this year I was uh, one of the shooting stars at Bay One Hundred One, and uh, yeah, I my, read that. I remember that. And uh, what they do at Bay One Hundred One, they have uh, they they give they have decks of playing cards with everyone's picture on them. So I was on I was on, and they based the way they did it is they did it by your career uh, earnings. So I was the and I was basically the last card in the deck. I was the two of clubs, mm-hmm. but. But but you know I was like I was in the deck. So yeah, he still I got a card though. Like what what card yeah. were you, Brandon? You were you were you were the Joker. You know the... <laughs> Now obviously our feelings aside, what and you've heard I'm sure you're listening. What is your take on uh, this with this ongoing thing with uh, Brian Mycon? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean it's it's sort of tough. I sort of like, I mean, I've listened to you know Drop talk about this for a while, and I mean he's definitely had more of a a personal relationship, you know, with his, you know, with the previous show, et cetera. I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, it's tough because it's sort of like, uh, you know, I thought you guys had this great thing going and then he sort of like, it's sort of like Bitcoin sort of took over. Did you used to listen to the old show? I did. I did listen from time to time. It wasn't like, it was was good stuff though. We had some chemistry and some gold. It was good, right? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I listened, even though I was like, I know you guys railed on, 
the two plus two hierarchy quite a bit, but you know, I mean, I can sort of understand that. I, but you know, it's well, he never railed on you though. No, no, I mean, no, I was, I, I try to be as as any Duke once mentioned about Epic Poker. I, I try to play Switzerland in the uh, matter. <laughs> you know what I find amusing about Mason Malmuth? If he likes you, he'll always write best regards, Mason Malmuth. If he thinks you're a dick or he's just being a prick, he just signs it MM. It's either you get best regards, Mason Malamuth, or you just get an M and an M. Have you ever noticed that, Ruff? <laughs> no, but the, you're probably it's right. That's, you're that's probably right. Ways he ends a post. Okay, if it's someone sucking his cock, he'll write best regards, Mason Malamuth. If it's someone that's questioning him at all, okay, or, or, or you know, just if you go through that Negranu thing, that Negranu thread, anybody that questioned him, they got an MM response. Anyone that agreed with him got a best regards and well wishes, Mason Malamuth. Like, it's, like, it's like it's um, like psychological warfare. It's like he's 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 giving you positive reinforcement for agreeing with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I, I we interrupted you. So, what was in regards to the MyCon? Thing, no, I mean, what's your take on it? I like I was saying, it's like I mean, Bitcoin basically took over his life. I actually listened to the episode where he first talked about Bitcoin. I think it was Tra- It was like when Travis McCarr was on. Uh, I don't know if it was like a- that far. I don't know, it was like it was like it was, was a very, it was yeah. around then yeah it was around then it was I think, no I actually think it was a, a very Greenstein interview because I was listening actually I, I didn't listen to it at the time but I sort of went back and then Mike kind of started talking about Bitcoin like it was the greatest thing ever and then he sort of ran with that to, uh, I remember history. even back then in the beginning. Uh, Druff and I would used to get annoyed when he'd just ramble on about the Bitcoins and we'd kind of just either try to change the subject after a couple minutes or tune him out. I mean, even early on, even – I mean, I'm surprised. I didn't think it was that far ago that Travis McCarthy – No, it was. But, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 actually, I think not Travis – I think it was Barry Greenstein when he actually – It was around that same time though. Yeah. But, Charles, yeah was, do you remember how annoyed we would get though when yes. he just would ramble on about it and we just keep trying to get the kid to change the subject? Yeah, or, or or Dave Scalver, the E table to Dave Scalver. Yeah, yeah, well, that was the problem. You know, the reason I didn't take the Bitcoin thing from him seriously was that there were so many things that he got obsessed with that were stupid. That uh, I I dismissed the Bitcoin as uh, I knew that wasn't his thing. I knew it was something that you know was real that he was obsessed with. But I, I at the time I thought, okay, it's some kind of uh, cute little cryptography uh, science project that uh, that he just thinks is so right. cool. But I didn't, I you know, I, I had no idea that it would become what it did. And in fact. Uh, Nobody, even the biggest Bitcoin advocates, did not believe the value would skyrocket like it did. But uh, but those days are all over now. Of course, it, you know it's been a full year since Bitcoin appreciated a full year. So yeah, wow. yeah. I, I actually I had he had given me three Bitcoin uh, at some point, and actually I backed. I think it was it was two years ago when he was selling action, and I used my Bitcoin, and he bricked everything, and then the price went up like. Well, Ken, Matt, you're part you're part of the media. In fact, you're a uh, well respected, uh, highly respected part of the, the poker media. And so, I'm sure you've read various blogs, whether it's been Haley Hints or other people that have you know talked about their feelings, whether he was right, whether he was wrong in regards to asking for money. A lot of you know people in the media have expressed their opinion on on his situation. What is your actual opinion? Uh, I mean, it's sort of, I mean, he was, I mean, the issue is basically he was running or the base of the charges that he was running a, in a poker site that was illegal in the state of Nevada. It didn't have a license. It didn't matter if it was for Vic, it was for Bitcoin or a real money site. I think it's just, I sort of, I, I sort of like 
wanted to feel bad for him, but then he sort of like was sort of like flaunting the law. And then, you know, when the, you know, the police, you know, the gaming commission or whatever arrested him and he basically just fled the country instead of really trying to fight. But I guess that's, you know, he, he had to go, he had to leave the country to continue this uh, Bitcoin crusade. And I mean, the one thing I'm sort of surprised at, you know, you guys were talking about, I would have thought that he would have raised a lot more money than he has. I mean, he was under 3,500, I believe, when they finally You're talking about the GoFundMe? Yeah, it was like 3,900, but a thousand of that may have been from him because the first thousand appeared in like 20 minutes. Right, right. Yeah, that was the anonymous one. And, but it was like I sort of expected there to be some groundswell support for him. And so did I. It, it never I think happened. That, think that's he, a point that I made with Druff, Kev Math, and I think maybe what you're saying is you agree, is I thought, you know, Druff said that he – Put the number high, you know, just so if he got 50, 60K that, you know, he'd be happy with that. And that very well may be the case, but I definitely think that he saw himself as a Bitcoin uh, celebrity in the sense that he definitely expected a lot more from the Bitcoin community. Yeah, I, I, I sort of thought the same way as well. And for whatever reason, the people did not. Uh, I mean, he would. See the same, see the he same. would retweet about all these. I can't think of the one guy, but the Brand, one guy. Uh, the Fair one guy that went to jail, the first, yeah, yeah, and you know he, he that guy got just an outpouring of support. Basically, his whole defense was paid for by people in the Bitcoin community that, that that you know just donated. And I really thought he saw himself as like one of those guys, like a, right. the guy from Silk Road, or you know just one of one of the various. You know, I think uh, it was was it Forbes magazine that he was listed as one of the Micon was listed as one of the top 50 most influential people in Bitcoin. I mean, he relished in that. He relished. Oh, yeah, it's huge to him. Yeah, it was it was huge to him. That was uh, and that's yes, I I said I posted somewhere. I think it was on Poker Fraud Alert. Had to be Poker Fraud Alert. But uh, I I posted that um, you didn't post on the Donkdown forums, maybe. No, no, actually, you know what? I didn't post it. This was something I sent to someone in a private message. I was wondering if this is public or private. This was private, but I'll say it publicly here. Um, Mike on people asked about uh, Donkdown and why he pretty much abandoned that, which, which is interesting. Like if you look, he hasn't changed Donkdown since uh, this whole thing happened on February 11th with uh, his door getting kicked down. If you go to Donkdown.com, you will actually see he's still talking about how he lost a drone. <laughs> so yeah, he lost a drone on February 6th, and then five days later, his life changed uh, a lot more than losing a drone. So. I thought he was still working on Donkdown 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Donkdown. That was an ongoing project. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so Donkdown. Uh, so people asked you know, why did he lose interest in that, and um, it was because of the Bitcoin. I said, and, and seals, and I said, yes, it was, but. The reason, well, the reason it changed you, so much. You stole, it, you stole his whole user. Too, well, no, but that no, that, that happened after. I didn't steal anything. They they voluntarily came well, over. You know but, what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, you took it all away. I mean, but, you but know. that's not that's not even the main reason. The main reason is he he really lost interest in it primarily because seals with clubs gave him two things that donked down wasn't. One was a lot of money, and two was immense respect. And he, he really really wanted everyone to look at look up to him as some sort of leader. And he he wanted everyone to see him as uh, an important person, who's a leader, who's someone that um, you know, that is influential and directs from above. And uh, on Donkdown, no one saw him that way. On Donkdown, he didn't get respect from anyone, and uh, and the site wasn't making money either. So so it was like day and night. And and these were the best days of his life on, on Seals there, where not only was he making a lot of money, but but people were seeing him as a 
a savior of online poker, bringing uh, you know Bitcoin poker to the U.S. when the U.S. had so few poker options, or then the deposit and cash outs on the existing sites were so tough. And uh, you know, he called himself the chairman, and it was everything he was hoping he would be. And 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 seals was praised was praised so much, mainly because other people were actually running it and doing the hard things, and he was just promoting it. Uh, but uh, the point is that. He loved the respect he got from that. This, he was really, really all about that, and now that's... Uh, I don't know if as much as it was respect or if it was just the attention and notoriety. It was the t- attention was a lot of it. It was attention, and he wanted admiration. Not so much respect, too, but yeah. admiration and attention, really. So uh, that's... And, and that's why it, this is very hard for him to give up. I, that's that one of the hard. I've said this. One of the hardest things... I mean, you think about it. That's, that's what's really amazed me the most is you're doing something that's illegal. The police literally kick down your door and march you out in your underwear to your lawn and, and you're in handcuffs while they search your place and take all your equipment. You know charges are forthcoming. And instead of keeping your nose cleaner than clean after that point, you, you, you go somewhere else, you run off somewhere else where you can keep committing the same crime. I could not believe, even for him, I'm thinking, how do you how do you just go keep committing the same crime and say f you? I'm going to keep doing this like that. That was beyond reckless, and it's because he's so kind of addicted to running seals, he doesn't want to give it up. And that's going to be the hardest thing to give up. I think. So is there? I mean, so I would I would <clears throat> just assume that there's a possibility that later on down the road, new charges can be filed. I mean, all they would really need is the same situation again to have an undercover. Nevada gaming agent in their living room create an account with his new uh, what is it SWC.eu uh, website and play one hand of poker from the state of Nevada and that would be another charge correct yes and that's why and that's why I believe they're not charging him yet with the other one they're leaving that that's as an ace in the hole so you, you believe that more charges will be forthcoming I, I think I think this will be used against him if he attempts to plea or or anything else that um, that they have imagine the strength they will have. If if he tries, if, if the lawyer tries to say, look, you know, we're going to take this to court, we're going to beat it on this term and that term, you know, we're you guys don't have a very strong case here. I think they do, but you know, his lawyer tries to make it sound like they don't, and and tries to push for a plea, and uh, and they say, you know what, our case is so strong that imagine how it's going to look to the jury that your client is committing the same crime while we're negotiating the plea deal. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening here. He's actually committing the same crime while they're negotiating it. Yeah, as soon as he gets back to Nevada, I mean, let's say he came back to Nevada, I think they would wait, you know, like whatever. He's going, he's talking with his lawyer, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the DA might just say, "Hey, well, here's some new charges." Yeah, you know, or, or yeah, that or or just use it to smack him down in court, and rather than than uh, um, charge him with this new one, they, they here here he's committing the same crime with uh, while he's trying to fight. The existing crime, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone do this. I don't think I've ever seen that strategy of continuing to commit the same crime while you're fighting the one you're being charged with. Really weird. So uh, he's just making it worse and worse, and I, I, I think this is not so much out of rational thought but out of not wanting to give up what he has, both the income and the... Uh, the the attention and the, and the admiration and all that. It's, it's got to be. It's just it's not a rational thought process. I... It's too addicting for him. This is the first thing that he's like really, I mean, he made money off like NWP and stuff. He made money, a little bit of money probably in the early days of uh, online poker, but this is like, 
this is what he knows. You know, this is what he does. It's to him. He's it's like, it's like free money coming in almost, you know what I mean? Like little work, a lot of money. Yeah. So and it's not just the money though. It's, it's, it's everything attached to it. It's, it's both things. So that's what, that's what I think is, is what he's doing. It's just so odd. That's why when he got attorneys, I think it's so weird. How do you get attorneys? and You're still running the site. Like, like it, at some point you got to say, I, I'm, I'm going to shut down and I'm going to try to, Cooperate as much as possible and make the the other side not as pissed and and try to. Well, it's apparently they told him stop talking on social media, <laughs> like shut up. Yeah, because I mean he's not tweeting anymore. He's not you know yeah doing videos. So that's true. Here's the thing though he he's not is he going to be even be able to afford these attorneys? Like those guys aren't aren't cheap. Uh, we don't know. Maybe or maybe we don't know how far he's going to take it with them either. Like we don't know if it, the whole thing is going to go into trial or whatever. Like even we, if it doesn't go to trial, though, those guys are probably charging a shitload. Oh yeah, they probably took a big retainer. They probably took a hundred k retainer. That's probably where the hundred k number came from. Right. His his rates like twelve hundred fifty bucks an hour. So I mean, uh, Chestnuts. That's that's what his rate is. But it may be kind of stuck, right? It it kind of sounded like from what they said to the press, uh, these these lawyers. It kind of sounded like that they they didn't say this directly, but it kind of seemed indirectly. It, it was implied that they're just telling Mike on, well, you, you got to come back and face this. If you don't, there's not much we can do at the moment. I, they they may have told him that. You know, they'll they'll gladly take his money, but uh, if he won't cooperate and come back to face the charges, there's not a whole lot they can do. Uh, at least I would think that that they can't. So. All right, Kev Math, uh, let's see, you have anything else? Uh, uh, player of the Year. Player, that's player oh, of the yes. Year. Yeah. Yes, I you oh, the Player of the Year, yes. And then I also want to talk, before we get to that, let's talk about you being the Play Money King. Yes, but yes, I'm a Ploop champion. That, so, that's why. <laughs> so the scoop on yeah, Poker Stars, the, 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 the spring championship of online poker, yeah. uh, the one where Terrence Chan once uh, won the, the high and the, and the medium event of the, of the exact same uh, form yeah. of poker, uh, that... that you want a play money version of the scoop because yeah. you, you can't play yeah. on poker stars being in the U.S. Uh, with a you know, fairly big field. You won one and you final tabled another. Now, yeah. how many play chips did you win from this? Uh, well, for the first, uh, actually, I got pulled up. The the event I won, it was um, the buy-in was 200,000 play chips. And it, just to set, take an aside here, it's not like I, I've been constantly playing play money on poker stars. It's just like, the play, the ploop, or they call it the play scoop. I call it the ploop because it just sounds funnier. Just to call it the ploop. Um, they had they, it's something that they did last year to say you know when they started the scoop, they did the scoop. They had a play money version for all us Americans and all the people who were too cheap to. The, the, you can buy the thing is you can you can buy play money on Poker Stars, and it's you know it's like some outright outrageous, uh, maybe out outrageous or not, but it's, you can buy play money chips, which can I can you still sell. Can you still transfer it and sell them to people? Yeah, that's or? a good question. You you can that you can transfer. I know you can transfer play chips to players. I don't know if there's like a limit on that, but um, I know there's I've, like if you right click on someone on the poker stars client, and you can definitely transfer play chips. But um, so the event that I won, uh, this was a two hundred thousand play chip buy, and it was also a Progressive bounty. So basically, you started with you started uh, you have bounty on yourself of forty five. It was like a total bounty of ninety thousand. Hmm. Forty five thousand was on you, and then if you knock out a player, like half of their bounty would go into yours. So you would get like so if like I knocked someone else that that had um, a ninety thousand bounty, I would get forty five thousand chips, and then the other forty five thousand would go into this other account. 
So like it would basically like you would have a huge bounty on your head towards the end because you could have like millions of chips that are on your head if you get if you get knocked out that someone else can win. Um, and basically it was uh, the it was um, you know, they got like about four hundred and fifty players and I just like ran like ran like the sun and got incredibly lucky and, and it was just like it's play money. It's not like I mean it's sort of like. Play money is like taken seriously by a lot of people because there's like, you know, you buy play chips, you can play like they have like uh, tournaments that have like 50 million play chip buy-ins, 100 million, even they have like a billion play chip event, which is <laughs> it's just like it's it's, it's like ridiculous. So you think like why? I mean, again, in this, when you're in the states, you know, it's sort of like you can't play for real money, but I mean, there's people outside the U.S. who are playing for play money and they're spending, you know. Spending money on play chips, which is just silly wow. to me. So, so, so what? I'm sorry. Looking. So, what exactly did you win from that one? You have a 200k buy-in, uh, and what did you win? Uh, I won seven million play chips, and then I also won my bounty. So it was like I won like about eleven million play chips. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds impressive, but you're talking about billion buy-in events. It sounds like you're still play chip poor. Uh, well, I mean, I, I have right now about I, I have eight digits in play chips, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like I'm I'm gonna be rolling up and playing like a one million play chip. Okay, event. so I got, you're, I, you're I have this, I, you know, I, I have to manage my. I have to have some sort of play play my bankroll management. I see. Okay. So, well, you know, the good thing here is it's too bad you're not playing any World Series events because even if you win something like that, it, it can like it can invoke a psychological feeling to where you feel more confident. And if, and if you're Daniel Negreanu, you may actually, may actually believe it influences the card. So. Uh, Wait, is this for real? We're we talking about a play money tournament. No, no, play, yeah. Kev, Kev Math won a play money tournament, and then he final tabled another. He's killing the play money games. The yeah, people play the, like the, the the high stakes play money tournaments. The people actually play it like a real tournament. I mean, do they play it seriously? Yeah, how is like, the play yeah. there? Yeah, how yeah, is the play there? Actually, it's like you'll if you like look at they have what's something called the Sunday Billion, which is basically <laughs> I think the buy-in is fifty million. And like Barry, like Barry Greenstein and Chris Mindmaker have like played this event many times. Because I mean, again, that which, is sort of, which again is sort of odd that you know it's like they're team poker stars pros and they're playing these play money events, but it's sort of like they have to. It's not like they can play. Right. I mean, they they can leave the country obviously and play scoops or whatever. Well, they're probably they're required some, to by their contract or something. Yeah, I, I I assume that part of the requirement is that you know they have to play some of these. Play money events but but other than the play chips that you win, that that's that's all you get. There's you don't get a yeah. watch. No, I was hoping to get I was hoping to get a, a fake bracelet out of this, but uh, unfortunately that appears not to be the case. Well, you and, know and, uh, this this one tournament you won. How long did it take to play? Uh, I gotta look it up here real quick. I think it was like four hours. Oh, okay. Like yeah, it wasn't like I mean, it's the structure is relatively quick. So it's not uh, like the, it's not like the World Series of Poker main event where you come back on day seven to win the uh, the scoop. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's, I mean. It, it usually, like, it's like three or four mid le- mid levels. I mean, you know, the bigger bigger buying events, you know, it's a little like six or eight minutes, something like that. But okay. guess well, congratulations there, and uh, you know, it's, so so you're, I, I guess you're not going to play any event, or you think you might play some at the very end of the World Series before the main? Uh, I doubt. I mean, again, because I'm going to be it's, I'm going to be working, um, you know, like I said, doing my usual job at Bluff.com. So it's sort of like I can't play an event, and I mean, I don't, you know, I. Don't play that much anyway. It's you know, it's just nice to play like an event, you know, like a couple of times a year, and you know, yeah. I'm sort of. What happy you played was you played the main last year, wasn't that the? Yeah, where you I, got staked by a couple of pros to play in the main event. Uh, yeah, a lot of pros. Yeah, they basically free rolled free rolled me. And I had uh, they they basically sold action at one point five, which again is incredibly insane. That's that sold action one point five, but I had a third of myself 
And I mean, you know, I was hoping I unfortunately did not make day two either, so which I was sort of upset about that. I wanted were to make really, were you really nervous playing when it first started? Did it take you a while to calm down? Uh, I mean I actually I'd played I'd played the main event in two thousand twelve as well, and actually that time I'd actually had some of my own money. I that sold action, obviously. Um and I was I was probably more nervous then, but again, you know, playing it last year was I sort of felt that same way and I had done a little bit better, but then it was just like the two times I've played, I've been eliminated in the last hour of day one. And yeah. it's sort of like, I, I sort of wanted to get to day two, even if I had like, like 5,000 chips. I just, I just wanted to make day two. It's just that, yeah. it was just that it's a barrier that I wanted to break. And unfortunately it didn't happen year those times. Yeah. Well, that shows you though, how, how beloved uh, Kev math was that uh, a bunch of people got together to, you know, pretty much buy him in last year. Uh, just for what, what he did was, for poker. What was, what was the backlash again? I remember. I'm not. I mean, I'm well, just being. I, wasn't there some? Oh, uh, because that because he because there's something he, wrong there's, with there, it. Yeah, they're they're saying that he covers. They, they confused him as as kind of like someone who uh, like a referee or something. They, they, no, they confused like him a, like like he like he's someone who writes editorials, and they're afraid that he's going to be uh, uh, you know too nice to the people who are buying him in. But Kev Math doesn't write editorials. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I that's write ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I write articles, but it's not like I'm writing editorials or I'm like. When I, I mean, the stuff I do is just behind-the-scenes stuff for the Bluff.com website. It's not like I'm writing glowing, article, glowing profiles about all these people. It's just – and I sort of got up – I mean, it was it was really basically one person. And then I sort of did a tweet, and I sort of was very passive-aggressive about it. I said – I basically tweeted a link to the article and said that I have no comment about this. And then everyone else sort of responded. Oh, good. I mean, that's, that's so stupid. I mean, if it's a, I, anybody who's been deserve who's been observing has seen that, uh, Kev math has done so much on his own time, uh, for the poker community to inform everyone of, of, you know, anything that's worth knowing and, uh, you know, for really nothing in return. And I know he eventually got the bluff job, but, uh, that, that wasn't part that's of awesome. the job. So, so, so a lot of people in poker, Appreciated it and said, "Hey, we'll we'll kick some money together and, and put him in the main event. That's a nice thing. It's a good and, story. And for and, someone to try to turn that down is is crappy." Yeah, so, yeah I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. I mean, I can sort of understand the the writer's point to a degree, but it's sort of it's sort of odd that he would just sort of be that he would just sort of attack me like that. And I, like I said, I was very passive aggressive towards it. Um, I, that's fine. You, you had yeah. a right to be. But I mean, I mean, you. I mean, you said. Yeah, you know. I remember when I listened when you talked about me after that happened, and it was like you said nice things, and I certainly appreciate that. So I mean, you know. I mean, forgive, forgive me for my ignorance. What do you do again for Bluff now? My my title at Bluff is I am the manager of poker information. So basically, my main goal, my main role at Bluff is I handle Bluff Player of the Year. I handle you know basically handle the tournament results and do you know basically just like. It's not like you know, um, to like player, putting results and player pro, the player profiles that bluff, not the actual writing of the articles, but it's just sort of things like that, the back end sort of stuff for bluff. And that's right. uh, so, and that's I mean, I know we'll eventually get to this shortly because I mean, I sort of have an, um, I was involved you know for several years with because bluff used to run WSP Player of the Year, and which we are not doing this year and. Uh, certain people have uh, taken issue to the yeah, so, so are, are we are we segueing to the player of the yes, year? We, we can do yeah, that here. Yeah, let's, let's segue to that. It's the player um, of the year. Yeah, well, that, now that's a gigantic mess. So let wait, me... I'm sorry. Hold on. Before, just one last question uh, before you get to that. Being in the know in, in, in the poker media, what is your prediction 
on how the coverage is going to be this year of the WSOP since Poker News is not going to be handling it for the first time in like a decade? Uh, I think yeah, there's going to be some Poker News employee. I think I think I think they're going to do. I think there's going to be issues at the start. Um, I mean, it's sort of like it happens. It sort of like happens every year. I think there's some poker. There's some, some former poker news employees that are going to be part of the live updates, and there's going to be people that work with us that are doing updates. I think it'll be fine. I think there may be some issues at the beginning, but again, it's sort of like it's basically a bunch of people just being thrown together. And, you know, and yeah. it's like they, they never really worked as a team. And I think there'll be some rough spots, but I think towards the end, it, it'll be fine. That, that, I wonder if they're going to let you still self-report your chips. That really helped uh, letting people do it through their phone, report where their chips stack. Well, that app was through poker. News, I know. So that's, what that's what I'm wondering if the WSOP will have their own version, or if you won't be able to do I that. I doubt anymore. it. Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm sort of curious if they'll have something. Um, that they, would be. I mean, I think. I mean, Poker News is going to have some people there. I mean, they can't do live updates, obviously, but they can do features. They can. I'm sure they would promote their uh, their chip. You know, the uh, chip stack ship stack thing that they had. I think they would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I hope they have something like that. I, I remember seeing uh, uh, Huck Seed at, at, at the 5K limit in 2012. He was laying into a Poker News employee so hard because Huck Seed started out well that day and then towards the end of the day got short stacked and was in a very bad mood. And he's still getting he's getting all these texts from people going, "All right, I see you at the top of the leaderboard. You're you're kicking ass, man. Keep going." And he's like he's sitting here almost busted. He was furious, so yeah. he did, he couldn't stand it. He blew up and, and some poor employee who had you know nothing to do with this about how incompetent they are. And like it, it was, a, I even tried to get in the middle and say, "Look, it wasn't this guy. You know, they're just always kind of behind. They just don't have enough people." And like you know, but he, yeah. he he didn't listen. He just kept going on. So um, I, I found that. The, the reporting of chip counts, they just didn't have enough people out there to do it. And well, that, that was my next question. Do you know if the workforce is going to be roughly the same in terms of manpower, or are they going to have less people? Uh, I, do, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I think it's, it's, sort, of the, it's sort of a tough thing. I mean, being in the poker media for you know expect, extensive period of time, I mean, I know people have laid in the poker news for several years. Sometimes it's deserved. I mean, because they get hands wrong, and it's it's not the easiest job in the world. It's sort it's it it can be very irritating. You know, for certain players, don't get recognized, or certain people they get a hand wrong and they get upset. At poker news. I mean, they're all trying to do their the best job that they can. That's why they were hired by poker news. And I think some people sort of it, it's not like they they work long shifts and it's you know it's fifty straight days. You know, I mean, of course, they have days off, whatever. But it's 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 a it's a huge grind. And yeah, I don't blame them for this. I, it's just that they're it's understaffed, and it's mm-hmm. I, I felt having an app where people can report their own chip counts uh, was mm-hmm. very good. And then you could have answers to people like uh, um, like Huck Seed of okay, if this is so important to you to have your chip stack accurately reflected, then you know, bring your smartphone and update your own app. So like that's I don't think they had that app at that point in 2012, but I I, I found that was very useful, and it was also useful for people following me because I have people who. Uh, I, I tweet about my chips too, but I have others who just kind of check uh, right. the WSOP.com, and I, I found it a little annoyed too if, if I'd get people go, you know, t- texting me, oh, I see you're kicking ass and I'm already out. Like it's, it's, yeah, Didn't they yeah. want Struff, like you busted in a day one and they still had you late. Oh, in no, day that was, two my, that was my own fault. I, I accidentally put myself oh. at, I accidentally put myself at a final table. 
By, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By, uh, I, I, this is what happened. Wait, how do you accidentally put yourself I'll on tell a you, final I'll table? tell you how it is. It, it, it's a, a fault in the app. It shouldn't let you do this. It, it should be once you put yourself as busted, you shouldn't be able to unbust yourself, but, uh, or at least after a certain amount of time passes. Well, w- what happened was I last had the update on that particular event. So I busted. I, I, I updated myself as busted, and then I left. Then I closed the app. I have no reason to use it. Next day I come to play, or two days later I come to play like you know, some new event, and I I update a small change in my stack from like forty five hundred to fifty one hundred. So I go do that, and I'm and still at the, the old you're one. Like 10th and chips. I updated yeah. the old one, so then I'm yeah, so then I'm tenth in chips at the final table with fifty one hundred, while the next guy has uh, you know two hundred thousand, and uh, and and I can't. So then I try to bust myself. But I can't get myself off there because I'm still listed as like 10th place at this point. So everyone's thinking I finished 10th place. So finally I, I tweeted to Poker News saying, hey, there's a, a problem here. Can you just remove me? It's like I, I was afraid they were going to think – of all things, this is the 10K limit event where I was like one of the first ones out last year. And I, I was afraid people would think I was bitter about it and was trying to like just put myself at the final table to show off. Or something. Like I, I wanted to make sure no one got the wrong idea that I was trying to screw with it. So. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, there's there's always an issue of people doing uh, various hijinks going on where people put themselves in events or yeah. they, they 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 put like they have a hundred thousand chips in level one or something stupid. Yeah, like I've that. seen a few of those too. So yeah, so I wonder if the World Series of Poker will have that app. I don't even know uh, now. Anybody who's listening, by the way, uh, who who is going to be playing the World Series, and you want to post any uh, tweet updates on Poker Fraud Alert without having to go on Poker Fraud Alert, you if you Tweet with hashtag PFA and then the two-digit event number. So if it's a single digit, it would be like 05 for event 5 and you know, 20 for event 20. So like P- hashtag PFA 20. And then it will auto-post for that event. The only thing is you have to go look at the 2015 World Series of Poker form and make sure that I have a thread for your event. Uh, if it's one I'm not playing or that I haven't been told to add, then I, I will not have added it. But uh, uh, other than that, if you just tell me, I'll add a thread, and then you can auto-post that way. You don't even have to have an account on Poker Fraud Alert. You can post there. That, that's I, I do that for all the events I do. It's why you always see like a PFA, whatever, hashtag. So, mm-hmm. all right, so let's talk yeah. about Player of the Year. Uh, this this is a disaster in my opinion. Uh, this – I got a message. I, I'm on the, the mailing list for Seth Polanski and uh, for the mm-hmm. media for – World Series of Poker, and I got a thing. World Series of Poker is, has a partnership with the Global Poker Index to handle our Player of the Year. So I, I kind of say, who cares? Like I, I don't pay that much attention to Player of the Year. I don't even play enough events to ever really qualify for it. Even if I had a wonderful series, I mean, I guess if I won like every event I played, I would. But you know, that's never going to happen. So I don't pay attention to it that much. So I kind of just shrugged it. I, I didn't even read the press release that much. Until I saw a tweet from uh, from Jess Wellman, who's uh, also someone been long time in poker media, and uh, and with she, she was complaining about Player of the Year. Now she worked for the World Series for some time, yes, and sure. uh, um, I, I knew if she is complaining about it, and she seems like a pretty smart girl. So I'm thinking if she is writing an article complaining about it, it's got to really be awful. So I, I read her article and I agreed with her 100 percent that this is the dumbest system ever. And is going to lead to very likely a ridiculous player of the year. Uh, so, uh, the the problem in a nutshell with the player of the year formula, because you have to use a formula to determine who is player of the year. It's not a 
uh, a subjective there's thing. A, there's not a vote. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not, not like sub- Daniel Crown's going to win. Yeah, it's not a subjective thing going, uh, yeah, I think this guy had a pretty good World Series. Okay, he's player of the year. It's not like that. This, it's not like a, you know, baseball's player of the week. This is a, a, form, a mathematical formula. Uh, this formula was it, – it was created very poorly. It was, it was created – I mean, to start off with, Epic Poker – this used to be – GPI used to be part of Epic Poker. That was <laughs> – any Duke had a part in creating the original formula. That's not surprising. Yeah. So, and so this was – I'm sorry to interrupt, but this was something that they were using – to determine who would be part of the Epic Poker field of oh great so so the Epic oh, that's, Poker that's League where it started with. yeah so the Epic Poker League who did like everything wrong I guess they had the hand in this I, I didn't know that so uh, the problem with this formula the main problem is that um, it puts way too much value on big buy-in events and way too little value on those very large field small buy-in events kind of like the mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the with Colossus, which, uh, you know, if you win the Colossus, let's say we do get 20, 21,000, like uh, Kev Math is predicting. If you win a 21,000 person World Series tournament, that should give you a lot of points for Player of the Year. It should, but it doesn't. So listen to some of these ridiculous things that uh, Jess Wellman calculated. And the way she calculated it was, aside from the Colossus, where she was just, you know, doing est- guesses about the field because we've never had it before, well, for everything. For everything else she calculated, she was using as if the 2014 numbers for that same event occurred again in 2015. What one thing one thing to, to make note of is that they put in there's a there's caps on the buy-in and on the field size. For the buy-in, it used to be twenty like anything above twenty five thousand is just to be treated like, like like the one drop high roller, which is 111k, or the players championship is 50k. It it treats the buy-in as twenty five thousand. Oh, interesting. So, which is which is one of the which is they one. sort of do that again. It's just sort of like not have like whoever wins one drop wins player of the year or whatever. Yeah, just win. And, and then the other thing that they cap is they cap the field size. Yeah, that's the field, dumb. The field size is capped at twenty seven hundred, which basically means if you you know win pretty much every one k at fifteen hundred is going to probably get at least twenty seven hundred. You figure for the most part. Yeah, so so that's I mean that's that's a big mistake. I understand how they kept the buy-in just so people can't buy uh, buy the player of the year title by just entering the super high buy-in events, but uh, the, capping the field size is ridiculous. But okay, so here's here's some outrageous things that Jess Wellman found by running these calculations on uh, this new global poker index formula for World Series Player of the Year. If you min cash the main event, and keep in mind this year the main event, there are a thousand places guaranteed for min cash, and they're unlikely to get ten thousand people this year to play. So they've never had that. So so if they get the usual, you know, six thousand, six sixty five hundred, seven thousand people, you're going to have uh, a healthy percentage cashing with a thousand cashing. So if you min cash the main event in a thousand place, you get ninety eight or so points, ninety eight points. If you win. The Colossus, you get 101.7 points. <laughs> so, so min-cashing the main event with a thousand, thousandth place out of maybe 6,500, 7,000 people, you, you beat about 86% of the field. For some reason, that's worth the same as winning the Colossus with 20,000 people. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's another, uh, another good one. Uh, again, if you win the Colossus with 20,000 entries, you get 101.7 points. If you win 
one of those one k no limit holdem entries uh, events with two thousand entries, you get two hundred twenty eight points. <laughs> so you you get double the points for winning a one k event uh, with a tenth number of people playing. Two thousand you beat uh, two thousand people, you get two hundred twenty eight points. You beat twenty thousand people, you get one hundred one points. So uh, one one other thing to know is that the GPR formula basically has sets their base at one thousand. And as the Colossus is under 1,000, it's basically a fraction of the base. So, like, let's say the base was, um, we'll just say 1. As, so, like, well, they they use, like, 0.5 or whatever. They're, gonna, they're using not the full percent. So that's part of the reason why winning the Colossus gets you so few points, because yeah. it's under that base amount. Yeah, they're, they're like, cutting it in half or, yes. so, or close to half. So uh, now here's another one. Let's say you have... A World Series that everyone could only dream about. You win the Colossus, then you come back and you win the Monster Stack, and you come back and win the Millionaire Maker, and for good measure, you play the little one for one drop. You don't mind that uh, the hundred eleven dollars is uh, um, you know that comes off the top, and that they're still fully raking the tournament, which they shouldn't be. But uh, you play that anyway and win that too. So you win all four of these: the Colossus, the little one for one drop, the Monster Stack, and the Millionaire Maker. You will get a total of a thousand and four points. What if you? But what about somebody who doesn't play any of those and only plays the one-drop high roller and wins it? That's the uh, the hundred eleven k event, and plays the main event and finishes fiftieth. Well, that person will get a hundred and eight point a thousand. Sorry, a thousand and eight points. <laughs> so you you get more points for. Taking 50th in the main event and winning the one drop with like 36 people, than you do for winning Colossus, Little One for One Drop, Monster Stack, and Millionaire Maker. Winning all four of those, you would finish behind someone who, fin- who wins the one drop and takes 50th in the main. Unbelievable. Uh, here's another good one. These are all Jess Wellman's points, by the way. I didn't come up with these. Uh, another good one. The very most you will earn for winning one of these $1,500 buy ins. Of uh, no limit hold'em would be three hundred thirty-three point one four points. So about three hundred thirty-three points. That's also the same number of points you'll be getting for getting ninety-third in the main event. <laughs> uh, now, the most you can possibly earn at one of the thousand-dollar no limit hold'em events is two hundred thirty-seven. That's equivalent to two hundred forty-seventh place in the main event. <laughs> Now, who do you think had a better World Series? Someone who finished 247th in the main event or someone who wins one of those uh, big field 1K No Limit Hold'em events? What is the more impressive thing to have done? Uh, it, it, it's a joke. Uh, finally, if you min-cash the one drop, you get 231 points. If you min-cash the Poker Players Championship, that's 238 points. So together... That's uh, about 470 points. If you min-cash both the one-drop and the Poker Player Championship. Most of the events of the World Series, there is no way to earn that many points by winning it. So it's better to min-cash those two than winning most events at the World Series. So that's, uh, again, just crazy that uh, min-caches get rewarded so much. So uh, even though they're attempting to stop people from being able to buy the Player of the Year Championship by 
capping the uh, the value that they're giving in points at twenty five thousand. You know, treating anything above twenty five thousand as if it was twenty five thousand for point calculation purposes. Uh, they're not going far enough to where min caching at these high buy in events just gets you a ton of points, and winning these huge field fifteen hundred thousand dollar five hundred sixty five dollar events gets you way too little. So. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the player of the year, obviously, but I have a feeling it's going to be someone who does not deserve it and someone who just happened to do well at these small field high buy-in events and, and does well at a few of them. And that's that's a, a – I mean, can you imagine if someone won Colossus, little one for one drop, Monster Stack, and the Millionaire Maker, and they probably still won't win player of the year? That yeah, would... I mean, that's – I think that's that's the issue that Jess was, was – I mean, like you said, you basically detailed Jess's blog there. And I think it's an issue that – it's, it's an issue that's been, like, um, you know, Bluff had done player of the year the past five years, and we had our formula. And, I mean, I think the issue that was coming up was, again, the higher buy events are weighted heavy, you know, you earn more points. What we sort of try to do was, like, have, we try to have, like, you know, sort of make it a balance. And an issue that that's come up is, like, basically, like, it's, like, it's allegedly set up for big-name players to win player of the year. And it's sort of like, it's not like you if you win. We'll say. Well, I'll give an example from a couple of years ago. Like Antonio Spandari won one drop. He won the million dollar one drop. He won twenty one million or whatever. And people were sort of worried that they he wins that he wins player of the year. So he won that event. He went to Europe, which Europe is uh, was is also part of the player of the year for WSOP purposes. Yeah. And he won a bracelet there, and he he did he had those two great results, and he did not finish in the top ten. Uh, that was a, now Daniel Negreanu won that year because he won, he won the he won APAC, he won the High Aurora in Europe, and then he you know he had other great results. But it's sort of the issue that sort of comes up and it, we, that we may see here is someone could win the main event, no other caches, and could win Player of the Year. And it's sort of like Player of the Year is supposed to be like it's a it's your results over a series of events. It's not yeah. like you one huge cache, you win, and that's. And that's a, that's the issue that people are ha- like you're having, and other people have had on Twitter and on two plus two. It's sort of like they sort of worry that you can do you can min cash ten k's and win player of the year, and not not win not win a bracelet. You shouldn't get not, that much. Like, like for min cashing these big buy in events, yes, you're up against a tougher field for the most part, mm-hmm. but um, you're still playing against a small field. And if you run well and if you're you know semi competent at the game. You can min cash, and you shouldn't be getting a, a huge reward for min cashing in these. It, 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 even winning these, it, it's it's easier than winning a giant field event. And and anybody who who wins or or goes very deep in several big field events, I think has had an extremely impressive World Series and is deserving of of Player of the Year. Not not somebody who who min caches high buy in event. There shouldn't be these these big rewards for high buy-in. High buy-in should only mean a little bit more because you're playing against tougher players. The amount you're winning shouldn't be material because there you have to spend money to make money. There's a lot of people who would enter these the, the Poker Players Championship for 50K if they had 50K to enter with, but a lot of people can't do it because they can't afford it uh, or, or just don't want to risk 50K. There shouldn't be a reward of being willing to spend money or having the money to spend to enter high buy-in events. It should, there should, the only adjustment should be based upon the assumption that some of these high buy-in events are tougher with the people, the people you face. But yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I certainly agree, understand your point and I, I agree as well. It's the issue is like basically 
like when we've had player of the year, and you know, I am admittedly I am being biased because I was, you know, I can't was at Bluff, you know, we sort of were proud to have the WSOP um, player of the year. And again, it's sort of like you had it wasn't like you had two great results and you win player of the year. It was like like for example, like Greg Merson was someone who had the he won the bracelet in Vegas. You know, he won he won that uh, he won the six max event. And then he won the main event, and he had to actually win the main event. To pass Phil Helmers to win Player of the Year that year because um, you've had so you had so many second places he won the WSP Europe event but it was like it's sort of like it was like several results it wasn't one or two and then you win and that's which is the point that you know Jess yourself were bringing up it's sort of like if someone wins like a 10k and then it gets like a third they shouldn't like win Player of the Year yeah it, someone, it, you know, William McFML is bringing up something good in, uh, in chat now, this is another thing that I think should be considered. It shouldn't just be what you cash. It also should have to do with, with what you enter. Uh, he said you could win World Series of Poker Player of the Year and still be down overall for the series. And th- that should never – just like I, I hate – and I know this is this happens anyway, but uh, I hate when basketball teams make the playoffs when they're under 500. I, I, it just drives me up the wall that a losing team can go into the playoffs and presumably you know, possibly win the championship, uh, even though it would be unlikely. I just don't think you deserve a spot in the playoffs if you have a losing record. Similarly, I, I don't think that if you had a losing World Series, you could be player of the year. Again, that just means you could sink a lot of money and time into playing tournaments. And uh, I, I think a player of the year should be someone who, as you said, consistently does well and, and consistently wins or runs very deep in a number of events and uh, didn't have to play an obscene number of events to make that happen, that there should be some kind of penalty also for losing. Hundred percent. The the buy-in should definitely count against you, in like the way they keep track of all of this stuff. Because I mean, it's it's basically like playing a cash game. I mean, just because someone won big one night doesn't mean that they're they're a winner or whatever. You know, like it's the same thing with tournaments. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's something that's that's been brought up, uh, based like regarding all-time money lists. You know, it's sort of like you know, you won X amount of dollars, but how much did you lose? Right, and you know, it's it's sort of like I mean, the problem is is that there's there's really no way to keep track of everyone's buy-ins. I mean, we could in the past, WSB has put out the entry list of every event. They stopped doing that a couple of years ago because it's, I think there was issues with privacy or some sort of issue where they wouldn't put out who, everyone who played the event. And I think one of the reasons for it, besides the you know player of the year or you know money earned. It's sort of like if you, you know, if you're backing someone, and let's say they claim to play X event and then they didn't, you know, that's sort of an issue that you would have with that player. It's sort of, I know people would like if basically someone claimed to play an event and then they didn't, they just yeah. they, they roll the person, that, which is that that would sort of be a player protection thing, which I would think would sort of overrule. You know, issues with privacy. Or, in my yeah, opinion, and, and they are showing who plays them now. Like Sharkscope keeps track of that now. You can look up people's uh, live results. Well, they've done that for a while. Yeah. No. Well, the, no, well, I mean, is in the past you could like if you go like to 2012, you could. I, I don't know if they still have the the PDFs, but you could see every person who entered an event at the WSOP. But they must have that still because Sharpscope's using that data. No, no, I think they. I don't think that if you look for like last year, 2013, I think they've gotten rid of that. You may, you may, unless they cashed or something. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, they they did get rid of that. I think maybe because of Sharpscope. I don't. 
Really? Because, I, I, because I, I, know, I, know, Scope... I know I know what you're. I know I've seen that myself. No, I think I think they had me for 2014 because I remember I just looked myself up and I saw that uh, my Sharkscope World Series results were down because I didn't have a good year last year, whereas it was up much higher in 13 because I finished fifth in, in the 5K limit. So I, I, I'm pretty sure they have 14 up there. That's why I took my results down. I mean, uh, I should have, have a waiver you have to sign that releases everything. I mean, well, it's the only well, good way to keep track of this stuff. It's like, who cares if somebody has $22 million in caches? Well, the thing is, that they, they don't, here's, here's the point. You don't have to even publish that. To, to compute player of the year, the World Series keeps track of it. So the World yeah. Series, they have that internal information, and uh, and they they can they can go into the formula. There should be a formula that they tell you that uh, uh, it, there should be something in there that has to do with how much you actually won versus how much you bought in for. Or at least uh, the the number of events you won versus how many you entered. There's got to be something like that because, uh, um, you know, if you enter four events and run really deep in three, that's a lot more impressive than running deep four times out of nineteen. So, mm-hmm. so that's another thing that should be considered, in my opinion. So, yeah, but this this is the worst system. I mean, we're talking about smaller things to adjust now. These these are obvious things that needed to be changed, and hopefully they will. Uh, hopefully they'll listen and change this rather than just uh, stick to the status quo. So. Uh, let's let's see what else yeah. we, what else we have yeah. here. Uh, just I'm I'm, lo- I'm looking at Sharkscope right now, and I'm looking at a determined search by ID, and then I clicked on live events. It says WSP 2010, 11, and 12. And basically, like the other events, it's like actually like WPT actually has a waiver because like you if you can find it on the WPT website, you can see people the number of events, number of tournaments a player has entered. If you, like search for them, it's it's a little tedious, but you can see. Player X has played this many tournaments, and it's it's which is sort of interesting, I think. And I wish the WSOP did that themselves, but it's something that they did for a couple of years and then they stopped. This is interesting. JSTAT says maybe you can verify this. I, I always look at these uh, when I try to see who I'm playing against the next day when I make a day two. Um, <laughs> I, I see something like D, uh, do not report at the end, and I, I thought it was just people who uh, didn't fill out their forms right. Is it people who just don't? Bag it up right and, and put forms yeah, in there, or, yeah, or, def- or is it, or is it, is it uh, yeah. intentionally uh, saying I don't want to be listed? Uh, I think it's it, there could be a lot. Of things. I think there's people who just like someone who just like leaves and then just does you know they want to get out of there and go to bed or do whatever and they just leave and then someone just they put do not report um, or like the names illegible or it's there's there's it's it's sort of a catch all category for people who for whatever reason, don't want to put their name on their chips. And, I mean, they, they would have – they should have their slips, so they have at least that. But it's, it is kind of annoying at times when to see DNR, and yep. sometimes they don't even report the chips, and it's sort of like – it's. I, I like when it looks like one chip. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I, think, well, I think that's just a placeholder. They just have to put something – they can't put zero because yeah. they request. So they have to put one. And it is, it, like I said, one having one chip. Or I've seen people write – Incorrect number like hundred thousand one and it's just like or people like count the number they they sort of like count the number of chips in their bag. <laughs> it's you know it's people have just can, can be completely clueless at, at the end of the day. And again, it's like they fight ten hours and sort of like get me out. Yeah, of I, have, I have a question, Kev Math. Um, somebody else was just asking me this, or I was talking about, and I didn't know the answer. This year, with them having a uh, this Colossus event in. It being a five hundred sixty-five dollar buy-in, I know um, the first satellites for the World Series are going to start a week from today. Do you know 
or just assume that they were, they're going to have satellites in the lower limits that they normally wouldn't have just for this event. Like I'm saying, like a fifty dollar satellite or eighty dollar satellites for people to try to get into the Colossus. I know they've done it in the past. I mean, like on the first couple, of the, like you know. For the well, I'm just saying. I know normally they only have like I think the like lowest I've ever. Yeah, right. I'm talking about one tables, but in the past I've only seen I think the lowest like one hundred sixty five dollars because you know all events are usually fifteen hundred, and I think even I've seen a couple. They're a little cheaper when they started having the thousand dollar events, but right, for like, something this small, yeah, yeah, like one twenty fives. I think they've so I know what they've what they've done in the past couple. They have like um, at eight, they run up at eight a.m. Uh, they have seventy five dollar turbos, and they pay you a, a five hundred dollar lammer and like twenty bucks cash or something like that. And they 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 run those every day at the WSOP. So like if, like people want to pick up lammers. Uh, you know, to buy into other events, they have AM is a seventy-five. I believe it's a one six at ten AM. They have a one sixty-five turbo, which will pay fifteen hundred in lammers, and th- those are those run every day. And of course, they they also have one. Ta- they'll have the single tables, right? In that area. I just wondered if they have like you know eighty-five dollars satellite or fifty. You know, because now they're you know they're trying to get the the low end buy. You know, five hundred sixty-five dollar buy, and they've never had a tournament like that before. So right. I don't know. I was, Someone just was asking me if they came to Vegas, if they'd have small stake satellites, you know, for people that really can't afford or just even wanted to try to win the buy-in instead of, you know, buying yeah. indirectly. I would I think they, I would think I would because it's, there's going to be two days of run up up to the Colossus. I think they would, they would run like a seventy dollar satellite or something. Yeah, I would like, think like, so too. Like a like I, I don't think it's going to be multi. It's not going to be. They'll do no, just a one table. Yeah, they'll do one. Ta- I would think they're going to do one tables for those events at least for the first couple of days, because hmm. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to want to do that to buy- to get a buy-in for the classes. Okay. And 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 I think going back, I'm backtracking quite a bit here, but I mean, pre-registration is over. It's basically you could you could go to the Rio right now to the main cage and buy into the classes. Yeah, yeah, I know someone who did that. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, it's sort of like you could, you know, walk in, pay your five sixty five per flight, whatever. I mean, Wait, you you're could, saying you could go right now. Yes, I you can go I right. I know so, was, yes, I know yeah. someone who already has it. Their seat. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah For some yeah, reason, could, I thought it was next Wednesday was when the cage that's opened. The, and that's, that's the main cage. The cage at oh, the WCP. You so can, I can go, go to, down there tonight or tomorrow, can, whatever. Yeah, you can go to the real main cage now. The thing is, again, I talked about this with Trump. It's sort of like it's sort of been hit and miss about. You know, you can find someone who knows what they're doing regarding WSP registration at the real teacher. That's why I've seen on Twitter is, you know, some people have, like, no idea. Oh, so you'll like, get there and say, I want to buy in for the World Series. What? No, like, that's, that's a week yeah, from now. They're supposed, to, you know, they're supposed to be, like, a dedicated window oh, for wow. that. Okay. But, yeah, you can re- you can register for any event. At the, you can register for any WSP event right now at the real main case. Druff, which flight are you playing? Well, uh, I'm planning to play C. I'm just hoping C is not uh, sold out by the time I try to buy it. And I will be playing D. Well, that's what yeah, that's I, my that's my backup if C doesn't work. <laughs> I, I, when when do you get? When would you be in town? Uh, late. Uh, that, that's that's the problem. Uh, going to come like like late at night and uh, on the twenty eighth, the twenty ninth. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I may be in bad shape. Like, the yeah, lines are the I lines think, aren't think, concerning. I'm not worried about the lines. I'm worried about the uh, sold out situation. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the best thing. To do, I mean, I would think of it if it was close. Wait, Druff, when did you say you're getting here? It's 29th, and I, I can't do it earlier. 29th. What that is a is that Friday? Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be Friday. I guess Friday night because Oof. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of cutting it close. 
Yeah, especially it looks like the, especially like the morning flights are going to be a little bit bigger, anyways, uh, for both for uh, A and C. Yeah, I mean if I I mean if I have to play D, that's fine. I just don't want to miss it entirely. Right. No, I I don't, I. Again, they, they, they're like that link I posted in the chat. They, they're hope, they're hoping to accommodate no, I, at least six. I know you want to play at from the start. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do this level six crap. Like I did that with the I did that with the monster stack, and then I, I just couldn't get any cards, and then I just mm-hmm. uh, and it was a pretty aggressive table, so like I couldn't just uh, you know bully people or anything. So I, I was really just shut out, and I and I and I just got kind of blinded down to ten thousand, and, uh, and then I was short stack the next day. No. Kevmath, tell me, uh, I'm playing a number of events this year. I'm actually playing in more events than I have in about f- five years, four years. Um, is my understanding correct? Every event that's less than a 10K event, you're going to get five times what the buy-in is in chips. Is that accurate? Except for the Colossal, which you're just getting, you're getting 5,000 to start. Is that accurate? Right. Yes, that's correct. It basically, yeah, be, you basically like 1,500 is going to be... Uh, what do they make? I mean, I think it's seventy-five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just... So, if, so a three thousand dollar Omaha event, I'm getting fifteen thousand chips to start. Um, pretty. I'd say ninety-eight percent. I can double check that real quick. But That's I, what assume, I thought I read. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume. I I think you're right, but uh, I'm going to. You're talking about the three thousand oh eight. So, believe me, I'm doing I'm working on the radio. Um, or like the three thousand horrors or the three thousand six handed PLO. Just so you know, you're getting yeah. fifteen thousand to start. Wow. Yeah. What, what event number is that? Um. Well, okay. For instance, the first three thousand, I'm going to play June sixteenth. Okay. There we go. That's right. That's June sixteenth, event thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. I just had to double check here. Uh, yep, fifteen thousand. So yeah, wow. that's pretty much that's five. Amazing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Everything under ten is five times. Wow. It's a lot yeah. of chips. It's good. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting again with. You know, when they've gone from 3X to 5X, it's going to be interesting to see how much longer that extends the tournament. And uh, do you know, standardly from the structure, for example, I'll, I'll stick with what I mentioned, the horse tournament. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they removed any levels to expedite the fact that you're getting so many more chips so it doesn't last four days? These uh, events or no? Well, I'm just looking here real quick. So it's sort of like I'm looking at it. So the limits are 153 for the first two levels and then they go two four for two levels. Oh, okay, so that's so but they okay. Yeah. So basically it's it's pretty I mean much, last year it started out twenty five fifty, so now they're they're bumping it up too to make up for it. So yeah, it's yeah, really so the it's, same yeah. It's kind of the yeah, same thing. It's sort of up limits. But it's not like it's not like um they, they go up like it looks like it goes up every two levels. Well, I'll say this though: it looks like they finally improved the fifteen hundred dollar limit hold'em, which I've complained about for a long time. In fact, I, I suggested this last year when Seth Polanski called me and uh, was unhappy that I was bashing WSB.com. Uh, I I threw into the call that I I thought that they not, not only should they bring back more limit events, limit hold'em, but they should also mimic the situation they have going with the biggest buy-in limit hold'em. And and make it to where certain levels repeat. So you start higher yeah. in the first place, and then repeat some. So mm-hmm. uh, so you get more play at the beginning that's meaningful, and 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 then less of a situation where it just abruptly jumps up in blinds, and all of a sudden it's just a card catching contest. Which uh, so yeah. so they they did that uh, a while back with the a few years ago with the big the 10k yeah, yeah the 10k, 10K 5k but, like but but the 15, 1500 they wouldn't touch, and and he, Seth was actually defending it, saying. Well, this this is what the recreational players want. Sorry, uh, they just want to last for a long. I think I don't know any p- player that wants to play a meaningless level of, of twenty five fifty when they start out. You know, like the, 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 but then uh, later have so few chips that you lose one hand and you're, you're screwed. So uh, 
I see they've changed the. And I just looked at this now, you know, as usual, as usual, producing the show during the show. Uh, I see that uh, the fifteen hundred limit hold'em. You start with seventy five hundred in chips, uh, as, as we just discussed. But uh, the first level fifty one hundred blinds, one hundred two hundred limit. But then you play again hundred two hundred limit, then. Uh, then one fifty three hundred limit, then one fifty three hundred limit again, then two four, then two four again, then, then three six. So, but you you played eight hours, uh, or sorry, then you played three six four six, eight. Yeah, per, yeah, six hours. You, three, 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 yeah. three, yes. So for six hours, you've only gone from hundred two hundred to two hundred four hundred, and uh, so it's only doubled in six hours. And then uh, even by level eight, it only doubles after you know, the next two. So you've played eight hours and stayed between 100, 200, and 400, 800. In fact, after the night, and then it goes 500,000, 600, 1,200. So, so it's, it's a, a structure which doesn't uh, – until it starts getting to where uh, it goes you know, much later, 3,000, 6,000, 4,000, 8,000, there it starts you know, escalating pretty fast. Uh, compared to the chips people have in the tournament, but but uh, the good thing here, and this this is actually an advantage for the better players in the field, is that um, the first eight hours or so are meaningful, but not too meaningful. So where you can uh, uh, get losing hands where you just run bad aren't devastating unless you have a, a number of them, and yet um, winning at the beginning is meaningful. So that's that's I always thought was was much better. What was interesting is Andy Block was one sa- sat next to me and I was talking to him. Oh, this is a nice improvement, and he didn't agree. So this doesn't matter. And he kept trying to give reasons to me why he didn't feel feel that it mattered. I, I felt it it did matter a lot. So, uh, but I, I think that gives an edge to to the better players in that uh, in these limit hold'em events where the great uh, Stu Unger once said about to- poker tournaments that it doesn't matter until the ante start. <laughs> Well, then, then I guess the whole thing doesn't matter because the limit holding is no no answer. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, look, it's uh, uh, I'm glad they improved that. And uh, let's now the fifteen hundred, the fifteen. Let me look at the fifteen hundred, the regular fifteen hundred no limit events. Let me just grab one uh, randomly and let's look at the structure there. Uh, uh, we're just a regular fifteen hundred no limit. And what are they doing this year? Are they giving out vouchers or are they giving you car- points? No, it's, on re- the- it's reward credits. And a China Maniac uh-huh. reported that they delay it at like forty-eight hours. So if you bust and just leave town, you don't get to use them, and then they expire in six months. <laughs> Unbelievable. Or, or it's it's either when the event ends, or it's like forty-eight hours. Sometimes they, they might go in quicker. Someone told me, but I remember mine weren't in there, and then afterwards, try to use it. They're like, you have no points, and then. I think I was uh, like playing at Hollywood or something, and I had them check my card. They're like, "No, you have to go all the way back over there and talk to someone over there." And... <laughs> well, you know what? I wonder, you know, hypothetically, if you registered for a bunch of big buy-in events later in the series, then waited the forty-eight hours, used the comps, then unregistered from the tournaments, could you milk the system that no, way? No, no, no. He's saying, no, he's saying he thinks that maybe when the event's completed, so you can't pull this. Oh, okay. So you, you mean you're pulling a castle? Yeah, pulling a Kessler. Yeah, but he well, he denies doing that. By the way, but I I'm not sure if I believe him. So China, are you are you coming out here this summer? Probably not. Uh, um, I might come out for the two limit events. Uh, nobody's in, coming in a couple of weeks, but I might not. I got I got a vacation to Punta Cana I booked in yeah. July, so I don't know if I want to go out there play a couple. I was going to play like the fifteen hundred and the twenty five hundred, but I'm still not sure. It's up in the air. Okay, so so I'm looking at the 1500 uh, buy-in uh, no limit event. And there's a whole lot of these, and uh, and it actually looks uh, like they have not changed the structure. 
So did they, did they add? I thought because because our our friend Alan Kessler has complained repeatedly about. I think they've added a two fifty five in these in these events. They or, did, yes, they did add a two fifty five. Yeah, so that, that would make Alan happy and uh, yeah. a happy Kessler. Is, well, uh, so yeah, he should be happy in two ways. One that there's more chips, and now they added a two fifty five hundred level. So yeah, that's a oh, yeah. Oh, he's ecstatic. I mean, he yeah, was like, this, this is a lot better. This is actually a lot better. I, I probably would have scheduled more of these if I knew it because these these kind of first of all, I, I stopped playing the thousand dollar buy in ones because. Uh, Maybe I'll consider some again. I stopped playing those, but you'd start with 3,000 in chips, and it would move up so fast, and if you, you, you couldn't get any hands in the first few hours, you're screwed. So mm-hmm. um, th- th- I'm very happy about this, to see that you have 7,500 in chips, and it's the same levels, and they even added 255. I, I, I really was having that problem. I'm not like a – some people erroneously believe that I'm like a, a total nit, and I'm not, at least not when I play poker. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not a, uh, a crazy maniac either. Just you know, entering a million hands and taking crazy chances. So, so if I do get no cards, if I go card dead, I lose in, in these events. So th- that's uh, I mean, I, I can I can control to some degree. Considering Maybe you need table. to head over to uh, uh, well, Gardenia no, yeah. <laughs> getting the Wisner Poker Seminar, buddy. Because <laughs> so, the poker pros are not about the cards that they're dealt. They play the players. Druff, they don't, Donald, they don't play the cards. It's the players. Yeah, so, so yeah, this, this looks like it's more of a style that I could uh, could do better at. Okay, so uh, anyway, that's, it's funny. I didn't even know this about the five times. It, somehow this got past me. Somehow yeah. I never even heard about this. I'm, gl- I'm glad. But, I mean, they're starting off with 100, 200, so it negates the fact, like the same term I played last year, that you got – Nine thousand chips starting out with twenty five fifty. Now you're starting out with one hundred, two hundred. No, no, that's well. The thing is, did they slow it down though? Did they repeat levels like they? I think that's what they're doing here. Yeah, in the in the limit events. Not, yeah, not no limit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah no, but that's what I'm talking. That, that's a better thing though, because the twenty five fifty is meaningless. You 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 play there for an hour, and even if you totally run everyone over, you've really done nothing. So yeah. I've had How that many before. You playing there, Druff? I, I have ten on the schedule, but. Uh, you know, there's some that I might miss from making day twos, and maybe I might even add some. Now that I'm seeing this, I might see if I can add some. I'll have to take a look at this after the show. So let's see what else we got here. This, I'm so glad we don't have a time limit that I used to be uh, under here. Like, you just what, pe- the kids I, at boarding school. Well, he he's you know he's going to sleep now uh, earlier. He used to go to sleep later than his mom. That was the problem. So oh. so now he, I got him to sleep earlier. So now he Ambien. Uh, no, but but uh, you could probably teach him something about that if he. Is. I mean, you, you've met you, you uh, Brandon. Brandon has met Benjamin before. He's one of the few poker players that has met Benjamin. He's I've a good met him too. I met him at the pizza place. I had I had, uh, I had sushi with Benjamin. Yeah, it's true. He did have sushi with Benjamin. And, and China, no that's right. China Maniac. China Maniac met him too, and he was on his worst behavior with China Maniac. He was actually with both of you. He wasn't very good with with Brandon. He was just kind of wild. And running around, and he doesn't usually do that. And with uh, now he was younger for both of these, and then he also uh, with with China Maniac, he was crying a lot. He just wasn't. Uh, uh, he just I, wanted that damn iPad you had all through dinner. Yeah, you know, game. I, I think he's trying to embarrass me with with poker fraudler people to make them think I have a bratty kid. But uh, um, a- anyway, yeah, he's going to sleep earlier, so now I can just do this. How like last week's show was like six hours, and I, I I'm always afraid when the show goes too long that people are going to complain. And say, you know, why would I want to listen to you for six hours? And well, they listen to that Brady Hope show. <laughs> but people seem to like Brady it. I, I, I think maybe this, maybe eight hours might be the maximum because I think once we get past a work day, then people won't be able to hear the whole thing at work. But maybe then they'll split it up over two work days. Like uh, there's a lot of people who listen to this show 
when they're at work the next day. That that seems to be the biggest demographic we have is that people who work a regular nine to five job or some job that you know that they have to be at for a long time, where they have idle time or they want something in the background, and they they love having this just go on. There's also people who use this you know when they work out or uh, when some some of them they grind online. The, a lot of people like having this just constant conversation in the background. I, I would find it distracting personally. I, I See, probably... money uses it so he can fall asleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he keeps donating to the free roll, I don't care what he uh, uses it for. But uh, no, I, I, you know... I admit, I've done the same. I've listened to the show just to fall asleep. Really? How, 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 how does I've it work? That. So, so wait, wait, wait. I, I want to know honestly, how does someone fall asleep? Because I, you know, are you waiting for like a boring topic to come on? Because I, I would find it no matter who's talking. Any kind of talking would make me not be able to sleep. Interesting or not I think, interesting? No, I, I don't know if it's just it's it's just like I I have I have the laptop on in the living room and then I just lie down and then I just like fall asleep. It's just Weird. I don't think it's if it's a topic it's just boring. I just like I listen and then all of a sudden like my eyes are shut and then I wake up six hours later or whatever. So that's I, 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 I wouldn't accuse you. I wouldn't accuse the show of being boring. I mean, I will admit I have not li- I don't listen to every single second every single show, but I think there's certainly a share of people that do that, but on that topic, uh, if I could make a suggestion about the uh, re- about the show, yeah, he doesn't take criticism I, good though. But go no, ahead. no, I, this is this is not this is not crit- this is I, I think because there's going to be people that are not going to want to listen to this part of the show. But I think I would it would be nice if if someone if you or someone sort of did like a timestamp of like what each topic is. Yeah, I know I, I should do that. And, I mean, I'm sure you could find someone who listens to. Uh, it doesn't have to be exact, but you know, just a general. Yeah, I, idea, I, I could right? probably even do it. Like I, I, I know that's needed because sometimes even I need it because I want to go back and listen to something I talked about and and uh, hear yeah. something again, and then I go, "Crap, where is?" And I go, "I think I remember I talked to it at this point." And, and I'm like, "I'm the one who did it." I'm like, "I can only imagine for the listener who didn't actually right. make the show that's even harder to find." And and yeah, it's uh, like. I made sure I knew, I knew we'd probably get a few new listeners from the girl we had on last week, and we did. We had some people that actually you know reported that they're going to come back and listen because they enjoyed it. But I, I knew that people would go crazy listening to us for two hours, trying waiting and waiting and waiting for the girl to come right. on. So like right away, I said it's going to be two hours in. That's when it's coming on, and uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be. I don't think it has to be exact. Or like, I think like you know, um, what's that, Amanda? Uh, whatever last the name that Lynch come come Lynch come snatch <laughs> some, some something like that yeah whatever however like you said it's just a can't you create a fake last name wouldn't that be like a really I mean it's an awful Taylor oh, by the way Kev Math there there is yes. someone you you kind of called out on Twitter that I actually asked about and he he, he clarified uh, the guy who runs a uh, Tasty Steaks. Yes. Uh, he said that he did not buy Twitter followers. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I, that... I tried to explain the, to I, – yeah, I sort of said that. And I mean I should have, I should have gone after him like that. I mean it seems well, like – I'm not criticizing him. I'm just clarifying. He... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He, he did the same thing. I, 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 I was I, asking like why do, I, why do I care? It's sort of like I sort of liked the site and it seemed like a good idea. And it's like having 60,000 people who are not poker players, it doesn't really help the integrity of your site. Yeah, so I, the, I, I the, per, yeah, the person who runs it actually reads Poker Fraud Alert, and so I, I messaged him there after you had tweeted that, and I said, you know, I saw what Kev Math wrote, and, and is that I'm not going to pile on you because you know, I know you, but uh, honestly, you're, you're making a mistake by buying all these Twitter followers. That's not going to accomplish what you think. And in fact, I, I, I didn't say this to him, but I, said, I'm, I, I thought to myself, I'm kind of surprised this guy's doing it. But this is a very technically savvy guy who, who's been around uh, forever on the internet. I'm saying, how could he not realize this? Well. 
he did realize this. He he didn't buy any followers. They all came to him. He was he was attacked yeah, by bots. It, it, apparently, someone bought followers for him, or or did something, and basically just gave him like sixty thousand followers. Which is like, <laughs> again, it's like people are you know those people are not trying to buy pieces of uh, Captain Lieber's action. I'm afraid. So, <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, so, okay. that, that beef, that beef, that beef, the semi beef was was spots. <laughs> Is that is that live from uh, Aruba or Antigua? I mean, <laughs> that's 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 Mike on the new SEALs team train. He's sending out a beacon from uh, the Minister of Bitcoin. And... <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh Brian! Okay. Uh... Anyway. Anyway, see, they don't have that kind of laugh on that Brady Hoke show, do they? On that AM radio. Uh, Marco, actually, I, I've I've known Mark for a while. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, actually, I put a link in the. It's K. If you go to kshp.com, it's like like you said, it's one of those sites where you pretty much buy time. And I mean, I like Mark very much. I think I think he's a great. I mean, he's definitely a hard worker. I mean, you know, um, like I think some of the things that you said probably are correct. Like. I I wouldn't say fool people, but you know he says he has a radio show, and which he does, and that sort of attracts people to appear on the show. So. Yeah, it does. I've done. I've, 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 I've I used to be on the show quite often, and uh, I mean I don't. I like Mark. I like Mark Oak a lot, and uh, but yeah, I can sort of understand it. Yeah, that's that's. It was, sort of, like, it was sort of weird. It was like that interview was like two and a half weeks ago with uh, Karina. Yeah, I noticed it. We just kind of found it now. Like they were talking about him having twenty five hundred in uh, GoFundMe uh, donations. Obviously, he has more now, so I knew it had to be old. But uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah. I think it was. Um... <laughs> oh, hero poker! Oh, that's classic. <laughs> Do you have these on a loop, Brandon? Can you play some more? Advertising. So, when are you going to start doing these ads, Jeff? Uh, he, uh, can, can you do? Can you do it here? Can you, someone's, got to, someone's got to sponsor this, this show. 
Someone does have to, you know, Hero Poker, I, I felt bad for them. I, I, I talked to the guy, you know, I got to know him through when he was sponsoring Dunk Down. I, I, I felt bad for him because he was really being screwed over by uh, the predatory skins of the Merge Network. This, this was an example of someone, like, if you follow the rules, you, you, you end up losing. And that's, that's what happened on Merge, where the people who were not uh, poaching and, and giving secret rakeback deals and all that other stuff that goes on where skins compete with each other and break the rules... That he was by the book, and uh, and Hero failed for that reason. And uh, Lock Poker was one of the big networks that was really screwing him. You know, they were poaching no, all the players. Lock, and... Not Lock Poker. Come on. <laughs> so... they're, they're reputable. Like... <laughs> hey, you see Jennifer he... Larson? You can trust Wasn't that, that guy supposed to reopen that site at some point? What happened with that? I, I don't know. But see, this guy, like he, when he first came on the scene, he was like uh, he spent a lot of money promoting Hero Poker. He was uh, he was very enthusiastic. He he was posting on several forums and very actively to try to get people interested. The problem was at the end of the day, all he had was a skin on the merge network. And no matter what branding he tried to do, and and all the excitement he tried to create, he still it's still just a skin on a second rate network. And uh, you know it's it's, it's like taking uh, a, a very uh, low end budget car and trying to masquerade as if it's uh, a luxury car. It, it won't work. So uh, he spent a lot of money. When uh, on Hero Poker's promotion, including on Donk Down, he was buying expensive ads, and he bought them all over the place. And not only did he not make money from it, but then he was getting screwed by the predatory skins that were stealing all his players. So uh, he was telling me how pissed he was. I mean, he was telling me privately and rightfully so. So anyway, it went down, and he he probably at the time thought, "Hey, I'm going to put this back up," and then. Uh, then that never he never did. I don't blame him. He he went through he went through a lot with that. This is really someone who came in wide eyed and ex- excited to have his own poker site, and then eventually reality set in. So yeah, that that was the end of Hero Poker. And uh, you know, Terrence Chan. I don't know. He's uh, every site he gets involved with. It's not his fault, but uh, they they seem to crash. They seem to come crashing yes. down. I, I I feel scared for the two plus two poker cast now that he's yes. over there. I'm. I'm thinking they yeah. may uh, they may fall by the wayside as well. Just uh, it's it's not it's not that there's certain changing. actors like that, like the actors that are in certain shows, like like certain TV actors. I, I can't think of any offhand, but Ted McGinley, that, Ted McGinley, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. The, that's the classic example. Yeah, Ted McGinley, exactly. They, you, just, you put them in the show, and the, it, it's not their fault, but that's the end. They, so, uh, let's see what else we have going on here. See what else. Is there anything else that needs me? Uh, no, you, you, you so can go. You're, you're dismissed. I'll, I'll, you don't mind if I uh, snap this off? No, you're, you're, you're dismissed. Oh, good. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm honored to have been on the show. Uh, hopefully, my next appearance will not take uh, however long you guys have been on the air. So. That's, that's maybe, 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 maybe I'll do maybe I'll do some WSB updates. No, you're, you're acting like we didn't want you on here live. It was, it was no, great. no, 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 I don't mind. I mean, it took a while to get on the air, but that's, you know, whatever. Oh, you said to get on there. Okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I, I thought you were complaining sorry. about the length of time you were on. I said, no, that part no, was good. I, no, I agree I, that I we... Pl- no, I could have hung up like an hour ago, whatever. No, I, I agree we took uh, liberties <laughs> with the time for your segment. And... No, no, no worries. Hey, we gotta get that. Yeah, I get the those micon updates and the you know the poker stars thing was definitely more important than my uh, rambling about whatever. So, hey, well, thank but, you for coming on, Kev Math. Always nice to have you. And too bad I won't see that much of you at the World Series this year. But I'm, I'll probably see you a I little mean, bit. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, there may be a chance I'll be out before before July. But uh, okay, 
We'll, we'll, well, we'll play that by ear. But, and now, you know, I'll just give you an honorary voucher for, uh, <laughs> for having for, – it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be my gift to you. You know I'll use it. You know, you know that there's no chance I would ever have a voucher and not use it. Like I, I could be I could be leaving town and have just eaten uh, you know, a 48-ounce steak and I'd find a way to put more food away if I had a voucher. So no, I I I I I stay those I stayed up those vouchers myself. So I, I, I had one to give and uh, I give to you. So yeah, thank you. I'm just saying I make use of. It. I'm the, saying the, like, they the, never go to waste the with me. Chat room is thanking you, Kev Math, for coming on. They're very appreciative. The PFA. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. I, I gotta look at the channel. Maybe they're. Oh, thank thank you, Jay. Stat. Very happy. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll let you guys go and uh, thanks very much for having me on. All right. Thank you, Kev Math. Peace. Wow. So, Kev Math, uh, a longer segment than I expected. I, I'm saying it in a good way. I, uh, I, I was happy to get him on at all, and uh, you know, he has a lot of insight about about poker. He really uh, just knows so much about it. And like, like when I was having the Player of the Year discussion, I even learned some things that I did not know as I was going over the topic. So, uh, let, let's see what else we got here. What else we got? Um, did, did you guys hear about the? Poker player who's killed in Thailand? Yes. That, that was a weird story. So, no, I didn't hear Oh, this, this is a weird one. You like this, Brandon. So when, when somebody is uh, – when someone's reported as uh, having passed away who's a poker player, usually it's done in a way that's uh, it's respectful and kind and uh, just saying, oh, this is a tragic event. Such and such person had this unfortunate thing happen and they're no longer with us. And people go, that's sad, RIP, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's the standard. And, you know, with a big pool of poker players, we're going to have some that die before their time, especially some that, you know, with a number of people who abuse drugs and alcohol and sometimes bring on their own demise anyway. But uh, anyway, there is a player I had not heard of, uh, but still a, a pro poker player apparently, who is from Finland living in Thailand, and he had a tragic thing occur. He was hit by a car as he was crossing the street. I always kind of wonder how this happens to you when you're an adult. Like, I, I can't ever picture myself getting hit by a car as I'm crossing the street at, at my age. Could you picture that, Brandon? No, no. I never uh, – even here in Vegas, you hear about that all the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't – Like, don't, maybe if you're really like, drunk or something. I, I, that's, I, it, that's what it has to be. I, I can't ever picture it. fucked yeah. up and yeah. no. I can't yeah. ever picture myself getting hit I've by a car. I've never even come close. I mean, in terms of being a pedestrian walking, I've never even come close to being hit by a car. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, what about you, China? No. No, I don't think it, I don't think it would happen. Yeah. I mean, but um, isn't the – but I'm sure that the chances go up over there. Isn't the driving like crazy over well, there? It, it is, but I think you can still it's avoid it. It's all scooters it. too, isn't it? No, there's cars. It's like but, 90% scooters. No, I, I, no, it's, I mean, no, there's a lot of cars there, too. But that's not the point. The thing is you you can still avoid the like, – you don't have to uh, – unless they, they run up on the road. Like if you're crossing the street and a car is coming towards you, you don't you – know, you, you walk quickly and avoid it. You don't just get in their way. So it, it's – putting that aside, a poker player who uh, – his name is Junas Huti, J-O-O-N-A-S-H-O-O-T-I. His name on full tilt is Caterpillar underscore 69. Very, very clever name. The 69, it must mean he does 69 all the time. Oh, uh, he, he eats pussy well, you're saying? Yeah, I, I think that's what he's trying to get across, yes. Uh, or, or, he, or he ate pussy well. He, I can't say eats anymore. But uh, he, he was one of the these victims, uh, a pedestrian who was uh, killed crossing the street. Uh, it was in uh, Phuket, Thailand, which I've, I've been to. I was there in, uh, in 1988. And uh, it's better known 
uh, as a place that was a victim of the tsunami. If you see some of these crazy videos of the tsunami coming up into uh, resorts there and people just getting washed away, uh, some of those were taken in Phuket, Thailand. In fact, I kind of thought that as I watched it. I'm like, wow, if this happened 16 years earlier, I think I could have been over there. Uh, is, so, is that how it's is that how it's pronounced? Phuket? I always yeah, thought it was Phuket. Yeah, it looks like Phuket. It's P H U K E T. It's Phuket. All right. And uh um They got those uh shemales out there, don't they? And that fuck it. Uh you know, I think the shemales are more in Bangkok. They're more in Bangkok than the fuck it. But uh oh. yeah. But anyway, a two plus two poster named Mayor West, uh who, who's it's actually Mayor W three S T but it's supposed to be Mayor West. Uh, he's been registered since 2008, but he hardly had any posts. Most of his posts on the site were in this thread. But he made an opening post that um, this guy, Junas Hudi, had scammed him for $40,000. And that's the reason he found out about his death and the reason you know this was being announced to all of us was that he was searching for him, that basically the guy ripped him off and vanished, and then he's like, okay, well, let me Google, see if I could find anything, and then found this article in the Phuket Gazette about, uh, uh, about his death. So he couldn't believe it. This guy owes him money and it just recently scammed him. He's looking for him on Google and then finds he just got killed by a car. So, so he was also even wondering... Maybe this was staged. Maybe they bribed someone at the newspaper to uh, to report this when it didn't really happen, or or change the name of who it happened to, or something. You know, like he he was afraid this is staged, which I don't believe. But you know, he's so worried because this guy was such a big scammer. He's claiming. So so the one who reported the death is actually one of the supposed victims of this guy Junas Hudi. So imagine your death is reported to the poker community by someone that hates you. And uh, so here's what the Mayor West wrote. I don't know his real name, but he wrote, uh, so I just found out this guy who apparently owes me a shit ton of money and is probably a scammer was just killed by a road traffic accident in Phuket. Head's kind of spinning right now. Does anyone know Junas or had any dealings with him? He seemed legit. I mean, he was a high stakes player live and on full tilt. He should have been trustworthy to deal with, but was becoming a strong possibility he was scamming me. Got some theories flying around in my head right now. One is which he's faking his death because I did hint at threatening legal action recently. <laughs> and uh, um, the, the, this seems so fucking surreal at the moment. Googled the guy out of boredom more than anything, and he's dead. So um, if he's really dead, and I have all I have are Skype and WhatsApp messages saying that he will pay me, is there anything legal I can do? <laughs> so he's, he's actually thinking Skype messages are going to let him collect from the guy's estate. And good luck. With Wait, that. you're saying English isn't his first language? <laughs> Sadly, th- this this thread is not a troll. Sorry if I'm incoherent right now. Thoughts are completely scrambled. Edit for people calling me heartless, because I guess the, the idiots on 2 plus 2, the, the bleeding hearts on 2 plus 2, are like, oh my god, you should be mourning this guy. You shouldn't be calling him a scammer. Even if he was, you should be nice. He's been de- he's dead, which I, I think is ridiculous. But so, he went, so after that, he edited his post, but there's a high likelihood that Junas groomed me for months, pretending to be my friend and poker coach, before scamming me for 40K, which is a huge amount of money to me. So, so, so this guy got scammed for most. Of, yeah, for, so he he got scammed for most of his bankroll uh, by this quote poker coach. So Am I went, would have went to the Annie Duke or Melanie Wisner fucking poker camp. 
<laughs> that's true. That's that's the solution to everything. So he says, am I supposed to suddenly have some great compassion for him? He's effectively ruined my life in cold blood. So I'm just going to be practical here if that's okay with you. So then people were... were, uh, were, were, were I, I'm sorry. I, I just have to say. Do you remember when that Wisner came on the other program because someone scammed her in words with friends? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yes. For those of you that don't know, she came on the Wisner with a rant because someone scammed her in words with fucking friends. Do you remember this one? Do you remember, yeah, did, did, did we have, Didn't we have the guy on and they argued? Yes. Yes. It was like some Indian guy. I have to interject. That's what I did. Yeah, it was some Indian guy. That was funny. Yeah, so, so, uh, so then a lot of people started going off on the guy, a combination of people saying he was cold and then the, the other – Half of the people were making fun of him for getting scammed for most of his bankroll by a quote poker coach, and uh, you know basically someone he didn't know that well that he gave away most of his money to. So, so uh, he, he wrote, um, but this is responding to the people who were uh, calling him heartless. He says, "Why do people keep insisting that I grieve for a scammer? This guy has talked to me every day since November, pretending to be my friend, building my trust. He had no intention of repaying me." He borrowed 500 euro from me on Friday when he was still in Finland and promised I would see payment, 30k euro, within a few more hours. Then not 24 hours later, he's fled to Thailand without telling me, you do the math. So the, the only thing weird about this is the Friday he was referring to, uh, this was posted, I think, May 18th or something. So the Friday he was referring to, if he meant this past Friday, would have been May 15th. And Junus died on May 16th, according Next to the article. Friday. So so. Is it really possible that you know Junus on the first day in Thailand got smacked by a car and died? I think he wasn't clear about the the timeline. Now maybe he meant the previous Friday, May eighth. But uh, but if we take the story at face value, um, this brings up a, an interesting question. I, I think I, I believe the guy for the most part that there was some scam going on, and that uh, I, I think Junus is really dead. But I think he was also probably a scammer. I don't have proof, but I, I believe the guy's story. So here's a question for you. If somebody scammed you for 40K and then disappeared, let's say they went to Thailand or Antigua or something like that, and, and then they immediately died in an accident, uh, would you feel happy? Would you feel bad for the guy? Or would you have mixed feelings? How, how would you feel, Brandon? Uh, and, and not like a lifelong friend, someone that you knew that, that you felt had been uh, grooming you as it was actually scamming you the whole way, pretending to be your friend. Just as you figure it out, he dies in an unrelated thing to you. So someone scams me at a 40K, and then I find out they died. How yes. do I feel? Yes. Oh, man, that's such a hard question. Um, I mean, you know, as I've gotten older in age, I, I mean, I know you're different. But as I've gotten older, I, my heart has kind of just opened up more. <laughs> um, I'd be fucking furious. I mean, well, no, no. Putting okay, putting aside that you wouldn't be able to collect from them. If you, let's say you you determined already that you're never going to so get the money back. So he dies a fucking horrific, violent death from a, from a car hitting him, brains splattered all over the streets of fuck it. Would I feel bad or would I feel? I mean, you know what? I I guess initially I probably would feel vindicated. You know, just be like, well, you got what you deserve. But after time passed and you realize it's really a trivial amount of money and someone's life was taken, I probably would feel a little bit bad. Hmm. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't sit there for the rest of my life, you know, just on a high horse saying you got what you deserved and just relish in his death over over that kind of thing. I mean, you know, I mean, no, yeah, that's my answer. No, I feel bad eventually after, you know, 
my initial feelings just calmed down and, and I just thought about things and, and I got over the sting and the humiliation of being burned and I would feel bad. How, how would you feel, uh, China Maniac? I wouldn't feel bad. I mean, I'd feel bad that – I guess I'd feel bad that the guy died, but it's like at the same time, it's like this guy just scammed me out of 40K and took it to Thailand with him. <laughs> like, I, so I, fuck him. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with, with, with China Maniac. When, when someone ha- has done nothing but bad things to me, and I'm not talking about someone you know that, that at one point uh, it wasn't that way and then it turned bad later where at least I can have some good memories of, of, of better times in the past. I'm talking about one where any good times were phony. And 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 the whole thing was a big scam on me. I, I can't. I couldn't bring myself to have compassion for that person. I I could feel. I, I I'm not saying I would kill them myself. Uh, but or or but I or, okay. or but I. So so after after Brad Booth scammed the guy at the Bellagio for the lock poker money, uh, laugh out loud, lock poker money, and then he's walking <laughs> off the streets of Bellagio, say to go to the Gold Coast, and Brad Booth gets fucking hit and killed. Do you think people would just? Say he got what he deserved. Well, it depends. See, I'm talking about your own emotion. I'm if uh, um, I'm not saying as a third party to this whole thing. I, I'm kind of just like I, I'm kind of just neutral on this. I I don't think oh how tragic that this guy died. Like, uh, but at the same time, I'm not thinking oh good a scammer died. Like I'm not, I'm kind of in the middle. Like it's just kind of a stranger. I don't know. I never dealt with. He 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 didn't affect me personally. Uh, and and uh, you know now if it comes out that this guy was like scamming everyone, and, and th- then then I think I, I'm a little different about this. But if it's if it's like one guy or two guys that you know, he did this to, I, I could fully understand why the guys he scammed would would be happy about this. I, I would kind of be neutral, like like uh, this wasn't this probably wasn't a good person who died, but at the same time, uh, you know, it was someone who died young. So the, the, it's it's easier to feel a little bad for the guy when you are not the victim. But when you're the victim, if someone victimized me this way, I I, I can't. I don't think I could bring myself to feel bad for them. Uh, it would probably be uh, – it would probably be more along the lines of like, oh, this guy got what he deserved and this is no loss to the uh, to the world to have this person gone. That's 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 honestly what I'd probably think the, the whole way through. Uh, whereas if it's a stranger who hadn't done it to me, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say, oh, this is so awful, but I would also uh, not feel as strongly the negative stuff because uh, I didn't personally deal with it. Wasn't this most of this guy's money too, or something yes. like that? Yeah, that's what he wrote. He and that's, that's what people were making fun of him for. How the hell does he give him forty k? That's like all. This guy must have been a really good scammer. I mean, he probably was, and, the, and this Junus guy was probably very gullible. I have a feeling this had to do with poker coaching. It probably had to do with like, you know, invest in this, and you're going to make millions. And it, yeah, someone posted that kid's full tilt stats that he gave the money to, and I think that there was like. It was all like twenty five, fifty cent. It was a bunch of small stuff, I think, too. You're saying that the one who who died, or the one who who who? who... I think the one who died, Caterpillar. And then, did you see that? The, like they posted the photos of the guy dead in the. Uh, oh, in the I box. didn't see that. I see. I didn't see the rest of the thread. I posted about it and didn't follow it up on it. Oh yeah, there's a link to like face the like the <sighs> newspaper's Facebook feed. But there's like four pictures of the kid dead laying in the street. No, I, like, I guess that solves the fake uh, death theory, but. Uh... Right. Well, I, I probably wouldn't have wanted to see those. I, I don't like looking at like super gruesome death shots. Like I've seen. Some. I mean, he was like half covered up, but he was like half covered up. But it was like it's just like weird. Like they would never do that in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, I remember there was this one that was released, and I I, I probably shouldn't have watched it because it was uh, disturbing. But there was one of a a girl who was a, a pretty girl, but she was driving her car like a hundred miles per hour on some freeway. And then she slammed it into a pole, and it was such a horrible accident. It was like 
her head was so mangled that you couldn't even like see a human face there. It was like it, it was like one of the worst uh, uh, one of the worst accidents as far as damage to the body that I'd ever seen, other than one where the car explodes. You know, this was like the one where the car didn't explode. It was just uh, such a uh, major impact that it just just totally destroyed the the entire structure of her head. But uh, I, I don't like looking at those pictures. Somehow I looked at it, and then I was sorry I looked at it. But uh, so you weren't a big fan of faces of death growing up? No, no. I see. I, I was. I was never into that sort of stuff. It, it just. Uh, I, I never got enjoyment out of just looking at gross things. So, uh, it, it's it's kind of weird of all things to have your death reported as, uh, you know, by someone that hated you for, for scamming them. But I I believe you probably did. And I, China, did you get any more details on? why this guy was hit by the car? Like, was he drunk or how does this even happen? Did the car jump on the sidewalk? Like how, how do you get hit? Like, no idea. I mean, I'm he, like you said, he, he had to have been like really fucked up to like, didn't just wandered out into the street. Yeah. Watch. I'm going to end up getting run over. Well, that the- shit happens in Vegas. Like literally every time there's uh whether New Year's Super Bowl weekend, any mass holiday, you read in the paper out here, three, four people get killed. Yeah, on the strip. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, there it makes a little more sense because people are drunk out there, but uh, it's, it's got to be something related to being drunk. It's got to be. Yeah, so, so. I was actually with, I was coaching a basketball game in, in Boston. This was last year, and one of the kids I was with, we come out of the gym, and it was like pretty. It was like a not a highway, but the speed limit there was probably like forty-five. So there's people cooking by going like fifty-five, sixty, and this kid just took the ball. And he, like, did a crossover on the sidewalk, and we had to cross the street, and he just started to sprint across. All of a sudden, like, I saw the car. I thought he was going to hit him, and then the thing just slammed on his brakes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? We're in downtown Boston. you got to look both ways before you cross. <laughs> it's like, like I, I could see, like, a kid doing something stupid, but. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll jaywalk. Like, I'll tell you a place where I, I jaywalk all the time is uh, um, between Caesars and the Bellagio poker room area. Um, it's a pain in the ass to walk over. Like you're staying at Caesars, it's a pain in the ass. You have to go all the way down to the strip and you know, almost to the strip and cross over. Hey, and over you just walk over that bridge. It's not hard. What do you mean? No, no, but you got to walk all the way to that bridge. It's like it's it's uh, it's like a ten minute walk. Yeah, but you can make it like a less than, like a half of that if you just cross the street. So I just jaywalk across the street there. And but the thing is, I don't ever risk it. I don't like run between traffic. I just wait till the cars stop coming and then run across the street, and that's that. Like. Uh, I, the worst that'll happen is I'll get a ticket for it, but uh, uh, hmm. but but like I'm, but the point I'm making here is when I jaywalk, I, I don't like I, I would never try to jump through between cars and, and dodge cars. Like this isn't Frogger, you know. Like uh, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to just uh, avoid cars when I'm uh, walking in the street, uh, whether they have the right of way or not. Uh, I'm not going to get in the way of them. That's that's foolish, but I, I guess some people do, or I guess if they, uh, they're they drunk. So let's, let's see what else we have here. There will be a, a couple questions. Is there going to be any sort of meetup? Do we do we stop doing that years ago after the, the rod, rare, rare – what was his name? The, the rare wolf. A raw wolf. The raw wolf. Raw wolf. Remember that fellow? Jesus. Uh, he, Is there so going to be a meetup? Is there any uh, paraphernalia? That's going to be giving away hats. Well, I, don't, I, don't ha- I don't have any hats this year, but let's see. Uh, we, we have a, a gentleman who does come to the World Series and I met up with last year and lost my car with him. Uh, uh, Matt the Rat, hello. <laughs> Matt the Rat, hello. 
Well, he's here in spirit, but not uh, not talking. Oh. So, okay, I'll have to... so we're going to be getting Canadian goodies. Is he coming this year? I, I, I was going to find out, but he, he didn't. Uh, he's calling back. We need Matt the Rat to tell us his gas story again. Okay, so <laughs> Matt the Rat, are you, you're, you're, it seems like your mic's working now? Yeah, I had it on mute. Okay, very hey, good. Uh, hey, hey, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, guys. Yeah, coming out uh, on the 28th till the 10th. Wow. Yeah, staying at the Rio for five days and then the Gold Coast for, I think, three days and then back to the Rio. Oh, so so you know I'm uh, I'm I'm sure I'll see a lot of you then. I'll be there for most of those days as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was wondering about that um the Colossus, those late flight entries like when you're joining when it's like level, you know, 4 or 5 or whatever. Do you start with a full starting stack? You do. You, you, guys do, know? you do and in fact everybody else at your table also has a full starting stack. The only downside is you're uh, you're not as deep anymore because you're uh, you're starting at a higher level. And I found, as I was saying, when Kev Mathender was on, we were discussing it, I did this with a monster stack, and I was sorry I did it because I, I was card dead, and, and it defeated the purpose of playing a monster stack because uh, the monster stack wasn't so monster anymore when the blinds were already that high. Well, especially if you're only starting with, like, 5,000 chips, Wait, and you're starting with two four hundred. Explain that. What you, this is what they do. Okay, so let me explain, Brandon, and anybody else who doesn't know this. When, this is something they invented last year, and it sounds like they might do it again for uh, for the Colossus. Uh, in certain very very high volume events where they literally run out of space and cannot fit any more any more people in, uh, rather than turn you away and say sorry, you just can't play, they start some very late flights that they add on the fly. These are not scheduled flights, but they, they add them on the fly, sometimes starting as late as 10 or 11 p.m. But uh, because they're starting so late, you're not going to play 10 levels. So what they do in order to get everybody the same in the same level for day two, uh, and also not to make you start with 10 levels at 10 p.m., they cut off the first four levels of the four, or, the, or the first six levels, and you just start at level five or level seven. Yeah, level the the deepest is level seven and eight with blinds and antis. Uh, two four hundred with a fifty ante. I mean, that's pretty. Oh, and level eight will have two hundred five hundred with a fifty ante. So if you're starting there, I mean, that's ten percent of your stack is a big. You got ten big blinds. Yeah, if they really let you start at level seven, that's ridiculous. The, the monster stack you had fifteen thousand, so it was it was better. But still, uh, I I found that I, I was annoyed because I spent all this time waiting for it to start and all the fail that was associated with it because it, I don't blame them for the fail because they got a number of people they weren't expecting. But uh, um, going through all that just to start at a level where I don't really have a monster stack anymore. It, it played more like a, just a normal tournament because the 15,000 was, was uh, uh, really rendered irrelevant when the blinds were already so big. Now everyone starts with the same thing, but uh, in my experience, I just couldn't get any cards. It was completely card dead and, uh, and, and I ended up Finishing the day with ten out of the fifteen, and with the average was thirty, and uh, and that was the end of me shortly after day two started. So, yeah. so well, I'm I'm reading it right off the, uh, oh, so the they, link so that Kevmath put in. It it does say that you it'll start. Uh, I mean, level level four and five, uh, up level seven and eight. Level uh, level eight will have two hundred and fifty five hundred with a fifty ante. No, but the question is, where where are we going to start? Does it say we'd start on level seven on these, or you're just saying if they do? No, it 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 says um. The late the late flight will be level four or five. Okay, so that's not. And then that. they they have a, a that's a they have a late flight wave one and they have a late flight wave two which will be level seven or eight. Uh, 
Oh, okay, so that's the problem. So like the super late guys. Yeah, you should you should avoid that one. That one you're going to just yeah. – everyone's going to be short. It's going to be And I, I was going to – actually, Todd, I was going to say, you actually cost me probably cashing in one event. What? <laughs> what did I do? Well, to make, to make a long story short, I, I – I, uh, it's, it's kind of a boring poker hand, but like I, I had, uh, there was a guy like level three where the, he'd only played like three hands and shown the nuts every time I, I raised with pocket Kings and he called on the button and the flop was King 10 Jack. I bet he raised, I called and then it was a brick and then he went all in and this is only like the third level uh, and I tanked and tanked and tanked and I go, this guy's got to have ace queen. He's showing the nuts every time. So I folded and then later on, a few hours later when I busted out, he said, I'll tell you when I bust out. Well, of course he had pocket jacks and I was like, what, what made me fold? I was thinking of you. You go, if they come all the way to the WSOP and they're betting, <laughs> they probably got it. And then, and then I'm thinking to myself. You know, and I posted that in the forum, and I can't remember. Someone did that picture of that that black guy that turns his head and his eyes bulge out, and they go, "You folded top set." Like, so I'm thinking, like, you you really got to think, like, man, even if I'm not good here, I got the redraws. So, like, you can't always assume. You know what I mean? I but I heard your voice in my head, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm folding here. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the which event was this? That was a um, it was a either a fifteen hundred or a one k. Yeah, see, I couldn't have laid that down. Those I, the, the, I, the main event. I should I, have. I would have doubled up. Yeah, the main the main event. I, I I would consider laying that down, but not not the those those two. Those yeah, the other ones. I would got to gamble in those, right? Yeah, and yep. I got to have a redraw. I just it, it was a it was one of those brain cramps. And to be honest, any other like home tournament I'm playing in casinos here, I like I'm snap calling that. I'm not even thinking about it. But uh, anyway, that's. Uh, Something, but anyway, yeah, I wouldn't uh, mind going out for uh, a steak dinner with you guys or something. Uh, meeting up, I'll be. Yeah, I, mean, I, out like, I don't stuff. know. How, I don't know how many people are going to be in Vegas at the same time for uh, the World Series. Uh, uh, we're already losing China Maniac uh, and, and Kevmath, but uh, you know, if if there are a number of people out, or even if there's not, you know, we, we can have an informal meetup or something, and. Uh, uh, this, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to say who it is, by the way, but uh, uh, there's a few people who I've allowed to be on my Facebook from Poker Fraud Alert, and uh, um, not many. I, I just don't like to add forum That's people to my breach. Facebook. It's a breach. So there's a few, breach. It's a few people I've allowed because I, I got to know them kind of outside the forum in some way or another. So there's someone I added, and... Uh, yeah, to be honest, he kind of just barely made the cut as far as how, how well I, f- I felt that uh, I, I knew him and, and could trust him on my Facebook. It says, I'm not going to say who it is. It says, he would like to know my date of birth. It's like a request through Facebook. What the hell? Is he looking to steal my identity? I know who it is. Why does he want to know my date of birth? Well, you don't say it if you know who it is. So I'm not, uh, anyway, I'm not, no, I'm not, I, I don't tell people my date of birth unless I really know him well. That's uh, he, the, the reason I don't do these things. That, that can be that can really be used for identity theft. So I don't I don't like that. That's why I don't really. If you know that I don't, I don't announce my birthday on on the forum or anything. I just uh, just one day you find out I'm a year older. And uh, uh, anyway, the just uh, an ass. <laughs> so okay, I just doing it. 
they're probably just doing that fucking around, though, right? Like, I think he has a birthday gift for you, though. No, he probably does. That's why. Like, I, and, yeah, but, I but my birthday's not for a long time. I'll tell you, it's not for a long time. It's it's not for. Uh, like, oh, okay. I, I just well, turned. He has I, a gift for you, I think. Well, I don't he, think it's anything malicious. Okay, no, I don't think. I'm just kidding. I don't think it's really malicious. But he's he. Uh, You're slipping though. That's a big breach with the secret locations and whatnot. I didn't. Well, know no, but were... I don't. I don't put my location on Facebook. Like that's the, you don't you don't get that much out of me. Like on Facebook, it's still pretty locked down. You can't, you can't see my friends list. You can't. I, I don't put my location. Uh, I, I don't really post a lot of info, and I don't really make that many posts either. My main activity on Facebook actually is like a, I'm a member of like some private groups there uh, of, of various like little interests I have. So like that Jewish community club. <laughs> so so you know people that that's my main use of Facebook, and, and I'll, I'll sometimes comment on people's statuses on my, but I, I don't post much of my own there. I I'm not one of these like you see on Facebook, Brandon. You don't see me post yeah. that much. Uh, so. Like what you do is usually a customer service issue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do post <laughs> customer service issues. So, uh, okay. There are five vegetarians and vegans. <laughs> what, what about vegetarians and vegans? I said, or you're fighting with the vegetarians and vegans. Oh, no, yeah. I, I fought with a lot of different groups there. There's the vegetarians and vegans. There's the uh, there, there's a lot of like uh, you know, like left-wing social justice warrior my, types that fight with My me. favorite is when you're right. On this date in 1982, <laughs> you tell a story <laughs> about what happened to you 28 years ago today. <laughs> that's cute. Real okay, cute. so – uh, so is there a PFA meetup then? What do we say? Not an official no, yes. one, but but you know if people are around. You know we we can meet up. I always like to meet people. From hey, Boca as Broadway. the one the one uh, Jewish boy, the one that grew up with Mikeon, the boxing uh, as he posted since the arrest and all this, or he's kind of uh, been uh, there. Oh, Barry, no, Barry's been kind of MIA, yeah, since hmm. the arrest. That's true. Maybe Barry's a suspect. You know, a lot, some of you that don't know, um, back in, in 2006, I think it was, or maybe 2000, not earlier, like 05, I think, uh, there was an early incarnation of Neverwin Poker Radio, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a regular show. It just was kind of like occasionally. This is before Mikeon even lived in Vegas. This is when he was married to the one girl. Yeah, he was married to and, and, yeah, the and, nice little young lady that donated to the GoFundMe account. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was I married. told you about Bitcoin, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so so he he wanted me to prank call his parents. My, my contribution to the radio shows, and I wasn't one of the co-hosts or anything. I was just a guy who would call in and then make prank calls for them. And uh, so he wanted me to prank call his parents, and and I I actually did on a few occasions. I actually felt kind of bad pranking uh, you know, his his mom and stepdad. But uh, but I did it. I thought it's all right if you want me to. But one of them, he wanted me to call up and say that he was arrested. So I, I pretended to be calling from I forgot the FBI or something like that. And they actually bought it. And and then I brought up Barry's name because he had known Barry for you know, most of his life from from Indianapolis. This dirty bee from the forum. And uh, so I was. So the funny thing was, uh, his, his mom's like, "Oh no, I don't trust that Barry guy. It's probably his fault." <laughs> She was, going, she was trying to pin it on Barry. Yeah, and then I actually tried to, uh, I tried to see if they would bribe me. I, I started suggesting. I said, you know what, uh, these charges they're, yeah, they're serious, but at the same time uh, they're not high profile. And 
There, there could be a way to make the case go away if uh, you know if, if there's certain funds that you could, you could contribute to uh, you know if just just if you and she says are police you trying, auxiliary are, are you trying to say that I, that I, that I made it even more clear it wasn't the police auxiliary like something directly to me I was trying to like imply like I, we, I can come over and I can collect the funds from this and she said are you trying to say we should be bribed said, no 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 I'm not I'm not saying a bribe no I, you know if, you, you know what forget I said this forget I I just uh, let's just let's just move on here. Uh, I, was, I was just throwing something out there, but uh, you know it isn't what you think. So let, let's just move. On. She's like, I can't believe this. You can't be, you know, you can't be soliciting bribes. And his mom was so taking it seriously. Do you ever actually sit and think what they're what they're thinking right now? Like whether they're, yeah, I, I have them actually. Or whether they're like, you know what? We told you so. We want not, you know. What what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I have. I, I have thought about it. Uh, I, I've thought about I that. I think uh, Martha's family's like. What do you you know? Because Martha's family liked Brian. I mean, you know, do you think she, they're like, "What are you doing with this guy now? You got to leave him, bring the kid," or do you think they're all supportive? No, I, like, I'm sure. I'm sure they're very unhappy about it. I'm sure that they 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 would prefer that she left by at this point. And uh, you know, as far as his family, you know, he he had relations with his mother like on and off. As they, he was this wasn't a secret, by the way. We used to talk about this on the radio yeah. show. I remember used to, she he uh, he sent she sent her something or she sent him something an email. About Bobby Knight before giving a speech at some Jewish community club, and he uh, wrote her back and was like, "Take me off your mailing list," like he did with Karina. <laughs> and then he remember he used to crank call his stepfather at like two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, see, wake like, him up and shit. I, I used to tell him back when we were friends. I used to say, uh, "My goal for you, Mike, on is, is for you and your mother to reconcile." This makes me sad when I hear but you. But they and your did because not- the kid. Remember, they were the last couple of years. Even when I was friends with them, they were going on. Uh, Vacation. No, I know, I know, I know, and... I know. They did. I know they they eventually yeah. did, but at the time they weren't. But the thing for a long time that he wasn't getting along with his mom, and and uh, she wanted him to get a job and not yeah. be a garbage man. So so, so, so then one day, uh, so so now, like, what does she think? I'm sure she feel you know, she, no no mother's happy to see her son in this kind of trouble, even if they've had you know problems with their, their child. I'm sure his mom really hopes he gets out. I'm sure she doesn't agree with what he's continuing to do. Uh, I'm sure she wishes he would just come back and face this and you know try to get past this in his life and get away from all this type of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't think she's disowned him or anything. She doesn't. Uh, you know, if if he had done something awful, like if he turned, you know, if he was being accused of uh, rape or murder or something, and it looked like it was true, then I could see they'd say we want nothing to do with him. But I I, I have to think that well, the, the, still his, an eyesore to the family name. Yeah, but I have to think it's an this eyesore. Is, I, you have, if your father and, and your kid is accused of doing something like this. Uh, where, where you know they're violating the law and, and doing something very dumb and getting themselves in trouble, but they haven't actually uh, you know harmed anyone. Uh, all you want is for them to get out of it. And well, that's what that Bernie Madoff said too, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that's the, I'm telling you that's the way they think. They're they're probably thinking right now like like they feel bad for him. They want him to get out of. You know, they want him to get out of this. I'm sure they think he was really stupid to do this and. Uh, um, I, I have a feeling they didn't even realize that he was doing something illegal by running the site, or maybe they didn't even know he was running the site. It's very possible his mom knew nothing about seals, and and just thought like he's still a professional poker player. So, yeah, well, uh, so or I, maybe he got I, his mom an account and he was taking thirty percent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know, but whatever whatever the situation is, I I don't think his mom has turned his back on him. Now, is his mom willing to you know, pay pay for his legal bills? Probably not, unless he absolutely can't pay. But what what is that, by the way? I'm sorry, I was opening up some Pringles. Oh, Pringles! My bad. You know, 
Uh, what, what kind of Pringles are you eating? Um, you know, it's right now I'm eating ranch, but I, they had like a two for one at the store uh, at Smith's out of here, and I actually got ranch, and I also got another kind of got. I'm done with it now. I got honey mustard just because it was kind of intriguing, and I'm like, I'm either really gonna like this or it's gonna be awful, and it was actually really good. I, I wouldn't like. I don't like anything having to do with mustard. I hate mustard. So my my, yeah. my favorite Pringles are the barbecue ones. Uh, the second favorite is probably the original, or maybe the sour yeah. cream and onion. But no ranch. Uh, ranch is okay, but I'm, I've never been a huge ranch fan. It's, it's I don't hate. I don't like ranch dressing, but I like I, as far as like ranch chips, um, I, I don't dislike them, but I don't love them. Do you know they had like maybe seven or eight different kinds of Pringles I've never heard of? Now, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how many flavors they have now. I mean, they had like uh, Mexican tortilla flavor. I mean, they had like eight different flavors. Here, t- tell me, t- tell me this isn't tilting. Tell me this isn't yeah. tilting. When you when you you see Pringles in the store and you instantly go in, the, you're like in the mood to have Pringles all of a sudden when you see that that uh, iconic uh, long skinny can. Yeah. So so you go oh Pringles and you picture yourself back at home eating them and you know take yeah. them all the stack. So you do this and you grab it and then they're all crumbled up in there. They're all uh, you know they're all smashed up. So you go okay, no problem. I'll just get the next one behind it, and that one's all, and even in worse shape. And every single one that they're selling at the place is in bad shape. And you know, it's they either stuck buying it and eating all the crumbs, or uh, or just doing what it, like that pisses me off. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I, I always can... have problems once I get about a quarter through the whole little canister that it's usually all crumbs at the bottom anyhow. Yeah, you know, that's, you try that's to get true. them yeah. out. You can't stick your hand far enough in there, <laughs> so then you have to pour them out, and then it, it falls on the floor. I mean, it's. it's I think they'd figure out something. Well, this is here. why you need to have a kid, Brandon. You say so your kid can reach in there. His hands are small enough to get into the, the chips. Yeah, that's a good point. But he, yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah, it's, he's actually useful for me. Like, like if I, I don't want to bend down to get something because it'll hurt my back, or I just say, "Hey, Benjamin, get this on the floor," <laughs> and then he bends and gets it. I know for him it's easy. You know, he's so low to the ground, and he's a kid. He's very flexible. It's a, you know, it's 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 useful to have at this age. So all right, uh, let's see, let's see what else we got here. Uh, yeah. I, I, do you ever play on WSOP.com anymore? Um, I've been I have I have it in about two months uh, or two or three months. I now just mainly I'm just playing on Bovada. Yeah, I play too. a lot on Bovada now. Are, are you playing the Limit Hold'em games? or Are you playing against me? No, nope, I'm playing uh, PLO and Omaha Eight or Better. I don't play any Limit Hold'em on there. I, actually, I shouldn't say that. Once in a while, I'll play like eight sixteen. Um, on there or ten twenty, but I, I've watched the thirty sixty games, and I it's been so many years since I've played those stakes of Lemon Holman online. I'm probably not a favorite in those games. What, what about you, China I mean, Maniac? Have you been playing thirty sixty on there on the Bovada? Uh, we lost China Maniac again. How are no, those no, games? I'm here, I'm here. Sorry. How I'm... are those games on there? I imagine they're pretty tough. No, they're they're hit and miss. Hard. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. They, they were they were better at the end of last year, but uh, now they. I, so so do you play uh, China Maniac on there? Uh, off and on, off and on. Yeah, I haven't I've, been playing much lately, but I've been playing off and on there for about a year. Yeah, I've, 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 I had a, a great run, in the at the end of 2014. There, the final three months, so, like I came back there and immediately just, just ran it over, and then, uh, then lost some at the beginning of 15. Then, then, it, then did well again and got it back and went and won a lot. And then, uh, last month it's been a struggle. Last month I've I've played a ton of hands there, like like a, an obscene number of hands and hours that I'm not proud of, and and I'm. Uh, uh, I'm down like 7k for the whole thing. Not not for the whole time I've been playing. I mean, for like last month, 
Seven K is not a whole so lot. They, but the but, games run higher than thirty sixty on there. Or is it just no? 30, it's not thirty sixty. But it, it's so frustrating to me. Is like I've played this is like for the last four weeks. I've played so many hours of, of and sometimes even multi tabling at thirty sixty, and to put that many hours into it, and 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 be down seven K for all that in that past month. It's it's just really irritating. But uh, I just can't get it going. But uh, mm. it's just running bad. But the game, the game. I will say that they are a little. They are worse than what I was playing at the end of the year last year when I was running when I was killing it. But, but I have played in a lot of good games where I just haven't done well from from bad luck. Well, yeah. most of those games, when I at least look at it and see in the lobby, they always seem to be shorthanded, like three-handed, four-handed, two-handed, which you know you kind of excel at. You're good at. Yeah, I, I, I prefer those. Yeah, so that's 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 fine. I I try. I, I semi game select. It's kind of hard to game select there because you can't see who you're playing against. But you know, if if I see a guy sitting by himself with with uh, a guy with the number, the guy what's his name, the number two, he's normally not that good. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, like I see someone just sitting by themselves with fifteen hundred dollars. I'm not going to go sit with them. I know it's another pro. Uh, uh, if, if if I see two guys playing with four thousand on the table each, I'm, unless I I'll watch it for a little bit. If they both seem competent, I don't bother. Uh, yeah. I'm mainly looking for the people with with like less than a thousand on the table, or or I face anyone like open limping. Any sign that someone, then I'll I'll sit and play. Or so, now- if they, your original question was about WSOP. Was you just curious if I was still playing on it? Or did no, you have a it's, a to- it's a topic game? actually. So, so you see, so okay. you don't play on there anymore, right? It's a leeway. I mean, I have money on there now. I think I've had seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, but the the games just don't go. I mean, it's just not, and it's the same players. I just now it, the limits are small. Once in a while, I'll go in there and I'll just play PLO. That's it. I mean, that's the only thing I've left that you can play on there. Okay, and uh, yeah, so I, I haven't. Even when I've been, you know, in Nevada, I, I haven't been playing on there recently. I've just I, since I came back to Bovada in September, I've just been there. But uh, WSOP.com, I, I made fun of them last year, and in fact, this this really got them angry. That I, when I gave them this treatment last year, this got them so angry that Seth Polanski called me up and had a forty-five minute conversation with me about the matter. Uh, and, and this is someone who's very busy with everything. I was surprised that you know just to talk to me about how I felt about WSOP.com and to kind of you know get me to stop being as uh, as critical. And uh, and one thing I'll never do is is just say okay because you know you guys at the World Series are asking me to stop being critical. I will. I'm I'm always going to say how I feel. So and I and I told them I I I told them straight out what my problems were. And I said you've got to fix these. I can't you know I can't just. Uh, I'm not going to stay silent if you guys got problems here, but uh, you know, at the same time, I'll, I'll, I'll put your point of view that you gave, so, and I, which I did. But but uh, the thing I was making the biggest deal about was that the support uh, they have this like third world phone support. We even pranked them once. That that's awful and useless. That that they take calls 24 seven, but they might as well not be there. Like if you think Bodog supports bad, you should see uh, this. This is even worse. So. They're useless, and then the main support is supposed to be through email, support at WSOP.com, but you also get a lot of idiots there. There's a few competent people. In fact, one of them is named Brandon, maybe your side job, but uh, yeah. uh, the, 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 the most of them are not competent at all. I think some of them are in other countries as well, and they, they just ignore your questions and give you form letters. You, you know what I'm talking about, so it's, it's awful. So, uh, so they had a sponsored forum on 2 Plus 2, and uh, Bill Reaney, the the poker room manager, was posting there, and so that would you would think be the right method for support. If you if you can't get support to to do anything for you that you need to be done, you post in there. Bill Reaney reads it. He responds. He says, oh, "I'll take care of it." That's just the way it should go. But that's not the way it did go. Uh, he was very uh, not present there 
They're like they had a support forum but didn't give any support. It's just people bitching, but then nobody's really answering them. And when Bill does show up, he gives like a one-liner and doesn't really uh, address anything. So, so people started getting really irritated. I'm not going to re- relive all that because it's about a year ago now. But uh, uh, when I spoke to Seth Polanski last year, I said – you need someone to go on the forums and give meaningful answers. And, you know, this needs to be a place you can go as a last resort where you know it'll be taken care of, like an escalation sort of thing. And he said, we don't want to do that because we want to get people away from the belief that you should use forums to do support. Support should be support at WSMP.com. That's it. I want you to tell your listeners that. Uh, they shouldn't be using the forum. I said, well, then delete the forum. Why have a sponsored forum on 2 plus 2 if you're not going to answer support questions? He said, well... Uh, we actually want that support form so we can uh, announce promotions there. <laughs> and I said, but you understand that that goes against the way these forums have always worked. These have always been seen as support forums. So if you if you promote things there and then don't answer people's questions about unrelated matters, everyone's going to get mad. It's going to be uh, a negative for you guys instead of a positive. So he said, I understand that, but but we're going to still do this anyway. We're going to just keep pushing them to email support at wsop.com and and you know we're working to improve this. We know we've had some problems, blah blah blah. So okay, uh, basically the message of the call was we're not doing support on the wsop.com support forum. Uh, then th- th- they actually had an idea over there, which I also was criticizing and laughing at. This also what led to the phone call from Seth was that. Bill Reaney had office hours on the forum. <laughs> now, office hours for a prof- uh, professor at your college, that makes sense. Where you, you have, At the lecture, you can't really ask very many questions, but you know, if you want some one-on-one uh, conversation or questions with, with your college professor, he has certain hours that are dedicated to answering students' questions. You can visit his office. That's, that's office hours. That's traditional office hours. I've never heard of forum office hours before. The whole point of a forum is that it's always there. So, so if, you, if someone posts a message, you can show up at any time and answer them, and then they can show up at any time and answer you. And, and that's the whole point of a forum. It's not like a chat room where you have to be there at a specific time to see it. So I, the office hours were ridiculous. And, and I, I mocked them on this show. Well, uh, I didn't really fo- – since I stopped playing there, I didn't really follow too much what WSOP.com was doing support-wise. I will say Ultimate Poker, they did a much better job with support than, than WSOP ever did. It's just Ultimate Poker messed up everything else, so that's why they failed. But uh, WSOP.com has decided to forget 2 plus 2. I don't know if they still have their sponsored forum there. But it doesn't matter if they do or not because – now they have their own forum. Yes, folks. If you don't like the Poker Fraud Alert forum and you're looking for a new place to go, maybe go to WSOP.com. They now have a forum. And that's where their support forum is. Now, knowing how they have traditionally done things on WSOP.com, um, how do you think this forum looks? Like a fail? <laughs> this is uh, it, I, yes. It's uh, first of all, they're using like some kind of weird software that I've never seen before. Maybe even proprietary. Maybe they just made it themselves. Uh, I, I don't know why they are, since there's so many good forum packages out there that people are used to using, like V Bulletin. Instead, they have something I've never seen before. Uh, it, it's kind of where can I find where can I find this? Well, okay, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, it's it's forum.wsop.com. 
Let me ask you, what is a better platform, WSOP or Tide Poker 6? <laughs> Shout out, to, shout out to Tide Poker. Well, I, th- I think I have to give WSOP. I have to give WSOP the nod because they don't have uh, a giant wave in the background that makes the whole thing slow to load every time you load the site. But uh, I have it up right now. It looks like a big blur. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and and it's like the print is way too big for the topics, and it's uh, you have to yeah, you know, like every page. The, the print is so big for each topic, you, you can fit like right. five of them on your screen before you have to scroll down. It looks like a big Twitter news feed. Yeah, there, even Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt. Even, Sorry, I forgot Matt was here. Even, even Matt has to chime in on this Do you remember one. the one time we had one guy on and we forgot he was there for three hours? <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's kind of like forgetting your kid in the, in the hot car or something. Sorry. Hey, Matt. How you doing, buddy? Sorry. All right. All right. So, so, yeah, this doesn't even look like a forum. It looks like some kind of weird blog, but it isn't. Uh, so like the the print for the topic is huge, and then the print of who posted it is tiny, and you, you need like reading glasses to see that part of it. Uh, and and so uh, hardly anyone's using this except for the uh, the staff at WSCP.com. They've made most of the posts. Uh, it now of course this isn't exactly a free speech place. I'm sure if you post anything that they don't like, it'll be deleted. I don't know this for sure, but I have to imagine they're not going to leave anything up there that makes them look bad. If I start writing about how much I love the M Life Club, <laughs> they're probably gonna leave it up there. <laughs> okay, and then and then uh, just in case, just in case they uh, you missed them, the Bill Reney office hours are back. <laughs> so you, he now has uh, now he has offers from uh, uh, no, now he has uh, office hours over here on WSOP.com's own forum and I, I just don't understand the office hours like like uh, how is a whole entire C- no one's been able to answer this how is a whole entire Caesars property in Las Vegas in bankruptcy except for the Augustus Tower <laughs> how what does that mean Tell me, what does that mean? Yeah, they've, they've decided. You're I think in the, a bankruptcy, I, then you walk through and you're in the tower. You're not in bankruptcy. You're back in bankruptcy. What does that mean? How does a tower, how does, I mean, Druff, tell me, you're, you went to college for something like this? What is it? I What they're trying to do is they're trying to isolate the profitable parts of, of Caesars. And I guess they, so the I think, Augustus Tower, that's where all the money is? I think it's the Octavius, actually. Yeah, some, no, some, it's Augustus. Oh, it's the Augustus, okay. So, yeah, trust me. I've read it a bunch okay. of times. I've shown it to people. I okay. mock it all the time. How? I've asked them at Caesars. They, they they, they've, they've, they've determined, that some, some bean counter determined that the Augustus Tower is a valuable asset they don't want to lose, but everything else is, is a money pit. So, so I guess they're hoping that a wrecking ball comes over and just knocks everything down but the Augustus Tower. <laughs> no restaurants, no casino, no front desk, just the Augustus Tower. And if anyone uh, uh, wants to read this or is confused, when they had their – when Caesars did their restructuring and their bankruptcy filing, they listed everything that – the properties that were broken off and spun off that weren't in bankruptcy and the ones that were. And then for Caesars in Vegas, it says Caesars in Vegas. And at the bottom, like in parentheses or something, it says, except for the Augustus Tower, which <laughs> that's, again, why I'm, I'm just laughing. Well, that's my favorite I tower. I mean, I'm glad that's not it bankrupt. Is. Remember the one time they stuck you in the Roman Tower and you were Oh, pissed? man, I was pissed. It was I was a so smoking pissed. Roman Tower. This is the word. The smoke. It, it, have you ever been in the Roman Tower? It feels like you're not never. in Never. That's the only tower I've never stayed in. It feels in. like I've you're not in Caesar. The, uh, Palace, I've stayed in the Forum, Augustus, Octavius. 
You know, I've never stayed in the uh, the Nobu yet either. Have you stayed in Nobu? No, no. But I yeah. in in the Roman, I really felt like I was either in a different hotel or like transported back in time to yeah. 1975. And for those yeah that don't know, the Roman was the first tower originally built. In fact, the only tower back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. And uh, although it has upgraded to some extent, it's still. I mean, it, it looks kind of like a vintage 1970 hotel, but not even like in a charming way. It's like it's just kind of no, run down. It's just kind of no. like like run down. You just feel like, it's like depressing to be there. That's yeah. where I think I stayed, like back in like 2002 or something like that, because it was nothing like the room I stayed in when uh, Peter DC put me up there. Not <laughs> nothing even close to it. So, oh, so, so, so this is from uh, Bill Reaney. Office hours Thursday 5:14 at 1 p.m. It has um, it has eight posts on it, and uh, 193 whopping people have viewed it since uh, in the past week. You know, it's you know, it's just turned uh, May 21st right now, uh, so so uh, six and a half days since then. 193 people viewing this this topic, and uh, yeah, th- this is about their their office hours. So I, I just don't understand. Why? Why have office hours on a forum? Like, does he not know how forums work? I, I just don't get it. Like, just say, okay. Does anyone have any questions here? Who 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 has some questions about WSB.com? Post them, and when I get some time, I'll answer them. Why? Why say I'll be here live answering from one to three p.m. Pacific? Uh, they don't get any questions anyway. So, like, why put office hours as it is? You know. <laughs> Well, it's no, not like I, I, they're I, really I, busy and they can only be open a certain last year. And I really criticized them for this. Last year they held office hours, but were deleting the questions they didn't like. <laughs> so they, they just I don't understand like these companies like why wouldn't they bring in people that know what they're doing you know well, that's I mean? the weirdest or, thing Bill Reaney I, I had been reading his blog the guy seemed pretty much on the ball like I, when I first heard he was going to be the poker room manager I'm like alright like, finally they got someone who's you know kind of been around poker and I think understands the online scene I don't what's, think what's his background Again, remind me. I don't even know that well, but he he had a blog. Just for reading his blog, he kind of seemed like he, like oh, he was talking. Oh, he had talk- a blog. Well, no, 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 give but, him the job then. No, but he knew what he was talking about. Like, it was someone at least I, I had read things he's written before. I'm like, oh, this person seems kind of sharp and on the ball. That's why I was so surprised that there was like such a uh, – that that we're seeing weird things like office hours and not answering people. It was just kind of weird. So I, 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 I'm not here to pile on Bill Reaney again. I just, it's so funny that I, I got this whole speech about how they're not going to do forum support. And now they're doing forum support, but on their own forum, which looks awful. Like, just, just go, just go. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Here's WSOB.com. If you guys are listening, here's a simple way to do it. As much as they don't like uh, Mason Malamuth's site, that's where most of the traffic is. That's where people are used to going. Revive your forum over there. I, I don't even know if you guys deleted it, but revive it over there. Have someone there, if it's Bill or someone else, there to answer questions and say, hello, do you have any questions about WSOP.com that you're having trouble getting resolved with the support? Please post them here. I'll respond you know, when I get a chance. Thank you. And then just, just have an ongoing thread like that. And then um, be present on that forum. Make people think that you, know, you care about resolving things. Resolve actually resolve things, and everyone will be happy. I don't, I don't understand this. They're what are like, the actual issues that people are complaining about or that need – well, well back they? back then there were a ton of issues. I think they've stabilized things since then, and it's not it's, something weird did happen though. They removed all the limit games for a while from WSOP.com, and they just came back. And they claimed it was from technical difficulties, but who knows? I, I didn't really follow it too closely. But uh, and let's let's see. Uh, and so, so a lot of these are just, a lot of these posts on this forum are also just about general posts about the World Series, too, not even about. Uh, 
necessarily about uh, WSOP.com. And what what are Bill Rainey's office hours? One till when? Like... It was it was one uh, one to three p.m. on, on <laughs> Thursday, Pacific time. I'm not even so kidding. If you have a question, you have to wait until one one till three on Thursday. Yes, yes, and like it's like he's treating it like a chat room. It's so like why, how does he not know? Shut up! You really can't. Yeah, like it's, it's crazy office forum office hours. But it, they revived. That's so funny that they they drop the whole forum support model, then bring it back on their own site and still have the office hours. They still haven't learned that office hours are, are just nonsensical. You don't you don't have to say, I'll be here at 1 p.m. Have you ever seen me on Poker Fraud Alert saying, uh, okay, if you guys have any questions for me, I'm, I'm going to be here between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. tomorrow. Like, no, you just, hey, draft this, and then when I see it, I respond. Like, that's how forums have worked since the 90s. Now, what, what was that uh, hero poker? David Zhang, something Zhang? Yeah. David he, Jones. He not, yeah. No office hours, did he? No, he, he had no office. Coming. No, no. Yeah. His his office hours were twenty four seven. This guy, he actually, I think he went like four straight days and didn't sleep when he first launched Hero Poker. <laughs> like he was just like posting like a madman on the forums and trying to answer everyone's questions. This guy tried really, really, really hard. He he deserved better than what happened. Like I saw it was going to happen, but it, I, he deserved better than that. You know, it was actually thanks to him that. Uh, I finally got paid for for my part of Donk Down when I sold it because I I, I knew the guy's payment schedule because I was the one taking the payments before. So I knew when he had last paid and I knew when it was expiring and I knew like if November 1st came and he still was an advertiser there, then he he would have paid already because this guy, he always paid on time. So he wasn't someone he had to chase for the money. How many fucking fucked up sites did we end up? Pimping or promoting on that other radio show? Oh, a lot. Hero Poker, uh, Reefer Poker. We even uh, even plugged Lock Poker. Yeah, Lock Poker. I know there are a couple other ones. In our defense, though, Lock Poker had not yet revealed itself to be what, shady when we, we uh, what, promoted What was it. the name of Mike, uh, Mike Mizrachi's poker like from five years ago? It was like a Western Saloon or something. Do you remember that? Uh, no, but maybe if you remind me more about it. I think of the name of it. It was some fucked up name. This is like five years ago. Well, Michael Mizrachi, he's he's been involved in so many failed products. I think... Yeah. He, I think I think he's been the the all time leader of being involved in in poker fail projects. Yeah, I have a question about the wsop.com. Is that linked for three states right now? For uh, Jersey, not Vegas? not 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 New Jersey. It's, it's linked, no, it's Nevada and Delaware right now. And how will the traffic look when they're together? Uh, it's still not that great. Better than uh, Delaware was meaningless. Obviously, I mean, help Delaware's players, but not uh, not Nevada's. It added almost Genocide. nothing. Can raise money for yeah. a little tyke. <laughs> she doesn't need money. Her, that father, the father of her I, I, baby, is rich. No, but they're not. Did you? Are you friends with her on Facebook? No, I'm blocked. She, I, she's, oh, did, did something well, happen? Hold on. Oh, Let boy. me bring this out. Let oh, me go. Boy. Give me a second. She blocked you on Facebook, huh? I I think so. I she she was just. It's it's so weird because like. With genocide, when I think she's okay with me, it turns out she hates me. And when I think she hates me, it turns out she's okay with me. I can never figure her out. Like like, a, like she was wishing me luck two years ago in the World Series in the final table and and, and, uh, and saying, go, Drop, I want you to win this. Like, like when I think she doesn't like me. And then other times she's blocking me for like no reason. Hold on, let me find this. Like I think she blocked me the last time because I was discussing her public tweets on Poker Fraud Alert. Not even like a degrading manner. I was like, you know, just saying, hey, what, I wonder what these mean. And then she got offended and blocked me. But like, why, why tweet something publicly if, if you're going to get mad at people for discussing it? 
Wasn't she with like Sean Fanning or something for a while too? Yes, yes. Sean, this is the Sean Fanning's limp dick story. Uh, she was actually with Sean Fanning, yes, and she reported that Sean Fanning was so addicted to pills that he couldn't get it up. Hence the forum user. Yeah, Sean we, Fanning's limp dick. We have a, right. We have a PFA user named Sean Fanning's limp dick, and that's what it has to do with. And I, I believe her. I, I don't think genocide would make that up. She said it was like chronically limp. It wasn't like just one time he, you know, he, he couldn't perform. It was like a, he, it was because of the pill abuse. He wasn't naturally like this. It was just, uh, he, and I guess the pills do this. So, uh, so, so then she she was with Tommy Boy for a while, for quite some time actually. Tommy Boy, uh, Tom Coral. I, I always, I, I I thought they were pretty different the two of them. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised it worked as long as it did. But I, I think maybe Tommy was kind of like a stabilizing patient force with her, mm-hmm. and uh, but then I it, then it ended, uh, and, and she was with a guy in South Africa, a rich guy, and that's who she had the kid with. Uh, okay, well the post got deleted, uh-oh. part of it, but the rest of it is is here. So basically, she posted on Mother's Day that the father of her baby t- broke up with her. And told her that he didn't want to be with her anymore. Uh-oh. And uh, he and and the way she phrased it was that the baby walked out of, or that he did, wasn't going to be a part of the baby's life either. And then there was literally 188 comments on here. Wow. So so uh, so she it sounds like she really got whale woated. Yeah. <laughs> she part of the original post that she wrote. Thanks. I'm not one to put our problems out there publicly, but I never thought. This could happen to us, especially with everything we've been through this year. She was smiling at him when he walked out and said he's sorry. He just can't do that. My heart is shattered in a million pieces. This oh. was on Mother's Day. Mother's Day, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, so wait a minute, though. I, I don't know what the laws are like in South Africa, but uh, you know, if, if you're a rich dude, which I think this guy I, like the pictures I saw of his house, this guy. Oh, here you go. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Lot to process right now. After almost 18 weeks of being in a hospital, making sure – that our daughter was here and healthy to be left by him on Mother's Day. Not something I saw in our future, but I know one thing, Anya, and I will make it. I'll never quit her. All right. Well, that's her daughter's name. Well, okay. Anya. So this just happened recently. Mother's Day was, it was not that long May, ago. This was May 10th. Yeah. So there's 11 now, days ago. Now what did ago. she do? Did she stay there? Come back? Well, but, but shouldn't she have some kind of uh, legal? She can only, I don't remember what it was, but she could only go there for a certain amount of months at a time. Then she had to return back and, but what about the kid now? She should have. Well, now, well, this was before. Now I don't know because they have a kid, so I would imagine. Well, like shouldn't she be able to is... hit him for like a shitload of child support though at this point? Because uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Sure I, think I, I don't know process. what the South African laws are like, but if you, you know, if you are fortunate enough to uh, get knocked up by uh, by a rich guy here. Uh, and, oh, here's, and it, here's the best guy. Here's a here's the funniest thing. Carter Gill. I'm sorry to hear. No, just listen. I'm sorry. Don't comment. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. Carter Gill. I'm sorry to hear this, Jen. Going through hard times is not fun, but keep on doing your best. Thoughts are with you. Having an eight month old myself, it's an exciting time. I feel blessed to be able to have someone to share it with. Jennifer Lay. You're a great man, Carter Gill. Your parents should be so proud of you. And Andrea is one lucky woman. And because of that, you know your son will have the same values as you. Now, a little background on Carter Gill, please. Uh, the, the background of Carter Gill can be best summarized by. He's the best, one of the best Twitter posters there is. Uh, but what did he get kicked out of a tournament? 
You know, he, he, was, he, he had like a ton of chips and then it, between like day two and day three or something like that, he, he threw his girlfriend's clothes out the window. Yes. And then he was banned from the Rio, and he got blinded off the rest of the tournament. <laughs> we actually had him on on uh, the other show. We, you know, he he admitted. He said, "Yeah, he threw his girlfriend's clothes out the window," and the, then he got banned from the tournament. He was very upset. He wanted to finish the tournament. He's like, "You know, hey, I'm willing to leave, not stay in this hotel. I'm willing to only play this, and that's it. But you know, please let me finish." And they said, "Nope." So he, I think he, you know, he got reinstated, but uh, he. he Lost that tournament. He, he really had a ton of chips. So I maybe Carter Gill's in her future. You, you know, someone who dated genocide is dead. Do you know who that is? Uh, the one. Uh, it's a guy that lived in Arizona. What's his yeah, name? Was yeah. the guy in Arizona? Yeah, uh, uh, Scott uh, DeBeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Scott Dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Dove was. Uh, um, he, he actually got away with scamming me, too. He he owed me five hundred dollars, and I won't be collecting that. Then who responded to this? Then Kim Shannon. Hearing this, Jen has me crying, real tears. Not because I don't think you're strong enough to handle this, you are, but because I realize that so many of us should be more appreciative appreciative of the good men we have in our lives. Jen, you've given me reason to count my blessings instead of sweating the small stuff. You and your little bundle deserve so much more. I'm in your corner here if you need me. Thank what you, Kim. I have many... <laughs> She's the one of the, isn't she the one that maybe scammed that girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Amanda, yeah, Amanda um, Musumichi accused her of scamming. But uh, you know what's even more amazing is uh, Kim Shannon. Kim Shannon had a, a a kid at age forty-four without any kind of uh, fertility assistance, and the kid was normal. That's that's impressive. Forty-four. Hmm, something happened here. I have many reasons to count my blessings as well, though, Kim. I have a beautiful, happy, loving miracle baby. He stood by me through some of the scariest times of my life, telling me it would be okay. He was my rock at times when I needed him. It was not an abusive relationship. It was a hard, long-distance one while I raised the child in another country. He's also the father of our daughter. That is a bond that can never be broken no matter what. You know, when, when it comes to your precious and beautiful baby, you do what's best for her at whatever cost. Appreciate the good. Learn to let go of the bad. Tomorrow's another day. Wow. I thought you knew about this because this is kind of like I did normally not. the stuff you know. No, I guess this one got by me. So, well, hmm. I mean, I feel bad for genocide going through this, yeah. but you would think that she would. Uh, yeah, but you know, there's always two sides. I know there's two sides. I know there's two sides. But uh, I mean, you would you know, think, I mean, not, now, there's no excuse, no matter what she did. Uh, there's no excuse to walk out on the kid. I mean, you should always... Uh, well, uh, again, though, that's what she said. I know, she, she says did, that, so I know. It, it could be BS. I don't know if that's really what happened. He may have broken up with her. I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. He may have broken up with her, and then she says, well, you know what, motherfucker, you don't get to see your baby if you're not with me. Yeah, I know, you know, I know. Crazy I, women have done that. I'm not saying she did. I'm just saying, until the guy speaks, we can't really you judge You better him. watch out, you're going to get blocked. Uh, call her on the air. Hello, caller from 410. No, he hung up. All right. Where's the 410? It's Baltimore. Oh. All right. So, uh, so that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know about that. Wow. That's. Uh, that's... Wow. Look at all of them. All the little women poker. Right. Uh, 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 Jen Fox replied. Then, oh, here we go. This is this is. It's become like it was like a, a self help thread. <laughs> Adelaide, it's Rocky, Jennifer. 
I was left by a bag with three kid three with three kids. Baby, I know exactly what you're going through. I don't know why she exactly good. Michael did the same thing to me. Oh, that he didn't do it. He wasn't ready. Really? After three kids, seven years later? Are you fucking kidding me? LOL. I can't even explain to you what I felt. But I thought it was the end of the world. That was four years ago. I can't tell you how happy I am right now with the three kids and the fact that he is out of my life. It was hard to get out of the depression, but your child will give you all the strength you need to wake up every day and keep moving. You deserve better. Happy Mother's Day. Beautiful. Call me anytime. Then in response, Lily, you've always been a strong mama bear and would do anything for your babies. Not so little anymore. Call me after work. I'll be up a while. And then for those that don't know who I'm talking about, this is uh, the Grinder's ex-wife who's now, or not now, for a while, for at least I think three years, has been dealing poker at a uh, casino, actually not a casino, a poker room in Hialeah. Yeah, we reported uh, that on the show, actually. We talked about how the, the weirdness yeah. about... And Hialeah is... Uh, a suburban county in my kind of very close to the stomping grounds in which I grew up, and it's a predominantly Hispanic area. When I say predominantly, I mean uh, many of the restaurants or most of the restaurants you can walk into in that area, uh, unless you speak Spanish, you can't communicate with with. I mean, it's just it's literally like Little Havana, um, and she's dealing cards there. But I didn't know. Like, wow, that's pretty bitter. She said she's not bitter, but that—that's no, that's very, that's very bitter. bitter. No, that's. Did you know that's? It's been that long since he left her. I didn't know. No, that. I didn't I know that. They trouble and they broke up. Or, no, I, I didn't. didn't I, I I assumed when I heard she was dealing cards three years ago. That's when it was. Wow. By the way, Brandon, we're having a little issue with with your sound. You, you're kind of cutting in and out. I'm not sure why. Here, here I'm going to drop you and call you right back. I haven't changed anything. No, I, I know you did. It's probably Skype. I'm dropping call you right back. In fact, you you you, you just uh, hang up, and, and we'll do. Oh, okay. All right, hold on. Yeah, right, let's put Brandon back on here. If we can't, maybe we've lost him forever. I can't get him back on. What a fail. He's just at home. I don't know why. This is, he's not in the jungle or anything. Yeah, this is the, this is the problem. <laughs> Brandon, are you back? Yes, I am. Oh, good, 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 good. I, I don't okay. know if the sound... I was afraid we lost you forever. You just, it wasn't picking up. I think Skype's kind of crapping the bed. Wow, so any other uh, jilted uh, poker lovers there? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm reading it. It's all like every female that's ever been dumped by a poker player is responding to her. And I mean, it is kind of sad. I get it. But like I said, you know, not going to rush to judgment. It, is, Chant- is Chantel in there? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's funny. Jen Fox is all over this thread. Yeah, Jen Fox, she, she's fortunate. She didn't have to uh, ever deal with that. She's had uh, Alex Jacob at her side forever. Yeah. Wow. Does that does Chantel does she does she play poker anymore? Or she turned didn't she turn up somewhere like a year ago or something? Is it at the World Series? The last known poker tournament that I know that she played at it was the World Series. Uh, it'll be two years. That's ago. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, I saw her there and she was like she all friendly. She was friendly to me. She acted like like uh, everything was cool. It was weird. 
She didn't play last year, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, I didn't see her last year either. But I, it was so strange when I saw her two years ago. Like, I saw her, and I kind of, like, got uncomfortable. Like, she's going to go up and talk shit to me and be angry. And and instead, she she was, like, acting like, you know, everything's great. It was strange. Then the other thing that's interesting is Sean Fanning, I was reading about this, ended up getting some girl pregnant and denying that he was a father. Did you read about this? That's not possible. <laughs> yeah. well, hold on. If you Google Sean Fanning and baby, Napster co-founder Sean Fanning is allegedly a deadbeat dad. And then it we gotta uh, get bad guy starts... Huh? You gotta get bad guy on the phone here. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. She's really uh and you know what? She probably should have stayed with Tommy Boy. I know he loved her. I, I, he treated her good. Yes. He was a good guy. That was he's, the he's only a, like, he's right, a good guy. Right. That was that's what I said. I think he's like he's like the only stabilizing force she had. I think everybody else uh, was very uh, unstable and, and and kind of a degenerate in, in various ways. Like I think the only non degenerate that she dated was Tommy Boy. Yeah. Like Tommy Boy wasn't gonna he, if he got her pregnant, he wouldn't have walked out on the kid for sure. Absolutely not. That's not that's not <laughs> Tommy Boy's personality. Did that guy, Sean Fanning, did he get any money for Napster? Like, did he get, like, super rich? I know that they got shut down and stuff. But... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he did, yeah. They they uh, they sold it, yeah, made money. But then everything else he's done since then has basically been a fail. Yeah, what was this he came out with that it was just, like, a ripoff of some other site? I was like, oh, I it was, like, another video or something. Oh, I know what it was. He, okay, it, it was, it was something for video games where you could communicate – like it was some app where if you're playing video games, you can communicate with others playing video games or something. It, it was um, uh, it, it was just like chat roulette, except it was like it was like a fi- more fail version of chat roulette, and people are like, "This is the big idea." Like a 17 year old developed this. <laughs> what what is, this is the great thing? Like uh, some guy yeah. ran it off his home computer, and and uh, they, he couldn't even explain how this was better than chat roulette, other than the fact that everyone had their pants on. So. <laughs> So I, I mean, it was it was such a fail. Like sometimes people just really only have one good idea in them, and that's it. Uh, that's wow! I didn't know about that. It's so crazy. It, uh, yeah. uh, so I, I, I got I got a rumor just uh, sent to me by text. Let me read some of the texts because I haven't, I haven't done that this show. I, I should have. But uh, one text told me that uh, genocide is back in Delaware already. After uh, after what happened, yeah, that's where she posted this. Okay, because I mean, because it says on Facebook posted from. You know what I mean? Wherever, yeah, she's back in Delaware. Oh, so you can always you can always come back to Delaware. uh, She's living with her parents. Wow. So then it's going to be pretty hard to pursue this guy legally in South Africa unless she goes back there. Yeah, I would imagine. uh, So, so it looks like he probably just said, "I'm done with you," and and the kid goodbye. You know, take the kid yourself. I'm out of here. Walked out, and then uh, you know she just went back to Delaware and just kind of pretend like the guy never existed, other than having a kid with him now. Yeah, and again, I'm not making light of it. I mean, I'm just saying you don't know. There's always just two sides to every story. I mean, he very well could have said, you know what, I'm done with you. I, you know, I don't want to be with the kid. You're right. A lot of guys, you know, there are many fathers. I don't understand how you could ever do that to your own kid, but there, there are people that have. And believe me, I've known women that have said, if you're not going to be with me, you don't get to see your son. You don't get to see your daughter. I've heard tons of stories. Yeah, I've like heard that, that too from friends and just, you know, I mean, it, 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 you know, you don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it does, it does cut both ways. There, true. So yeah, we I will, we'll, we'll say one thing about her for 
the amount of time she's actually played poker in her life. And Jesus, what is it? It's probably been six years, seven years, eight years. I mean, she really made a name for for herself. I mean, just, you know what I mean? Really nothing. I mean, I, I, I think her lifetime poker cashes, it's like less than 50000 It's like 40000 Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, in, I mean, in, in tournaments, she bricked pretty hard. Uh, she, I, I saw in cash games, sometimes she had some success. I mean, I think she's played a WSOP event like in six, seven years. She she did okay though when she was playing online. That's like, what I was saying. In, time, in, in, right? ca- in cash games, she did she did uh, decently, but uh, um, I think even in tournaments, in tur- didn't she really? have a bunch of scores. Maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe she I, no her her claim to fame in terms of online was she uh, final table to limit uh, whatever they were called not scoop but what were they a W coop is that what they were called yeah yeah. And that that like she had like a fifty sixty thousand dollars score, but I'm just saying like in general she hasn't played in a, in a live poker tournament in quite some time, mm. and yet she's still uh, her name's still out there. I don't so, know. So okay, here here's a, a something that's uh, pretty outrageous. This is brought to us by Aaron Mykunt, not Aaron Mykon, but Aaron Mykunt, who's actually a uh, a real user in Poker Fraud Alert. That's obviously not his real name. It's actually a guy, but. Uh, um, he he's in New Jersey, and he plays on uh, various sites over there, legalized online poker sites. And he knows that Wisner girl. Does he? Oh yeah, she uh, owes him some makeup or something. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. All right. So maybe you can post about that too. But anyway, he he posted a thread today that eight 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 dot com steals your money out of your account. Literally steals it. If you don't log in often enough, what? and this is not this is I'm talking about New Jersey's legalized sites, not their shady you know, version that's right. uh, that's abroad. So he says this: I, I went out of the country to play the scoop on Poker Stars. Obviously, all my funds are still there. Uh, I checked checked upon two other sites and was greeted with zero dollars on both. So, uh, so he, he's saying that you know his money left on Poker Stars was still there to use uh, that he had all that time, but uh, but that the 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 sites that he didn't have money anymore that where it just uh, disappeared were Party Poker and eight 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 in New Jersey. When he logged onto those, he found that he had zero point zero. So um, he he found out that they emptied his account. Using dormant account policies, so th- this is how it goes. Uh, he said uh, after it e- after he emailed complaining about this, Party Poker restored his whole balance, but they took away all his like uh, frequent player points that he earned, which which have real value. But even worse, eight eight eight, they fought and fought and fought with him until they did him the great favor of refunding seventy percent of his balance back. <laughs> how long, how and, long was he gone? How long was he inactive on the site? Uh, I've, not, I've heard of them charging like like monthly maintenance fees, but I've never heard of them taking a whole balance. Yeah, I haven't either. So he says he says I was then offered an insulting offer of receiving the other thirty percent of my balance back if I made a new deposit. I figured it would stop there since they operated more loose regulations uh, than the now uh, legal U.S. Uh, site in New Jersey. Uh, okay. oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So th- I guess this didn't uh, this didn't happen in New Jersey. This happened in uh, – I was confused. This happened in the foreign versions of Party Poker in 888, but he figured that this couldn't happen in New Jersey. However, 
he looked this up. This is what the story is. I got a little confused. He said, uh, um, the following is allowed under New Jersey law. If you do not access your account by, quote, logging on using your account name and password and either one, place a cash wager or a bet or two, make a deposit or withdrawal uh, for any period of 12 consecutive months, your account will be considered a dormant account pursuant to New Jersey gaming regulations. Once an account falls into dormant account status, any funds remaining on deposits and any pay- pending wagers shall be forfeited in accordance with applicable law. So, so they do this in New Jersey too. He, this didn't happen to him in New Jersey because he's not dormant there because he's, you know, he's there all the time. That's where he lives. But he's pointing out that the same thing that they pulled on him with a foreign party poker account uh, and foreign 888 accounts that can can also be done in New Jersey, and that's actually in New Jersey law. This was the uh, uh, this was actually what he just posted. It was from uh, us.888poker.com/help/user-agreement. That's us. 888poker.com slash help slash user dash agreement, all lowercase. So if you go there, you can see what I just um, read to you. Uh, so he's asking, how is it possible in a regulated market that there's a legal policy to steal customers' money? And uh, he's saying they act like it's some kind of inconvenience to hold your money. And he's saying this is very unfair. So uh, I, I agree with him. This is ridiculous. And I, I, as you said, China, I think it's fair that if your account goes dormant, for a long period, maybe six months, 12 months, that they can start charging you a maintenance fee, provided they, they should inform you before they're doing it. They should say you need to log in and play you know, within such and such time or else we will uh, – or, or cash out or we're going to uh, start charging this fee. But I can understand why it is a little bit of a burden to them for you to just have money sitting there that they have to hold for you. Uh, but – but don't they make interest off it? Like, they, they do, but the interest is very low. I can understand why this is a burden for them. Not not each individual account, but just in general, they want to discourage this practice of money just sitting and not being used. Uh, because they're not a bank. But they should never be able to take all the money. They, they should charge a minimal fee, like $3 a month for this. And believe me, they'll make plenty if they charge $3 a month on this. Like, they'll make plenty from people that just don't return or people that die. Yeah, that too. Whatever. That too. But uh, even if you're there and you know what you're doing and say, I'll just leave it there. If they charge $3 a month, believe me, it does not cost them $3 a month per person to, uh, to maintain these inactive balances. They, 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 I can see them charging a little bit, but not that, that, that's about the most I can understand them charging. And to take the whole thing and for New Jersey law to support this, uh, that, that's a joke. And, and I, we have a listener named uh, Sanomar who uh, posts on the forum and has recently kind of been trolling me. And I, I'm sure he's going to use this as an example of why we should not have regulated online poker. He's very anti-regulated online poker. How's he been trolling? I actually, I, I uh, he's a good poster. No, he's I not, he's not like, posting me like, like in, not in the traditional sense. Like he's not trying to you know hit me with personal insults for the most part. It's like he likes to take you know points of view I have and constantly uh, uh, attack them. Go the other way. Yeah, go the other way. Right? He's like a contrarian. Uh, so, uh, so, okay. so, so, so anyway, I, I, I don't know how much he really believes of everything he really writes when he does this to me, but uh, he seems to be very anti-regulated online poker sites, and this is exactly the type of thing that, that he's against. And I have to admit they've been doing a very poor job in New Jersey with a lot of these policies. There was another one. I forgot it, what it was. We, we talked about it on this show, I think also involving 888 that involved uh, something shady they could do. So that, that was involved. Uh, like how could they've written New Jersey law to uh, – 
make it to where they can take your money, especially because you can only play on these sites when you're in New Jersey. So what if I travel to New Jersey, deposit on there, play, and then don't come back to New Jersey for over a year? I lose my money? Now, yes, I can withdraw, if I'm, but what if I don't think of it? I just lose my That's crazy. Well, Chris Christie needs cheeseburgers. So. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, maybe maybe this goes into the uh, Chris Christie cheeseburger fund. That's uh, – that is a Jesus. that is a fund that that needs to be uh, pretty large. So, remember Matt's on the phone. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> Matt's still here. Matt, what do you think about this? Let him talk for a bit. I, I keep forgetting he's on. I look at the screen. Matt, you, the, the stage is yours, buddy. The stage is mine. What's your opinion on my? You know, let's start off the beginning. Give us your opinion on all these different issues. <laughs> Kev Math won a tournament and play money. My cons uh, on the lamb. Uh, the World Series of Poker, Colossus. Uh, Give us some play, opinions. The, pl- the play money thing. I mean, I think that's actually sometimes even harder because you got all the donks just going all in trying to double up. So you got to dodge a lot of bullets there. Good point. Um, Mike on? Uh, Mike on thing. You know, him and I weren't like really friends. I mean, we we met up a couple times and and you know hung out for like maybe ten minutes once we once we went for. Uh, um, uh, a lunch there. Actually, we met up with uh, Kenneth James at Kenneth the bar. James. Yeah, Kenneth James. Yeah, at the bar there. Um, I actually like Kenneth James more than Michael, and <laughs> he seemed like a real sincere guy. But anyway, I, I don't know. Like, I just uh, now is it true I that think... you once brought and enslaved a ton of uh, Canadian delicacies that you brought just for your friends, and you had a big amount for MyCon, and you called him and said, hey, MyCon, I have all these things for you. Uh, when would you like to come meet me and get them? And he said, you you bring them to me at my table, and he made you bring them to the Rio to drop them off. He wouldn't even meet you and get them. Is that true? Are you talking to me? Because I got hung up, and I just called back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry, I missed that. What what happened? Something about he's asking did you bring did you bring a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for MyCon one time uh, from Canada, the like Canadian goodies. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he, brought, and he refused to, he refused to meet you for them or something. I, I bought a bunch of stuff for just whoever was kind of there from you know the forums and uh, show and stuff, and uh, yeah, I can't remember. It was one time he just said, uh, "Yeah, I'll pass" or something. And he was like in the next room over or something real stupid. <laughs> it's like I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, in the next room over. <laughs> It was just like. What did you bring? What did you bring? Uh, I, 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 dick. I, he was in the next room over. I, <laughs> we actually ended up meeting up the next day. Uh, you, I remember because you told me, but you had to bring it to him. He wouldn't even come meet you. Yeah, if you won a WPT, he would have met you. I I I said right, well yeah. I said if I bust out, I'll stop by your table. But yeah, he didn't. Uh, but it was weird. The year before, like I said, we went out. He took me in his car, which. Oh my God! It was like hoarders in a car. <laughs> it, it was literally like two or three feet of like garbage and yeah, it was. Bottles. I remember L- that. Literally, it was piss bottles. I don't, you it's a ninety-five Acura. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he goes, "Oh, this is how a professional poker player uh, keeps their car." I go, "No, it's not. This is how a bum keeps their car, right?" But um, yeah, that was that was strange. I don't know. He didn't uh, he didn't come over. But like Just I said, the next day. Over. He was he was I was in the Amazon room and he was in the other room uh and uh but the next day uh we actually did uh I stopped by for a few minutes and that that was a, that was about it um so yeah I don't know I think he's going to uh 
I think what's going to happen is it's about three or four months and something's going to pan out. But what I'm wondering is how was he operating this site in Antigua without a license there? Uh, they, they probably don't really understand what's going on yet, but they will. Yeah. Maybe as long as the server is somewhere else? That like, may be it, too. I, I don't know. They, they may not be paying that much attention, but uh, he hasn't been there that long. Yeah. So a lot of questions. That's... I mean, I, I wonder that, too. I wonder if they're I remember gonna... in, the, uh, in the beginning... And I'm sorry if I have an echo. I'm, I'm taking the dog out. Uh, I remember in the beginning when he was in the local paper in Antigua, the locals didn't really take too kind to him. Yeah, the yeah. They, they were saying they sent him back and we don't need this type of person here. Right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's, let's let's see here. What else we... You think so, that Nevada should institute the death penalty for people that operate illegal gaming systems in Nevada? To set an example. Do I think what? If I'm just posing it to everyone on the radio. Do you think the state of Nevada, to set an example to make sure this kind of dangerous criminal never operates again, should institute the death penalty for people oh. that operate <laughs> interactive gaming well, systems without a license? I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what's worse. is They can put them in a room and give me a chocolate extreme blizzard and just without a gas mask, and I'll just gas him out. <laughs> oh, man, that's the greatest story ever. That was a good story. The gas. Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's, um, yeah, so I'll be, uh, I'll be bringing the... What events? What, 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 uh, well, the Colossal, the Colossus and the Millionaire Maker... And there's, I think there's either a 1K a few days after the Millionaire Maker. But in between the Colossus and the Millionaire Maker, there's nothing really, like I'm just kind of a low, uh, like a, you know, 1500 no limit player. There's, there's not, there's like all these like $3,000 six max and all this stuff. There's nothing really good in between the Colossus and the Millionaire Maker for like about seven, eight days. Well, so you I'll can probably try limit, play. You can try limit hold them. Yeah, that that's uh, that's not a good thing to start learning when yeah. you're there. Uh, I'll probably play a bunch of daily deep stacks, and you know, there's all kinds of tournaments. Uh, Kessler had tweeted out there's a whole schedule of tournaments all over town, right? Well, you so, know, also if you want to uh, boycott that uh, Sheldon Adelson property, which yeah, uh, outside the Rio has you know the best tournament fields. Uh, the Venetia or the uh, Golden Nugget downtown this year. They've had a series every year, at least like for the last seven or eight years. But this year, they've actually bumped it up. In the past, they would have a mixed game tournament uh, every day as well as a no-limit tournament. But the no-limit tournaments were like pretty low. They were like $120 buy-ins. But this year, they bumped it up to like I think they're three, dollars $400 buy-ins, um, anticipating you know a uh, greater crowd and you know bigger prize pools and so forth. So that's, a, that's also another option. Um, yeah, I that's what I, I mean. Yeah. I don't. You're, you're talking. You're talking to Venetian. No, I'm talking about oh. the, the Golden Nugget downtown. Oh, Golden it's Nugget called, downtown. It's called the Grand Series. If you Google it, um, you know you can easily find the schedule. And every day they have a uh, a no limit tournament. Some of them they have like bounty tournaments um, and just variants. But I think what, the, what is the turnout? It's like three, four hundred people, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They have a huge ballroom actually. That that's where they they don't even have enough space in their normal poker room. But they have a ballroom. On the uh, uh, south side of the property, and that's where they hold the six-week series there. 
and uh, it accommodates 250, 300 people, and they have a main event, which is like a thousand dollars. That's how that Stacy Nutini uh, kind of blew up. She won that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the spreadsheet that Kessler there. He tweeted out you could download it. It's got like all the you know Planet Hollywood Aria win, you know Orleans Golden Nugget, and it lists every single tournament for the whole like summer there. It's pretty good, and uh, yeah, they got they got a lot of stuff there. And uh, oh, speaking of, speaking of Kessler, I'm sorry I want to interrupt before right yeah. before I lose my train of thought on this. I meant to talk about this. Um, there, there's a um, a guy who works for Poker News named Chad Holloway, and uh, he's releasing a comic book. In fact, it's already released online. It'll be available at the World Series too. And he's not—he's not paying me. This isn't a paid ad, but uh, you know, since since he wrote a nice article about me on Poker News a few years ago, I, I owe this back to him. But uh, uh, anyway, it's, it's called the World Series of Zombies, and it's it's actually a a comic book about. The World Series of Poker being attacked by zombies and uh, including various uh, famous players that become zombies. Uh, the, the one controversial part of it is that one of the zombies in it is uh, is Devilfish. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Devilfish, who actually did die recently and probably looks similar in real life to what that zombie depiction of him is, but he, he claims that wasn't. On purpose, the Devilfish had agreed to be in it before, you know, before he died. But uh, anyway, the, if you want to get this thing, you can. Uh, if you just Google uh, "World Series of Zombies," it'll direct you to the place you can buy it online for two bucks, or uh, you can get the hard copy of it. I think it's at the Blue Shark Optics stand, which you'll see walking through the hallway for five bucks. But uh, it, uh, I, I'm not a big comic book person, and I'm not really a uh, zombie uh, aficionado either. But uh, you know, I, I'll probably get one to, to support Chad. Is this is kind of like a someone called it a passion project, which is what it is. You know, he's a big fan of poker and of comic books and of zombies, so he decided to kind of uh, combine them all and and make his own uh, make his own comic book there based based on the World Series. And uh, I, I thought I'd mention it's, it's kind of a, an odd thing, but it's, it's a lot of people are talking about it. It's been. It's, it's, and anyway, Alan Kessler apparently, I don't want to give spoilers here, but Alan Kessler is apparently one of the heroes. He's actually uh, featured in it. So, hmm. interesting. The World Series of Zombies. Uh, Chad Holloway, he's not the one that uh, called you the unsavory type. Well, he could have been. I don't think it was him, but uh, the person the person who did it, who called me unsavory on day six of the main event, I wrote that into <laughs> what the... What a title. <laughs> For those of those that don't... That, that, I mean, I've said this a ton of times, it's so fucking funny, but... Uh, they're doing a hand recap that talks in. And they just started out with the unsavory Tottenham <laughs> opens from the button or whatever it was. But that's how they fucking prefaced well, it. Well, so, so, I I, mean, like, so I, I blame the... that for neutral reporting? Well, I, really? so I, I blame the guy who you know, was the reporter for it who goes by F-Train. And I, I was really pissed and, at F-Train for this. But it, it then F-Train uh, apparently at first didn't get the, the complaint I made first. And then it, later he said... I think I messaged him directly later and said, "Look, are you going to address this? What's what's up with you? Why why did you do that to me?" So uh, the only thing I could find of why he didn't like me was I, I had written I had read some blog of his from like two years before where he was unhappy that I went uh, on on sixty minutes and said that full tilt could have been uh, yeah, among others could have been still stealing from us because you know there's, there's no way a site like full tilt would have done anything wrong. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, anyway, I thought maybe he was still bitter about that. Of course, this is before Black Friday, so I wasn't even proven right yet. But 
uh, it, it turned out it wasn't him. And and he proved it somehow. I forgot how, but it turned out that someone with access to the system, and I was told that it could have been one of a whole lot of people, including some who didn't even work for Poker News, uh, someone with access to the system actually went in and changed uh, just from Todd Wittellis to the unsavory Todd Wittellis, and that I I was able to see and verify that the original thing submitted by F-Train and like from an independent source, not they, nothing they could have changed after the fact. That um, like I think I found some some sites that were carrying the feeds as they came out, and uh, and it turned out F Train did not write the unsavory Todd would tell us it was changed later. So who changed it? It was unknown. They had no record of it. And, I know who uh, changed it. <laughs> it was Dadis. Oh, wasn't that the guy's name? Dadis, the guy from Never Win Poker. Oh, Daddis, oh, Daddis, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe Daddis did it. Maybe Daddis or uh, or, or some or or, or Seamus, maybe Seamus yeah. did it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they uh, they changed it back and they apologized. But you know, Poker News. Some of you may not know this. A lot of people assume that Poker News, uh, you know, doesn't like me because of the critical letter that they sent me back in two thousand eight, when 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 the, you know they're talking about. Firing me from being a moderator there and all that, but uh, uh, times have changed. And not, not only has uh, Chad Holloway written a, a nice article about me and Poker Fraud Alert on Poker News, but uh, um, the CEO of Poker News, who once did not like me, uh, he listens right, to what's this. What's his name again? Robbie Davies. Right he, 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 that he, sends all the every time he, the, before Poker News makes an acquisition, they check with Judon first. Yes. <laughs> But he, the best. Yeah, he, he he listens to this show. I, I actually got him tweeting to me from uh, two weeks ago, uh, saying that he enjoyed the show, and that he listened to the whole. Th- he listened to everything. He was commenting on things he listened. I had no idea that guy listened. So I, I never know who listens to this thing. And uh, you know, sometimes we're just sitting here like just BSing about stuff, and I'm thinking, ah, you know, who's going to hear this other than some forum people? But I, I always forget. Like we we have a thousand listeners, and not always the same thousand. So. So there's people who hear things that I, I don't expect to be listening, and uh, uh, you know it's it's good and bad. It's it's good that I can have a reach to that many people in poker, but it's bad that uh, sometimes I, I don't want the whole poker community to hear everything we say. But you know, yeah, I, this show's been toned down a bit. I mean, back in the day, I could you know we it was a little edgy. But yeah, now I, know. It's, you know, I, I know. I know it's a, a kinder, gentler show now than. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the Brady Hoke show. <laughs> well, there, there was a couple of years there where Mikeon was like drunk for three quarters of the show all the time. Yeah, well, it was sometimes it was when he's just kind of getting there, and all you three guys were going together. It was really good, and there was good material, and everybody was like putting in their input, and it was funny. But then he got like really obnoxious, <laughs> and then just like, okay, we're done. Yeah, they had to go play uh, video, uh, not video poker, uh, digital poker. Digital I poker. I, I can't stop or go for sushi. Thinking about thinking about how how Judoff got CC'd on that email. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, he, of all people at that time. I, I don't know. Here's here's a good anecdote from back in the day on on Never Win Poker. Uh, Bodog had agreed with Never Win Poker shortly after Poker News purchased it. Uh, they got into a marketing partnership with Bodog to actually hold a contest to buy in a Neverwin Poker player to the main event. I remember that. And and um, didn't then one guy went in and they threatened his life? And... Well, okay, well, that's before what was that. His name again? That, that, was, that was Doug Man CT who won. Yeah, but, that's right. But, no, but, that, that. but that's not that's not what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about how that almost didn't come to pass. They almost took it away from us because we prank called Bodog on one of the radio shows. Never he- 
Yeah, so never, there? never he had lost his account, and he wanted us to try to call up and get it back. And he didn't care if we said his personal info on the air, which you have to give to call Bodog. So, so we called up, and uh, we called Bodog live, and they didn't know they were on the radio. And and we pretended to be uh, Never Heeb's lawyer and someone else. Like we pretended to be like some advisory team of him. Anyway, um, and he was on the phone too. So th- we had this whole debate with him that was really funny uh, with the support. Where they we said why was his account closed? And they said we can't tell you. He said well no he's on the phone with us right here. He said yeah go ahead and tell us. They said well, we can't. And we said why is it a secret? Sir, it's not a secret. We just can't tell you. We said, okay, well, then what's the definition of a secret? <laughs> and they right. said, well, it's not a secret. Well, again, it's not a secret. We just can't tell you. And then, okay, then what is a secret? And so we went back and forth with this for about 25 minutes. And and the, the call got more and more ridiculous as it went on. And then we started saying just like really wacky things. And, uh, and, and they just uh, – they never caught on. It was a prank call. And it, it was also it was a semi prank calls. We actually tried to help Neverheat, but uh, but but uh, we made them look really really foolish with the whole thing about is it a secret, and and what is a secret. So, uh, Bodog heard this and they were furious. They were furious that the site that they were about to give a ten thousand dollar main event scene seat to was making fun of them like this and making their customer service look like incompetent fools, which they were. But uh, they, they didn't like that, so they they called up uh, Poker Dudes in fury. And said, "That's it. We're pulling out. No, no more contest. No more seat." And they, and Poker News had just promoted this, and they, and they had just bought Neverwin Poker, so they were like, they were. Uh, uh, I don't know if it just they bought it semi recently. This was like one of the first major things they were doing with the site since they had bought it, and they were really, really pissed at us that we had done this. Really pissed, and that got a really angry letter about this whole situation, and so they ended up. Agreeing with Bodog to do go fifty fifty on it, that uh, they, basically Poker News had to pay a five thousand dollar fine here, and uh, and so Poker News now kicked in five thousand for it, and, and Bodog kicked in five thousand, and the one who won it was Dougman CT, who became. I over- forgot how is it how is the seat distributed? Was there a tournament? I don't even remember. No, it was it was the main event. Oh no! no how, how did he get? How oh, did he win it? Oh, how did he was... win it? Yeah, I think it was a tournament. Yeah. Okay. So so and then for, for whatever reason the site got to hate him. And he posts on Poker for Others sometimes too. I, I never had a problem with the guy, but uh, and I've met him before. But but a lot I of people hate him. I remember I, that thread with a trash. I don't remember why. I think he, I think it's just he wasn't used to dealing with the type of people on Everyone Poker, and, and he said some things to get them angry. And he wasn't trying to troll or anything. He just uh, they just didn't like him. So so people just really really going off on him there, and uh, it was it was a, the whole thing was a bad scene. But it, it was so funny how we we. Uh, uh, we almost alienated Bodog from them, and then I later spoke to the manager, who told Poker News that uh, they didn't want to go on. Like I talked to this guy years later at Bodog, he's a Canadian guy, and uh, and and I said, oh, you know, um, I don't know if I brought it up to him. Maybe he brought it to me. Somehow the subject came up, and uh, oh no, no no, I know what it was. It wasn't years later. See, I'm forgetting the story now. I've talked to Bodog so many times about so many things. As part of the agreement to smooth everything over with Poker News and, and have them not, like, you kick all of us off the site, uh, I I offered to call up Bodog and and try to, like, explain to them what our show was and, and try to cool them down and have them realize it was just a joke. So I did speak to one of the managers who, you know, it was a Canadian guy over there, and he was trying to play it down going oh no 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 we understood it was it was funny i laughed at it too it's just you know it, and you know we we had some fault on our end that our, our rep shouldn't have stayed on the phone for 25 minutes like this debating what the what is a secret and 
Uh, you know, we, 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 we realized that, uh, there was some entertainment value in that, but you have to understand it makes us look really bad. We weren't happy with that after we just spent $10,000. It fits, you know, it's like slapping the sponsor in the face. So, like he gave me a whole lecture about it. And I had to kind of just sit there and take it. I like, I, I didn't, I didn't debate with him. I was just trying to smooth it over and say, you know, it's a comedy show. We were just uh, having some fun with the customer service and. We, we we called up initially to really get this kid his account back. We weren't even trying to prank all you. So anyway, that's uh, we 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 became such a pain in the ass. Not even on purpose, but just uh, <laughs> poker news didn't really understand what they were buying. They they just thought they were buying a popular forum with an edge. They didn't realize uh, all the craziness that occurred over there, and then the whole uncensored, wild environment. That, that it was never when poker and and the uh, all the disgusting pictures that were posted there, and they they just weren't. Expecting that, and and they didn't. There were so many different. There's a lot of black cock. There was, there was, black there was. Yeah. So there, it, it was hard to explain. You know, when people, when I'd be playing poker live, and and people would say, you know, you know do, do you run everyone poker? And I'd say, yeah. Why do you have that stuff on your side? Why are there big, you know, black penises on this? Like, I, how do I even answer that? Like, yeah, we want them here. Like, like, how do I explain it? I feel like I should know this, but I don't. What was the original onus of the black cock? How did it start? Um, well, I believe it was something that was meant to ruin threads that were that were deemed to be. Uh, but is there one threads. person that started it? I, just yeah, I don't remember which person did. But someone started it uh, as a way to post like an unappealing picture in a, in a crappy thread to make people just not want to open the thread anymore, and then it just it just. Ran away and went crazy, and that just started appearing everywhere, all over the site. And wasn't it, uh, wasn't it that guy? Um, was that that cop? And I think like felon or somebody like totally like just found pictures of like his family or something, and just like plastered like all over them. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, there was this. There's a guy. I think he turned out to be a police officer or something, or whatever. But he was a poster, and then like he got in an argument with someone, and then I think he someone like pulled up a picture of like him with his kids or something, and it, you guys wanted. Oh, I remember, I remember that guy. Yeah, that, I don't think he was a cop. He was, I think, yeah, some guy who lives in Vegas. Yeah, I think at one point he may have been a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things like this that happened. It, 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 I, I remember I had a relative that stumbled upon the site for the first time, and I ended up getting a phone call. And the relative said to me, you know, I'm, I'm reading this site and, uh, you know, I'm a little perturbed. I got to ask you, what exactly is a nigger alarm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had that on there, too. It's like, what it is. Like, 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 like I, I tried to explain to people. I said, look, you know, you have to understand. But you really that. just can't. I mean, you really can't. Yeah, I just know? I said this is an uncensored site. Uh, people just post what they want. We, we censor very little. I, I don't agree with everything posted there. A lot of this I would never post, but I, I, I we just don't delete it. That's a, you, know, yeah. you know what, though? If, if you didn't delete that stuff, it, it people wouldn't talk about it as much. To be good or bad, people wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, though, though, you know, Poker Fraud Alert. It's a you know, it's a lighter version. I, I you know, Poker oh, Fraud it's Alert. It's not even close. No, I, I just want to say it's a lighter it's, version. It's, it's, a, it's a much lighter version. And in fact, uh, when I applied for my media pass for uh, for Poker Fraud Alert for the World Series, I said, uh, I, I said, you know, in case you have some concerns about never because they were concerned, they didn't like you know a site like that having a media pass. It was we actually had to have it in the name of BrianMicon.com instead of uh, Never Win Poker. 
they didn't want us a, like a, a, an official media partner. But I said uh, Poker Fraud Alert is a, a much cleaner version, is the way I described it, of, of the other site, and and it it, it is. And uh, you know, po- Poker Fraud Alert. First of all, I. I try to make it to where you can browse the site at work or mixed companies. I, I, I never went poker and donked down. I, like, I couldn't open it around if kids were around. I'm not saying kids like looking over my shoulder. I mean like any kids like in the room because I just want them like walking by the screen and seeing like a, a big black dick on the screen. Like I had to – it's not oh, safe for work. It was not safe for anything. Like I, I was even afraid. Like sometimes I'd be in a line, like the DMV or something, and I'd be afraid to even browse that on my phone because of what would come up, and like people would be looking over my shoulder and see it. So, like, you I know, tr- people that are relatively new, or even those that, that don't think they're new, that have been around four or five years, don't even realize uh, just how tame. You know, even though this is still kind of like a lot. You know, the fun, the the foundation of the same communities here. I mean, there are a lot of people that have been around. You know the various sites, but I mean, back in the day, uh, there were more on Neverwin Poker. Even at the height, I mean, there were more lurkers than there were people that were post that would post or create accounts. And you know, we'd get them when we did radio. We'd you know tell people go ahead register. You know, don't just lurk, don't just. But there were so many people that were so afraid to create accounts and post of, just because of you know the. the the wrath that they'd get and getting trashed and just the way the attitude was for new posters that people would listen and lurk for years and years. And I mean, they'd know who Judonk was and Felon and just, I mean, just all the different characters, but they never would post out of literally out of fear. You know, I mean, do you remember that? Well, yes. So, people... Some of them on Poker Fraud Alert are, are people who were lurking all those years and decided it was finally yeah, time yeah. to come out. That's like I'd ask, like, well, who were you before? I don't recognize your name. Oh, no, I was just a lurker all that time, and yet they become active over here. So, like, yeah. uh... it, You know what is funny? When I first created my uh, uh, username on um, Neverwin, kind of towards the end, that's kind of when I joined, but um, my uh, – Avatar, I guess I screwed up the picture and I made it like I uploaded a big picture instead of a small one. So when you went to see my post, it was like huge. And then it's like instantly three people ban this fucker. Like that was the first first interaction I ever had. They were all like ban this fucking guy. It's like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, there was. I mean, it got to the point at the height that when the owner or the namesake of the site, Neverwin, would post, people would just trash him. Like, remember? <laughs> yes. Uh, go back to sleep, you pillhead. Like, they, he couldn't even post. Like, it just. Yeah, so, so you know, of course, and then the, there became infighting within the communities, you know, all these split up sites and all that, and. Uh, uh, and, you know, and here we are today that, you know, there's still that, the, that SCAT site, but. Uh, uh, other than that, that's well, you're a member of that, aren't you? Uh, in a way, in, in spirit. But uh, <laughs> I, I have the main remaining site from that whole community is right, is right here, Poker Fraud Alert, and uh, a lighter version, though, a gentler version. So, you know, how do you guys feel if uh, Poker Stars, which has its, uh, it's already getting close to monopoly status on uh, online poker, at least uh, outside the U.S., if they own party poker as well? Maybe, maybe if they don't confiscate your balance, it's a good thing. But uh, Poker Stars, aka Maya, they they are looking to possibly buy Party Poker. It's not a good thing. Yeah, they're, well, I I have to think that I don't like when there's like no competition. I mean, monopolies are never good for the consumer. But uh, they they are uh, looking to bwin Party eight 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 is trying to buy them, and. 
If you win party is you know it's the company that owns party poker at the moment. Poker Stars has decided that they are going to compete with them, and that they're they're actually going to try to just uh, they're teaming up with another company called GVS or GVC or GVS. I think it's GVC actually, but uh, they're teaming up with this other company to buy uh to buy the poker element of of b win party they're not going to buy the whole b win party but they want to buy you know, amaya specifically wants the poker part and maybe even a sports book part of b win party they've they've wanted to get into sports betting for a long time uh, amaya so uh, they they they're looking to do that and if successful then they will own probably the three biggest uh poker sites in the world well they they'll own party new jersey right They'll own that too, yes. Mm-hmm. So they're they're uh, uh, they're not. This is not by any means a done deal, but they've been uh, making motions to do this. Uh, by the seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. S double is complaining in chat. Uh, uh, oh my god, shut this fucker down! Like, uh, I hope he's not talking about this radio show. He's talking, hopefully he's talking about someone in chat. I can't, we can't shut this fucker down yet. So it's only been six hours. It's a, this is actually the I mean, longest. Anyone, anyone can always turn it off at any time. That's what I always say. If you don't like the length of the show, just turn it off. No one's forcing you to listen. I, I've never understood the complaints about the length of the show, unless it's too short. But uh, here, let's, let's look at some text here. I meant to do this before. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a... a Test from uh, Jay Acosta, who's taken some heat on the forum. Now recently. this guy, he, did he just kind of show up out of nowhere? He, yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of just, he's been a longtime listener of this show and the Donk Down show, and he, uh, he, 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 you know, he's he's very proud of the fact that he started that massive thread about the situation with seals, which obviously was going to have a thread about it anyway eventually. But he he was the original creator of that thread, and it has you know 130 pages now, and. You know the, the most. I think that thread has the most views of any thread we've ever had on all, any of these sites that I just talked about. Even more than Jacep. Even more than the Jacep one, yeah. So, oh, wow. so uh, uh, and he, just just Costa kid. He's the one all hopped up on that meth running around the India casino. Well, that, that's that's the accusation about him from uh, from Bootsy Collins, uh, but uh, that's who knows okay. if it's true. So, uh, from the, from Jay Acosta says, "Good luck to all playing the World Series of Poker." I'll hail Jay Acosta. Uh, now, this is from. I believe uh, Lauren Kling's hairy ass, uh, and he. I know he, who that is. Yeah, I know you know who that is. So he he was he was criticizing Daredevil last week, and uh, then he listened to the whole show in the archives, and he has changed his opinion. He said, "Update after listening to last week's show, I must say it was Daredevil's best show. He had stuff to add to topics from his perspective. You, on the other hand, I have had many more hard J's for on many views and topics. I don't know what he means by that." Wait, this is a, t- a text? Yeah, text. Yeah, I'm reading text from him. Yeah. What, do you have a feedback text number? Uh, no, the main phone number of the show, 775-372-8355, you know, fraud 55. You, oh, you can, right. Oh, you, you can, can text, text it? Any, any time you can text it. Uh, he, Jay, just to say Jay Costa, too, uh, he's, he's got a couple good blog posts that I enjoyed about his kind of tournament thing. It's uh, it, it really kind of – I can relate to it because it's kind of like the same – a lot of kind of like, you know – guys that play more than once a week but not like you know as a pro so i just thought i'd let him know like i enjoy his blog posts okay 
to read it. Yeah. So, so Kling's Harry Ass was saying that uh, he liked Daredevil's performance last but, week. I, I think he didn't like me last week. I think that's what he's trying to say. I, mean, I think the hard J is that he's trying to say something about Jews, but I don't know. Uh, so uh, five six two area code says yeah West Coast bias screw the East Coast tell all the co-hosts great job especially the astounding Daredevil great shows Todd thanks and this is from a guy who calls himself Texas Fugitive uh, let, let's see the uh, uh, someone's asking if he can offer stakes for the World Series of Poker in the in the in, on, on Poker Fraud Alert we we already tried that with uh, with Jason it didn't work out very well. Said I, I don't unless I know you well. I don't like when people sell action or anything here. Well, you know what? I will say in regards to the Jacep, uh, I guess he's proved a lot of the masses wrong. Yeah, he's myself. been paying so far. I mean, he's I been mean, paid, yeah. he's he's I, actually, I predicted the payments. He's actually hit uh, three payments so far. He has uh, so. And another When's one, the next one due? Is it is it a week from today? Uh, yeah, the week from today. So we'll see. If he if he pays a week to from today, it'll be up to eight fifty that he's paid. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else here? I'm trying to go through the ones that are not meant for public consumption that uh, people ask me not to say. Uh, 706 area code says we need more Rush Limbaugh impressions. I say I did that one time on a show. Uh, Someone said that there's still only four hours in the 202 area code from D.C. Still only through four hours of this week's show. He's referring to last week, which went almost six. This one's even longer. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Um, this, is long, okay. this is from uh, Shibun Pickens. That guy, wait, she been picking. That's a clit. Uh, Brittany Gladish uh, clit. Yeah, he says. He says, uh, you know who it is. No access to chat at all. Hope I didn't miss the girl on. This is this is the, uh, the, the that Amanda girl last week. Well, she has built-in racism that might keep her on the forum. Uh, did Kessler stake her for the machines? Oh, guess not. Still, still not saying for sure. She didn't have a lot of help answering the questions on two plus two. I was her biggest fan, and I want to make a statue of bad guy right now. That was beyond amazing. Referring to when bad guy uh, went off on her, this, you know, you guys have to understand. I missed all that. I, I, I didn't listen. Okay, a couple questions. What? What? First off, this grinder's clit. I don't really understand some of his posts. Like, I mean, I mean, no, I, no, I but nobody does it, completely. But is he crazy? Like he portrays himself to be? Is the whole thing a shtick? I think it's both, uh, and, and he's. He, I think he does really have like some conspiracy theory type stuff going and on. She kind of keeps thinking that the the little Anamicon is is my uh, my offspring. You know, I, he, I, I think some of this is a joke, but I think some of it also isn't. And he, he claims he's going to meet me uh, at some point, maybe this year at the, in Vegas. I'll see if it happens. I mean, no one's actually met him. He he once saw me in commerce and and wrote about me later, but did not come up to me. Uh, he took a picture of himself wearing gloves, which made people theorize that maybe he's not white and is yeah, pretending like he's white and uh, maybe he's even black. And that's why he was wearing gloves in the picture. So and we, now last week, what did uh, bad guy – how did he ambush so th- th- This is what happened. So, so, uh, you know, the we, girl. Yeah, so we, we had her on for a long time talking about her plans and all that. And uh, so, so there were some people with critical comments about her. So, so, so bad guy basically called up and said that she was a whore and that uh, he's sure oh, he's sure, he sure that she was either a hooker now or was before. And he and, and then so I was letting him go on with that. I, I warned her when he was calling in. I said you know he might be a little bit harsh. He said okay, put him on. So I put him on, and he started off with that. And I still let him continue. 
But then, then he said something like, uh, he threatened and something. If you do such and such, then I'm going to. She was a scammer too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He said she was a scammer. And then he said something about uh, he threatened something. If such, such, such and such happens, I, I swear I'm going to come find you. And then I had to hang up on him. I, I couldn't have that. <laughs> it, it was turning into like well, okay, but it's all just conjecture, right? I mean, obviously, there's no one's accused this girl of being a scammer. No, 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 anyway, no, right? no, one, no, no one's accused her of being a scammer. And uh, and yeah, he was just going off about it. And uh, he he said afterwards that he felt bad that he didn't you know he that he didn't mean to. You know, come off that serious like he was threatening her, and I hung up before he could say he didn't mean it. Which I, I don't know if I believe he would have said that, but but uh, I, I, people have to understand. I, I can't have the reputation with this show that the guests get get threatened. Like I can't. No one's going to want to come on then. But uh, all you have to do is just not take bad guy twenty three's calls. That's really the only. One I, I almost didn't. I was like so close to not taking it, and then I was like, well, it'll be, it might be funny, but uh, you know, I've got. I'll just warn her, and she understands what she's getting into. I'll let her do it. But then I, I didn't think he'd take it that far, so I had to, I had to hang up on uh, on bad guy. But uh, yeah, it, it had the potential to maybe not be as good as his first call when he called in, but he was going into that personality, and she probably yeah. Had, but like, you know what? He's like. Uh, the like actor, like one good movie once, and he's living off that fame forever. That's how I kind of view him. I mean, it was going down that alley. It, where yeah, but it's of... never he. That was that was a pinnacle of his is is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was right. that was it. You're never gonna match that. Like that just was no, but so amazing, thinking, so so but... spontaneous, so well played. There's nothing he can do to. Comp- it's like Kirk Gibson's home run. How do you top that? He's limping. He hits it. Lasorda's stumbling out of the dugout. You can't top. Yeah, that. You, you motherfucker, stroke victim, cock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that was. So okay, so uh, that's I think it for the text here. If I missed your text, I'm sorry. It's that I've been trying to. Oh, here, here's one. Um, you're sorry. Fuck your sorry ass Dodgers getting lucky beating the best team in Major League Baseball. Just like you luck box your Jewish self into a bracelet. Go Marlins. I mean, that's I hate Who to tell is you, that? someone from the four oh seven. But uh, the Marlins, they're not in good shape. The Dodgers, they, they, they fucking team. lost tonight. They, they were shut out. The, Mar- two, two the Marlins promoted their GM to coach. <laughs> yeah, and it's really working what out well joke. so far. It's really working yeah, out well so far. They've lost every game since. I mean, I don't know where the Dodgers. They, they, they in San Francisco. They, they just can't score ever. It's weird. They've, they've lost all five in San Francisco so far. Wow, including tonight. Well, that- Mally may be on the hot seat soon. Who knows? Well, they have a good record overall still, so that's yeah. uh, it's, it's just San Francisco they're having a hard time with. All right, so um, let's, let's see here. Uh, the let's see. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this. Is the final topic we'll talk about. Then we can just BS or turn off the show, or whatever. But um, the, the we have a listener, or at least a former listener, to this show who went by PLOL. And uh, he's on Twitter as Kid. Who means former listener? He's, he's well, AWOL? I'll, I'll explain. His, oh, wow. his, so he's on, he's on Twitter as Kid with Dream, not Kid with a Dream, but just Kid with Dream. That's, that's who he is on Twitter. Uh, he is openly gay. Uh, he's he's a young guy. I think he's you know, like twenty two or something. And uh, he's a you know, young skinny guy who's openly gay. And uh, looks like Justin Bieber, kind of right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've always gotten along well with him, and uh, never had any. What you do? What you do? I like him. Yeah, no, I I, I like that guy. No, I I, know. So this this is what's sad. So um, people come and go on the forum without really, 
you knowing the reason. Sometimes it's they just get sick of the form. Sometimes they uh, uh, Tomasi. Yeah, Rollo Tomasi is a good example. Well, at least Rollo Tomasi, he got bashed constantly, and he just decided he didn't want it. I, I, I'm assuming that he didn't tell me. Peter back. Peter Storbeck? Wally Storbeck? What was his name? Uh, Walter Sobchak. Yeah, yeah, he's one. And, and yeah. we've had a number of ones that just disappeared. Even ones like temporarily, like like Weissman's been gone recently, and I don't know why. So, so like, uh, fine. If you maybe you have things going on in your life, maybe you just get burnt out on the forum. I, I, I don't care. It's up to you if you want to come or not come to the forum. But uh, PLOL is one of the people who kind of just vanished. And uh, then I, I didn't think much of it until Willie McFML posted that PLOL is part of a gay-friendly social group for poker players. That's uh, it's like a uh, a LG. BTQI group. Now, I'm sure you know what the LGBT are. The lesbian, lesbian gay, something gay, bisexual, transsexual. Transsexual. But, but then what's what's Q and I? Queer and I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I is intersex. Uh, Q, is, I don't know. If like, like, intersex. Queer, you would think, is the same as gay. Who knows? What is Intersex. Intersex is a condition you can be born with where you kind of are both sexes. Not it's not being a transsexual. It's it's a, you're actually born that way rather than transsexual where you're I thought born. That's like a hermaphrodite or hermaphrodite. It's, yeah, it is like a hermaphrodite. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. like. So, so I think that's what the I is. But uh, anyway, it, it's a group that I think was started by a poker player named uh, Ryan Laplante, who is also openly what? gay. You How know, do you know all this? Well, I'll explain. Uh, so oh. Ryan Laplante is a listener either is or was a listener to this show he happened to end up next to me at uh, the anti-only event last year <laughs> and and he he had he had tweeted to me before so i i knew of him as he was one of the gay listeners of this show but uh but he ended up next to me and and he introduced himself and and said you know he enjoys the show and uh you know he's very nice and you know everything was uh everything was fine and we, you know he used to tweet to me then about the show so i didn't think about it till now or until you know, like yesterday, but uh, Ryan hasn't tweeted to me or about the show in quite some time. Uh, and again, maybe he just got bored with it. But uh, he's also known as Potential or Potential MN, I think is his name on Two Plus Two. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to why I'm talking about Ryan Laplante. So I think he's either involved with this with this gay social group or. He runs it, but whatever it is, he's very involved with it, and they, they mainly talk on Skype, and it's, it's like a bunch of, of gay poker players, uh, and, and it's not all openly gay ones. Like, PLOL is gay, openly gay, and so is Ryan LaPlante, but a lot of others are, are closeted gays who, who don't, you know, who want to talk to other gays in poker without having to announce to the world that they're gay. So, uh, PLOL got involved with this group. Which is an underground poker gay club? Yes, and, and, get, and yes, and, yes, and, and guess what the name Come of it on, is? Listen, I don't believe this. Listen, the name this is of some Shibu Pickens. No, say. no. Listen, the, the name Come of this on. group. I verify this. The name of this group is Rainbow Flops. Come on, stop! It's real. I don't believe you. I it's don't, real. Okay, I'm calling you out. No, it's real. Come on, look. On There's two an underground gay poker group called Rainbow Flops. Yes, yes. It's a Skype group, okay, and it's it's real. So PLOL is part of it, and and you know he got be friendly with Willie uh, Willie McFML, who who is not gay to my knowledge. And uh, so, not uh, so. So they talk sometimes. So Willie asked PLOL, "Hey, you know, why are you not on, on Poker Fraud Alert these days? What happened?" And PLOL says, "Well, I, I've gotten very into this this group, this Rainbow Flops group, and there's someone in the group who 
does not like Druff and has pressured me to stay away from Poker Fraud Alert. And so Willie said, well, what's the big deal? You know, so t- tell the guy too bad. You know, I'll, I'll be part of both things. And PLL said, no, look, I, I, this is a very important group to me. I've, I've, you know, I've just, I, I don't want to alienate everybody. So I, I kind of had to choose. So I'm staying with them. I'm not going to post here. So, and, and it's true that since that thread was started, uh, PLOL has not posted in that thread. Or I, I can look at the last time he was that he posted here. Well, I, I can assume he lurks because yesterday on Twitter he tweeted uh, the uh, Karina Jet comment about MyCon and the Google file that uh, who was I don't know whoever broke down the interview into just that small little section of Karina's part. He. Pretty sure it was him. I'm gonna go and look on Twitter. Yeah, there's the there's a thread in two plus two about this rainbow flops. I just posted. Yeah, there is. It's real. <laughs> so, no, it's it's a real thing. So the last time PLOL posted was May third. So it's been uh, 18 days since he has uh, posted on the site, and yet it's not even like he was barely posting because it looks like he made about uh, 20 posts between May second and May third. So you know he was active as he has been for a long time, but starting May third, just just shut down completely from this site, and um, and supposedly, according to what he told Willie, someone in Rainbow Flops decided that they dislike me so much that they pressured him to stop being part of this, which I think is really crappy to tell someone they they shouldn't post on a certain forum to to be accepted. It, what what someone does you know outside of of this group it should be their own business. Yeah. Well, he okay. So he re- he. He uh, retweeted uh, the. He, this is from yesterday. Karina Jet goes off on up. This is kid with dream. The online respecter. Karina Jet goes off on up. Brian Mycon. Then he has a link. Shots fired. Bring Mycon to justice. And then he has another tweet about Mycon. If you have information about Brian Mycon's whereabouts, please call Crime Stoppers. And he has a phone number. Yeah, I, I do believe he lurks. Uh, you know, you're right about that, and I, I think he even told Willie he lurks, but he doesn't participate anymore. The participation is over, and uh, so that's uh, wait. So who in this gay underground club doesn't like you? I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, and that's why I thought maybe since I haven't heard from this uh, Ryan LaPlante recently, I'm not. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but maybe it's him because he went from someone who who tweeted. I wouldn't say all the time, but you know, tweeted every so often to me about things he heard on the show. Uh, to I haven't heard seen anything from him in a long time, and and, and he, I know he's very involved with this Rainbow Flops group. But maybe he was also t- uh, pressured not to be involved here. So I, what do these I, people do the underground gay poker? I, I don't know. Maybe they talk about how they hate me. I, I don't know. It's like an AIM or Skype. Thing it's a, it's they, a Skype I mean, thing. It's a Skype thing. Why do they care? Oh so, I don't understand. Like, why they care? Like, what other people are this doing? This is just they, they, sh- they ridiculous. shouldn't. So, so, caller, you're on the air from from two six two. This is out of control. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, I'm a member of Rainbow Flops. Come on, no, you're not. <laughs> are, you, are you really? No. no, I'm just fucking with you with Smoke Fikeon. Okay. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone on with this. You could have said, "Yeah, we were talking about you." We no, the I'm voice the, I'm sounded the familiar. I, I would. <laughs> Jesus. Rainbow Flops. What's, what's going oh on, guys? Yeah, well, I'm trying to figure out who who is the uh, who is the hater in Rainbow Flops that is is trying to destroy the gay listenership block that I have to this show. That's that's very disturbing. I had such a diverse listening base, and I'm I'm afraid that first they're going to come for the gays, then they're going to come for the women, then they're going to come for for the blacks and and the. the no, you say women, you mean Nikki? <laughs> no, we actually have a few older women who listen as well. 
What happened to that one girl that was Druff's biggest fan club girl? What was her name again? Oh, the Miss, girl in Wyoming or some uh, shit? Miss Idaho. Uh, she's, uh, yeah, Idaho. She's not really involved in forums. I, I, I talk to her every so often, but she's not, she's oh. not really involved much in She's still married? Yeah, she's still married. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that... Uh, yeah, we don't have many female listeners. There are a few that, that identify themselves to me privately, there, but they're all like in their 40s and 50s. Like the, the only young, like under 40 listener I think we have is Nikki. As, as far as females, and um, but I'm afraid that eventually the the force that has taken away all the gay listeners, they're going to take all the women, they're going to take all the black listeners and all the Hispanic listeners, and and, and soon I, I'm afraid we're going to be left only with with the older it's white just males. The Jews. It's going to be it's older white males. The Jews. Yeah, the wasps and the Jews that are male, and that's that'll be it. And I'm afraid that uh, this is going to become a whitewash show. Wait, do we even have any black posters? No, we have some black uh, listeners at least. We had one guy who called in once that like worked at, at uh, some cell phone store. He, he was black. Now he said he listens every week. He got robbed. Yeah, he got robbed at the cell phone store. Yeah, he, he had like a whole story about that. He lives in Las Vegas. I'm just I'm just, I'm just it really this is true. It's called Rainbow Flops. Yes, it's, it's, not, re- it's real. No, I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not leveling you at uh, one twenty in the morning. No, and uh, look. What bothers me about Rainbow Flop, if they want to have their their group there and and you know and, and support each other in, in poker, which is not the most gay friendly environment, that's fine. But, but I, I don't understand this controlling behavior of of pressuring members there from into uh, staying away from uh, from this show and from he listened to the Besides show too. Personal beliefs aside, have you been anti? Uh, openly homophobic. No, I haven't. I haven't. I've been. I, I think I've been very welcoming on this show to, to, to all people, and I and I've stated before uh, many uh, viewpoints that I, I think that the gay listeners would, would have appreciated. And uh, you know, there, there may have been a few gay jokes here. There was mainly from. Uh, so you weren't like Donald Sterling telling somebody off the record, "Why do you have to bring the queers to my site?" No, no. no I, I, in fact, I'm angry that the queers have left my site. That's that's what's bothering me. I, we only have one step now. One step's the only one left. How about this? I just googled. Big, big time. Yeah. I just Googled Rainbow. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Walter Sobchak, uh, isn't he black? Yeah, but he hasn't. But he left too. Maybe the. Wait, wait, was, he, was he confirmed black? The Walter Sobchak? No, he, he, sa- he says he is. I don't know I don't know if he's confirmed. But. Why did he have that post? I always wondered, or his signature, about a security network or whatever. Uh, it's a, it's a, no, it's a joke from The Big Lebowski. Oh. Yeah, The Big Lebowski. Okay, so so we yeah we have uh, Scott from from the East Coast here on the phone too. We have we have uh, so we have three hosts and we have two callers on right now. It's a five way call here. Hey, look, you got a gay black guy. You got a gay black guy on the phone, all right? So it helps your demographic a lot. It's all four dragons that. Who, who, Wait, Scott, who, you Baltimore. So you, you're you're right, the gay Drexel. black guy. I'll mess. I'll message Drexel. I'll message you. You'll know who I am. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Is that cool? Okay. I mean, who's asking? That is Drexel asking, right? Yeah, I'm Drexel. Even I'm losing track no, of I'm talking. No, I'm sure that was you asking. I'm sorry. There are five of us on the phone, so I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, that's me. I, I was the one asking. Yeah. I'm not. I'm honestly, this isn't a ruse on my part. I, I just never heard of any of this. The 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 flop. The no, I, I hadn't either. Flops. I hadn't heard of rainbow flops either I, until it was brought up. And then I did the same thing Matt did. I I googled it and found it up on uh, on two plus two, and I found that this Ryan Laplante guy was like one of the big uh, posters in the rainbow flops uh, thread over there. So then I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of coincidental that the you know like one of our few gay listeners of the past who I haven't heard from recently uh, is part of that crew. I'm thinking maybe he maybe something pissed him off here, and now now he is. 
t- turning listeners away. I don't want to accuse him. I just, you know, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, try to get PLOL back on the site. I, okay, this is what I'm not trying to understand. What is it about poker that you need some underground gay associate? I mean, you know what? I, I don't get it. It's not. It, it's almost like it's a branch of Scientology or something. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, like no one cares in poker if you're gay, if you're not gay, if you're black, if you're Jewish. I mean, we all mock each other openly, but at the same time, We'd all go meet up and have a beer, and do, everyone knows what it. You know, it's that's, not. Yeah, real. That, it's, that's what I. That's what I don't understand. It's like just uh, like you know, guys bashing each other in, in the camaraderie, and but I don't. I, I've said this before. I, I've said when, when I've said when, when I've said when gay people come out in poker, it, you know, it, it actually isn't treated as a big deal. Like people are like, oh, that guy's gay. Like either I didn't realize it or I kind of suspected it, whatever. And then like they, they just move on. They don't go, oh, I don't want this guy at my table or I don't want to talk to him again. Like they, it's never negative. It's never like this like, isn't like 1980. People don't care about that. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Majority of people don't care anymore. It's yeah. not like but, I remember. I'm gonna be honest. Let's. I remember like. What would it be? Maybe like the late '80s when I was like early in high school, and you found out somebody was gay, and they had kind of like a stigma to it, and you'd even be like, "Yeah, I have a friend; he's gay," and people would be like, "Really?" Like, you know, it just was. But nowadays, it. it I mean, it, it's you know what I mean. I don't even. Think oh no, it's like, a major change. In fact, in the '80s, you know, I I went to high school in the '80s. Even, there, there was not a single out gay person in my high school because, and in any high school really, because uh, that wasn't uh, acceptable then. We're now uh, that's uh, totally different. So, yeah, it, it's a, something that's changed very much in, in the last thirty years, or even twenty five years. So, I, but I, yeah, I, I, but fine. I don't mind that they have a group. I mean, if they want to have like minded people together who, who all want to talk to each other, and especially ones that that may not have come out and, and want to. You know, have guidance in the process. It's, of it's doing funny. It. I would actually think that if you conducted some as close to a scientific poll as you could, I would I would guess, edu- I would give an educated guess that this country is more biased to blacks and Muslims at this point than they are to gays. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's. I true. would think of his overall sample size that more people are bigoted towards people of color and you know people that are Islamic than they are gays. I mean, I, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, this uh, I, I don't care about the group's existence. I just, I, I just, I hope it's not true that there's someone talking trash about me in this site and trying to tell people stay away from it. I, I, I hate when people are told like, don't go to the site, don't be part of this. Like, it's not really their business. It's not anyone's business. What someone? Well, I like Kid with a Dream. I mean, I, I, I like him I, too. I actually kind of feel bad because he was here in Vegas. What was it for the first time, like maybe a month, a month and a half ago, and I didn't get a chance to meet him because I'm still kind of not really meeting people from the forums much after the Raw Wolf thing. But he's someone I would have met. I mean, I know he's harmless. He wouldn't want a box fan and rotten cheese. Um, but you know, he's his own mind. It's his own person. He should. He should. I'm kind of disappointed in him. I think he'd be strong enough to be like, I've been a part of this community now for oh five, six years. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna back down and leave my friends and yeah you know, and, and, i don't know like, i would i thought he was more strong and, and, and you know there, there could be the theory oh you know he just you know maybe he just got tired of the site he's taking a break but look he was posting super actively when i say super i don't mean he was like living here but he was posting you know 10 times a day uh you know beginning of may and may 3rd it just abruptly stops and then he, in 18 days he's made zero posts uh, that obviously was a reason for that and especially if he's tweeting things that are related to things he's reading here uh, he he has to have had at least one occasion where he has something to say about something we're talking about, and uh, the fact that there's been he's gone from like posting very frequently 
to not one post in 18 days, there was obviously some sort of uh, thing that uh, pushed him away from here. And uh, and I, I hope it was not. I'll find out. I got his phone number. I'll send him a text and ask him what's up. So, so get this. I, I just I just did some Googling here. All I put in for keywords was rainbow flops, gay poker, Dan Druff. This post comes up from uh, Full Contact Poker in 2005. <laughs> this is how it goes. It reads, I had ace-jack flop two, top two on rainbow flop. Ended up all inverse ace-queen, pushing me out of more pots than a gay gardener at a Star Trek convention. I pwned an NWP tourney back in August, plowing through the likes of Dan Druff. So, that, so you're saying that's where it all started? No, right? no, it, it was just it, it just a coincidence. That's funny though. It all started back in 2005 on full contact poker. That's funny. What's the one guy the the the, uh, the superstar tournament player dude that is openly gay that I don't know got some attention? He wrote some letter or something. Somerville. Jason Somerville. He's, 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 he's the one with the, with the radio show that's, that's killing ours. He's he's the one that's. Uh, that has the uh, the one that was voted number one podcast in uh, the oh, bluff yeah, poll. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he beat us. He beat even two plus two. Maybe it's him. Maybe he's trying to he's trying to hurt your street cred so he can keep you down from catching him in the radio game. Yeah, yeah. PLOL had he had two thousand eight hundred eighty four posts uh, since registering uh, when the site opened in March of two thousand twelve. So in, th- in three years plus, he had posted almost three thousand times. Uh, so he's having you know nearly three posts a day, average, and this includes all the days you know he couldn't make it. So he had 18 days straight, no posts, and yet he's tweeting things related to this site. Not not bad things, but he's a uh, so he's definitely reading. I, I just uh, please come home, PLOL. Don't uh, don't. Yeah. Well, uh, he tweeted yesterday the the, the yeah. Karina Jet bit. So yeah, he's out there. Yeah, so it's not even that he's too busy. It's not that it's you don't go 18 days from a place you were very active in and not post at all. And yet, be active a bunch of other places, unless there's something wrong. So some, something happened. I, I blame, I blame Rainbow Flops until I, I know otherwise. You know, I'm almost at the point now, like when all these people, the first openly gay this, the first openly gay that. You know, at first, you know, I respected it. You know, and like you know, Jason Collins, like the first openly gay athlete, blah blah blah. But now, when it gets down to something like it's such a small overall community compared to like general population that a poker player feels it's necessary to come out. I, I almost think it just has to be for attention because what different, it's it just like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know this Jason Somerville. I've never listened to the podcast. Uh, I know nothing about him, but uh, it, to me, it just seems like all it could be is attention grabbing because what different, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like Bruce Jenner coming out. And and being transgendered, like nobody has ever done that before. Yeah, but what, what I'm it's saying all for is, attention. yeah, well, I mean, a poker player coming out, like I don't, what does that mean? Who cares? It no one's going to treat him differently. It's not like he's serving some purpose to society by coming out. He's not, you know what I mean? It just, it just seems like it's reeking just of of wanting attention. I mean, draw commentary, please. You're anti-gay. <laughs> No, I'm not anti-gay. We're, 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 you you got to be careful. But what you, you, did you get my point? I mean, I know it's late. We've been on. I'm not trying to ramble. But what purpose does it serve in this industry to come out? Like you're not some trailblazer. You're not, you know, 
What are you going to do? You're going to get other people to come out that are gay. Then they're well, going to be one two, well, one two no limit gay tables, one two no limit non gay <laughs> tables. I mean, mixed the mixed game can't even use the word mixed anymore. But you can mix games after connotation of. I mean, you know what I mean? What, what explain? What well, is the I, point? I I think that uh, if if they this does happen and if uh, there's a rash of different people coming out and it causes a a, a very large group of, of gay people to come out to where you have a they're taking up a lot of the room in the one two games. Uh, I, I think at that point when there's a lot of gays in these games, I think that uh, heads up will take up a whole new different meeting. <laughs> I mean, he—he's the Michael Sam of poker. It doesn't. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there are people that I've I've played over the years with live, and you know, some people are flamboyantly gay. You know, they're gay, and I don't care. I'm sitting there. I'm playing. It doesn't make a difference. I don't play my hand any differently. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't think. I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I, all right. All right, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Yes. I got to ask you a quick question. I got to head out, dude. But uh, you going to drop that mic on uh, blackmail stuff you were talking about? Oh, you got to drop that. Eventually, I'm going. Everyone. I know. Everyone's going to want. He's got, he's got, he's got to hold some stuff back for, for the future. I know. I Brandon, have we got that. tens of listeners left. I mean, come on, slow it up, Brandon. Yeah, but he's got. You got to understand. You're going to have. Uh, a large number of people hearing the archives tomorrow, if if they make it through the seven hours of the show. Look, we put up with this for six hours. We want to spill the beans. Yeah, the showers. The show's like six hours and fifteen minutes. That's yeah. a really long show. This Muck, is- I, it has, I, been, I, a great, I, it has I, been a great show. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm just, you know, there's been a couple times literally where I've had a post written out, and uh, once I even actually hit submit, and then I thought about it instantly, and I erased it. Because my, I, I, well, yeah, I guess my biggest concern is that I don't want to be attacked in the sense that, okay, I'm kicking a man when he's down. And I know, like, someone like you that, that understands what went down and you've had my back from day one isn't going to think like that. But the perception may be, you know, he's on the run, he's got all these problems, he has a family, and now I'm just adding more salt to the wound and I, 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 that's not how I want things to be portrayed. But you know what? I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I guess the the process now. And I did write this in chat. Um, I've held back a lot for many years uh, because when things went down, uh, yeah. I mean, just like I wrote in the chat, basically, I was blackmailed and you know, by 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 Brian Mycon to the extent where you know he basically threatened me and said, well, you know, if you, one of the, one of the conditions were if you associate with any of our mutual friends. And this is about 25, 30 people that we were both friends with, um, you know, that I'm going to release this, 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 this about you and tell the world. And, you know, now looking back at it, it, it there aren't things that, you know, they're personal things. It's, they're not, it's nothing that's going to embarrass me or humiliate me to the point where people are going to look at me differently. It's nothing I even really did wrong. It's just that there are things that are just part of my private life. And, you know, he spelled out, it's actually the last communication we had, which was by email, that he spelled out what he was going to, you know, do if I spoke of him or if I associated with, you know, people like, you know, The Killer, Silence, uh, Brett, uh, Tommy Boy, just people that we both had become friends with over the years. And, uh, you know, I just took the higher road. 
you know, it's been years, you know, and I, I, I know I've made some jabs on radio and, and, but you know, we, for a long period of time up until this whole seals with clubs thing occurred, and I never spoke of him I, on radio. We didn't, you know, kind of kept the truce. I even, you know, I don't think I even posted this about, uh, about a week before the raid went down. I actually saw him. Um, I was at yeah. the Venetian playing a, uh, I was with Jeannie at the Venetian playing a horse tournament. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always in the back of my mind thinking, am I going to see him, you know, at these things? Because that's really the only position I'm ever in to ever see him is, like, at the Venetian because he plays the mixed games like I do. And uh, also Red Rock, which is, like, the, you know, the casino very, very close to my house. I know that's where he plays. But, you know, I see him there, and he's just sitting there. I've seen him maybe, I don't know, ten times over the last four years. And he's just... Always sitting there playing blackjack, and I just happened to see him because the casino is like a circular area. So I'm walking around the casino, and you just kind of notice him. I mean, he kind of stands out. Um, I don't think you got to worry about seeing him again. No, no, yeah, yeah. So, but anyhow, right before all this happened, um, literally it was a week before the raid. Uh, I'm sitting at the Venetian. I'm playing a horse tournament, and uh, I think it's level two or something. And they break or they make me get up. I'm like the next big blind and limit hold them or whatever. And they they move me to a table that just started. And you know it's like a four handed table. And of course, who just shows up? It's him. And he didn't even look at me. Didn't say hello. I didn't look at him. You know nothing. Um, but anyhow, yeah. So long story short, that is how things were left years ago, where he basically blackmailed me that he was gonna you know, via Twitter and posting or whatever, you know, put out some information about personal things that he knew about me because of our closeness at the time and our friendship. And what always kind of uh, dumbfounded me was that, you know, I was privy to a lot of things of his in his life, personal things about his relationships and uh, just, just other things, you know, just, you know, like good friends are. And I always wondered why would he – even threatened me when he knew that I could embarrass him a lot more than he could. And you know what? I, I, I'm sorry, Druff. You know, I'm not, you know, I respect you. I'm not trying to call you out or put you in a position, but even Druff who was friends with Micon for, for quite some time knows a lot of these things too, knows interpersonal things that went on in his life that if were made public, he'd be mocked relentlessly and it would change even to, a new degree what people think of him and Druff kept his mouth shut, you know, which he should have, cause they both had that agreement, you know, and again, Mycon violated that just even last year by telling people openly that he wished Druff would have a heart attack and die. I mean, which is, I mean, that's just insane. I mean, who says that? I mean, yeah. even, you know, people break up, people aren't friends, but you don't, you just go around. It was just so weird because these were people that would just approach him that w- wouldn't either forgot or didn't know that we weren't friends anymore. So they'd just be talking to him and go, Oh, you know, I, 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 like one person said, oh, you know, your 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 buddy Todd, uh, he, I saw he cashed in the, in the limit hold'em, and he seems like he's doing pretty well. And then Mike kind of just like stares at the person, like 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 doesn't know what to say, and looks kind of pissed off, and says, "I hope he dies of a heart attack," and, wa- and walks away. And, and like the person's like, "Whoa, what was that?" And then and then I heard multiple reports. It wasn't even this one person. I had several people coming to me saying, "Whoa, what's with Mike on saying you should get a heart attack?" And I'm like, "Why do I keep hearing about this?" <laughs> so. Uh, and, and he admitted it when I talked when I talked to him because what happened was uh, it, it, when I heard enough of these reports I got pissed that he was breaking this so I made an Alvin Finkelstein post on on Poker Fraud Alert basically uh, almost uh, it was a if you look at it now you might laugh because it was kind of predicting what was going to happen but it was talking about how seals is illegal and Mike can't just pretend he's the marketing guy and get away with it 
and it was like supposed to be like from a legal standpoint. Uh, so Mike on read this and like that same night called me, was just so furious saying, how can I write something like this? And, you know, you know how I, I know how important seals this to him. I thought he thought I agreed not to do things like this and not to post things like this. And I, I said, okay, well, what about you were doing uh, the, the world series telling people you thought I had a heart attack. And then he even named like, well, what? Oh, I I suppose such and such person told you. I go, no, that's not even the person who told me. It's, I, I have a few others who told me the same thing. I didn't even know you said it to this person. So he said it to a lot of people, and I he didn't have an excuse for it. He, said, he admitted he did it. He just said, yeah, well, I did it. I probably shouldn't have, but I did. And the um, you know, so so, so where are we going to go with this? Where are we going to go with this? So so he kept. So by the end, we after a lot of contentious arguing, we agreed that uh, I would remove the Finkelstein post, and that he would stop with these uh, stupid statements about me and the, the heart attacks and all that. Not, not that it's bothering me that much. It was just. Uh, but he violated the spirit of the but, agreement. But he, yeah, I he mean, he agreed. He violated it, and that we and I had not so, been doing this to him. I I had people asking me the same thing. You're know, either talking about Mike on or saying, "Hey, I heard you're not friends anymore," and I just say, you know. I just say, yeah, we're not. You know, we we had we had some some issues. We had a falling out. Uh, we don't talk anymore. That, that, that's it. I, that's all I would say. I wouldn't I wouldn't criticize him or anything. So, um, so I, anyway, we we kind of restarted everything then, and I, I kept that way for a long time until this year in February when everything happened with seals abruptly going down, and then with when it became clear that he ran off to Antigua, I. I I said, you know, I, I can't be silent on this. This is too big of a story. Where you know, it's one thing for me to just not publicly comment about seals, which is what I was doing uh, during its run, because there, there was. But this is poker news. It was covered in yeah, this, card players in the Washington, in the Washington Post. Yeah, it was on the he was on the front page. My, you know, it's so funny. I'm in St. Martin and on vacation. And I come back, and my dad my dad thinks he's a scumbag, too. He knows the whole story of everything. My dad literally cut out two front-page articles. He was on the front page <laughs> twice here in Las Vegas, one on the actual front page of the main section of the Review Journal, and then secondly, on the front page of the business section. My dad cut them out for me and, gave, and saved them for me. Just yeah, yeah, I'm relish- sure. Yeah, so I, I I figured I have to right. So I figured this is such a big story. I I can't uh, not talk about it. this is this is the uh, you know given the uh, close association I had with him and the friendship I had with him all these years uh, prior to the falling out. I, I you can't, lose all your you, you you would lose all your credibility if you kept your mouth. Yeah, so I can't say nothing. No doubt about it. You and, lose your credibility. And as Brandon pointed out, I haven't you know come out with with uh, personal attacks. All all I've done is is talk about. The situation itself, and 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 given some uh, you know general observations about him, or, or or told some old stories directly involving me, but I haven't gone off about uh, you know things that. I mean, uh, you reported it like a news person would, and you know at the same time, I mean, look, anyone that made the comment, of course, I mean, am I relishing in this? I've said it before. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, I wish you know it never happened. Of course, I am. I mean, you know, I I, I believe in karma. You know, people can think what they want about him, but you know, there's some good points have been raised. It's not like he was some hero and just doing this, you know, he was doing this to survive and make money off people. He wasn't doing this as some public service. He wasn't doing this, you know, for the community, for the betterment of society. I mean, and, and I'm, you know, I consider him be fake and say, Oh, you know, he's got a kid. I'm sorry. I, you know, I know, you know, we had our disagreements, but I, I don't wish this upon anyone. No, I mean, I'm glad it happened. I, I waited, you know, for a long time. I knew eventually it would, everyone predicted it would, you know, and I mean, it's yeah. not like this is consuming me that like every day I'm like, yay, like, but yeah, like I'm happy. 
me and my friends, you know, me, Jeannie, Steve the bodyguard, you know, other people, we have laughs over how, how retarded somebody could be to put himself in this position, and we chuckle, and, you know, it's it's not going to lie. I mean, I consider to tell you that, you know, that I don't care either way, and then I, I'm an asshole because I'm lying. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I'm happy. Brandon, you know, it makes me, Brandon, yeah. Did you ever think it was going to be no? Did you ever think it was going to be Nevada Gaming? No, was, I always thought know? it would be the Justice Department. Yeah, or yeah we were all we all thought did, federal. It, Nobody no. really thought of this, but at the same time, no. if we were the ones running it, we would, none of us would have done it from Nevada. We like we weren't the ones running it, so we didn't have to think about it as much. But uh, mm-hmm. but if you, if we were the ones running it, there's no no way uh, any of us would have run this from Nevada. That's just uh, that's really asking for trouble. You gotta you gotta look at the danger so, from all angles. So the point is, yeah, uh, you know that's that's really what how we left our friendship he blackmailed me and uh it wasn't that i was scared i just said you know what i'm gonna move on with my life i'm not gonna act like the bitter ex-friend and and you know for the most part that's what i've done and you know now with all this coming out and now me not really caring about the things that he could profess about me in which i would just come out and openly tell everyone anyhow what what you know the secrets were because they're not that big but then you know i've sat and i've thought about things and i try to make decisions now it's one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, just, you know, not try to act with emotion so much and just think about, you know, the consequences before I do something. And, you know, the fact that all this has happened to him now, is it going to come across that I'm just, you know, adding more fuel to the fire? Am I fucking hitting a man when he's already down? So, you know, I don't know. But eventually, yeah, I'm, I'm ready now to tell the truth, to the whole story of everything that happened. And again, uh, I'm sorry. Was there a yeah, question? Yeah, well, Drexel. Yeah, yeah, Drexel. Uh, you're you're an open and honest guy. So, what could Mike on possibly reveal about you? I mean, you've revealed some pretty private shit on the forums. Yeah. So, what, what does he really have on you? Nothing. I mean, just. I, I mean, look, it's just it's 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 just personal stuff, like things that. I mean, it's not, you know, that's the thing. It's not anything, maybe at the time, to protect my family and, and you know, something. One of the things he had on me was, was like, a, a legal matter that was still that was in the process at the time. Now it's been finalized, you know, for years. I mean, it, it's nothing. It's just, it's something. There's one thing I actually, out of the, there's three things. And then one of the things, and I'm sorry, I know this is like a fucking dick tease. One of the things I posted <laughs> In the JSOP, in the JSOP form. I don't know if you have access to it. If you do, which you should, yeah. it's in there. I, I wrote. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things. Okay, that's one of the things. So in that, you know, you read it. If you read it, you can see it. Something that happened a long time ago. It wasn't, you know, nothing that anyone's going to look down on me and say I'm a scumbag for. But still, it's just stuff that you know, like my family was involved and I knew about. It was a long time ago. You know that I didn't. You know the whole world doesn't need to know. It's like you know, as much as I am open on the radio and I am honest and I am, you know, they still are parts of me that I keep. You know, from the radio and just I want to, you know, keep just to my own little private life. I mean, it's not a, a large percentage. I've been pretty much openly honest. You know, from the first day I've ever been on the radio and the way I even, you know, got into here with you know everything with Brandy and then you know just I've always just spoke my mind and been honest, but. Um, but yeah, that the thing in VI in the uh, JSOP, uh forum, that's one of the things that I, that 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 he has out of the three, and, it, and it, you can tell by that it's not like the huge's deal. It's just you know, it is what it is. That's not so. even a big. That's that's not a big deal. That's what everyone no, in your position would have done. No, of course, everyone in your position would have done that too. So 
Of course, I realize that. I know. But it's still just, it's not really something I wanted out there, you know, but, you know, so be it. I mean, it you put it out there. You put it out there on your own. So I did. I, mean, I know. And that's how it's going to be. I'll put it out there on my own. You know, the other two things that he blackmailed me with. I mean, I, you know, and then what does he have? Then what is he going to do? If I already put it out there, there's nothing he can do. So I've already put it out there, you know. Exactly. But, you're, you're kind of cutting him off and taking away all yeah. the results here. But that was really just my main, main concern. I didn't want it to look in the eyes of others that I'm just this cruel, callous, awful person that this guy that, you know, has a family, has a, a young daughter and a wife, and he's going through the most, you know, the biggest hardship of his life, and now I'm adding more insult to injury, and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to come across like that because that's not really, really what it is. But, you know, I always kind of knew eventually things would get out because it just it just was a matter of time that I just needed to be ready to do it and tell, the, you know, the rest of the story. Um, you know, yeah, just I'm, ha- I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Karina Jet, though, the way she kind of went off on him on that. Yeah, Karina Jet. She, she speaks her mind. I mean, she's not she's not one to be politically correct or just say no comment. I mean, that's that's how she truly thinks of him. That's how she saw him for a long time. And the same thing that she said on the radio, she's expressed to me and others, and uh, you know that she thinks he's an arrogant fucking punk, and he has been for the last ten years, and. That's just what she tells other people in conversation when they ask about her off the radio. So, you know. Well, shit, I, I, I thought Mike Hunt was an arrogant fucking punk, what, seven years ago, eight years ago when I started posting on MWP or whatever. You yeah. can find those guys. They're easy to, they're easy to find. You can, you can point them out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, the biggest, you know, as much as – I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm a martyr myself, but you know, one of the biggest gripes that you know people on these forums that have been here long enough have against MyCon was that he had a huge forum, he had a huge following, he had people that that followed him, that looked up to him, and and you know just rooted for him, and he treated everyone like shit. He treated people like they were beneath him, and even me, and I'm a nobody. I mean, the big picture of things, I'm not even professing that I, I am, but I. Everyone I've ever met from the forums, well, with the exception of Raw Wolf, I've always extended <laughs> hospitality to. I've always been friendly with. I've always, you know, done whatever I, you know, I've just, I've been who I really am. I, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I'm not. And he always had that perception. The way he carried himself, you know, on the forums was that people were beneath him. He didn't care, and he treated people like they were garbage. And that's that's why there's, you know, for for people that are new. Or relatively new that are listening now that that don't really know the whole story, you know that's really the onus of why there is hate at least on this forum towards him. The people that have been here the longest because they've posted on his site, they've played on the, the sites he's told them to, whether it was Hero Poker or, or Reefer Poker or Lock Poker, or whatever. They they went where he told them to go. He ordered what he what, what he told them to order. He did what he what they what he told them to do. And what did he do? He shit on people. I mean, it's plain and simple. Like you just don't do that, you know. You don't you don't do that. So you know what? People, you don't live in Vegas. You don't play in the World Series every. Year. That's no reason to think that somebody's beneath you or treat you know, or, or not respect them. You know the story I tell all the time is the, the situation with Bootsy Collins, who was a new poster at the time and fucking wants a donk down hat and Mikeon's hard up for money or whatever the hell it is. And he tells him that it's it's thirty five dollars or whatever it was. I mean, you just uh, you don't do that. You just don't do that. And then he wondered at the end when, you know, PFA started, you know, why everyone was leaving and coming to Todd's site and, 
and why everyone evacuated Donkdown. And that's the reason why. After four, five, six years of that, you know, he just he's delusional. Like he really just thought he was in the big picture, some, you know, just some fucking king, just better than everybody else. And he isn't. He isn't at all. He's just a fucking man like everyone else is. He's not better than anybody. And he carried that the to a sad bigger... Thing, the sad thing is, is this guy, he still doesn't get it. Yeah, no. he, he carried it to a bigger level with the Bitcoins. Absolutely. You know, you thought he, you thought he would have learned by now, but he hasn't. He's still running with this. And yeah. still trying to get the SWC name out there. And, you know... It's, I don't understand what the fuck he's doing. Take your medicine. Come back and get it. You know? He's just and, making it worse by doing this. And the sickest thing is I often wonder, you know, and again, a lot of people that are new probably don't even understand the hate. You have to realize, like, everything was fine in our friendship up until the point where I wouldn't lend him money to play slots. And this was, you know, still when Bitcoins weren't worth that much money and he kind of wasn't playing poker and he really thought, you know, after spending a couple of days with Kester, that he could grind a living. I mean, Jeff, you remember this whole phase. Yes, yes. You know, where the, 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 he thought he could play plus EV slots and, and, and grind out a living doing it. And, when I, you know, everything's fine. We're doing radio. We're having meals a couple of times a week. And now, again, the MyCon today that you see and that you've seen on videos and Twitter isn't the MyCon that that was five six years ago. I mean, the Micon you see now. I mean, he's anti-government. He's he's just all into like he's obsessed with North Korea and uh, obsessed with trashing the government. I mean, he's 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 not the same person. I mean, he never well, he, you know he, he didn't have the money back then. He, he well, it was it was not just that though. He he, but he his he, ideology is is way different now than it was even two three years ago. I mean. Druff, I mean, maybe I'm not explaining yeah, yeah, he, what he's, I'm trying to say. Yeah, he, he's, he's kind of uh, – he, he's developed a lot of uh, strong opinions about certain topics and well, okay, point I mean, of obsession. He, and, and, uh, here, here's an example. Like, I mean, okay, he, he's born and raised a, as a Jew. And, you know, some people are religious, some people aren't, you know. But now, it, it, you know, he tweets and he has this anti-Semitic, which is crazy, you know, considering everyone in his family is Jewish except for his wife. You know, I don't know when when last year or, or two years ago when Israel was bombing Lebanon, he's tweeting, you know, all these sympathetic uh, Palestinian tweets. I mean, Jeff, did you ever read any of this? Yeah, yeah I saw I, I saw all that. And, and, and yeah, the, the whole anti-government thing he's got going on there. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's a lot of there's a lot of uh, eccentricities that have developed in, in recent years. And he, he has changed someone. I, I think some of it is. Uh, because he got involved in the Bitcoin community, and a lot of the people in that community have those points of view, and, and he already kind of was sort of leaning that way. And then, and then uh, I, I think because he got so involved there with that, he kind of became more one of them. And in fact, even more than just one of them, he wanted to be like the leader of that of that whole group. So uh, something that I, I found surprising, and I, I mentioned to this someone, pri- I mentioned this privately to someone I was talking to you about this recently. Something that surprised me, when I started Poker Fraud Alert, it was six months after I was forced out, and I really was completely forced out of Donkdown. I didn't just say, okay, I'm leaving. I was I was literally forced out of my, my uh, admin control was taken away, even though I was still an owner. It, they just uh, took it away. 
and not that I was going to sabotage or anything. They just, you know. So anyway, uh, after that, I said, you know, this isn't worth fighting. For. Yeah, I can fight and you know demand legally. I get my access back, but I'm just for what to come back to a site uh, where, where the owners are so the other owners are so hostile for screw it. So I left at that point and sold it. And um, I didn't start Poker Fraud Alert again for about five and a half months. I was like, I, I was just off forums completely. I had a blog. I, I have a blog occasionally that I would I would write, but that was it. No radio show, no forums, and, uh, and I had people asking me privately, "Can you can you start a forum? And uh, you know, can you start a radio show again?" And at first I said no. Then I said, "Well, you know, maybe at some point." And then then I decided. In around you know, February 2012, yeah, I'll start Poker Fraud Alert, uh, and I announced on, on the blog that I, I, I'm going to be starting it, and then in early March I put it up. reason I'm getting into this is that I wasn't sure what was going to happen, because there have been a number of like little spin-off sites that have come off of uh, Everyone Poker and Donk Down. And when I say spin-off, I just mean anyone who's active on that site who then starts their own. And, and ultimately, these sites, even when they start, some start off pretty actively, uh, die out and they eventually go down because they just don't have much traffic. And I, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a fail site or not. I, I'm not expecting it to be huge, but uh, if it's going to be one of these things where it's got like two posts a day on the whole site, I'm, I'm just going to shut it down. I'm not going to leave it up for very long if it's like that. So it was, it, it was kind of an experiment to see if it even goes anywhere. Uh, and, and so I started it and I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And, uh, there were even a lot of people who were acting very hostile towards me at the time when I was uh, leaving Donk Down. It was kind of a, a troll mentality there where if, you know, a lot of people are bashing one person and you know, a lot of people pile on who otherwise don't have a problem with you. And uh, so I, I, I didn't even know who's going to come over and, and, and be part of this site. So then uh, I, I saw a number of new faces over here that you know they hadn't really been active on, on Donk Down. And, but then I saw a number of others appear that uh, I was surprised to see and others who I was also surprised to see appear over on Poker Fraud Alert and stop posting over on Donkdown. And and within not that long of a time, Donkdown became a ghost town where nobody was posting there anymore. And what shocked me was was how there was such a mass exodus from there. And I didn't ask anyone to stop posting there. I never asked that. I was very clear. If you want to post in both places, I'm totally fine with that. I'm not, I, I wasn't pulling a, a rainbow flops and asking uh, people to stay away from something or someone I didn't like. And and uh, they – what surprised me was how eventually, in not even that long of a time, there was such a, a mass abandonment that nobody was posting there anymore. Literally nobody was posting anymore. And, and it, it all Raul moved. still was. Yeah, Raul, yeah. And <laughs> he was like the last one. Everybody had either moved over to Poker Fraud Alert or, or just left entirely. There wasn't – What was the one guy that uh, – I mean I know there were several people that never made the switch over, but the one guy that was – a really good poster, but he was—he had built up a friendship with Martha. Oh, that was uh, Max. Dra- that was Max Dra- yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot his name. But, but yeah, he was yeah. one who kind of just left instead of. He was uh, probably the here. best one that never came. Yeah, yeah. So he was a great poster. He was a good, very good poster. So, so, uh, what, so I thought about it. I thought, why, why did this happen? Because there were a number of people over on that site that truly didn't like me, that didn't ever come over to Poker Fraud Alert. Why not stay on Donkdown and keep supporting it, especially since I was starting a site that Micon saw as the competition? And that was, my, my intention, by the way, was not to start the competition. I just, I just said, okay, well, I got thrown off that forum. I, I kind of feel like having one again. I, I'll start my own. That, that was it. So what, why would everybody leave like that, and, and I, including ones that are not doing it for me, for sure? 
And I determined it's because when everyone stopped and thought about it. Oh, Scotty, no. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Scotty, no. <laughs> when, when, when everyone thought about it, the, the, the conclusion they probably came to, even those that didn't like me, thought, okay, well, they know that I care about this community and I'm not running this to, to make money off people or to use people or to make myself feel important, that I'm really running this uh, because I enjoy being part of it and, and, and uh, want to see the community continuing. Where, where With MyCon, they got the idea that they were kind of being used, that they were kind of being used as just an audience. They were. That, that, uh, that, that, that can buy things and, 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 uh, or, or that, can, that can look up to him. And, and, and it's different. He, it's not really part of the community. And even those that didn't like me and didn't want to be part of the site, and, and some still aren't, uh, at least gave me that. And, and so for that reason... They didn't really want to stay around and, and prop up a dying site when they kind of felt like they were just uh, pawns over there in the first place. And that's and that's why everyone left. That's why every single person either left or came over to Poker Fraud Alert. And, uh, and, and that's that's the way it goes. And I didn't make any attempt to make that happen. I didn't tell anyone you should leave. I, I, I was very clear that – you know, and I've always felt that way. I don't feel like I should control what people do with their time outside of when they spend time on my site. I don't feel I should – tell you where you can and can't post on, on your own. So uh, I, I was completely fine with people being in, in both places. But, uh, Do you remember the radio war of uh, Wednesday, June 16, 2010? <laughs> uh, the radio war. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, what it was is that we had done maybe we were about two and a half hours into the show, and at that time, Micon had the controls, and Druff wanted to go on. I wanted to go on, and the user base wanted us to go on. And uh, MyCon had decided, no, that's it. We even said, MyCon, we'll just, you know, put your headset down, mute it, you know, and we'll, we'll just go on. And, nope, I, I'm shutting it down. We're all done. And then Druff's like, well, then I'm going to restart it. And then what did MyCon <laughs> do? Do you remember? Yeah. He um, started playing a loop of curling. Well, so that's what, he, what happened is, yeah, he said he so, was going to leave, and, and I said, well, if you do, I'll restart. I did have the power to restart radio. I just uh, – so so what he did is instead of uh, – before I could restart it, he restarted it. Once, once, once he had started it, I could not over – Ride his. We both could not override each other starting the radio. We both like once the radio was on, we we couldn't override it. Uh, so the only one who could override it was someone with the admin access to the to the server, which neither of us had. Uh, like on Poker Fraud Alert, I could like if I, like for beer, beer and poker. Sometimes does a show here. If beer and poker started a show and I wanted to kick him off, I, I could kick him at any time. But uh, but I didn't have that access over there. So and neither did he actually. So so uh, whoever turned on radio first basically could stay on radio. Until they went off. That's so, why I was able to have the uh, farewell show for 24 hours. Yeah. So, so, so once I clicked it off, I, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so what he did was uh, to prevent me from turning it on, he Ch- turned it. Granada Roger. It was a Chinese women's Olympic curling. Yeah. Team. That's God, what he did. See, they got, look, look, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you got that kind of, we have users on her for that long. They have that kind of a memory of a radio show six years ago, almost. The Chinese Women's Olympic that, Curling That's team exactly loop. what he did. He put he put that on there and just played it in a loop over and over and over so I couldn't turn it on. And some people didn't know at the time, but I was legitimately angry about this because it was sometimes hard to separate uh, the the kind of uh, the, the arguing we did on the show that was mostly – I shouldn't say stage, but it was kind of taking uh, actual things that, that we were a little irritated with each other and playing it up. 
uh, and then the difference between that and when one of us was actually really angry. But this one I was actually really angry about because the people wanted the show. And I, you I, and I wanted to keep going. Right. So people wanted to hear a show. We weren't forcing him to participate. Uh, he could go out and do what he wanted. Just just let me start it, and and, and we'll do like a, a second show. And and I, I was like, why? And and he kept going on. This is my show. You can't just do this. You can't. You know, when it's over, it's over. You're trying to make me look bad. And I was like, no, we're just. You, you don't want to do it anymore. Just let let us do it. I mean, I, I, I he wouldn't do it. And I finally had to back down and say, all right, fine. We we won't do it. But uh, you think that Salomar is out there in Antigua with him when he says assemble donk donk crew. <laughs> What was her name? Salomar, Sandabar? Sandalmar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember he wrote those stupid tweets, assemble Donkdown team. It was like two people, it was her and Alan Kessler. <laughs> okay, hey guys. I'm going to bed. I gotta get up and go to Matt's here. I gotta get up and go to work. Hey Matt, I'm yeah. uh I'm gonna be at the Rio on the twenty eighth. I'm playing the Omaha, fifteen hundred Omaha, thirtieth five D the Colossus. So is just your, is your number holler. still the same? Absolutely. Text, tweet. Okay. Well, I'll, I mean, as long as you're in the next room over, I'll actually come over and, and see you. I won't just okay. say I'm in the next room over. Forget it. Take the ship back to Canada with you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, guys. We'll see you there. All right. We'll talk see, to you later. see you, Matt. Hey, right. uh, yeah. uh, the uh, maple syrup. Go heavy on the maple syrup uh, cookies. Those are those are my yeah, favorite. That's, that's my favorite, not, too. Not so much on the salmon this year, uh, Matt. Okay. I'm yeah, I, I, I have to agree that the maple syrup cookies are my favorite as well. I, I remember – I have a memory of being the the Rio and eating them constantly in the room. Probably yeah. Probably I, 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 the one thing I, I remember, though, about the uh, – when we did play poker at the uh, – when the Donk Down people got together and that cowboy guy came. Yeah, cowboy And uh, the old guy, and he goes, I can't eat them because I got no teeth. It <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, we'll see you guys All right, later. Look forward to seeing you, brother. Yeah. See you in a week. Yeah. God's right. there. All right. I wonder if yeah. Cowboy's still alive. You know what? I, uh, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I don't, the, the one place he played the most was the Orleans. And I am, I'm at the Orleans maybe once every six months. Uh, Jeannie still goes down there a lot because she loves that damn horse tournament. And every, every couple months, she'll just beg me and I'll go with her down there. But I have not seen him in the least two or three years. So, I, you know, I'm going to Google that right now. Do you even know what his real name no, was? No, I don't. I don't know his real name, and I don't even know what, like, poker accomplishments he ever had. Like, did he ever win any tournaments or anything in the he past? He won a Orleans Nightly once, I think. <laughs> and I, I saw the weirdest scene one time with him. This is before I really knew much about him, but uh, one time I was in Bellagio. This is at least ten years ago. But I was in Bellagio, and he was there, kind of, like, hanging out in the top section there. And he was with a girl who was it was young. I mean, she was she looked like in her twenties, a blonde girl who, yeah, at first look kind of from the side, uh, looked pretty good. She had a nice body. She had long blonde hair. She was young. Then I got a closer look at her, and she opened her mouth, and she's missing a bunch of teeth, and she must have been like a meth head or something. But uh, and 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 she she talked like someone who's you know, probably a meth head, and she she was. Uh, she and Cowboy were there together. I don't know what they what their association was. Oh wow! But it was this a really, really a really weird uh, couple there, if you want to call it that. I don't know if they did anything together, but it's, you know, it's between the the age difference and his look, his look that he had like a bum. And he, well, you couldn't use Cowboy as a walking billboard though, because he, he you know he was happy to get any clothes that weren't dirty. So 
any poker gear you gave him, he would wear. So he he walked around with never win poker shirts all the time, even though he'd never been on there once. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the the Lithuanians uh, shipped us a ton of never win poker shirts that were all size medium? Yep. None of us could wear them. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Every single one that was medium. That's talk about not knowing your customer. Jesus. How many people? I on this try side? Google. I I I I don't see anything. I think well, cowboy's a hard thing to Google anyway. Well, I'm just doing like cowboy poker player Las Vegas, just like variants of it. I mean, I don't even know if that was that like his nickname that everyone called him. Yeah, I okay. never knew his real name. And uh, I, if I had to guess, I'd guess he's he's probably passed because it's been so many years. And you would think I would living here in Vegas, I would have stumbled across him somewhere. Yeah, and I. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Lou Father saying, "I wonder if Barry had a piece of the action over at Seals." I don't think so. I, I just, uh, I, I don't picture Barry doing something like that. I think Barry was basically uh, living a pretty uh, stable life there. You know, he had a job, and he was just. Uh, I, I don't see him getting involved with something like Seals. I, I, I don't know why he's been gone recently, though. Barry, you know, I, I noticed a lot of times people were bashing Barry when he posted. And I, I think he he may have just lost enthusiasm for the forum. I think people. I think people were. But recently, I, Barry hadn't. I can look when his last posts were, but he, he really. No, I, I, I'm. I, I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm gonna guess, and again, educated guess that his last post is definitely around the time that all this went down with Micon. Well, he probably see. didn't want to get bombarded with questions. I'm gonna see. He I'm curious. Go look. He wasn't very active before that, though. He's been. He really toned down the posting. No, he he did make some posts after Mike on was gone. He made one on March first about uh, the Galaxy Samsung, uh, the Samsung Galaxy S six. He posted about, it. and then of course he posted about Obama on uh, February twenty eighth, and uh, he made a ton of posts on February twenty eighth, and then uh, so yeah, we haven't had him in about two and a half months. So maybe you know maybe it's partially about Mike on because, but keep in mind nothing really had happened of significance. Between February 11th, when MyCon got raided, and March 1st, when Barry stopped posting, and uh, why, why wouldn't he? St- I mean, he's been posting on your site for since the inception. Yeah, he has I mean, been. No, I says I don't think that. I, I think he. he I, th- I think maybe he just got tired of the site. I, I've seen him disappear before for some time because he didn't like that people were bashing him, and uh, he just uh, he didn't say that, but I kind of got that impression where. People were nasty to him, and he kind of vanishes for a while. And I can understand that. You know, if it's not, I've always said, if it's not fun, uh, don't do it. So, uh, if it's something you don't enjoy, stop doing it. So that that, that might be what he's doing. But he also could be avoiding it because of uh, he doesn't want to deal with the mic on thing. But uh, I can, I kind of see Barry's the type who just say, I don't know, I had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, you know, I'm Mike on's friend, but. This is the type of stuff I never got involved in. Oh, I know, but I'm sure maybe this doesn't want to be put in the place where people are asking him his position and what he thinks and just ask, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but what about between, like, March 1st and April 27th? Like, there was nothing. April 27th was the big day that they announced the the arrest warrant. But, hey, by the way, we lost every single one of our callers now. They, they Everybody's fallen off. Uh, China's gone? This, this, yeah, everybody's gone. I'm, I'm going to have a hard time even writing up this show because I, I usually write up the, who the callers are and... Uh, you always come up with a cute little tidbit too, like you know how are you gonna? What, what, do you oh, have an oh, idea what, ready oh, what's, the, what's, show, what what's the title? Oh no, I don't know what the title is gonna be. Some, you know, the, the, if, for those of you that don't know, if you go take a look in the radio forum, 
and you see all the shows and the archives listed. And I think some of them even list this way in the podcast. You'll see all of them have a title, just like each episode has a title, like on TV. And and some of them are, are better than others. I try to come up with something that's uh, that's funny, that uh, has to do with the show. So some of them are easy to come up with that are obvious and that, that uh, I think fit in very well. Other ones I have to really stretch when I can't really, especially shows that don't have like a main topic or, or if there is a big main topic, then I can't really think of something funny to say about it in a title. Uh, I, I did, I think the favorite one was the one I just did on uh, April 28th. Where we talked about, uh, you know, everything with Mike on the, the arrest warrant and that whole long thing. And, uh, and the, Title of that show is "Go Fund Yourself." <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I found him. He, he's dead. Oh, when did he die? His name is Wayne Olson. That's his real name. I'm looking at a picture of him. He died January 23rd, 2014. Oh. Does it say what he died of? How old is he? Let me see. Up the obituary. So he was born in 1936. Oh, okay. So he was pretty old. Yeah. Late 70s. Wow. Is it o- Olson, E N or O N? O L S O N. Actually, I don't even know if that's him. Hold on. Look at that <laughs> obituary. Where is it? If you just Google the name Wayne Olson, poker player. Looking at the picture, he has a beard. It's hard to tell. I don't know. You have to. No, look. I don't think that's him. No. No. But I don't even think he's that old. I I don't, I don't think he's born in thirty. Really? Years. Okay. No, I'm I think gonna... he just. I, I think he's just someone who has an older look because he's. Uh, you know, he he had such a hard life. I I actually thought if he, if he you was think he's in his thirties. <laughs> I thought if he was 78, he actually kept himself up pretty well. I always pictured him at the time of being, you know, like like uh, early 60s or something. I don't even... Cowboy Wolfer. There's so many Cowboy Poker player yeah. nicknames. I don't... Uh... Yes, Wayne Olson's not him. Sorry, oh. Wayne Olson from uh, Sorry. Billings, Montana. Rest in peace. He even served in the... This Wayne Olson served in the... Uh, U.S. Army in Panama in, in, uh, until 1956. Wow. And he had a, a serial entrepreneur. It sounds like Mike on, actually. A decades followed with stints in ranching, nightclub, uh, nightclub ownership, and other ventures. And he's, he's survived by his loving partner of 25 years. Do you think that's a man or a woman? Man? No, it's a woman. It's just he's not a married her. It's a Karen Klopfer. So I guess it, I guess one of the things where uh, yeah they both met when they were old and uh, they didn't get married. Of course, I haven't gotten married yet, so I, I shouldn't yeah. talk. Yeah, what's up with that? Nothing, anything yeah, I mean, in the future? Yeah, no, I mean, I even, I, even, even I don't understand it. Yeah, it's all right. I'm not married either. Cowboy poker. I, I mean, there's nothing coming up. Think there'd be something. Some blog about him, something. You type in cowboy poker player, what do you think the first two things that come up are? Like that are poker players. Uh, 
I just literally threw Google Cowboy Poker Player. I, I think probably this, this Cowboy Wolford is probably one of them. No, Kenna James. Uh, and, Kenna, yeah. and then the second one is Hoyt Corkins. <laughs> Hoyt? Yeah. You know what else is funny? When you type in Poker Fraud Alert, I did that because I'm, uh, I'm using a different computer. What comes up is it says Poker Fraud Alert homepage, forum, Radio, and then it says Ireland Trip Report by Fred Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's like the third thing under it. It's just funny. You type that up, that's what comes up under Google. Yeah, he's hit the big time here. So, uh, yeah, you know, Kenneth James, I, I meant to say this earlier when his name came up. Some of you don't know this. He married someone who was way Marsha older Wagner. than him. Yeah, way older, like 23 years older than him. I mean, for the money, and then he left her broke. Is that uh, okay? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what I, I well, you know what? Okay, I'll give a disclaimer. According to her and people very close to her, uh, he mistreated her, went through all her money, and left her broke. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. That's uh, somebody very reliable that I know that is very good friends with Marsha. I mean, obvi- obviously. Now she's a prop player at uh, I don't know one of the one of the wow. low end casinos in. I mean, she's uh, got to be like seventy California. now or something. I think she yeah, she's, she's over seventy. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I, he married her. When you marry a woman twenty three years older than you, which I think is what she was, uh, that's how many guys honestly are attracted to women that much older than that. I'm not talking about you know maybe a guy who's uh, who's twenty that happens to be to meet a woman who's forty three who looks very good for her age. I mean, one that's already somebody like Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore. I mean, you knew that wasn't going to last. I mean, you know. Yeah. What, Go for a couple of years, but once she started aging, and you know, but at least the Demi Moore is a celebrity, and then and, you know, kept herself up well. This I'm talking about the average woman you're, you're meeting that's 23 years older than you. I mean, what guy's going to want to do that if it's not for money? I, mean, I think that's even more extreme than when when, uh, when women do it. I, I think when when men marry a woman who's over 20 years older than them, it's it's got to be a the money thing. I mean, if, otherwise. Especially if look if, at uh, what Peter DC and Bet- what, Betty Betsy yeah yeah exactly that was that was a good example and she wasn't even twenty three years older than him I think she was you know, fifteen years I'm reading it right now she was she is exactly Marsha was twenty five years older than him twenty five wow yeah. that's that's like his mom I mean and the thing is like you saw them together it looked like it was his mom like and it should because that's what she that's the age difference that's about the age difference between my mom and me so I'm looking up her Wikipedia right now. She was born. Oh, actually, it doesn't even say. Oh, she was born January eleventh, nineteen forty. Oof. So that'd that's make her what? Seventy-five. 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 Yeah, seventy-five. That's so weird. And 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 Kenneth James is only uh, like seven years older than me. <laughs> Crazy. So I mean, that's. I'm surprised she, she didn't. In I'm surprised Australia. she didn't. Why, why didn't she realize this when they got married? That you know, there's something wrong of why a guy that young is going to want to be with her. As of 2010, what do you think her live tournament winnings were? Did she even play them? Like, I don't uh, I'm, I'm going to check Ken and Mob in a second, but as of yeah, but yeah, she she finished second. Never won a bracelet, but her highest finish is second. Mm. Her as of 2010, uh, eight hundred thirty thousand dollars. According to Wikipedia, Wagner is currently single. In 2008, she separated and divorced fellow poker professional Kenna James, who she met at Hollywood Park Casino in 1997. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, 97. You're, meeting someone, you're meeting someone at Hollywood Park Casino. That's yeah. Well, and it was in 97, so she, she was already uh, 57 years old then. That's what I'm talking about. Like, like uh, she's 57, he's 32. 
that that's just an age difference that uh, I, I how many thirty two year old guys? Oh wow, you know? she's in the women's hall poker hall of fame too. I didn't oh. know that. But how many thirty two year old guys do you know that would honestly be attracted to a fifty seven year old woman? Like, I don't. I don't know any. Like none. I don't know any. I don't. I don't have any friends that like women that much older. I yeah. don't. I mean, I'm uh, I'm 43. I still couldn't picture being with a 57 year old right now. Like, I'm not even close. Like, I, I'm not I, attracted to women. Like, even now, like I, I couldn't walk down. The, I mean, I guess I could walk down the street and say that's an attractive woman for somebody that's that old. But not. I'm not personally attracted. Yeah, I'm to not them. either. You know what I mean? I'm not either. I, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I, I I just would not absolutely not be attracted to someone that old. Now, when I'm 57 myself, uh, I probably feel differently. But uh, right now, it, it, it just seems so much older than me. Like, like, you know, like when I was younger, I, I wasn't attracted to, to women in their early 40s, which, which now I am. So, uh, of course. So that's, you know, that, that does change over time. But, but I'm just saying right now I can't. And then he was only 32 then. I'm, I'm 11 years older than he was when he married her. And I, I still couldn't at all picture being with someone 50. It just seems gross to me for like to be with someone. She was in Downey, California. That is that That's near Commerce, right? Isn't that yes. like one exit yes. over? Yes, it's, it's close to That's Commerce. a shit area too. Yeah, it's a bad area, yeah. I'm just trying to look and see. Yeah, she's still grinding tournaments. Wow. Uh, this year, she cashed at a circuit event, $120 buy-in circuit event in March mm. for 1000 Then she had a big score. She played in the Aussie Millions. I mean, she's from Australia. January of this year, she finished second in a horse tournament for uh, 17000 USD. And uh, that still wow, it looks like she plays a grand tournament every year. Yeah. She's still playing. She's on the tournament circuit. Well, that was, she's, I mean, got a, she's got almost a million dollars in lifetime earnings. That, that doesn't matter much if you're broke right now. No, I know. But, but especially at age 75, that's not a good time to to find you have no money. You don't have a, as many options to make it back. So, no, it's an unfortunate story that she has to – she had to have known at the time or she should have known at age 57 why a man of that age would be would be interested. But I guess – Sometimes they get diluted if the guy can be really charming. Of course. Especially older women that are lonely, that, you know, they want to believe they're still pretty as you know, like they were when they were younger. They're... Yeah, so Kenneth James was born in 63. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's, 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 he's 52. Yeah. So it was 23. I was right. It's 23 years. Let's see what, yeah. He's actually good friends with Chip Jet. Believe it or not, and Karina is really good friends with Marsha. Hmm. I don't know if Chip huh. Jet Chip Jet used to listen to the show religiously. I don't know if he just he did. Little, he did. Yep. I know he used to when he'd go play live. He'd uh, listen to the show when he was playing uh, when he was playing live. But I don't think he plays much anymore. Yeah, I, I think he just kind of takes care of the kids. I was. Uh... Yeah, like you know, with, with the gigantic age differences, you always have to watch out to the, the other person's motivation. Even if you're the older one, you know, if you're the guy who's older and you're with a girl who's over twenty years younger than you, you just yeah. Sometimes it's genuine, but uh, usually there's more to it. And, and even if there isn't, then you're constantly <laughs> worried there is. That's the problem. Yeah, Kenneth James hasn't. Had a significant cash in like six years. He's playing the, he's grinding the Aria Nightly Tournament and the Venetian Nightly Tournaments, according to Hendon. What, what are the buy-ins of those? 
hundred and two hundred fifty. Yes, yes. You know when people have hit hard times when the the average buy in that they're going into has. has yeah, that's what I'm always thinking too. Like sometimes I'm like, well, are you, are you just playing it for the love of the game? But then you kind of think people that age, especially when you kind of know, you know, a little insight into their financial situation, they're not. They're just, you know, they're just basically busted. Yeah. Like it, last year, like yeah, last year or he he's playing the. the the Rio deep stacks like a bunch of times. Also, like, especially because there's so many tournaments out there that if you really want to find a bigger buy-in one, I don't even mean like a huge one. It doesn't have to be, you know, $10,000, 25,000. I'm saying if it's one thing, if you're playing a lot of smaller ones, but then it mixed in, there are a lot of 1500s, 2000 type buy-ins. But if it's someone who used to be playing a lot of big buy-in tournaments and now their list is uh 120, 120, 120, 85, 85, you know, 205, uh, 120, 120, 120. Like, if you're just seeing this day in, day out, and you just cannot find any examples of, of larger than that, or if it is, it's very occasional, uh, then it does almost always mean they're broke because they it just means they can't afford the bigger ones and they're trying to grind back up. Because you just, you're not going to want to do it. I mean, just think about it. Think Whether you're a common poker player, whether you're someone who plays all the time or, or you know, are very successful in poker or you're just a recreational player, uh, just picture for a moment that you are a successful or semi-successful you, high buy-in tournament player. You're never going to want to play, you know, uh, every day $120 buy-in tournaments. It's it's. Uh, is this a, is am I is this a uh, misclick on the part of Hendon Mob? I'm showing his biggest score ever uh, was March 11th, 2006, Party Poker Million. Uh, then it says V, so I guess it's Party Poker Million uh, five, 5 Cruise. And then it says 10,000 plus 500 Limit Hold'em. Second place, 700,000. Correct. Should that be no Limit Hold'em? It's, it's limited. It's correct. I was, I, I was, Wait, in, that, I was in that tournament. There was a $10,000 Limit Hold'em? That was the last on, one. It was, on, it was the par, Party Poker. Wow. That was the famous Party Poker. Okay. The infamous Party Poker Cruise of 2006. It was a limit tournament. And they had that many players to generate. Yeah, it was very large. It was, and, and it was, Jesus. Uh, and that was that. Everyone was on that cruise. Uh, uh, Chantel and everyone met there. Oh, that's that's the famous cruise. That's the famous John Ballant, John Robert Ballant played yeah, Pac-Man for eighty thousand uh, dollars. And wow, so you're telling me he finished second in a limit hold'em tournament and paid seven hundred grand? Yeah, he finished second to Mike Schneider, also known as Schneids, who Schneids got, won that tournament. He won that for a million, but but had to give away about two thirds of it because he he sold himself. Did, wait, was, I know, I know the story. Obviously, you you weren't on that cruise, were you? I was. You were on the cruise too. Yeah. And you played in that tournament. I did. Oh wow! Didn't cash, obviously. I uh, didn't even come close. Uh, Dustin played in that tournament too. He did. He did not come even come close either. Chantel played in that tournament. I don't know about Chantel because I Chantel was um, with that other Dustin guy. Du- Dustin, uh, God, I know the Sitar, name. Sitar, right? Yep, Sitar, very good. Yeah, yes, I just saw him. In fact, he just played the Bellagio with me at, uh, a few months ago, like two months ago. Forty eighty. Yeah, forty eighty. But uh, he, um, I, I didn't bring up Chantel with him, but um, yeah. he was he was with Chantel and Neverwin was Marie. had a fiance at the time. The, Marie. Uh, yeah, Marie, and uh, and then Neverwin and Chantel got to know each other on the cruise somehow, and and then kind of were into each other, and then both kind of wanted to. Ditch the ones they were with. Well, fuck, it wasn't even that. Dustin had already ordered the way Dustin told me the story. They had already ordered the uh, invitations for the wedding and put down a down payment 
on wherever the venue was going to be. Like they were back, they were close. They were getting married that year. Yeah, yeah. You're saying him and Marie. Yeah, Dustin and Marie. Yes, yeah. yes, they, yes. They, yes, it was it was getting very close to that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and in fact. This is actually mentioned if, if you guys ever read this the Ship at Halabala book that came out. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Chantel in there, like way more than there should be. But but anyway, uh, I mentioned in the book a few times, and and I so I of course was curious like what was said about me. Well, mainly what they talked about in the book was uh, my association with with Neverwin and Chantel, and and how I was the one who posted a, who broke the news to everybody that those two were together and that Dustin's engagement was off and Chantel's uh, relationship with, with Dustin Sitar, which I think also was an engagement was off. That was a thread that you started on uh, NWP, on, on right? On Poker, yes. And, and yes. I, th- this is actually a commission thread. And I think it's the only commission thread I've ever written I where, I where I was actually requested to post this and I was given the guideline of uh, um, post the truth but, but spin it to where it looks positive. See, they were worried that uh, neither of them were good enough at, at writing this sort of thing to where it could be conveyed positively and it would look bad for them. So so uh, put this in some way where it comes off as sweet and not, not as scandalous. So I said, I don't know, this is a tall order, but okay, as long as, long as you're not going to make me lie about anything, uh, then I'll, uh, I'll post it. So I did. And uh, and then they both enjoyed the post. I remember I, I used to I put like pictures with captions under them, and so like uh, I put a picture of Dustin, and it looked like he was saying something. And it's I put under there quote I'm going to totally bloodbath my engagement. So that's funny. So I was I, I so I wrote the whole thing, and they they actually liked it, and uh, and then they were together for some time. But how long did that last? Like, Dustin? oh, it wasn't very long. You're talking; it was a handful of months. That's what I it thought. Wasn't, he yeah. couldn't get hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, like like Sean Fanning. It you know was... what's actually funny? Uh, I, I mean, I know it's late, but we're just here sh- shooting the shit. Uh, has, have you ever mentioned on here about Dustin's interest because of Mike Con and the fact that they kind of reconciled after being estranged for years uh, Dustin's interest in Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. Fact, no, I don't think I've really talked I, about I, that. The reason why I bring it up is I read a post – that you wrote on Dustin's Facebook yeah, <laughs> um, about it. But what's even more funny is if you – I have uh, someone else that uh, is on Facebook that I was looking at uh, on their account, and we're both obviously black blocked from MyCon. But there's a thread that you're in talking about Bitcoins with Dustin that MyCon posts in, but you can't see it. Because he's not your friend, Mike can't Mike. Oh, because you're blocked. Not just that you're not friends, but you're blocked, yeah. and vice versa. So it's actually kind of funny. But th- I didn't know if you'd ever talked about that. That that Dustin drank the Kool Aid too. Oh, he totally did. And th- what's kind of funny with Dustin is, you know, Mike got super into the Bitcoin, and he, so he understands everything fully. He's he's delusional about some things, but he's a he understands the whole Bitcoin like the thing really really well. Dustin, I think, only like semi understands it. And, uh, and and is like really excited about it, and still is believing that Bitcoin's going to blow up huge, and, the, and not not the same way as Mike on, who's just gotten uh, like really uh, so ingrained in the whole Bitcoin community that he's kind of forcing himself to think that. I'm t- Dustin just has, has just decided Bitcoin's going to be the future of, of uh, payments, and and is kind of ignoring everything negative that's happened with Bitcoin since the peak when people were believing that. So, so every once in a while, he'll just kind of like go off on his Facebook. And keep in mind, he's not someone who frequently posts to Facebook. He f- posts only occasionally. Yeah. But usually it's about something like, 
Uh, I just want everyone to realize, you know, you, you read this post and remember this years later when Bitcoin yep. is used for everything, completely replaces cash. Remember, I'm mentioning it here first. And uh, so then I post, well, you know, Dustin, or the Bitcoin's going to blow up huge. I think this year is going to, this is really going to be a year it jumps. And I said, well, Dustin, you know, it hasn't gone up at all in the last year. Like it hasn't gone up once in the last year that, that, that stabilizes itself. Like it's, it's gone up from day to day, but it's never gone up and stayed stable at any level in the past year. And and uh, and so he just like doesn't respond when I post that. So. Now there is some unconfirmed rumors that he cleaned up on seals with clubs. I heard that too. I heard that too. I don't know. I he, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible. But uh, but then I heard other. Things. I, I've heard two. This is weird. I've heard like dueling rumors. I've heard that he won a whole lot of money there, and I've also heard that uh, he won a lot of money and chunked it all off. And and, and, and you know, so basically, it was all said and done. He did not win. Chunked it off on the site, or yes, on, on the site. I, I don't know which is right. It's amazing. And then what's his name? Whatever happened with uh, I am HIV? I know he won a lot of oh, money. And then, okay, so this is then he shot it off to Brad L. Yes, but then yes. He had that child molestation or well, rape okay. Thing. So, so so this is what happened with. I'll, listen, tell you, I'll tell you something interesting with each of them. Uh, I am HIV. Jonathan Drain. He was a. Uh, in fact, Mike Allen gave me a hard time about this too. That I posted this on Poker Fraud Alert. Too. Uh, he was a frequent player on Seals of the Club, and he ran it up big. And then uh, he played Brad L. Heads up. It was an Omaha eight or better, but yeah. that was when Bitcoins got to the point where they were like they were playing like one thousand, two thousand blinds or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, they were right? playing very high. Now Bitcoin hadn't shot up yet. And I'll, I'll get to the second part of the story. It had okay. gone up some, but not hadn't shot up. I think it was at th- you know at uh, how much was it at? Uh, was it thirty dollars or something? Oh, or that's it. I thought it was. You sure? Maybe it was at a hundred then. It was okay. maybe it was at hundred twenty, something like that. But anyway, um, I think it was before. I, I don't think it was up to one twenty then. But but anyway, I'll I'll, I'll tell you, it, it was no more than one twenty for sure when this happened. It, very possibly less. But but uh, I know that IMHIV had about twenty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin on there, or maybe thirty thousand, and he shot it all off to Brad L. In, in heads up games, Brad L told me this when we were uh, in Vegas in, in the same uh, Limit Hold'em game, and a discussion broke out at the table between me, Brad L, and some really obnoxious drunk fish who owned some kind of uh, cell phone app making company or whatever. But the guy was really obnoxious, mainly a no limit player, and the guy just was a, a complete maniac. He just, you know, he would just raise endlessly with nothing. And this is 1500 limit, so you can imagine you can make a lot of money in this game against a player like that. Uh, and, and it was a little challenging because you never knew, you know, let's say you have a strong but non-nut hand. Like, how many bets do you go with a guy? Knowing he'll just keep raising. So it was, it was a little hard to, to decide. But anyway, uh, Brad mentioned about how many Bitcoin he had. He said, Druff, what should I do about the Bitcoin? Uh, you know, I have, what did he have at the time? He had like $30,000 worth of Bitcoin. And I think they were worth about 30 each. I think maybe he had like 1,000 Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, he said, what should I do with this? So I said, oh, you've you got to get it out. This, this could crash at any time. You know, it's, uh, I, think, I think it was worth around 30 at the time. And so then he asked this other guy, he, says, he said, hey, you, you said you like work with something with, with, with computers, right? And the guy goes, yeah, I, I, I do cell phone apps. He goes, okay, well, 
you know about Bitcoin? Oh, yeah, that's all bullshit, man. You got to get rid of that shit. You know, that's that's uh, so the guy totally bashed Bitcoin. I was I was saying that I felt the Bitcoin was very unstable. I knew Brad L was he needed the money. I you know, it was not like he had a million dollars behind that. Brad L had uh, he has a gambling problem himself, so he uh, he he really needed the thirty thousand. So I said. I, I really suggest you take it off. So he said, oh, okay, I'll take it off. So he takes it off, and then right after that, Bitcoin shot up, and he could have, you know, he could have been a multimillionaire from that. Uh, wow. I think it was at 30. I think that's what happened. I think I, I remember thinking of Brad L. when it shot up. and Oh, man, I, I bet he's pissed at me for saying that. He's never said anything about it, but uh, I mean. What, he, he, what, what happened decision. with IMHIV in terms of the criminal stuff? Oh, so so yeah, IMHIV. So Mike got mad first of all that I posted about IMHIV chunking it all off there, and he said yeah, I was humiliating someone on the site, and so so I. I actually, but but then he, uh, um, IMHIV was charged with with statutory rape for having sex with a thirteen year old. Now it's not as, quite as bad as it sounds, uh, and the reason I say she that she lied about her age or something. Yeah, she lied about her age, and 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 it was clear from all the evidence that. I know she didn't show an ID, but it was clear from the evidence that she always identified herself as 18 and did look somewhat older to where, but not she didn't look 18, but it, but it wasn't like like it was it wasn't like a typical 13 year old where there was no chance she's 18. So uh, he was arrested for this, and this is actually going to be very serious because if the girl's under 14 in most states, it's a much more serious crime than if she's between 14 and 17. In fact, some states it's uh, uh, the the statute of limitations is somewhere between 14 and 17. I think Nevada it's 16. But uh, uh, anyway, under 14 is always really bad news because they're trying to separate like true child molestation from uh, from you know, having sex with a teenager who's not of age, which I agree should be that should be totally separate things. So uh, he was really facing a lot. I, I don't know what the eventual result was if he ended up in jail or, or what was done. I, I did feel a little bit bad for him because I didn't think he was, I, I really think he was dumb enough to just believe what this girl told him and, and didn't know she was really 13. Had he known she was 13 and did stuff with her, that would have been terrible. But I, I think he didn't know and he was just dumb enough to go along with it. And uh, uh, so I, I don't know what happened with that case, but it, it did seem from the evidence that was out there that she did lie to him and that he was never made aware of her actual age. But at the same time, there was such a, wide gap between 13 and 18 and I don't believe she looked like she was 18 so uh, he was he was stupid and that's a yeah, I remember when I was meeting girls online once I once I was uh, substantially older than 18 I didn't worry about like when I was 19 or 20 I didn't worry about this thing but like once I got into later in my 20s like anytime a girl said she was called 18 or 19 I, I, I always wanted to see her ID I was so afraid of that because I was uh... now did he get charged with or ever any kind of ramifications criminally because of that or no uh, I don't know how far they took it. I know he was uh, arrested, but I don't know if uh, if they actually took this all the way to uh, to prosecution. Uh, you, I mean, maybe someone can look it up. Jonathan Drain, D R A. What about all that money he stole too? Did he ever pay people for that? Uh, he claimed he was doing it. See, this is why I posted it on Poker Fraud Alert. I thought it was funny that someone who had stolen, he, you know, he was staked for a World Series and then he uh, ran off with all the money, uh, or blew all the money, didn't actually buy in the tournament, and then ran off. So I thought that was funny after someone had done that, that they ran it up on seals and chunked it all off. So I'm like, ha-ha, look at the karma here sort of thing. And then he actually made a post responding to me. I'm not sure if it's still up or if I removed the post in my account's request, but 
he he reposted responding to me saying that you know he's changed he's learned a lot from everything he's been through he's been sending payments to these uh these people he stole from and that uh, um you know even though he's broke now because he lost to Brad that he's uh you know he's still Anytime he gets any little bit of money, he sends payments to these people he stole from, and he's, you know, he's tr- been trying so hard to do this. He doesn't appreciate me coming out there and, uh, you know, making him look like a scammer. And so, I, I, from what I looked into, it seemed like he, at least at the time, he was making some payments to people. So, uh, uh, I, I think he's a big degenerate. I don't think he's a like a, a traditional scammer, but at the same time, he was still willing to take money that people were nice enough to stake him into the world series and uh go i think what he did is he blew it on stars i think what he did is he took the money and then you know traded yeah, it for, it was. traded yeah, it for stars yeah. money and chunked it all off and then when it was like 200 400 limit hold them or... yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's uh that was I, I don't know where he is now or what he's doing but uh the, the last i heard he was on sealed and ran it up and, and chunked it all off but yeah yeah this is in a long shot. It is, it is uh, yeah. wow, se- seven hours and... What did you start at, 7.30? No, 7... 7? 7, 7.10. It's, it's seven hours and 20 minutes to counter right now. Jesus. I don't think I've ever done one this long. I know you have. But, oh, oh I, this is nothing. I did... Yeah. I mean, come on, I could <laughs> could do eight hours on my... Well, I didn't get on to, what, 8.30? I, I, I don't think I've done one this long. This is back-to-back with the show that was almost six hours. Yeah, that, that's not common for me. Usually, I, uh, this show... For a while, it was between three and four most of the time, and then uh, once I didn't have the time restriction, I you know, it was typically four and a half short show. But now we have seven. If you've gotten all the way through this, through all the just rambling and, and scrolls down memory lane about various players, I mean, there's a few gems in there about things you probably would want to hear and know about. But you have to you have to listen to the whole thing to pick these out, and you're probably not going to get this every week with the uh, seven hours and. Twenty. I'll, I'll tell you. I'm. It's, I'm going to shut it down very shortly. My. I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, my. My voice. Uh, my throat is hurting from. From talking so long. I wouldn't be able to do it this long. I, I don't know how you did a twenty four hour show because I. Twenty four hours. I went on for three days. What? Oh no, no. no I'm talking about the. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm saying, but why yourself? He did twenty four hours. Yeah, I did. I did. That, that's what I'm talking about. So. So that that's so hard to do it by yourself with no break where you're just talking, 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 and there's no one else speaking. At least it makes a big difference to be able to. After like the fourth hour, I took a five-minute break every hour just to get water and just because your voice just starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had some, I have some bottles of water here, but that's it. I, and I, <laughs> I haven't got to the bathroom at all either the whole seven hours, which uh, – uh, yeah, I'll shut the show down in a second. But you know, there is—I'd like to tell this story of my commerce session. Uh, I think it was in 2003, where I played 26 hours and did not miss a single hand. I remember. I remember this. Story. Yeah, I—I I, uh, I was so. Upset. Every time they collected time, you go to the back. It, th- that or or I would if I saw a, a big hand developing, I would fold. You know, provided my hand wasn't good, I would fold and sprint to the bathroom. You know, pee and then wash my hands really fast and 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 then sprint back. And every time I got back in time, like I judged correctly, the hand was going to take a long time. And limit holding that's hard to do because uh, it's not like no limit where you have these people tanking. So. You just have to see a big pot with like six people coming in and, and like capped and you go, okay, this is going to take a long time, but it doesn't take that long. So 
But yeah, I went 26 full hours without missing a single hand in the game, and I, I, that's a very tough thing to do live with live poker. It's especially the bathroom part, but I, I managed it. So uh, I've gone seven, almost seven and a half here without missing a hand of this show. I, I was here the entire time, didn't use the bathroom. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably wake up tomorrow with a sore throat from this. And uh, but I, I give Brandon credit for not only you know staying on the show so long. It's kind of like the old days, but he also uh, took over some of the talking for some points and. Uh, it made it a little easier on me to get through this whole thing. When is uh? Oh, thank you. I again, I appreciate you having me on. When is uh? When's the next show going to be? Is there one more before? Yeah, there's one more before show the World Series. It's uh, six days, actually now five days because it's the twenty first now. Uh, but uh, it'll be on Tuesday, May twenty sixth. Will be the next show at around seven o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So back to the regular schedule for that show. We had to delay this for one day because uh, I didn't have someone available to watch Benjamin tonight. Or last night I did. Tonight I did. And, uh, I look, anybody who hung in the whole time, I mean, we, we talked about it so much. You could have gone to bed and woke up already again. Not only could you have gone to bed, you could have had, like, a pretty long night of sleep. Like, you could have had almost the full eight hours of sleep here. <laughs> so, at least to see money, use this to go to sleep. I was probably talking the whole time while he was sleeping. And he's probably still sleeping. He's on the West Coast. But yeah, uh, I, you probably can't expect another seven and a half hour show out of me, but you never know. And uh, it's always so nice when, when Brandon's here. Wow, breaking news. Uh-oh. Stop Apparently uh, uh, T-Buck in the chat posted this, and uh, you know we've talked about it at nauseam, but it is poker-related, I guess. Apparently, Brian Mike Khan's GoFundMe account is back because I'm looking at it, and uh, T-Buck said it was, and I went, I just looked, and a gentleman named Thomas Davis donated $10 to him as of 15 minutes ago. It's showing on there. Huh. Where? Looking at it right now. 10 bucks, 15 minutes ago. So maybe the it's rumor I heard about the state of Nevada doing it wasn't true. But, 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 but I know Mycon tried to revive it, and they wouldn't tell him what was wrong. I know he 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 said that this isn't my, that part's not me guessing. Mycon said in his Twitter that they won't tell him why yeah. they've shut well. it down. So maybe he talked them out of it. It's weird. Maybe maybe he talked to some. Maybe he tricked someone in customer service to to reopen it. So weird. You're seeing it right now. Well. Hmm. I mean, not that it matters. All the no. the traction for this is done. I mean, well, yeah, and also this is the type of thing where people see it. If they're going to donate, they're going to do it quickly. And anybody who didn't donate is unlikely to at this point. So, I think he's gotten about all he's going to get. He'll get a few hundred more here and there, maybe, but that's that's not going to do very much. So, uh, yeah, Brandon, uh, thank you again for appearing. I'm see you, you in a week, buddy. You welcome. Yeah, I'm welcome here to come here anytime, and we'll. Uh, See you in a week at the uh, the Colossus, and uh, maybe before that, and uh, we'll be at. Are you playing? Are you, you're playing. Uh, what are you playing? I mean, obviously, I know the standard events. You play any pot limit hold'em or? No, and I don't do pot limit hold'em. I've done it before, no. but I, 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 I've never cashed in. I said screw it. Uh, but uh, um, what about the no limit hold'em bounty? The fifteen hundred. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick list. I usually don't like. I don't like interrupting. You know, all in the family, but here. Oh, then go ahead. We'll, no, do no, no, we'll no, talk no, off no. the radio. No, then. Don't no, worry. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you just for in case anybody uh, still wants to know. Uh, it's a quick list here, and yeah, you know, what this show? I got to keep the show short. So <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we, we gotta go soon. 
No, I'm saying that it's going a few more minutes, no one's going to go, oh, my God, uh, you know, that's uh, – uh, I thought you were supposed to keep it to a few hours, like you know, seven hours and thirty minutes, seven hours and thirty-two minutes. How much longer could you go if you had to? I, I don't know. You know, like I, it, the, the biggest problem is is the the pain I'm starting to feel in my throat. I, I don't feel that tired, and you know, I, I feel like I could continue talking. I I I once had a telephone conversation that was thirteen and a half hours. Jesus, what was her name? Well, um, it was it was uh, in '01. And uh, and it was someone I talked to for the first time, and, and of all things, it was uh, I, I was hit by a catfish. Not the girl I'm, I talked to for thirteen and a half hours, but there was a catfish, which there's no term for that back catfish. then. But the, but a, a girl who pretended to be uh, something she was not, and with a fake picture and everything. It, it was a female, but uh, um, the uh, I, I was pissed off that this 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 catfish had wasted my time, and she was. At her friend's house, calling me long distance. Uh, so, so I said after I figured out that this girl was full of shit and she was uh, just trying to play games with me, and had lied about everything. I said, you know, I'm going to get her back. I'm going to call up her friend whose phone she used, and tell her that when she gets her long her bill, because this is back in the days that you know you were paying for long distance. It's not like now where you just you know use your cell phone and call whoever for free. Uh, this is a landline. So I, I called up the I called up the number, and some girl answered. And I said, "Hey, I, I, you're gonna." So I, I'm like, "How do I bring this up? How do I explain that like I met this girl in a chat room and she's friends with you and she talked with me and she ran up your phone?" But like, she, by the time I get all this out, she's gonna think I'm a weirdo and hang up on me. So I go, "How do I get her attention?" So the way I got her attention to where she'd listen to me is she answered the phone. Hello, this is the friend, not the girl I talked to. Right. The friend who actually lived there. She said, "Hello." I said. Your phone bill is going to be really high this month, and I'm going to tell you why. Like, how do you hang up on that? Of course you're going to want to know why your phone bill is going to be high. So she says, okay, you can tell me. So then I explained to her what happened. and But then I said, I, I have some questions for you. You know, who was that? Uh, who was this person that was over here? Like, you know, what's their real story? So she told me, and, uh, and speaking of IMHIV, it was actually a 16-year-old that was talking to me. And I and she had identified herself as being older. Of course, I wouldn't have talked to her at sixteen. Thankfully, I didn't have like phone sex with a sixteen-year-old or anything. We just we just had a conversation. But uh, I said, ah, now it's starting to make sense here. There's some you know, young girl messing with me here. So anyway, I I I, I was yeah I, I wasn't I wasn't like in any kind of accusatory mood. I was like you know I was kind of laughing about the whole thing with her, and uh, I was waiting for her at any moment to say, okay, well, thank you for telling me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll look for my phone bill and, you know, make sure she pays me goodbye. She kept, um, it, it turned out, you know, this girl was like a neighbor. It wasn't even a friend that was like helping her clean, clean the house or something while she was gone. But she never said, okay, bye. I'm going to get off the phone. And I thought, Hey, this girl seems pretty cool. Like I, like I liked her personality and I didn't want to get off the phone with her. And, uh, we just kept talking and talking. And then we kind of started, you know, laughing about how long the conversation was getting. And I was like, you know, you know, if we go a few more hours, it'll be longer than the longest one I've ever had, which at the time was like nine hours. And then we got past that and just kept talking and talking. And by the time we got off the phone, it was because we both had to go to work the next morning. And it was, uh, it was 13 and a half hours. And then we, just to add to that, we talked for like seven to eight hours the next few nights as well, each of the next few nights. And by the time four days, four and a half days had passed, I think we talked 40 hours, like a full work week on the phone. You know, this seems to be a, Big misconception about you because you know you're in a relationship 
you know, with, with well, I mean, I know the name's public, but it doesn't matter. And then you're in a relationship now, and people just think you're this long relationship type guy. But how many girlfriends has Todd tell us had in his life? I don't even. It I seems had, like every time we talked, there's a new girl no, that I, you I, dated, I, or yeah, no, I had to count. You know, it's it's you know, it's over a long period of time. It's uh, it adds up. How many girlfriends would you guess you've had in your life? Well, it depends what you define as that. You know, like uh, there's, there's well, there's, okay, you're together. You you know, like not just like you went out once and you never saw them again. Like you were just. You know, kind of in a little relationship, not just necessarily living together or, you know, long term. But how many people? How many people would you say I that you you considered your girlfriend? Uh, in your more, life, it's, it's 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 more than ten for sure. But wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, some longer than others. But uh, it also depends what you consider. You know, if someone I I see actively for a month, but we're you know we don't really consider as a girlfriend like uh you know that's kind of an ambiguous situation uh th- this girl i'm talking about was what happened was i by the time i met her in person she lived about 100 miles from me and uh that, that was the problem or 80 miles 80 to 100 miles something like that and uh, and i said that that's why i didn't just immediately go drive and see her but uh so we, we planned on the weekend i was going to come see her and uh Unfortunately, our first conversation was like Sunday to Monday, so we had to, that's why we had to wait the whole week. So uh, on a Friday, I, I drove up to see her, and I, I was never so nervous about anything before because uh, by this point, I was so used to meeting girls online and going on blind dates. It was like I, I just had the attitude, ah, okay, uh, hopefully it works. If it doesn't, no big deal. Like there will be another one some other time. This is you know, Who cares? I, I had invested 40 hours in this damn thing. <laughs> I, I, was, I really, really wanted this to at least work in the short term. And and I was thinking this is going to be so frustrating and so depressing if I go there and it turns out like we don't get along at all in person or or one one or both of us are not attracted to each other. But but it actually worked. And and this is also back in '01 when you know, the she didn't she had like she didn't have she only had like one grainy picture online and, and she didn't have a way to scan it so she I, I couldn't see very well what she looked like and and uh, so yeah, it was kind of a different time. But anyway. I, it, it, everything actually worked really well that weekend. Uh, so I, I felt kind of weird. She lived in a place that snowed. So I, I went up and I saw snow on the side Like as, as I drove up her streets. It, it was the weirdest thing to go out with someone who you know, lives in a place where it snows when, I living, when I'm living in Southern California. But um, yeah, we were together like uh, the two months – and, and or a month and a half or so, and then she then she moved to Texas, and that was and then we tried to kind of continue it from there, but it didn't work. I, I even flew there to see her, uh, you know, once, and she came to see me, but uh, it, it was really going downhill once she left. Uh, just we we hadn't been together long enough to make a long distance thing work, so that was the end of that. But uh, um, that yeah, that was the longest uh, conversation that that I had ever had, and. Uh, I only had one other situation, which you know, has occurred after that, where I was legitimately like nervous about like a like a first date with someone, and that was with the mother of Benjamin. Oh wow! Yeah, because that was uh, we had also we had talked for about three weeks before she came to Vegas to see me. And it was also someone I knew in the past that I had always liked back then, and then uh, always wondered like what would happen if we would have uh, gotten together back then. And then this was really happening all these years later. And I said, yeah, you know, at that point, I, I really was emotionally invested in the whole thing working. And 
and I thought this is good. this would even be worse than the, the one back in '01. If I even thought about it, I said this this and the one in '01 are kind of compare comparable, but this is even would be even worse if it fails. So that that one uh, obviously did not fail either. So uh, no, just off the cuff again, and you know this is what I kind of do best. I'm looking at your hen and mob results. And uh, I've noticed a trend here, and I've, I wonder if you ever have noticed this. You have never gone since your first recorded tournament, and I guess you know this only obviously track uh, tracks you know big buying tournaments, and you probably don't play much of the hundred dollar. No, I never do. Yeah, recreational. Since two thousand five, June fifth, two thousand five is your first. Hendon Mob entry. That's when you finished third. Yeah. A fifteen hundred dollar limit event for under fifteen thousand. You have never gone more than three tournaments, and you only do that actually twice out of all your caches without cashing for at least five figures. Do you know that? Huh. You've never gone. Oh, look, let's just look at this real fast. Your last cash, and sorry, but your only cash last year was twenty five hundred and one dollars. Followed by your last cash for 2013 of 52k. Then you went three caches dating over three years, 13, 12, and 11, that were all 3,000, 4,000 and change, and 4,000 again and change. Then after that, boom, 79,000 headshot main event. Then you had three small caches again, followed by a $20,000. I never knew that. But yeah, cash yeah. at the 10k uh, WSOP. Then you had boom another min cash. Okay, and another min cash followed by boom a twenty two thousand dollar heavenly hold'em at uh, L.A. followed by a twenty seven hundred min cash, a nine thousand min cash, a one thousand min cash followed by boom a thirty four k headshot fourth place WSOP, and then another min cash for seven thousand fifty six hundred four thousand followed by boom fourth place at the Caribbean and St Kitts for eighty seven thousand, and there's a trend. Yeah, so, so, so every to, every you have not gone more than three caches without at least being a five score cash. So if I was going to buy an event, if anyone out there is going to buy an event, I think your events are all sold anyhow. But they would not buy the first event that you planned, the million dollar maker, but your second event. But but I have. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no I have the, two. I had to catch three this year to to, to get it. Unless I yeah, beat the well, trend. No, what's okay? What's the first event you're playing is the Colossus. What's the second one? The fifteen hundred dollar limit hold'em. Yeah. And what's the, what's the next one? Uh, let me get let me get to the schedule here. Yeah, that's because uh... if you don't cash for five figures in the limit hold'em, if we're looking at your eleven year history of patterns, the event <laughs> after the limit hold'em, you you will cash for over five figures. That's what the well, well, no, says. that's well, yeah. I have to cash though. If I just brick it, that doesn't count. Yeah, you're, right. You're... Okay, yeah. So, oh, but, but, yeah, but yeah. so so we're saying if if I if I get three caches this year in the ten events I'm playing, uh, yeah, then then the third one. Yes. Will, be, will it be large? Yes, because your last cash is twenty five hundred. Yes. So if you cash three times, your third one will be large. So, so the first, the first event I'm playing is the Colossus. Second one is the, and this is the case. I, I, I may revisit this. I may actually add some of those thousand events back in because I, I, I like the structure better now than I used to. But anyway, uh, event I'm playing uh, the Colossus. Then on June second, the fifteen hundred limit hold'em. June fifth, the uh, Millionaire Maker. June seventh, the three thousand six handed limit hold'em. Uh, June eighth, the fifteen hundred no limit hold'em. June twentieth, the fifteen hundred extended play no limit hold'em. June twenty second, the fifteen hundred no limit hold'em event forty five. Uh, June twenty fourth, event fifty, the ten k limit hold'em. The June twenty seventh, the fifty fifty no limit hold'em. 
That's where fifty percent of the people cash, so I got I better cash on that one. And then uh the July sixth main event. Basically. Another interesting trend out of all the times that you've gone three times in a row with, with min cash is followed by a least five five uh score cash. The smallest one was twelve thousand four hundred and seventy two dollars. That's actually the smallest. Every other one has been twenty, thirty, seventy and, and upwards, so I don't know. It's an interesting pattern. Yeah, never gone more than three caches without like a, a you know decent size. That, that, that is interesting that that's happened. There was so, so yeah. So I, I'm. Uh, what is your popularity rating according to Hen and Mob today? <laughs> do you have any idea? No. How do they even fucking? How I, do they I, determine this? I don't this? know. What is it? One thousand five hundred sixty-one. So, so I'm, it, it thinks I'm the fifteenth. The the one thousand five hundred sixty first most popular poker player yeah. in the world. That's a what do you think you are on the all time worldwide money list for tournaments? That I don't know. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. It has your yeah. It has the all time money list and then your your best ever highest ranking in the all time money list. I'll tell you this: at one point in your poker career, you were you were as high as three hundred eighty first on the wow. all time career cash list, but you've fallen back into the pack. I'm not going to lie to you. What do you think you are now? 6,000 something? No, 1,455th. Okay. I guess I'm selling myself short. No, you know what? I, uh, um, one other thing. The, the, uh, this is the the thing in the Hendon mob that, I, that I'm most proud of, even though it's it's kind of close. But I'm in the top 10 of Limit Hold'em World Series caches yeah. all time. I am number 10. Oh, wow. Who's number one? David Chu. That makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Greg Mueller second, and then how Matt, many times do you think your Hen and Mob page has been viewed by unique views, huh. unless seriously, serious manipulated? <laughs> Sorry, I love the kid. He's a good kid. Uh, your page has been viewed seven thousand six hundred eighty-seven wow. times. A lot of times. Wow. And Nevada all-time money list. What do you think you are? Hmm. Uh, six hundred eightieth. One fifty-seven. Oh, it says, and then USA, you're eight hundred twentieth. It's kind of amazing for the amount of poker tournaments. I mean, it's not like what have you cashed? It looks like what, like sixteen, seventeen times. Well, in the main event, in the World Series, I have, but there's a few. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. There's, that's there's right. some others that I didn't play that are not World Series events. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not really Big. a tur- I, I'm not really a tournament player. I really don't play the World Series every year now. I I, I played a few other tournaments you know, many years ago, but. Uh, so what was the big poker October? A three hundred dollar buy in tournament in October two thousand five. Oh uh six for twenty six hundred dollars. I don't know, some commerce thing, I think. Oh no no, that was a bike. It was a bike. I think it was the bike. And then then after that your smallest buy in tournament that I'm seeing, the California State Poker Championship, four hundred eighty five plus fifty five, a twelfth place finish. Oh, that was that, oh, that was that's an interesting one. That was where had I, I not been spot, had I not been hit by a three outer, you guys probably would not know who Joe Seabach is. <laughs> Joe Seabach was attempting a professional poker career and was failing, and uh, I I didn't know who he was, and uh, he was not well known then, and. Uh, if, I think if you click on that one, you'll see that he won like two hundred something thousand. Is okay. that the one? Is that the one I'm thinking of? 
Yep, it is. Yeah, so so Joe Seabach uh, was short-stacked. There were, uh, I think, 13 people left. And um, I think it was small blind, big blind, or something like that. And uh, he went all in. Or I think I, think I was small blind. I, I raised. He went all in instantly from big blind. I snap called him with ace king. He says, I turn over the ace king. He goes, ah, oh, nice hand, sir. Turns over king queen. So, uh, so, 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 and I had him covered. So he was going to bust. Well, so the they ran out. There was the king and the flop, and then uh, I think a queen hit the river. Either turn or the river, he hit the queen, and uh, so he was like already starting to make the motions to leave when this was happening. And then he, so he doubled up, and then uh, then he couldn't lose a hand after that. I went out very quickly after that. Of course, I my stack took a hit as well, but uh, I went out very quickly after that. Well, twelfth place didn't get very much money, and. Uh, I look later and see that he won. And then he did an interview where he said that this was pretty much his final shot, that he was uh, losing so much in poker. He was so frustrated that this was going to be his last tournament. And if he didn't do what, if he didn't cash her, he was going to quit poker. Now, you know, some people say they're quitting poker and come back, but uh, uh, this was what propelled him to, uh, and then he went on a streak of winning some tournaments. And that's what, and between that and being uh, Barry Greenstein's stepson, this is what, uh, made people know him, so I, I, hmm. I always wonder what would have happened. One, if if he you know he busted and and you know never would have been known, and also what if, what if I had continued to go on and win? I would have it wouldn't have changed my life, but it would have been nice. And what would have happened if you never came on NWP to mock Dustin Wolf's horrible play? Oh, I've thought about that a lot of times too. <laughs> I mean, think of everybody. You guys wouldn't be listening to this show. There would be no poker yeah. fraud alert. There would be, uh, uh, there would have been uh, so many things would have been different. Anything associated with never win poker, it would have never gone the way it did. It would have been, a, it would have been a, a laughable site about Dustin that would have gone nowhere, and the site would have died. There'd be a blog that's twelve hundred forty-five days old on there now. Yeah. Now, Druff, let's get back real fast before we close this show. How much do you know about your own poker history? This is a good category. <laughs> Other than your Obviously, well-known World Series of Poker uh, bracelet-winning tournament. What other? What's the only other tournament? And this isn't the mock you, of course. I mean, you have way more caches in terms of dollars than I have. What is the only other tournament you've ever won? That was a commerce tournament, I think, in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Very good. What was the buy-in? I think it was five hundred or something. It was. What was the juice? <laughs> Was it 500 plus 45? Yes, yeah, you're a sick fuck. You're not cheating, are you? No, no, guy? no, I'm not. Okay, it's 500 plus 45. It was in May, and I, I got like 23,000 or something, right? 22,280. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, yeah, in fact, guess guess who was my inspiration to win this? It was none other than Judonk, who mocked me as, as a Limit Hold'em Robotron player. And and said that if I you know if I played a, a no limit, I'd have no chance. And then the very next day, I went to Commerce and won that. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the only other tournament I won. But uh, oh, actually, I know I won one other that's not listed there. I, I won a two thousand. I won a like thirty dollar entry tournament at the Compton uh, the Crystal Park Casino, and I actually got two thousand bucks. It was like a thirty with rebuys. I actually cashed like two thousand there. What? What place have you finished the most? 
Uh, you looked at every tournament. You've might, actually duplicated it, it, this. Twelfth is it? Twelfth? Uh, no. Oh, hold on. Wait, one, two. No, you've only finished in twelfth. One, two, two times. Uh, I don't know. Fifth. You've finished in fifth three times. Hmm. What, I guess the, what I guess tournament the other to be two. finished fifth in? Well, I, I don't. You know, that's one I don't remember very well. I, I know that you know, obviously the one in third. Oh, you know one of them. Yeah, the I was there for I, that. Two, no, two years ago, obviously, but the, uh, the yeah. others I don't know. There's like smaller tournaments, it must be. Uh, you have a fifth, obviously, two years ago. A uh, thousand in the St. Kitts, the blackjack tournament. Oh, I forgot that's the blackjack tournament. <laughs> that's it. That's on there. A thousand plus one hundred Oldham blackjack tournament. Fifth for nine k. And then. Uh, you have another fifth for it's like five. Yeah, it was a small tournament. That's funny. I didn't even see it. Notice it was a blackjack tournament. Oh, it was a, no! It was a weird thing called Hold'em Blackjack, which is like a. Uh, it was like this odd combination of uh, Texas Hold'em and blackjack, where you're like just doing like poker style betting based upon your blackjack hand. It was re- it was really weird, and they. Nobody had ever played it before, and it was a tournament. And uh, the sad thing is, someone bluffed me. I almost called the person. Had I done that, I would have had like a ton of chips and probably won the whole thing. But I, I had to settle for fifth. And uh, um, th- that game never caught on, as you might imagine. Other than last year, since you began playing in 2005, prior, what was your worst World Series? Other no offense. Last, last year was your worst World Series. Yeah, other than in terms last, of total cash. Yeah, other than last year, uh, there was another World Series where uh, oh, you only oh, had one oh, cash. Oh nine was the other bad one. Nope. Oh nine, you cashed. Uh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. It was oh nine? Then oh seven, you cashed once. No, but oh seven, it was a better cash though. I'm yeah, twenty three thousand. But yeah. every other World Series, you've cashed either for a higher amount or multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, interesting. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, right. it's three oh seven. I think we'll wrap it up, huh? <laughs> yeah, almost eight hours. That uh, that Brady Hoke, he don't go eight hours, does he? No, no. I think that would that would break the bank for him to be eight hours on that station. A lot of a lot of his hard earned money would go to. What do you think that costs to buy a radio show? Uh, I know in San Bernardino it's like one hundred fifty two hundred for uh, for for an hour. No, that's not that bad. It's not that bad, but but the 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 thing you have to understand. I I don't know about the station he's on in Vegas. So I I shouldn't bash it without knowing. But the San Bernardino one has like the weakest signal, and and it's basically an internet station that that happens to have a frequency that you can say you're on. But it so it's, it's like not, transmitting like 25 watts with a small little antenna you can hear within like a five mile radius or something. It's not that bad, but it's you're not that far off. I mean, it's really it really yeah. has it number one has no marketing the station and number two, the bigger problem is no matter where you are, it's staticky. It's like in the background. So what do you do? Do they actually physically show up at the studio? Yes. Well, you can do it by Skype. You can do either way. You can do it by Skype or in the studio. And they do have a studio engineer. It's you know, it's it's a professional operation but it's it's very small the signal is very weak it does not have any loyal listener base and uh you know you really have just about no listeners other than who you tell about it yourself uh i i like the one in san bernardino i'm talking about i believe this radio show that we're doing here has more listeners than than most of the shows on that station so so and, and that's the 
the funny thing is that uh, the ratings are so abysmally low that you're you're really not reaching anyone. For that, you're not getting your money's worth. But uh, if you want to say you're on a real radio station or sell ads based upon, hey, I'm on this station. Sometimes people sell ads to suckers who don't realize that it's uh, no one's hearing it, or at least no one in the local area is hearing it. But uh, right. it's, it's funny on that station, like they'll say, um, people ask for calls and nobody will call in. And then finally they'll get, they'll get a call from like their friend who's been listening or their mom or like it, it, it's that sad. Like there's they really have very few actual listeners and and uh, but you have all these people who who had dreams of you know being on the radio one day and they remember listening to the radio as, you know as a kid or even as an adult and saying oh wow I wish that could be me and then well for 150 dollars an hour it can be you so if you have the money why not well the, but then you got to think. I could do this for free with the internet and uh, it's and, and not even be and have to go to a studio or be subject to their schedule or the FCC violations or anything like that. So, uh, but I, I think that the, you ha- think they're the, doing that just because they want to be discovered. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. It's, it's interesting. There's a, some of the reasons are just a dream of being on the radio and it's the only way to do it. Another is some people really believe their show could be discovered. Uh, others just think that they're reaching a lot of people. They're, they're not. They don't have dreams of fame, but they, they they like the idea of going into a radio station, doing a show of whatever music or topic they're interested in talking about, and then they, they envision you know tens of thousands of people hearing them. When in reality, nobody's hearing them. So, so it's. If you, what do you do? Do you sign a contract? Yes, you sign a contract, and and, and the only and I'm sure that's what Mark Hoke did. And and the only uh, you, know, you get to sell your own ads if you can find suckers to buy this who believe that people are actually hearing the show. But uh, the, the, uh, really, the only value, in my opinion, aside from you know tricking people into buying ads, which I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing anyway uh, on those pretenses. But the the only other value it would really have, as I was saying earlier, is that you have the credibility of being on a legitimate radio station with legitimate frequency and then as far as getting guests or even telling people that you have a radio show of course gives then, you more credibility then it sounds it sounds cool like even you know think think about uh let's see if you're you're dating and you you uh you meet a girl and, and yeah, they on my show. Tune your radio to eight forty a.m. Well, you don't want them to do that. They they won't be able to hear it probably. Right? Uh-huh. You're static, but no. But you say, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a talk show host on AM whatever. And, you know, I'm every week at this day. Wow, cool. I'm dating a talk show host. And if you say, hey, I do this internet podcast every week, they're gonna go, what a loser. You know, like that's that, that's kind of the way it goes. So that's why. Do you know? Do you know what station it is? I'm just trying to look on the radio. I, I right think now. it's something. It's fourteen hundred a.m. I believe. Okay. Can you see if you can even huh. get the station. They, at least if it has a signal, you'll see you have that over there. I don't know. The San Bernardino one has the weakest signal. But maybe maybe this uh, fourteen. Yes, KSHP fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred AM Las Vegas. Here it comes right now. I want to see if it just says KSHP. Yeah. Does it come in? Oh, I don't have an AM in front of me. Oh, do okay. you? No. I'm not even in Vegas, so I can't do it. But oh, I mean, I'll yeah. try to. Uh, well, I can go to my well, I can go to my car, but I mean, I'm not. Nah, it's I, not worth it. Probably not going to pick it up in the garage. But I know I'll tune it in. Well, also, I mean, I know I, I studied a little bit of engineering, electronical engineering. At night, AM radio stations actually are a lot more clearer over a longer well, distance. That, than during that's the, the day. other sad thing. I don't know about this. I don't know if you know that or not. No, no, I know that. But the KSHP, okay. I don't know what they do, but the one I know of in, in San Bernardino, 
they are not authorized to have a strong signal at night for that reason. So they go down from 1,000 watts during the day, which it's a very weak 1,000 watts for someone. 1,000 sounds okay, but it just uh, – um, Well, it, a lot of it, I mean, like I said, depends on how high your antenna is, yeah. what kind of antenna you're using. But, yeah, so, so whatever it is. And at night, what do they go down to? 35. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's brutal. Bad. You can't even hear it, no matter how close you are. So, yeah. it, it's basically useless. And is that to avoid interference? Yes, it's a, they don't have the permit to do more a thousand twenty four hours a day for, for exactly for the reason because it gets stronger at night. So, so I'm wondering if KSHP has the same thing now. Uh, his show is at five p.m., which at this time of year is the daytime. Uh, in December, it's actually the nighttime. Hmm. So. I'm looking. I'm on their website now, but I don't see anything about how to buy. Airtime. Yeah, I couldn't find that either. But but everyone keeps saying he's buying airtime. So it may be that it's they don't they don't sell airtime as a business model, but they will if somebody wants to buy it, almost like an infomercial. You know, it's a... I like to just one time do radio and have that big mic over me, like that Howard Stern and Robin Quivers does. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I I, I thought that too. You know, I I actually had a reg, a real radio show at a college. Oh, here we go. Hoster on radio show, special promotions. Let's see what this says. I'm sorry. So He he used to be on a different station called KLAV at 1230. So he's jumped stations since uh, 2013. Okay, here we go. Uh, Be on the air with your very own show. Rates as low as $100 per hour. Restrictions apply. We'll read that in a second. KSHP Radio Las Vegas area. Premier provider of the least – or I'm sorry, premier – Premier least. provider of leased or brokered programming. What is brokered programming? Um, brokered programming is is where they it's, it's like syndicated shows. Okay, KSHRP KSHP provides show development, implementation, pre post production, live production, engineering, professional radio consulting. Blah 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 blah. For more information, it gives you the number. It doesn't tell you what the restrictions are for what. Wow. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brokered program. I got confused. Brokered programming is is actually what this is. Buying programming there. That's not that's not syndicated. Though the these state the reason I thought of that is these stations also will run a lot of syndicated programming that they get for free, where they basically shows that are more uh, likely to be listened to by people who find the station, but uh, but uh, and have some kind of national audience, but uh, um, aren't really big shows. And, and but and then they run their own commercials. So you're basically we, taking we, the show we, and its commercials. Yeah, we definitely be fined by the FCC because oh, we'd yeah. slip. You know what I mean? They put us in front of there, and you know what I mean. We're so used to this. How? How? Uh, you know what? I, yeah, we'd be fine. <laughs> I don't think we'd. Uh... No, they, that's they actually... interesting. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, I mean, I guess. Wait, when you're doing this, can can it also be podcast as well? Um, some of the stations like the San Bernardino one I'm talking about do, they do podcast it to where people can download in the archives later. Okay. Somebody, you know, I'm looking at it now. It says listen live. So obviously you just have to go to the website. Yeah. Yeah. You can, a lot of these, you, uh, they mainly get the listenership from the website, which is kind of funny because then it's just like an internet station. But what do you, what do you think, uh, the minimum contract they would want in most cases would be, uh, Three months. Three months. Do you, if I called them hypothetically, I'm mean, just just talking here out of the cuff. But if I called them hypothetically and just said, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I we I have a podcast. I got a buddy that lives in L.A. Uh, you know, we've always had a dream. We want to do a radio show. You know, we just want to do it one time. You know, my friend has a liver. World Series of Poker. If somehow I could convince them to give us like 
I don't know, whatever. Fucking just one night during the World Series, we paid the money, we'd chop it up. Would you want to do a real radio show in a studio? Well, I, I would if, if it had a real listenership. I wouldn't want one that just uh, pretended to be a radio show but had no signal. That, that's the only thing that uh, uh, I'd want at least okay. like, like a signal that, that, that people could legitimately just turn it on in Las Vegas and hear it without like awful static. It wouldn't have to be like crystal perfectly clear, but I, I would want it to be at least uh, something. Uh, otherwise, it's, it, it, you know, it, it seems cool, but it doesn't have that much. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Right. Tomorrow when I'm out and about, I'll actually tune into it at night. And I'll see if, if you can. Or, or you can try it during the day. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, you could have a daytime show. It's just as long as it's uh, something it's 1400 that. 1400 AM. I, I think in Vegas, I don't know. I'm trying to see where it's located because that's also important. I mean, you can just see driving around Vegas if you can receive it. That's, that's the best test. Yeah. Both during the day and during the night. And then. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing. It, I had no idea you could do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, learned, about the, I learned about this about uh, five years ago. I didn't know about this either. But that's wow. – and, and that's why I'd always wondered with certain people that had radio shows that – What? This is – wait, hold on. So I would assume that this has to have a decent signal. I mean, or something – KSHP is home to the following professional college play-by-play broadcast. It's official home of Los Angeles Dodger baseball, Clipper basketball, USC football, BYU football, well, and UNLV ladies rebel basketball. So it's got to have some decent signals. No, I, I, I've, I've seen – it may or may not. I've seen these before. They get these – I bet the Dodgers, they don't carry all the time. They only do sometimes, and – Honestly, they they get a lot of this stuff very cheap. Or, Sports byline isn't that a syndicated national show? The Harvey, hold on, I'm trying to see this Brady Hoke. What is he on here? <laughs> Brady Hoke. <laughs> uh, hold on, the Mark Hoke show. Oh, hold on. Mark Hoke. Radio shopping, best of Vegas. This is a fucked up programming schedule. The Harvey <laughs> Hyde show. <laughs> Harvey Hyde. Hold on. Where's Mark Hoke? Oh, my God. They have a real estate show, the Remax Real Estate Report. Oh, yeah. The real estate Lives. shows are usually realtors that are uh, plugging themselves. Like, a lot of people do that, too. They plug their right, business. Right, right. Like, there's the. Yeah, there's well, you know what? It makes shows. sense, but, well, but again, uh, for 100 bucks, but if no one's listening. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that, like, like uh, I, I think a lot of people just are delusional and, and don't want to really look into it and see the truth. Now, this may not be the case over here for this station. I'm, the one I know of is very much like that, that there's nobody listening. And the, and, the, and I've tried to pick up the signal when I drive by San Bernardino, and it's just uh, awful. Like it, at night, it's totally unlistenable. In the daytime, it's kind of staticky where I'd be too okay. tilted to listen to it. So, The, the hoax shows on one day a week. It's on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Um, his last show... That was actually a week ago. Oh, I'm sorry, no, the last one, the 13th. Uh, their special guest included 2014 Poker Media Person of the Year, Chris Grove. Who's that? I, I've, he, he writes articles and stuff. I, uh, I know who he is. And Grindet Katie Stone. Don't know that person. Plus our co-hosts Nate Dowlin and Joe Payne. Hmm. Who are these people? Don't know. Mark show will be live from the PPC. Well, it's actually on at 5 p.m. 8 p.m. is Eastern, which is kind of foolish to say that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, 8 p.m. Why, why even say that when you're in Las Vegas? Oh, <laughs> guess, guess who's on the May 10th show? 
The May 10th show, special guests include David, the Maven, Chachowski. Oh, what is this <laughs> I mean, really? That's where he's going now, huh? Well, it's it's actually May 6th show. It's not May 10th. I'm, I'm says... looking at this, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. 5-6. That's funny. Oh, oh kids. They're going to run out, Jet was 429. Oh, that was a while ago then. Yeah. These are some pretty bad guests. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is funny. This is funny. <laughs> Listen to this. Welcome to the number one poker radio show in the world. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of poker news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. <laughs> I've got him in the spaghetti bowl. They're trapped, Nate. <laughs> Joe, thank you. Now, I'm looking at this, and it's like two months ago. The Mark Hoke Show will be live at the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, April 6th to the 22nd. And then like, they were somewhere else last week or two weeks ago at some other po- – so uh, what, what are they – are they making money here? I don't know. Maybe they're just – How are they traveling to Florida for 16 I, maybe, days? Maybe, maybe he's uh, playing some well, of the tournaments. For May, for May 16th to the 24th, the Mark Hoke Show will be live from the PPC Poker Tour North America Championship. What the fuck is that? The PPC Poker Tour North American Championship? Do you even know what that is? Maybe he's visiting his mom in Florida anyway, so he's he's already over there. Like, how are they traveling? That doesn't make sense. I don't get it. So we had we have Lance Bradley from Bluff. We yeah, have uh, Jer- Jared co- Jaffe, uh, Bernard yeah, Lee. The- and then the co-creator of Pocket Fives. Oh, we, hold on. We had a World Series winner on, on March 18th. Jerry Yang was yeah, on. I see that. And Jason Marmon from The Ultimate Gambler. Oh, uh, Chad Holloway was the uh, main guest uh, at one point. And then uh, Dutch Boyd the previous week. What, what did you say these guys finished in the uh, media, the, the contest? I think, we beat, I think we beat them. I don't even think they were. I showed up on the board. <laughs> It's the best poker news and entertainment in the whole wide world, it says. No, it's a, no, no, this is the trick. It's the best poker radio show. The, the number one poker radio show. There probably isn't another poker radio show. Do you know of one? Like, I don't know of a real radio show about poker. No. There you go. There, all the others are podcasts that, that because they're on the internet. So I gotta. I just gotta do one more thing. I want to see who hard. So anyhow, the next day after in their time spot is the Remax Real Estate Show. <laughs> this is Mark Hoke. Stay tuned for the Remax Real Estate Show coming up next. Harvey Hyde Show. Who is that? This guy's bought like he has like a show a week. Harvey Hyde. He's now, born in 1939. He's a sports journalist and a Amer- former American football coach. Harvey Hyde is a sports journalist and former American football coach. He was a head coach at UNLV from 82 to 85. Mm, he also coached at Pasadena City College. He's got to be pretty old if he was coaching in 82. He's 75 years old. Okay, that's, that's what I was going to say. He retired he, after he got fired in 1990 from Long Beach State. What the fuck? Well, here, I can tell you the Mark Hoke Show's ratings. I can't tell you their live ratings, but uh, their archive ratings, they are averaging about uh, 200 downloads per show. Well, yeah, you get more than that on this I, I one, I get huh? more than, a lot more than that, yeah. 
200 he gets. But he may have live listeners. I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm going to. Has this guy ever played a hand of poker? Do you know? Mark Hoke. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's the number one poker host yeah, in the world. Number one in the world. Mark Hoke. You're making a run at Rolling up the stake and going to Vegas. Welcome to the number one poker radio show in the world. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. I just pulled him up on card player. You're laughing, but you're talking about us being on that station. We're going to go, welcome to the number two poker show in the world. In the world. Uh, he cashed in a tournament in 2007 uh, in Atlantic City for 6000 And then he went on a dry spell for seven years. <laughs> and then... This past August, he cashed at a No Limit Hold'em charity event for $2,000. Well, maybe he's too busy he... talking about poker to, to play, actually play it. He, Jesus, he's from Dover. Hometown is Dover. Where, what's Do- where's Dover? Doesn't uh, say the state. Maryland? Hometown Dover, think, country, Mar- origin, I U.S. I think it's Maryland. Okay. Huh. Well, you know what, Mark Coke, we're coming for you. <laughs> we're going we're, we're to be the number one radio show about poker of all time, all time, all time. One full hour of oh, God, Adams. I mean, it's funny. Google him and look at the images. <laughs> look at him in the studio with the microphone. Mark one Coke. full hour. Imagine if we had one, one full hour on this show. It'd be like I wouldn't get through the intro. Yeah, what could you... You would just be done wrapping up talking about what you'd have to talk about, and then you have to go. Wow. Okay, let's see. Mark Oak show. Well, you know what? Good for him. He's a kid with a dream. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, what is it? The rainbow flop? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, you know, Druff, we've done uh, we're right around what? Eight something um, hours, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, this has been good. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again. Uh, I'm going to see you next week. As of right now, anyone that's going to be in Vegas, my first event is May 28th, $1,500 Omaha, then the uh, Colossus, what have you, Then I'll be playing the Limit, home, uh, limit Hold'em with Druff there on the 2nd, huh. and then the Millionaire Maker on the 5th. Maybe we will be at a, the same table for the first time ever. I hope yeah. not, actually, but we could be. No, I don't want to be at the same table. Yeah, I don't table. want to. I, like, I, I don't want to have to... Remember the last hand of poker we played together? I, I remember when we uh, we both made second in a shootout. That was nice. We're at the Bellagio, and it was uh, eighty-one sixty. No, forty-eight. Yeah, it was forty-eight. That, it was. Yeah, but we we played since then. We played in that uh, that shootout where we both got second. Yeah, but we weren't at the same table. I'm saying. Oh, the same table. Yeah, yeah. It was at forty-eight. We're at the Bellagio, yeah. and you sat in my limit game. Yeah. And you just sat down. You didn't even have chips yet. You opened up with nines. Yeah. I called you with jacks. And it was a dry board, and I never raised. Yeah, and I just, you just, yeah, I know. You just checked all the way down, and I couldn't believe I lost. I'm like, what? <laughs> Slow roll. And then you moved on to 100, 200, or something much yeah. higher. So. <laughs> well, my friend, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thank show, you for coming. And, uh, I will, uh, I'll, be, I'll be on next week. Yeah, and, and by the way, if, if you're one of the newer listeners and you're wondering if it's like this every week, it's, it's not. But if if you enjoy very long shows, which I know a lot of you do, this was this was uh, gonna be your favorite probably. 
And if you like the short shows, check out Mark Hoke. He only has an hour. <laughs> he has an hour. The number one show. This is the number two show. Actually, we're the number four show. It's a, that was already proven by Bluff. So we're the number four show. He's number one. So. Jesus. All right. Check it out. And uh, we'll be back uh, five and a half days on uh, Tuesday night. Jesus. Shalom. Right. Shalom.